Well, looky what we have here. Another podcast from the Weird Science Get Fresh crew. We'll be talking about some nonsense, some comics, and whatever pops up after your sexy-ass mama sits on my lap. I'm America's sweetheart, okay? I'm Jim Werner. Are you? Yeah, you had some nonsense talk. I <sighs> have a new air horn. There is no residual effects at the end of that. Oh, that's so, nonsense. Did, did you say it weird out loud? I didn't even get to the end of it yet. And this oh. is episode number 84. That is nonsense, Eric. That's nonsense. You like that horn? It's like right to it. That's probably the last you're going to hear because it's nonsense tonight, right? Uh, I have no idea. Nonsense business. We we tried to prove, or at least I tried to prove, that we could do a podcast without nonsense. Eh, It still had nonsense. Everybody likes the nonsense, don't they? The nonsense. You know? Are you going to answer? No, it's nonsense. You're not there. It's nonsense. You like the non, uh, you know, the no nonsense because somehow you think that it's going to be better to do a seven and a half hour podcast than an eight hour and ten minute podcast. To me, once it's like getting beat up to the point where you're unconscious and then beat up some more. You don't know what's going on. By the time we hit two a.m., we don't know what the fuck's going on. Honestly, I'm just trying to make sure right now that it is episode eighty-four. We oh, did episode eighty-three. You were doing, yeah. you were doing like, that. You're trying I'm like, to like eighty-four. Did we do eighty-three? Huh? You know what? We're not going to hear any talk of tonight, Eric. What's Sliders. Up? Oh, sliders, sliders, sliders. Uh, yeah. Eric, I have made a podcast soundboard that is all you, nothing but Eric Shea, just in case you pass out at any point tonight. Then I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. And then I'll ask you crazy questions. Seven. Don't talk. That's one. Th- that's one thing I don't have. So if we do that and I use the soundboard to just talk to you, I'm like, hey, Eric, you still there? Yeah. See, I could just keep going, right? Hey, Eric, uh, you like this podcast? No. <laughs> oh, Eric, you shouldn't say that. <laughs> See, I could just keep going, Eric. I have you. And then I go, what do you hate the most in the world? Sliders. Oh, my God. How Eric, dare you, Eric? You thought that – I thought that you love sliders. You, you, don't you love sliders? No. No. But what do you say when you watch sliders? What is the thing that comes to mind? This is terrible. Oh, my God, Eric. You you were such a fan before. What is Jerry O'Connell going to say? Do you really care? It's funny. I was just watching right before we got on an episode of Sliders. <laughs> I hit the wrong one. <laughs> You're a fuck up. I do not have CUN7, though. That's the, the worst, though, is because I spent hours, but all I did was use our last spotlight. You don't say <laughs> CUN7. All I can no. sp- spotlight sp- off. Spotlight off. Ah, here we go, Eric. Are you ready for the the trip that we call the seven to eight hour podcast? All right, let's do it, baby. Come on. You ready to buckle up, buckle in, let me begin? That's right. Hello and welcome to the official and unofficial Weird Science DC Comics podcast for the week of August 13th, 2016, Eric. I actually thinned out the herd in this little intro. I'm just going to yell shit. I'm not going to talk. Just yell stuff. Proud members of the Comics Podcast Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, and the Batman Podcast Network. Proud. Proud. We could talk. You could get a hold of us Twitter at Weird Science DC. Like us on Facebook at Weird Science DC Comics. Email us at Weird Science DC Comics at gmail.com. Go to our site at Weird Science DC Comics.com or Podbean at Weird Science DC Comics.podbean.com, Eric. See, I'm streamlining. You want it to streamline? I'm streamlining this bitch. Rate well, we all and subscribe to. to our show wherever you happen to get it. And if you would like, Eric, we do have a weird science rant and rave line. It's so easy to get to. It's so That's what I've heard on the street. People accidentally trip 
and call this line by accident. It happens all the time. I get these weird like butt calls butt because dials. it's so easy to get to this. All you have to do is call 641-715-3900 and enter the extension 452328 followed by the pound sign. Easy. It's yeah, just that easy. It is that easy. Well, it was easy enough for two fellows this week because we have two rant and raves. And the first one is from our man Rob Lewis. You like All right. Rob Lewis? I love Rob, Rob Lewis. He's had one rant before. This one is a little pointed jab, I believe, at Dancing Mike. <laughs> hey, Jim. Hey, Eric. This is your man, Rob Lewis. Rolling with his rant on Grant Morrison's brand new 18 Days comic book. Hey, wait a minute. This isn't a DC book. What the fuck? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> uh, so Rob has called that he was going to give his review of 18 Days by Grant Morrison and then realized it's not a DC book. So he didn't want to talk about it because he thinks that this podcast should be strictly DC. Eric. No ROMs? No ROMs. No, no Brandon Griller reviews? I don't know. It's funny that I say it is a dancing mic uh, jab. It also could be a Brandon in his Marvel <laughs> Minute. Reviews. Uh, but, yeah, he just wants to, he the, – remember, he has one other rant that he called in. Do you remember what that was? I do not. Basically, it was fuck Marvel. That's when he heard that <laughs> we were right. doing Marvel Mondays on the, the site, he called in with a rant and said fuck, uh, fuck Marvel. He does not like Marvel. Hey, <laughs> I did it again by accident there. I'm still working out the kinks of the soundboard. The other rant, though, is from the man. Now, this isn't a response. Dancing Mike might have to give a response, but of course, the other rant and rave is from Dancing Mike. Hi, Weird Out Loud. Hello, Jim. Hi. Um, Somebody called a Weird Out Loud, Jim. Derek and Ronnie. And yeah, he also Sh- called you Derek. I think yeah. that's who it is. <laughs> and hello, I'll take mother. It. You'll take it. Just thought we'd call and talk about your appearance on Four Guys and a comic podcast. Um, yeah. It was a good listen. It, of course it was, Mike. We were on it, right, Eric? That's right. Right? You just sat there, sat there back there yelling, what'd you call me? And you were your relaxed self. Yeah, I talked uh, about Brandon, I think it was, who told me that you seem very relaxed. Oh, yeah. Just back there, just, you know. Didn't did, have to did, yell anything out. It's cool. Doing your usual. Yeah. Did you? That was the best part of that was that we you didn't prepare at all, right? No. No. We just talked. And I like that. I wish we could do that for just the podcast. Just like the intro. We just Oh, that's what like uh, just for the hell of it was supposed to be. Then we started preparing for it. Yeah, I know. I, I cannot go without preparation. I always have to. But, but it's like hey, you want to come over here and talk about rebirth? We've done this five times. Okay, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do it. Here we go. It sounded like you guys were being on your best behavior, I imagined you were sitting all on a pew, back straight, faces freshly scrubbed in your Sunday best suits, being such good little boys. It was it was unsettling. Well, here I, I will respond to that. We always said, like, if we would have had those guys on our podcast, might have been a little different story. Yeah, uh, we, we don't we don't want to screw around anybody else's stuff. You know, no. the worst was shut up the room. I, I kind of got mad at that Nova that he liked Justice League, but even then, I, I was just joking. I was joshing with him, right? I, I don't know. When I, he said something about Escape Jesus Island, I really had no idea what was going on. Yes, you didn't know what was going on. I, and they didn't know what was going on when, when we just didn't let them talk. That's basically what happened, mainly me. It was not 
the usual nonsense, which I've come to know and love from you guys. Not as much. You toned it down quite a bit. So it was a, it was unsettling, a, a different vibe, but uh, a, good, a good listen. Good to hear you guys interact with some other people and I guess some good cross-promotion. Um, mm. It made me think about how I don't really listen to many other podcasts now. Um, how could Nerd you? Science, DC uh, Comics fucking eight hours. <laughs> is my favorite podcast. That's why I don't listen to it. I like to listen to other it's stuff. used to be my favorite. Well, you, you've heard we do good stuff, Eric. I have heard that. <laughs> I haven't. I only hear the negative. There's a Batman podcast, which comes out a couple of times a week. I'm not going to mention which one, but it's become almost unlistenable lately because one of the hosts is an inveterate, uh, unrepentant Snyder sucker. He just spends the whole podcast basically gargling Snyder's semen in his throat. <laughs> Gross. Whatever Snyder does, it sounds like it's fun. Everything is fun. And, oh, fun. that's going to be great. That's some hard-ass work trying to read a book. That's going to be fun. Oh, Two-Face is going to be revealed to be Martha Wayne. That's fun. It's crazy. It's just, there's, I can't get over that. And then lately they've been having wonderful discussions from the comments posted. The most recent episode, it was like, oh, for a guy who isn't listening anymore, he seems to know. He's, he's on top of this. Yes, he is on top of it. Was Batman sexist? Batman should be so. He's no sexist because he's written by white males, and white males are the worst. And I agree. We need a woman to write Batman, and we need different voices that need to be heard more. And it's just becoming social warrior shit. So they have this a big discussion about this stuff. Apparently. Whether the story is good, the art is good, it doesn't matter. Because what's most important is that you judge and put everyone in quotas. So apparently, until Batman is being written by a left-handed, pansexual, transgender, Latino little person, everything <laughs> would be better. Because what matters is labeling people and... And making sure that you get those quotas in because white males are the worst. They are. I agree. It's become kind of, I uh, used to look forward to that one every couple of weeks. Now it's like, eh, it, it downloads and I'll listen to it. And there. Uh, speaking of podcasts, I do listen on podcasts. that other podcast love the Ben Percy's Last Green Arrow series. I knew how to rape stuff on Podbean. I've been all over the freaking app and can't find a way. So. If you know how to write something on Podbean, I'll give you guys a good review. But that's um, I did give you a good review on iTunes because yeah, I don't think you can write things on Podbean. I, I don't even know if I've ever been like, on Podbean. I think you can like an individual episode, and I think that Mike actually does that already. I see those likes pop up. Oh, nice. But yeah, other than that, I don't think they have a like a written review type deal. If they do, I have no idea. Uh, I don't. Uh, you want to do have... us a favor? Go on that Stitcher app. No, don't go on that Stitch rep because I've seen our reviews on there. They've disappeared. Yeah, well, that's true. We have one. We used to have like four, and then those all disappeared. And then I believe Matty D's has remained. I think he is the only one who has a review up. Four out of five he gave us, Eric. That's right. He said that five out of five. He won't give a five out of five. <laughs> uh, he's like you. That's he good. I'll do well. I know how to do that. Uh, anyway, um, that's about it for this week. I will. I think I will leave a long email full of nonsense. Where Which he does. Yes, yes he does. The horn will be blown a lot, and that's about it for this week. So until next week, see you weird out loud. Thanks, ah. DC Comics. <laughs> he loves the weird out loud there. All right.
Do you ag- Weird Out Loud is back. Do you agree with those guys that you they need to get more diversity in the Batman uh, writing? I don't give no. a shit as long as I get good Batman books. What you? What did you say? No. Oh, oh really? You don't? Well, don't you think a woman could write Batman just as good? No. Jeez, Eric, that is terrible. <laughs> You're an awful man, Eric. You are an awful man. But yeah, I'd like. Uh, I would love if we had a million rant and raves, all yelling about stuff and telling us that we're. I want the first one of somebody telling us that we're awful. That would be fun, right? Hello? Oh, you're asking me this no, time? No, I was actually asking you. Not oh, my bad. Soundboard. No, I was asking you. That'd be pretty fun if, if somebody gave us, like, the, the business. No, no, I don't think that'd be fun. I'd no. go and have to cry and run away. You don't think that would be fun? Well, you know what, Eric? We're going to get on with the news. Now it's time for Jim and the News. Listening to Jim is what I want to do. He's talking solicits and very uncovers before all the meat and the cheese that's from under. And now it's time for Jim and the news. I guess Eric's there too. I guess. <laughs> you guess, huh? I guess. It's time for the news. And I will tell you, there's going to be a little bit of more news than before. I know last week I claimed that we're only comic book news. I am going to change that to a bit with basically if there's news that is not comic book news but I find interesting or something wow. I think we both like it will be in. Now that means – Really, no casting news for TV. None of that garbage. Like, I'm not going to say that Grant Gustin announced on Twitter that one of the episodes coming up is, in fact, titled Flashpoint, Eric. Ooh. A little game. Him uh, him and Greg Berlanti, I think, were going back and forth like a ping pong game about what this episode was called, and then they released it. See, I heard that's going to be a musical episode, too. Yeah, there is. Do, do you also hear who they want to have write and direct it? Joss Whedon. Yes, they do. I don't think. I just made that up. I didn't hear that. I don't think it's true, but that, that is the, that's kind of the rumor. Tell me, I go right back to Buffy for that, so it's always going to be that in my mind. If you're going to get that, uh, that's what you would probably go. Oh, wait a minute. That is nonsense talk, Eric. I cannot talk of that anymore, but the first bit of news is the villain for the solo Aquaman movie will be Black Mana. Was this a shock to you? Like, no, honestly, I, this is exactly what I expected. To, if I said to you, Black Man is not the villain, then said the villain for the solo Aquaman movie will be, who would you say then? Ocean Master. Yeah, there's only two that you're Pretty really much. at. Well, and, I would want to hold off on Ocean Master yeah, until the sequel. O- yeah, Ocean Master isn't the one to start out with. Everybody no. knows Black Man, and you need something where Ocean Master, it's a little more intricate because of the brother, and you, you have to set up things before that. And I do believe you will probably see... 
uh, Orm in this. I'm sure. Not uh, yeah, and it's going to set it up. At, you know whether or not it's one of those where there's going to be a couple scenes or a scene at least where there's the you know what you're always thinking about the surface world at the same time shit like that. And he goes off. Freaking you're a man of two worlds, Arthur. Cape. You know you're only a half brother. That means you're half bad. I, something like that. You have some half brothers, right? You don't like those. All I have is half brothers and sisters. Yeah. Oh, you do. You know what that means? No. I don't know either, Eric. It, it's something to do with your mom and dad, but I'm not going to get into that. Oh. Your mom listens, right? Does your dad listen to this podcast? My dad is dead, Jimmy. Oh, is he? Daddy! Daddy! My dad's listening. He's up there. See, when He wouldn't listen died, if he was alive. What? No. Really? Actually, I could get him to listen by going over and turning it on and leaving because he would not get his fat ass up to turn it off. That's <laughs> where... torture. Jeremy, yeah, get, get back him. here. The guy would wake me up on a Saturday morning at 6 a.m. to come down and get his lighter that was within reach, but he didn't want to lean forward in his chair. Like I said, the, his biggest joke was, oh, remote control, I've had one since, you know, he was born. It's me running back and forth to the fucking TV. You know, he can't hear MASH or Barney Miller. I got to turn it up. Freaking turn it up now. Who's laughing now, daddy? I Who's am. laughing now? You are laughing now. But yeah, according to the rap, the rap, Eric. Is that R-A-P like a or W-R-A-P? version of The View, the rap. What do you think of that? The rap. I asked, is it R-A-P or W-R-A-P? W-R-A-P. All right. I like it, then. You like that? The rap? Yeah, I don't like R-A-P. That's terrible. All that rap. The rap, R-A-P, seems like it would be a show that would have been on when I was a kid on Saturdays after the cartoons went. And it would be like one of those where they'd have a 35-year-old who was dressed too much like a kid trying to talk to the young teens. I get you. Called the rap and then they'd have some like crazy song and then he'd come and like hey welcome to the rap where all the all the cool kids get together and we talk about the issues of the day here we go let's have a rundown i'm tom and i like new kids on the block (laughs) i like you know stupid shit like that that's the rapper r-a-p this is the rap w-r-a-p I still think they're nonsense. But when Jason Momoa's Aquaman hits the big screen, they are saying for his solo debut, he'll be facing off against Black Mana. It's basically the story, and now it's going to be padded a little. Introduced in 1967, Black Mana has had several origins over the years, with the latest version being the Black Mana seeks vengeance against Aquaman for killing his father. Interestingly, Black Mana has been part of Task Force X, a.k.a. the Suicide Squad, several times. No actor has been cast in the role just yet, but I heard they just called Tyler Perry, and he is going to be Black Mana dressed in his Medea outfit. What do That's you think? terrible. It's Medea. Why don't they get Martin if they're going to go to the big mama's house? That's what we want. We were talking. If they get Martin Lawrence, then he could either be Shanae or Big Mama. That'd Ooh, be uh, great. Some they're wondering, why is this helmet so big with Black Mana? He takes off the helmet, and somehow it explains that he's Big Mama. I don't know why the helmet would be involved. He kind of... You know, morphed down, and now he's Big Mama. Now right. I don't know how much news. I don't know how much news this is, but it came up on my news feed on Facebook. But Michael J. White, his, he endorsed a fan suggestion that he should play Black Man. Oh, what did he say? Nothing. Who's that? That's the guy who played Spawn. You told me, right? I and guess. And I told you. So he, somebody, texted. Somebody tweeted him. Probably his mother. And said, hey, you know who should be Black Man are you? And he said, yeah, you know what? I'll throw my hat in the ring. Is that I accept your nomination. 
Yeah. He accepted the nomination. I think he is too old. I know he's in, and next thing you got Terry Crews. Terry Crews, Eric. I still like Terry Crews. You, you would want him as Black Manna? No, I just like Terry Crews. Chris Rock. How about that? No. Ice, he's a little guy. Ice Cube. No, he's too fat. Ice T. Ice Cube's son. Ice T just scares me for some reason. He does. He, he's, well, he's in what's it called? That SVU. Yeah, SVU. He just kind of stands around and, and looks mean. And I throws a little street I, at you. I always uh, thought that he was faking the funk a lot as a kid. I always thought that he was not as tough or, or gangsta as he said. And scared maybe, me. I wasn't about to complain about anything. I, I, what did he scare you in the way that you thought he would do something to you, yes. or did he scare you in the way that he had guys that would do something to you? Because I do get the idea that he has some dudes that would come and fuck you up. I don't think he fucks people up. I would think that he's too afraid to break his hands, Eric. So he <laughs> sends his dudes. He has two big guys. They come after you and and keep telling you as they're beating the shit out of you that Ice T says hi. Ice T so hard. What? Ice T so hard. What, oh, I thought that was like the set of a, what I was supposed to say. How hard is he? No. Did you have? So I, I got the idea. You had something after that, and then when you didn't say, I realized you had nothing. I got nothing. Nothing. I, yeah, he's like, so hard hey, to beat the shit out of you. You want to drink an iced tea? Well, iced tea's drinking you. No. And then no. you're like, that does not make sense, fellas. And it doesn't matter because their real job isn't to tell freaking jokes. It's to beat the shit out of you. And they are accomplishing that at the moment, right? They're beating the crap out of you. Well, really? Everybody uh, got to beat the shit out of me all the time. Really, Eric, who is your favorite young black actor who could play black man? Who would that be, Eric? Michael J. White. <laughs> Jaleel White. Jaleel White. Urkel. Urkel, Urkel is a weird deal there. The guy, he had that Stefan Urkel persona, and I think that that could have, like, he showed that he had more to him. I think that was chops. really him. Well, that's what I mean. Why hasn't he it's worked? Chops. This is him being him. Oh. So he's that suave. He is the oh, the Urkel. I believe that's so. That's just him being himself. I, everything else I've seen, it seems to be like Stefan Urkel. Do you think that uh, Keenan... From Saturday Night Live, do you think he could be Black Man? Keenan. Keenan. Keenan Kong? No, not Keenan Kong. Keenan, whatever. Keenan Ivory Wayans? No. Is that Kenan. from Saturday Night Live? Keenan and Kel? Yeah, from Keenan and Kel. Do you think yeah. he could be Black Man? Keenan. I don't think they could find a Black Man suit to fit him. Oh, that is fat shaming. He's a great big fat man. That is fat shaming. He was a good fat Albert. Sure was a good fat, like he's fat just, Albert. He's waiting for that sequel. That's all. Oh, oh, he, he oh, was right. born to play that role. <laughs> he was. He was so good at it. Uh, the next bit of news is Tim Seeley signs a DC exclusive contract. This is actually comics news there. DC announced this week they've signed Nightwing writer Tim Seeley to an exclusive contract to write for DC and Vertigo Comics. It's really exciting to see the level of talent that continues to choose DC as their creative home, said DC editor-in-chief Bob Harris. It's funny. They almost make it seem like this is like there's no money involved. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, man, he chose us. Yeah, I think there's a reason. Tim Seeley is an incredible storyteller, and I'm very proud to have him as part of our talent family. Now, I'm not the biggest Tim Seeley fan, but I, I do like this. I like when they're – we mentioned it before. I think we even mentioned on Four Guys in the Comic that we were really excited that DC had stepped up their game and signed these people because that was one of the big things that we didn't like during the New 52 was people just bailing. I love the DC's grabbing up all the talent they can. Yeah, 
I I like it as well. But Jim, and, and she, what a, what but, about Action Labs, Danger Zones, Oblivion? Well, He's writing that right now. What's going on? Says, as mentioned, Sealy is currently working on Nightwing with artists Javi Fernandez and Marcus Toe, as well as the upcoming Lost Boys title on Vertigo with Scott Gadulski. 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 This is what he has to say. He, he doesn't mention Oblivion. Working with DC for the past several years has been a total pleasure and has allowed me to collaborate with some of the best editors and writers and artists in all of the comics, said Sealy. DC has given me the opportunity to work on some of my favorite books, including Batman, Robin Moore, Nightwing, and The Lost Boys, as well as nurture my desire to create new content. This made it easy, an easy call to make DC my new creative home. Again, I would say there's money involved. That really makes it a lot easier decision. But And really, from what we've talk to the limited things we've talked to creators about with and it's mainly the artists where boy when uh, was it um oh, who was it when he was on he got on a book uh it was uh the guy who we talked to that's on green arrow that was on green arrow in the new 52 green arrow in the 52 uh sorrentino no no way after that it's way uh, after that yeah it was near the end when he remember patrick zercher patrick zercher where we had talked to him and he was so excited even what was he on too he was on like uh another one of those events and then yeah futures end he was so excited because just to be on a book that just to be on any book but to be on like a constant book was like such a huge thing and to be signed exclusive. It was just, so weird, though, because he was only on he a couple of issues. It seemed. I know, but it just that shows it means a lot, I guess. I, I'm saying it means a lot. Of course it does. They have a fucking job. I'd rather <laughs> – it's uh, to me, when you get signed exclusive, I don't know if this makes sense. It's almost the difference of working per hour and working salary. Like all of a sudden you sign exclusive, you're working salary. It doesn't matter what you do or how things go. You're going to get a paycheck, and maybe you take a hit if you really want to work hard. Like if you really want to go and make like a freaking Charles Soule where he's on 17 yeah. million books, you, you may make a little bit more money that way. But instead you can just relax, work on a couple books, and collect that paycheck. Exactly. That, I think it is. You got Sal- a freaking writer on retainer. Yes. While being exclusive – the contract will allow Sealy to continue work on his creator-owned titles, Revival and Hack Slash. Nothing mentioned about Oblivion, Eric. What about Oblivion, Jim? I would say that, first off, they're not going to push another company's book in this <laughs> press release. And also, I would believe that when these things happen, either that DC would have to buy out the contract with Action Labs for that, or they'll just allow him to finish whatever he's contracted for. And, you know... Yeah, honestly, sure. he could be done all of that already Well, anyway. here's the thing. I think the way they would do this, like uh, Action Labs or anybody, I would not say that you hire somebody to work on Oblivion and say, okay, sign this contract and we owe you money for 40 issues. Yeah. They probably keep renewing a contract of, say, six issues, so at least you get that trade. Um, and it's already started, so I, I guarantee by the time this happens, he'll just finish that up. Nobody's reading that, Eric, except you. Oh. It's good. I forget if you liked it. It's okay. Okay. Yeah, and that's a, a full moon movie, right? Yeah, full moon's western sci-fi movie. Really? I, Action Labs, I, I like them. I think they're, they do good stuff over there. They do good stuff over I there. I they do good stuff. But yeah, they have the Puppet Master stuff. It's such a niche thing that. Sure is. All Full Moon is niche. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's weird that Oblivion seems like they're really already. What about Trancers? Well, I'm saying, yeah. Ginger Dead Man. Get to the bottom of the barrel. I think Ginger <laughs> Dead Man was canceled. I, I, uh, yes. The so. next one, Hulu. 
is creating a documentary on Batman co-creator Bill Finger. That's cool. Yeah. The AV Club is reporting that a documentary on Batman co-creator Bill Finger is in the works at Hulu. And announced at the Television Critics Association summer press tour by Hulu head of content Craig Erwich, the as-yet-untitled film, I think it's called, Giving the Finger. Getting fingered. <laughs> Giving the finger to everyone. We'll be part- How about... Don't get the fi- I don't know. We'll be getting fingered, Jim. Come on, get on the truck. Getting fingered. Yeah. No. Who doesn't want to get fingered? No, because here's the thing, though. I think it's gonna. It's definitely gonna center on him. Bill not got fingered. It, it's that. It's gonna be him not getting credit and being pissed. So I think it would lead to Bill giving you the finger. Documentary film series titled Limelight. In September 2015, DC Comics and its parent company, Warner Brothers, began crediting Finger as co-creator of Batman. DC had previously given Bob Kane sole credit as creator of Batman due to a contract signed with DC's predecessor, National Comics. And we'll both watch that, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You have I, I watched a documentary right? on the freaking Ninja Turtles yesterday. Did you? Yeah, all about the creation of them and then going into the cartoons, the action figures and movies. of really good <laughs> Moving on, Eric. Was it good? Did you like it? You didn't like it, did you? I'm asking you now. You're not going to talk. All right. We're just going to sit here until you decide to answer. Was it good? Where's my soundboard? I'll answer from that. I'm just going to sit here until you answer. I'm not going to use the soundboard anymore. It, it was very good. Was it? Yeah. Was it was it centering on the fans or was it just on the creators talking about the inspiration and creating oh. it and doing all the stuff and then like, you know, selling out to friggin' like the playmates and the cartoons and into the movies with New Line. It was a lot of it was really in depth. Really? Did it seem like it had a high production value? It was just a documentary. It was just them sitting around talking. Really? Sounds boring. You sound boring. DC cancels the second half of Prez. Way back in February of 2015, writer Mark Russell called out a couple of sexy reviewers and podcasters when they said there was no way in hell that DC would bring back Prez for another six-issue run to make Nonsense. issues. Uh, yeah. Well, it looks like Weird Science has finally won a bet, and I expect the pizza <laughs> delivered to my door within one week's time from Russell. And he did. He called us out. We had yeah. mentioned a couple times that I think that even somebody asked us on Twitter. That's where I think it ended up coming it's to no an end, way. Where somebody said <laughs> like, "Oh, I heard that Prez was going to continue later," and we're like, "No fucking way is that book going to continue." And then he actually responded to the tweet and said, <laughs> "Oh, pray tell. I believe that." Actually, his exact words. If I, I'm telling you, I tried to find the tweet, but it was, "I hate to bust your bubble, guys." But it is definitely coming back in October with another six issues to finish out the run. It was almost that, that was pretty much what it was. And then, of course, I panicked and wrote something back like, "Oh well, that's good news. I, you know, I always, I know that you do good stuff." Something. Like that. <laughs> I even said like, "Hey, a lot of people like it. That's good for the fans." Because I am not a fan, not and I know I. that it has become highly. Uh, not controversial, but people seem to want to love this book. And I read it and I thought it was nonsense. Uh, I am not a big political guy, but I am a satire guy. And I like a parody and I like that sort of thing. And really, I read 
I think the first three issues, the first one I thought was a little, you know, I got a smile on my face a little. And then after that, I had had enough. It was nothing going on for me that was anything interesting. I thought it was a bunch of nonsense. It looked pretty cool, uh, but I hated it. But Russell himself told a Twitter follower that DC had indeed canceled the series, but fans will at least get a 12-page Election Day special in November. In a related note, Reggie yelled at me as if – what's that? 12 pages. Yeah, 12 pages. Him and freaking Jim Lee. Is Jim Lee drawing it? No, it'll just – it'll because it's just going to be a free download. They're not going to fucking put that out. It's going to be on Election Day. You'll be able to go to their, their app and download that as a, a free digital download. And it doesn't say that, but I'm guaranteeing you that's what it is. Right. Uh, in a related note, Reggie yelled at me. As if we were the reason that the book was canceled. <laughs> he did. He yelled at me on Twitter. He's like, really? this is what you fucking guys did. That book was great. I said, you shut your mouth. Tell everybody else it sold nothing. Yeah. This is another one of those books, like a Midnighter, that you have more people screaming about it than actually bought it. Where are the people? Who are these people, Eric? Why aren't they buying the book? Everybody loved it. Nobody wants to bet. It's, I think it ended up being another one of those things where if you said that you didn't like it, you were dumb. You didn't get it. No, I've been I known to be dumb. I didn't want to get it. I, I'm I'm not, not I don't like politics. Well, and you know, it's going to come up later in this podcast when there is a certain book that has a rebirth issue that somebody on the site pretty much called me out like, hey, we got real world politics. Count me in. You know what? Count me the fuck out. I don't need real world politics in my books. That's not what I want. I could turn on the TV and see that bullshit. What are we talking about? I want an escape, Eric. What's that? I said, what are we talking about? That was Deathstroke. Oh, there was like, politics in that? Yeah, there was a lot of politics. Huh. In that. that whole thing of how he gets his way is all involved with the Democrats versus the Republicans to get the one guy elected so that they switch around something and don't go in there because the guy's going to tie shit up in NATO and, and fucking filibusters. And that's a huge part of that. That's probably the I don't main, recall any of that. It's probably the main gist of the entire book. Huh. The whole thing where if you think that it might be Grant that's working with him. I thought it was just, you know, getting the winter green. You know, that kid. Yeah. The kid who's working with him, that's all – that kid in those page and a half, that's all he's doing. He is finagling that money to bribe this person to do this, to get that person elected. Remember he says we're going to get the two Democratic nominees there so that they split the vote, and then this guy gets that. and then No, that part probably lost me and I was yeah. out. He's like, it's done. And that was – yeah, I don't need that. And the whole thing where they're in you know, some under – you know, a poverty type third world country that they don't want to get the government. It's all nonsense. I really don't want that. It really throw. It doesn't throw me out of a book. It just gets me so uninterested. You read the goddamn thing. Didn't even know it was there. I didn't. Your, I don't recall any of it. Your mom mind tuned it out. Wait till we get it. I'll yell about it later. <laughs> and people listening, that's probably four days of listening from now. Remember I told you I wanted to make a thing where the the podcast is separated into days right. where if we took a poll and everybody said, you know what, I listen to two hours a day. Now we're getting so we get the thing and really that would work out on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So we'll do it every two hours. We stop and say, Welcome to Tuesday. And then we yeah. go on. I thought it'd be funny. It's Welcome like, to your Tuesday, everyone. Yeah, yeah each time we have a, a new We're almost towards the end day. of the week. We still we have manic Monday for Monday. We have Tuesdays gone for Tuesday. What do we have for Wednesday? Wednesday's paper. I don't know. I, what is a? There has to be a song like a Wednesday something. Somebody will tell us. 
Somebody will. Nobody will tell us. Wednesday. You can always find one of those songs that names every day, and then we'll just use that. <sighs> well, you don't mind that Prez being canceled, right? You're not. Absolutely not. not. I don't give a shit. By that. You don't give a and shit. And you know why? Because I was right. Uh, yeah, we were right, and we like being right. And yeah, right. It's a, it's a shame that people have to like lose their job and do that. <laughs> oh, Eric, you I was gonna do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only said you didn't even have to push the button. On board. Yeah, uh, Mark Russell's doing Boo-hoo. the Flintstones book right now, which we will not be talking about tonight. Oh, uh, yes. That's a little better. You know better. what's the worst part is? I'm telling you, dude got fucking paid for the other six issues, if they yeah. come out or not. Yeah, it seems. But uh, I'll give you one thing. He was passionate about it. Oh, yeah. He wanted his work out. He wanted it out there. Here's another bit of work that won't be out. Super Sons and Justice League of America books delayed until 2017. That's a shame. 2017. In an interview with ICV2, <laughs> the fuck is that? DC Entertainment co-publishers Dan DiDio and Jim Lee. DiDio gave an update. Oh, DC Entertainment co-publishers Dan DiDio and Jim Lee did this interview, and Dan DiDio gave an update on the two titles. I had that written very odd. One of the things that's strange is we were planning number ones through September and possibly into October, but the relaunch was so strong at the beginning that we actually delayed some of the later books into next year to give them more time to spend to build them creatively. But also, we didn't feel the urgency. I, I so you didn't have anybody on the freaking credits I hate for you. This yet. news. It's basically, yeah, we have not seen any sort of report on a creative team. So basically, just tell us that. Yeah. Don't say now. Instead, you're giving us something that makes me pissed off. That you're like, oh, you mean that rebirth has been such a hit that you you just have delayed those because you don't care anymore. That's what it comes off to me. No, no, because we want to spend all the time we can to make sure everything is solid. He doesn't, he doesn't really say that at first, though. Yeah. He says, we didn't feel the urgency. Yeah. Yeah. We wanted to make sure we didn't overwhelm the fan base right from the start with so many titles. Well, honestly, too, I kind of, to delay I some kind of appreciate that a bit. I don't, because I've said from the beginning, I thought that they should have had every Rebirth title come out in June and then go from there and then have everything going. This is bullshit because all we keep hearing, next week, Supergirl is out. Yeah. There are going to be people that Blue show Beetle up. Too, at, I think, right? There's going to be, what's that? Blue Beetle out next week? No. Is it the following week? Yeah. But this is what I'm saying. Some people who are, say, Supergirl fans or not or whatever are going to go to the comic book store on Wednesday and be shocked to hell that it's out. They're not going to know because these things don't have rhyme or reason. They're just throwing them out there, and I think that it's bullshit. And in the meantime, you have this week, we have Earth 2. Somebody shows up and goes, oh, man, I don't know that. Is that a Rebirth title? Now you're going to tell me, well, it doesn't have Rebirth on the top. People don't know this. And it's number 15. Oh, oh, yeah, but they're going to be confused then. They're going to be like, wait, if that's at 15, why are these others at 2? And why is this one at 2 and this one's at 5? Uh, you're just confusing people more by not giving them all of it at once than what he's saying. Yeah, well, we'll just space them out. I really think that like a Blue Beetle comes out and there will be people like, the fuck is that? I didn't know there was even a Blue Beetle. We know what's coming out. These people don't. They've been getting their books. And I think it's setting up these first bunch of books to succeed more than the others because now they have a set pull list. If somebody only can get three books a month, 
and then all of a sudden Blue Beetle comes out, they may not get a book that they would have thought of getting at the beginning because they already are invested in these other books. Well, maybe they and, know a bunch of books are going to be shitty coming down the line. They need new ones that people will pick up people on. people don't know that. They, they don't. You think that DC knows that? That they're yeah. like, well, you know and what? Who, who are these people, Jim? Yeah, no, I, I think that they just – this rebirth hit, and it was not as well planned out as they like to think. You have, not. like you just said, Super Super Sons, which is one of the books that we were really excited oh, to yeah. read. Is there was never even a creative team announced. So this whole thing about oh, we wanted to give them a strong beginning, and we didn't want them to get mixed up. Bullshit. They don't even have anybody announced on them. And really, the Justice League of America book, I thought that that was fucking a, a whisper and, and a fucking you know uh, urban legend. <laughs> I didn't hear shit about that. At least Super Sons came up. I forgot all about the Justice League of America book. Hopefully Brian hitches on it, Eric, and then I'll be fucking raring to go. If he does JLA and Justice League, I'm done. We're giving up. Funny. It'll be that that's why it was canceled. The uh, end of the new 52 deal is to switch it into that. uh, um, Then we're, we're making a pact. We are not covering it on the site or the podcast. Okay? Agreed. Honestly, I think that will shut down everything. We're not covering yeah. anything anymore. We're, they oh, fucked so we're us. We're going done? back to normal. We're God done. Damn it. I hope that he does it. <laughs> Can I pay them to get Brian Hitch on this book? You mean we could go to bed? What, what's the story on Earth 2, Jim? What's that? What's the story on Earth 2? Yeah, they don't say anything. No. This is what I'm saying. This is not. Uh, this is just people have been bitching and moaning. I'm sure somebody <laughs> asked. This ICV2 said. Well, especially hey, Super Suns. A lot Super of people Sun? are all about it. What's that? The, the Super Suns? Yeah. Yeah. I really want to see it. Now, we were talking about it this week trying to figure out what was at play. And we thought, well, maybe John isn't as developed as they want to until then. And we haven't seen pretty much anything of Damien except him training with Batman in the Nightwing book for a minute. Uh, that we thought maybe they want to let the Teen Titans book kind of develop a little let john in this uh action comics and the superman a little but they don't say that it's more it's like smoke and mirrors they're giving us it's a bunch of hooey so he said we made a slight adjustment on our schedule so books like just league of america and super sons will be announced for later this year that were announced for later this year and moving into 2017 so basically if you're a fan of super sons or just league of america you can blame rebirth for being a hit because that's what they're saying, that it was so big a hit that they don't have the urgency to give you a book that you wanted. Fuck you. Fuck you. I rate that new story of fuck you five, Eric. What do you think I, of that? Fuck why, them. Why are you so angry, that's man? It. That's because it's so ridiculous. They announce these books, get people excited, and then come up with this fucking tell the truth. Just say, listen, we don't have creative teams that don't know what the fuck we're doing with these books. Got to make up stories. <sighs> Next one is Rebirth the Hit, Eric. <laughs> this is why <laughs> they don't have the urgency. It's it. They announced the top ten books for the month of July. That's what it was, right? July. Yes. And uh, Rebirth books dominate. Number one, Eric, Justice League number one. Boosh. Followed by Justice League Rebirth number one. I actually make from what we got with these though, it actually makes me angry that these were the top selling books. It does make me angry, but and I'm telling you, we'll like Jeff John's goes. Justice League was never like it. I'm sure it was back when you know New Fifty Two happened, but when we got into the game, it was oh, never number believe one. Believe me, uh, I pray to God. 
that this is like a movie that opens with like a hundred million dollars <laughs> and then the next fucking next week you see that it made 10 million because word of mouth cannot be good the the problem is though is what is the word of mouth for word the, of mouth is everybody loves if it, it if it's us then there'll be problems if it's anybody we talk to or mail us there'll be problems but every else everybody else seems to love it and i don't understand and no. I just i don't understand i really it gets me angry again on the four guys in the comic that guy nova he's like yeah i, I really like what they're doing over there it sounded like Good you stuff. and i'm like yeah you know what i don't i said that it was a natural disaster of a book eric i was very proud of that i oh, stood yeah? up for us i stood up for us because somehow that means standing up for us I don't <laughs> number three book batman number two then number four was civil war two number three Number Get out of here. Three. So right there, yep. The top five are two Batman books and a Justice League book, the two. And DC is laughing all the way to the bank with these right. double shipping. It's it's just it's brilliant. Uh, <laughs> then you get Nightwing Rebirth number one, Civil War two number four, New Superman number one, Eric. Does that shock you? No, not at all. That, there was a lot of hype behind that book. Yeah, I, I'm glad. I like that book. Nightwing number one and Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Corps Rebirth number one. It really. I don't know the weeks they came out or whatever, but it actually does shock me that New Superman is above Nightwing and Hal Jordan, though. Nightwing Rebirth is above New Superman, but uh, Hal Jordan's a big sell. Not as big as New Superman. That's a hit. I'm sorry. I think people are off the Green Lantern hype train. Yeah, I guess. I, it, but then why aren't they off the Justice League hype train already? I know that you can't say that's... I, the, I'm just saying because we had years I'm, and years of terrible Green Lantern books. I just feel like just... Yeah, I guess. I, I People just, aren't interested after all the crossover heavy freaking New 52 stuff. That, that Justice League book is such a piece of crap. <laughs> it really is. It's just not good. I'll tell you, I read next week's issue, Eric, and I don't know, but it might change that for the better or the worse. I don't I'm know not, what that not means. to say, Eric. Stop I'm telling me that. To tell you. You trying I'll to find you. the mail? I'll tell you off. No, I have it right here. Okay. I'm just yapping. Seems like you're stalling. I'm, I'm falling asleep, Eric. It's, we're not even to the books yet. It's Mail with Jim. Hallelujah. It's Mail with Jim. Oh, yeah. It's Mail with Jim. Hallelujah. It's Mail with Jim. Amen. It's Mail with Jim. Hallelujah. It's Mail with Jim. Amen. Let's hear Ah, uh, yes, it's time for the mailer. You love that theme, don't you? Did you leave to go get a drink or something when that's going on? I'm out. You're out. Uh, it is time for the mail, and if you want to be part of the mail, you email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. We read every single mail, no matter how. Podcast oh, has just started sure. hurting my feelings, and that's it. It's all, all of it. For all it. of it. All it is for. We get done. I, it's been hours and hours, and I just have to cry myself to sleep I, at 5 I, o'clock I, in the morning. I, I threw the gauntlet out to Mike that I wanted a books song, and it'll be like, <laughs> books, books, we got the books. We don't want Eric Shea. No. Like I don't even know what. Uh, actually, if he's going to do it, I want it to uh, – uh, looks that kill, uh, b- the books that something, books that thrill. They got the books that thrill. How about that? 
I don't know. I had something this week, and I can't remember what it was now. I think Books That Thrill is a good one. Get on it, Mike. The first mail is from Wheezy, and Wheezy writes us with the subject line, Rebirth Overload. Oh, no. Hi, Jim and Eric. Apologies if this starts off as a bit of a wine rant. Please feel free not to read it as it's a bit lengthy. Ah. No, You know the rules. I would have phoned the hotline, but international call rates would buy me another Rebirth title. That's true. I told you that earlier. Of the week that some of these uh, guys would probably call in, but they'd have to pay. Who yeah, to pay? I never even thought about that. Yeah, I don't I think call strategy, anybody. I think the strategy for double shipping was a good move for DC. On the whole, that being said, it has left me losing out on certain titles due to the volume of issues being released per month. Sadly, I could not commit. And this is what I'm saying about when a Blue Beetle comes out. There's already people who are struggling to figure out what books they're going to drop or whatever. Oh, yeah, Little Eric Shea would already have his mind set. These books are going to be fucked. Sadly, I could not commit to certain titles, which I would have otherwise picked up if they were monthly. Fortunately, I have your podcast that got me through the titles, which ones are worth picking up. Don't trust us. (laughs) To further compound the problem, there's a crossover event in Batman Nightwing Detective soon. If you read one of these books, you'll need to pick up all four extra books to enjoy this. Worse still, these books are what I would consider the flagship titles, so they do not need the boost in sales. And whichever way you look at it, it has only been three months since Rebirth. Is that enough time for these books to bed themselves improperly? It, it is true. That is bullshit. It really is. It, it'd be nice if they kind of put all – they're not going to do this because of money – but it'd be nice if they do like a Robin War book, but in the same time put the other books, you know, a little hiatus for the month and just do this Monster Men as a one, a four issue deal where these people could just buy that instead. They're not going to. It doesn't make absolutely not. It doesn't make financial sense. But the problem is, is you're going to be telling a story where because of how you've set up these uh, double shipping deal, uh, a lot of people aren't going to buy all the issues. And do I you consider, see, do you consider Nightwing a flagship title, though? Uh, I think that what he's calling flagship title is anything they're shipping twice a month. Okay. So they are, they're considering it them, you know, to me, if they ship it twice a month, they're considering it a flagship title. So, so is he. And all of those books are all shipping twice. So you're going to have to pick and choose and it is bullshit. This is something that, uh, we do not have to deal with because of our situation. So I used to have to work overtime to get all my books. Yeah. Yeah. And p- some people don't have that option. Yeah. Some people actually have a family, Eric. A family. What idiot do that to themselves? On my point about losing out on titles, there are a few characters that I would like to have explored, but double shipping has prevented this. He wanted to get Deathstroke, Suicide Squad, Harley Quinn. He appreciates she is uh, big right now, but is double shipping necessary for these books? I actually uh, don't think that it is. I don't think Deathstroke is, or Harley Quinn has always been a huge seller for why not do that one. Yeah, the, the Deathstroke yeah. should be a monthly in my mind. Yeah, it should be. And Suicide Squad, they're just jumping on the hype. Yeah. They just had a movie, so they're going to. I don't know that that needs it, but boy, they're they're really pushing the suicide hype train where we're going to get a John Ostrander uh, war stories yeah. a single issue later this month. So they're really jumping on that. And really, uh, I can't say anything bad about it because we've been bitching that they haven't done that. So when they do it, I have to give them a little props. Alongside this, there are two Green Lantern books that both ship twice monthly and a Cyborg book scheduled for the same treatment. I understand that they might not all be to my taste, but I would like to have given them a few issues or at least an arc. Maybe not Green Lanterns as GLC lost Army Edge of Oblivion took any enjoyment I had out of the Green Lanterns for me. Uh, I'm telling you, man. <laughs> yeah. And really, we're going 
gonna you're gonna hear about us later because we already talked about uh, the Hulk Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, and it, it's it's irritating me already that they're not giving these new people anything to like from the actual core as well. From my understanding, we are still waiting on a second wave of titles as well. So it is making me even less inclined to dedicate myself to certain titles. Now, again, to, just to prove my point, this is a man, Wheezy, who loves DC Comics, right? Uh-huh. He doesn't even know what books are coming out, and I couldn't. If I said to you, what's the second wave, you were going to give me the books that you can kind of remember oh, that yeah. are coming out, but we don't know. You would say Blue Beetle, Supergirl. I'm saying, honestly, in my wave, uh, we're already in the second wave right now. Yeah, it's, and that's what's weird. This is what I'm saying. People can't get a grip on exactly what like is Like I'm saying, we had the books come out in June, and then some books come out in July. So July, in my yeah, mind, the is the second 52. wave. These, all these books hit. You went, you went going, and then all of a sudden a couple got – we actually would wait because we'd be like, ooh, that book's really doing bad. I bet you that gets canceled, and we knew when books were canceled, the others were immediately announced. Yeah. You don't have any sort of – like then you had all the titles out. Right now we're in this weird gray area of, oh, is that coming out? We even get – people ask us. And we have no fucking idea, and we should know. We I'll look into the stuff. Cyborg, I would think. I, I thought that was a monthly book, not a twice monthly. I don't know. I don't know. No, do I? I did see an ad for it, so I know it's coming up sometime. I'm te- I'm doing the Supergirl book. I had no idea until I saw that it was. I'm like, holy shit, that comes out next week. Yeah. I didn't really is know. Batman Beyond twice monthly, or is that monthly? I don't know. No idea. I don't know. The worry being that I will get on board with some book that are not selling well and they will get cut quick and fast, which leaves me in the catch-22 position. The other thing, well, really, like uh, Wheezy said, the flagship titles, what you would call quote-unquote flagship titles are the ones shipping twice monthly. I want to see where that progression happens, where, say, an Aquaman just pushed back to, to a, month. a monthly, yeah. where, to me, it, it's weird I don't know that that people aren't going to treat that as if when we hear a book has been canceled. You know what I mean? Yeah, almost like if something can- like they're off now. Okay, this is yeah. a monthly book. It's not a fucking important. That's what I'm saying. That's I wonder if that's going to happen because we see that they could announce, hey, listen, uh, book A is going to be canceled in 30 issues from now. Yeah. And people will still bail then. It's when they hear something is going wrong, the ship is sinking, and they're fucking getting off. They're they're jumping with the they're rat. fucking Billy Zane all the time. I have a child. Yeah, yeah, that's what they're doing. Uh, but yeah, he says uh, that would it will leave him in a catch twenty two position. For example, I'm better off to continue reading the main titles: Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, etc. As DC will never cancel these because they will never be canceled. It's safe to commit to these again. That is and honestly true. Justice League as well. But if it's, that's only if you like Justice weird. League. Where um, this is kind of wheezy is kind of giving me an idea of something because when they announced the say Batman was twice monthly, one of the positives that people were saying, I think I even said on the podcast, the positive of that was you are getting a book that's going to sell over a hundred thousand twice a month. Yeah, that extra hundred thousand books that you wouldn't be getting otherwise, you can use that money. To say, okay, we can experiment with these books then, because if this book only makes 10,000, it doesn't matter because we've made up all that money with all these other books, but it, it doesn't work out that way because like Wheezy's saying, why even commit to these other books? that you know won't sell, that are going to get canceled, especially something that comes out. Like, say, uh, New Superman, the sales go down, and they're at 8,000. That is just once a month, 
and you're going to bail you, because that will be canceled any time, and it will be canceled a million times over before a Batman, Superman, or Wonder Woman gets canceled. Are you telling and me I shouldn't even read Blue Beetle? I, yeah. I think that's what Weezy's telling you. That it's, you're already jumping on a sinking ship. That ship's sinking while it's in port. It Poor is Jaime. trouble. But yet, it could be an awesome book. We uh, don't know yet. We'll to. see. I thought the last Blue Beetle was awesome, but that guy. But canceled. you would guess, really, you would guess that the books that they have decided are just once a month are already the ones that they do not have a lot of faith in. But it's weird because Batgirl's one of them. And yeah. you would think, but again, will they have a time? Say Batgirl out of nowhere sells 120 million every issue. Does that mean they'll push that to twice a month? You know what I, I mean? I think it's kind will of it go the opposite way. Well, so that's what they did to Harley. Yeah. Yeah, and then fucking went back on it without announcing anything. But yeah, I wonder if it'll go that other way. It's very odd. But I was just reading this back, and it may sound like a a tinge about a whinge about lack of comic book money. But I personally feel some of these books may have been better off with just the monthly treatment in terms of prices for the audience, but also quality of the actual book. I have since dropped Wonder Woman almost immediately as it's two stories, not much of a reason, but with the way things are, if it does not hook me in from the start, it's off my pull list. And some didn't even make it. Justice League Aquaman, among others. So, yeah, he's already dropping books. Damn. I hope I'm not alone in this feeling, and it sounds negative when it's really a great time to be a DC fan. It is. I, I like. It's it's funny. I I say that to me, Justice League is the worst book of Rebirth so far. Yeah. Uh, the others, even when I don't like an issue, I'll tell you again, I did not really like Deathstroke, but yet I still like it better than ninety percent of the books I was reviewing at the end of the New Fifty Two. Yeah, so even true. the bad books, I I like. I don't know. At this point, I think I would have dropped Green Lanterns at this point, though. Really? Um, well, I as much said, as I like Green Lantern, too. Little spoiler alert. Uh, later, I will say that uh, Superwoman, I probably would not have continued with. Yeah. If that was something that I was going. It just doesn't interest me that much. Um, I'm trying to think of other books. Justice League, I would have dropped. That's um, a shame, too. I don't know. And it's so weird, too, because I think that Action Comics would have been out. Yeah, uh, and I'm telling you, I was really excited about and that. I would have, dro- and I actually think this week would have been it. You know what I mean? That I would have been. Okay, you know what? I, I'm seriously. There's got in my mind. I've actually talked to people on the site about it too. We're in this far. We have to complete at least this story I, arc. It's so weird because, because what we you're need saying some is payoff. how I would, Yes, I would have justified myself. This would have been like one of those, like you know, even you stop smoking, like yeah. that. Just one more. Ah, oh, just one more. And finally, you, <laughs> you have to get to the point where you just cut loose I'm and addicted. get on with it. Yeah. And I would, with Action Comics, I was not as big a fan as the first issue as you were. Yeah. I liked the second one a little more, but that, it, not even that much. But after three issues, then four, nothing's happening. I'd be like, you know what? Though it would have driven me nuts because I would have stopped it. And then somebody would have said something like, oh, man, you should have, oh, God damn it. Because I'm, I'm insane like that. Five but, minutes after you left, the Dixie Chicks showed up. Yeah, yeah, really. That's the Olsen <laughs> twins. Thanks for the po- thanks for the podcast. And I would say you guys are the hardest working in the industry, but Jim hates that. He does. It gets me so depressed. To piss off as many creators as you do, you guys are definitely the most respected in the comic book podcast realm. Your only British fan left, Wheezy. (laughs) And it it happened again this week where I really enjoyed Detective Comics, and I will continually send it to James Tynan, the tweet for that. 
he will not touch that with a fucking 80 foot pole i see people i gave it you know a good enough score i see people who gave it way less of a score and he's like thanks a lot you you're such a great fan there's me i'm out on a fucking raft by myself trying to find my way home eric (laughs) find my way home it's depressing i don't like when people hate us it's all time down here and that's the weird thing i don't even have that sound anymore now i'm depressed (laughs) I'm so depressed. The thing is, like, that is a um, – some people use that as their, like, their Inspiration? Cult. Yeah, and, like their, their oh, whole Oh, okay. Thing. Now you're saying, you know oh, they, everybody hates us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that they, they're so happy about that. I yeah, know I what like yell about. I hate it. I hate that these people don't like us. I even – I don't know. I actually – I there's times, and I know you have the same thing, where you write a review – and you think it is like the greatest written thing you've ever written. You know what I mean? Like you're like in my reviews in Eric Shea's world, this is a masterpiece. You're like, I hit every joke. <laughs> I freaking did this. And plus you love the book. And plus and I pointed like, out something that was so oh, obscure yes. in the background. I'm like, yes. nobody else is going to pick you're up on this. And I'm telling you, I kind of had that today. With my Dungeons and Dragons thing, I am going on about how this book isn't just a comic book, but it, it, it mirrors a campaign of Dungeons and Dragons that only people who played the game would yeah. know. And what, what these comic book people, and I saw them, they gave it a bad review. And I'm, oh my God, these comic book people who don't understand that this isn't a setup issue. This is a standard part of a D&D campaign when the guys get together and they talk and I'm going on and on. I tweet this out and the guy just, he doesn't even retweet it or they retweet it with nothing and it it kills me (laughs) like really i thought this guy was going to be like this guy gets it something (laughs) fucking praise nobody praises me remember that time when uh robert venditti like said this guy has a great voice to him one of your reviews and i was like you fucking asshole nobody ever likes my reviews the, these creators, nobody gives me like the, hey, man. Honestly, I took it as him being sarcastic, so. Yeah, I do, too. But, yeah, <laughs> I got this Jim Zub. I, I, I'm telling you, I thought that I'd be Ralphie. I thought I'd be fucking with, woo, everybody cheering for me. I'm on Pick shoulders. On the shoulders, yeah. No. I got Steve it. Subs yeah, did sure. something. I get, but that just shows you how desperate I am for, for acceptance there. Say, though, didn't Steve Zub do something? No, he retweeted it. That's it. But he and he said retweeted something. it like no, but he retweeted it like on his version of a retweet, so we don't even see it. <laughs> I thought that this guy was going to show up at my house, offer me a hand job, and I would have accepted it. That's well, how much. There I you go. You always expect people to come over and give you hand jobs. Well, it hasn't happened yet. It's not going to happen, happen, baby. These guys aren't from Quakertown, Eric. They do <laughs> not want to, you know, end up here. I don't know. Uh, freaking, I just want acceptance. Chisanga is going to give us acceptance. Chisanga's next with, hey, Jim and Eric, you see, I'm down now. I'm very depressed, but. Where's I, the leprechaun? I, I set it up, Eric. Here we go. Who else in the leprechaun say yeah? Yeah! yeah. yeah. That's damn right, Eric. Are you ready now? I am ready. Have fun. Oh, oh I'm down. That is inappropriate. Oh, no, Eric, what happened? I thought we were in. I really thought we what were in. What you do to us, you this fucker. This is how we do it. All right, let's go. Uh, Here we go. This is for Jim. This is how we do it. I think this is how we do it. We just piss people off and we get one tip. Everybody hates Creators, boys in Ivy League, ourselves. And I always say that. You don't, you don't love other people. It's because you don't love yourselves. Chisanga says, hey, Jim and Eric. 
After reading All-Star Batman, all I have to say is fuck Alfred. He needs to either die or retire. Have Julia return from wherever the hell she is and take him back to England. I just want him to die. I really do. And it's so funny that that All-Star Batman, him shooting, oh, spoilers, spoilers. Him down the Batwing. That's the least of my issue. Yeah, no, that, I don't have an issue with that because I no. think it's going to lead to something. Yeah, I think it will lead to something. He's just a dick. Yeah. It's not he, leading to anything. Not, I'm saying he's not shooting dick. down the Batwing just because he's a dick in this. Everything he yeah. says in the regular Batman series is the fucking dickest thing you could possibly think of at that point in time. I will announce right here, Eric. But British. Next week's Batman. I have read it. God damn it. And I'm you can't tell us you, nothing. It has the my favorite thing that is ever in anything Batman. That's all I'm going to tell you. My favorite thing. All right. Boom. I can barely tolerate his dickishness in Batman, but this is the camel that broke the straws back to me. Also, Bruce needs to really confront him over getting shoulder pads. That's Troy. And that other kid, uh, the other kids killed in We Are Robin. I was also confused by Harvey with the veil because I thought that Batman was flying with Deadshot. <laughs> I, I've seen a lot of people think that as well. Um, the camel that broke the straw. Yeah. Chisanga, right. did you're making fun of Chisanga. I didn't say that. I read it the right way. You're making fun of Chisanga. No, you didn't write, read it the right way. Yeah, I did. The the camel that broke the straw's back. That's what it is. <laughs> the straw that broke the oh, camel's the back. Yeah, well, he said the camel that broke the straw's back. Well, I read it how he said it. <laughs> He's That is a twist and turn that he I didn't see coming. Or. Porsche. Chisanga is from what we think is New Zealand. You think they have a camel there? You think he's ever seen a camel, Eric? I don't know if I've ever seen a camel. He didn't say anything like that's the the freaking varmint that broke the wallaby's tail. And he'd know what he's talking about. You make it funny. And I wouldn't. I, I read it how it was said. I tried to fix it. <laughs> I wasn't fixing it well enough. The next one, thank you, Chisanga. Don't listen, Eric. He's a dick. The next one is Maddie D. Maddie I D think said, he just meant it as a joke, honestly. No, I think that maybe he. I think that Chisanga writes these very quickly and just boom, he sends them off. Maddie D says, "Keep up the nonsense." I listen for the nonsense. That's what he says. I'm desperately trying to get to my sounds here. <laughs> That's what you get, Maddie D. You get that. No, there's more nonsense. This issue, this issue, this episode. I don't know what I'm saying. And F Walmart, I will go out of my way to have diarrhea in Walmart. So he will actually, what you should do is come to Quaker Town and go to that fucking Chinese buffet. You will have diarrhea within five minutes, and the Walmart is right across the parking lot. He says, I hate that place. I'll crap everywhere in a stall at Walmart. <laughs> so anybody, I, if you live near Maddie D, don't go to Walmart. You, you I, can I can't crap in a public place. Uh, the one time I was eating at a place in my old work, we went to lunch, and my buddy Pete and Jay, we, we, the three of us went to lunch, and Pete was so upset because somebody came out of the bathroom of this place and said, excuse me, ma'am, there is still fecal matter on the walls in there. And the whole thing was, <laughs> Pete was not upset that there was fecal matter. It was that there was still fecal matter. <laughs> I, and I don't know if he thought that the fecal matter had been there for weeks. If the per- like, why would it somebody go to the bathroom twice in one visit? You know what I mean? We really sat there and talked about it because you really don't go to the bathroom three times during yeah. a visit unless the well, woman He was making got- a day of the buffet. Well, maybe the lady went in. Saw the diarrhea or the crap, the fecal matter is what you call it, on the wall. And then came out and said, excuse me, ma'am, there's fecal matter on the wall in there. Uh, 
I really have to go to the bathroom, but I will hold off. I'm going to eat some more food. I'll go in there later. <laughs> and then when she went in later, there was still fecal matter. Pete was so upset we had to leave. In the middle of the meal, we had to leave. I don't know if he was going to freaking throw up in his mouth or whatnot. He was so disturbed by that. It was so funny. I laughed. Uh, but yeah, thank you, Matty D. Just go to Walmart and shit all you want. Shit all over it. Shit on everyone. Don't Brian from Arkansas is next. Brian from Arkansas. And Brian from Arkansas, uh, his subject line, Eric, is Joel Jones for Batgirl. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. He says, hey, Jim Werner Brothers and Eric Shea Butter. Wouldn't it be incredible if Joel Jones was the artist on Batgirl? Yeah. I'll tell sure. you. Usually, Brian, it's Fast and Furious. It, he's not as many questions this week, but it's still, you know, rapid fire. <laughs> Where is Hawkman? Thanagar. Yep. He's also going to get that book. So that'll be coming out soon. Him and Adam Strange. Or Hawkgirl, for that matter. Thanagar. Where is Hawkgirl? Legends of Tomorrow and in the Injustice book. There you go. Why don't they have titles? That's funny. I looked at this. I'm like, why don't they have titties? <laughs> well, Hawk Girl does. Yes. Uh, Hawkman, if he gets out of shape, he might now. He and wants they don't, titles. And they don't have titles because that Hawkman book was terrible. Yeah. I love Hawkman. I read all that series. I wanted to that, like it. I couldn't. Hawkman book was the camel that broke the straw's back, Eric, for all of Hawkman fans. Are you making fun of Chisanga? No, I'm not. You were being a dick. Why does the Martha scene in Batman v Superman get so much shit? Because it's ridiculous. Because it's ridiculous. I agree. It's ridiculous. So hey, I, hey, my mom's name's Martha. My mom's name's Martha too. That thing. means we're super friends. I'll go back to uh, I'll go back to my man Pete. My man Pete that I talk about a lot. We found out years after becoming friends that we had the same birthday, and it made us more friends. But that is something I told you this at work. Yeah. And then we both agreed that is something that a seven year old yep. thinks is cool. Like if you're at at school and you find out that you have the same middle name as a guy, for some oh. reason when you're seven, that means something. That Damn means right. like, you know, fate has hit you. Also, by the time you are the age of Batman and Superman, that shit doesn't play with another dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, I would come up to you and you'd be like Hey, Jim, we have the same birthday. Was, Who the fuck cares? Fuck you. You know what? We did do, kind of do that, though. Our dads have the same birthday. They do. But we just laughed at that. Actually, you dad. Hey, our dads have the same birthday. Next thing I know, we were fucking standing 69. It led <laughs> to that. That's what happened. That's what happens. But, yeah, that Martha scene in Batman v Superman was just fucking ridiculous. Why did you say that name? Yeah, it was so ridiculous. It's what? his mother's name. What? <laughs> Mommy! Wouldn't it be great if there was a background movie? Yeah. Yeah, I'd like them. Who would play Barbara? Jenna Emma Malone. Stone, maybe? Jenna Malone. Who? Oh, I thought you said Jenna. Uh, I thought you, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Jenna a, Malone. Jenna Malone. What a Malone? Did you say what a Malone? No. Well, I say I'm that. pretty tired, so I'm going to go to bed now. <laughs> All said, right. It's like Homer when he wrote that love note to Mars. <laughs> oh, no, no, he just keeps going. Thanks for the great reviews and entertaining podcast. Good fucking bye. Brian Weston from Conway, Arkansas. You can bye, go Brian. Visit. I want him to give us the address next time, and you can go visit him. The next email is from Dancing Mike. Oh, shit. Dancing Mike says, hi, everybody there at Weird Science Comics. Can you write a goddamn biography? Weirdoutloud.com. Jim, Derek, Ronnie, and Chip, and hello, mother. There he goes. 
him, and he doesn't like you, Eric. He is not Team Eric. So I went to my local comic. Go to the bathroom while you read this. Hey, I went to my local comic shop this week to pick up the books on my pull list: Wonder Woman, Earth Two, Society. Hey, don't judge. And Detective Comics. And the owner had also pulled All-Star Batman for me. I can't actually fault him for this. I could. You have a pull list. You know what's coming out. What's he doing? Next thing he's putting Rocket Raccoon in there. Since I get Batman Detective Comics background Batman Beyond there, he probably assumed I would want to go get All-Star also. But I let him know that I'm not a fan of Scott Snyder. So no, I will not be getting All-Star Snyder Master Bateman. Master Batman. You like that or did you actually go to the bathroom? I think he went to the bathroom. So I wrote the following <laughs> comments before I heard the Spotlight podcast. I'll follow up my thoughts on what I heard on the Spotlight. Jim, can I call you Jim? No. Okay, then. Mr. Werner, I know you said you liked the first issue of All-Star Batman, but I don't want to get invested in anything by Snyder because after Court of the Owls, here is every Snyder story arc. Now, this is what he wrote, I believe, before he listened to us talk on the Spotlight. Batman is totally self-absorbed dick who works without any assistance from sporting characters unless they are ones that Snyder has either created from whole cloth or resurrected from obscurity and completely reimagined. Are you lighting up? No, I'm playing with my clawful He-Man action figure. It sounded like you were lighting up. and you He's got claw action. Oh, all the while totally ignoring or alienating his long-term allies and or family members. Along the way, there are ridiculous ideas that are completely alien to anything remotely resembling Batman, like memory restoring machine, and the attack of the 27 clones introduced in the Snyderverse continuity. We also go through Batman's historic rogues gallery, randomly ruining villains because God knows that all of Snyder's reimagined origins are far superior to what made these characters classic in the first place. A story arc that could probably be wrapped up in six or eight issues gets stretched to 16 issues, and the ultimate payoff to all of the time invested is another fucking ambiguous non-ending. And whatever changes Snyder decides to make in his book... Fucks with the continuity and all the other books, such as Robo Bunny Gordon as Batman taking out the Detective Comics story arc at its knees. I really hope that Snyder and DC can keep All-Star pretty much separate from the other bad titles so his suck doesn't rub off of them. Okay, he said this before listening to the spotlight. <laughs> Jesus it's really, Christ. It's really what I said during the ending when I yelled that I wish that this that all-star batman would have been out of continuity his own thing so he didn't fuck around so then he says so after hearing the spotlight podcast i had the following reactions <laughs> well rebirth as a whole isn't a reboot every time snyder decides to take on another character it's a reboot of that character because snyder doesn't give a fuck about continuity or legacy despite his claims to the contrary yes we believe you snyder because you don't fucking lie in interviews all the time or anything yeah year zero isn't a new origin story at all i have such great respect for year one blah blah fucking blah and i wrote this before i heard jim basically say the same thing on the spotlight podcast if they would just keep snyder stuff out of continuity i wouldn't have a problem with that but dc has decided that snyder has carte blanche to fuck anything and everything up he wants which is well just about everything from and from what i heard it sounds like snyder is already reimagining uh which is what most people refer to as fucking up more villains already and i know that he's been talking quite a while about being really excited at the prospect of taking two faces pants down and giving them the unlube brazers treatment yes brazers is it yes that, brazers uh, how why do you think it's that cuz it's double z yeah i don't know i've always heard it actually said on the site cuz that is a site yeah right? brazers i th- always thought it was brazers huh. I think you are wrong. So, no, I'm not getting all-star Batman. Now, 
Get the air horn ready. Here comes the nonsense. Best oatmeal flavor. I used to like apple cinnamon until I discovered something even better. I make regular oatmeal, the kind that comes in the big old cylinder container, cylindrical container, and then add my own cinnamon to it before and after I microwave it. I end up with a little oatmeal in my cinnamon, and it's fucking delicious. So go buy some plain oatmeal, head down the spice aisle for some cinnamon, and have a party in your mouth. But I don't like cinnamon. cinnamon. Yeah, I like brown sugar. Me too. I like. I bet your kids would like it too. My least favorite part of apple cinnamon when I was a kid was all the damn apples. It's the only part I liked. About living in Santa Carla that I could never stomach all the damn vampires. Damn right, Grandpa. What the fuck is Derek talking about when he says this is how we do it reminds him of a middle school dance. That song was released when I was like 26. That Derek must be some kind of retarded. Uh, the thing is, not everybody's the same age as you, and it was released in 1995 when I was in seventh grade. So yes, middle school. No, not for me. Now, last week, my email closing was from Thundar, and while I wasn't trying to fool you because I figured Mr. Warner would know Thundar, being closer to my age than that young whippersnapper, Derek, I was wondering if you could identify the origins of my previous email closing. Uh, I'm going to the bathroom now. Handy dandy list below. My first email closing was Nightwatch uh, Oath from Game of Thrones, which you correctly identified, although you don't watch the show. Yeah, that one I looked up. These others are so easy. They're like softball. Next one was this for us older folks. Keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. And yes, Eric, that is Casey Case. Sure that, is. Know that, and here it is. Keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. That was his last one, too. That was his final uh, really? sign-off. Yeah. I used to, I'm telling you, Casey Kasem, I have it written here. He was one of my early heroes when I would hear it. He has the greatest voice of radio, and I used to love it. I, I used to always listen to the America's Top 40 and listen to it all the time, and I love Casey Kasem. And then I heard that fucking rant that he went on. You ever hear that? No. I was actually going to get it. Oh, my God. Look up Casey Kasem rant. We'll listen okay. to between things. I'll even put it in the podcast. It is so good. He gets mad because he's like, they're, they're going from a fun bit into a story about a dead dog, and he fucking goes nuts. He fucking gets so angry. And then he says, and yet again, damn, I'm old there. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, that. And then he says, next, he took to Farmer's Boulevard, Eric. And right. Farmer's Boulevard, right off the bat. He didn't even have to say anything else. I knew what he was getting at. And he says, that is the, I'm looking at the wires behind the cassette. And now I'm on the right, standing on the eject. And that is one of my favorite songs. Here it is. My radio, believe me, I like it loud. I'm the man with the rocks that can rock the crowd. Walking down the street to the hardcore there we go. That is I Can't Live Without My Radio by LL Cool J, which was one of my favorite scenes in the movie Crush Groove, where he goes he goes into the, the um, dorm room of Rick Rubin, and they're like, they're done hearing any sort of songs. They're, they're done for the day. And he's like, no, man, you got to listen to this. Freaking Jam Master J, I think, was about to kill LL. In fact, that was the thing I asked when I got to talk to uh, DMC. I asked why DMC was so goddamn mad at LL Cool J in that movie. And he said, man, he, he was mad because we were done. The day was done. We had already tried out everyone. Of course, LL blew him away with that. He's awesome. LL, that, that first radio album is so fucking good. I love LL. He's so good. But then he says, uh, the next one he went across the pond to visit the birth country of Mr. Where's Werner's. nonsense 
Yeah, he's just saying these are all things that he ended his podcast or his mails with that Mm -hmm. we never addressed before. And this one was the uh, you've grown so grown. Now I must say more than ever, things around here change. And that is Come on, Eileen by Dexie's Midnight Runners. Did you know that? No, I did not. Yeah, that is Come on, Eileen. That was a huge hit. Huge hit. You weren't listening to that at your middle school dance. It was 10 years old by then. And finally, from the finest films ever made, the immortal words of Master Tang, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. I wonder where my glove will go. You know what that is, right? No. You don't? Master no. Tang? That sounds familiar. I can't place it off the top of my head. Yeah. I actually didn't even look to see because I thought you would know. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know. So he got us on that one. I'll have to look it up then. And then the last he ends this one with the uh, immortal words of George Michael from the song Faith. Well, I guess it would be nice if I could touch your body, Eric. I know not everybody. I sing this to you at work. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I actually have that in a karaoke version that I was going to sing to you. I'm not going to do it now. Oh. I'm not going to do it. You want to hear it? I no, really I do thought not. you'd know who Master Tang was. It sounds familiar. I just don't know off the top of my head. I'm going to look. I'm sitting here floating oh, trying to pee. But it was. I just, it's fucking Kung Pao. You didn't see it. You wouldn't oh. know. Yeah, you didn't see that. I love. Sure, Kung I didn't watch Kung Pao after you told me to. No, you never. I thought I didn't watch a shower and soccer. I was so thinking it was something else, but yeah, that's that's Kung Pao. I love Kung Pao's the best. Freaking, they call me Betty. That's the bad guy. He's so good. All right, you, you don't want to hear me sing you some little. No, no, no. Like that. I'm not gonna do it. We're gonna move on. This is too much nonsense. Because we're going to move on to Alex M, whose uh, subject line was, what is wrong with Jody? I wish I knew. It's so funny. I, I wish it said, what the fuck is wrong with Jody? <laughs> Sup, Jim and Eric. I've noticed recently you two have been talking more about the different colorists and their impact on individual issues. Did we? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Do you guys have a <laughs> favorite colorist? Uh, what is your- Andrew Dollhouse. I know. I like Andrew Dollhouse as well. I know you were big on uh, Marcelo Maialo. Yes, but I have not been able to uh, see his shit shine in Batman Beyond. That he's I'm telling you, Juan Ferreira, I know he doesn't want to hear it. God damn, he's a good colorist. Yeah. He's a good artist, penciler as well, but fuck, I love his colors. Yeah, I like Andrew Dollhouse. I like Hi-Fi. I, I like a lot of guys. Usually, I, unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, I usually notice the colorist either if they kick complete ass or if they fucking bomb. And not many bomb. No. Yeah. Like you said, even Maialo, my Marcelo Maialo, you really like, but in Batman Beyond, he hasn't been able to, to shine. So that's when I kind of notice it. But he says, uh, it's been a while since I wrote, and that's mostly been getting burned out by my own cardboard factory. It's a famous fruit company that I'm not really supposed to talk about. <laughs> it, it, what is it? Chiquita Bananas? What the, the hell freaking, who, what is the company that does freaking, uh, like, what would be a famous fruit company? I have no idea. I don't eat fruit. I don't either. I know Chiquita Bananas. What's I, I, I go to a freaking pineapples. Uh, I don't know. There's, I'm a Dole. Dole. It has to be Dole, right? I, I don't what know. is it, secret? Why can't he say who it is? We, what, we don't gets say out? what our work is. Yeah, but we don't say it because we don't, we're embarrassed. <laughs> we don't want people searching us out. It's a famous fruit company. It's famous for a reason because people get out. They find We find out Alex M's there at the Chiquita Banana Company going around like Carmen Miranda. Maybe he has to dancing. sign some kind of disclosure for him. I don't know. I don't know. 
understand. Anyways, I'm having some hard times keeping with rebirth schedule. I take a, a breath and all of a sudden I'm already behind like two issues. Even though I'm close to a bunch of comic shops, only one really goes out of its way to order enough rebirth to go around. Currently, I'm picking up Superman, Detective Comics, Green Lanterns, and most likely Hellblazer. He really liked the rebirth issue. Yeah, and yeah. I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence to start picking. That's another one. Like we were talking, I'd be, I, I would never have even gotten Hellblazer if I actually was buying these books and we didn't have a site where we reviewed them. I would have just let that one go. I never would have even picked up that rebirth. Uh, I am on the fence to start picking Wonder Woman Year One, Red Hood, and Superwoman. I'll also have to wait to see what happens with Batman Beyond. Here is my take on what I pick up. Superman, while it's had its problems, there has been an overall shift in both story quality and legacy building that we can only hope lasts longer than one reboot cycle. I'm really enjoying Pat Gleason's art. Boy, does that guy love skulls. I thought his run on Robin was absolute shit. So did I. It was mostly due to his story writing, not complimenting his own art. But now I think he's returning back to form the same way Superman has. Detective Comics, this is my favorite one so far. Tynan has really come together for this one. I feel like anybody who was reading the New 52 in its first couple of years has seen the progress this man has made in his storytelling ability. I actually agree. I still remember Red Hood and the Outlaw story he put out that while, while quite flimsy, showed promise for me, has got better with each reread. I know the guy can be kind of dialogue heavy and sometimes real heavy. See, Constantine the Hellblazer. He keeps it interesting, plus you gotta love the return of Batwoman. Then he goes Green Lanterns. While this book gets some hate, and a lot of people don't like Sam Humphreys, I believe he has what it takes to get this book going. What do you think, Eric? I, I've given up on it pretty much this To point. me, he delivered one of the best tie-ins in 2015, Secret Wars with Planet Hulk, and I also really enjoyed his run on Avengers AI. I think there is a lot to be done for Jessica and Simon, who both don't really have fully developed characters. But here is a major pet peeve. The ending to every other book has turned into some of the most unimaginative overused teasers with not payoff. Also, if you haven't been listening... Uh, it's also these uh, un- unimaginative and overused teasers have included guys who should be dead. Well, I'm saying, keep reading. They're all dead. What's that? Keep reading. I'm talking about the goddamn pose the Red Lantern's making those final pages only for them barely to show up in the next issue. Really sick of it starting to think that they wind up shitting all over Soul's Red Lantern run. Like I said, I still have faith in the guy. He really doesn't say. He just I don't even know that he knows that they are dead and supposed to be dead. He's well, that's just, what happened in Soul's Red Lantern run. Yeah, no, I'm I'm just saying that he's just throwing these Red Lanterns out there yeah. to be cheap uh, thrill at the end. I don't think he's alluding that they were supposed to be dead. I Like I said, I think that he's saying they're using him as a trinket to get you involved in the next issue. Right. Now I know you're not going to talk about the Flintstones. Let me tell you, it's fucking great. Fred is a lot less angry and more unsure about what the hell this world is all about. In the last issue, we got, a, got to see this invention called a television meet the new God Gerald. And find out how useless crap can be. I don't know. It can be uh, useless crap can be part of everyday bedrock life. Also, selling them vitamin pills can be a bitch unless you're Barney. There you go. What do you think of that, Eric? I don't read Flintstones. That was part of that. Remember I told you I flipped through it and it looked like it was a lot about uh, religion. Yeah, you did tell me that. Finally, I got to say that a couple of Jody Cordona's lists are kind of bullshit. He does the top five, Eric. 
I am talking about not including Under the Red Hood as one of the top five DC animated movies or Red Hood Arsenal in the top five DC bromances because he hates Red Hood. Look, I understand this opinion, but his hate for one character shouldn't be the single thing that overlooks quality or history. Maybe you guys can talk to him and by that get his mom to betray and get his ass to a warehouse in North Africa and you know the rest. <laughs> he wants the Joker to kill him. Anyways, keep up the hard work. Written and lettered by Alex M. He's mad about Jody. You get on top of that, Alex. I ain't talking to him. Yeah, I'm not going to ruin anybody's good time. (laughs) Here's the deal. Just don't read the list, I guess. (laughs) Or in the comments, say, that's bullshit. I think he does already. That's bullshit. Here's the real list, and then I'll read that list. Manship is next. He says, Hardy's is the shit. Hey, bros, you mentioned Hardy's last week. Gave me flashbacks to the good old days. I'm guessing that you've experienced a Frisco burger, Mr. Jim. Yes, I am. It's a little past the time that I worked there, but I did on a vacation. Hardee's reigned king during my time spent in Indiana growing up. If you ask me, they have the best fries. Sadly, most Hardee's are now closed in Indiana and here in Michigan and here in Pennsylvania. During my Hardee's addiction, a certain hard rock song also reigned supreme. It was Mother by Danza. Do you have a Warner edition of the song yet? I, I could do that one. I'll do that one later. What's better than Danzig? Danzig fighting. Well, more like him getting knocked out, so they say. I believe that is uh, more of a slip ball when the bigger guy spins Danzig around with his momentum. And he has a video to this. I didn't, I've didn't. i never seen this video of you. No. I think Manship, like in his uh, deal, he uh, this is a big video of Danzig getting knocked out. I always thought that Danzig was a big guy. Uh, then I saw him in one time. He didn't look so big anymore. And maybe this was in the non-big part. We all keep patiently waiting each week for you guys to properly pronounce Pontchartrain. Pontchartrain. The only reason I know how to say Pontchartrain is due to living in Louisiana. Lake Pontchartrain was only a canal right away. So next time we hear an Aquaman review, we expect to hear a Pontchartrain. Almost forgot. Ha ha. Pontchartrain. He felt (laughs) me how to say it. And that is Captain Cavemanship. And the final email is from Brandon. And Brandon's subject line is withdrawals from freedom. Oh, and lots and lots of. And I, it got cut off. I think lots and lots of uh, beer and crazy food is probably what he said. Sup, fellas. God damn it. The work week back after vacation is almost always pretty torturous. The adjustment for me this week has been especially horrible, though. Like James Bond getting his balls beaten from Casino Royal type ball. Terrible. All I want to do, I don't even know what that means. I never saw it. All I want to do is just go back to eating garbage food, drinking all day, reading comics, and in general doing whatever the hell I want for another six days in a different location. Yeah, I'm not a James Bond fan. Speaking of food, the two or best anything things I fan. had. What's that? Or anything fan. I like things. I just James Bond, that whole spy thing, it just never, never thrilled me at all. I had the two best things he had on his visit to Atlanta were as follows. One, hangover burger from Little Five Corner Tavern. This was a bacon cheeseburger with a fried egg on French toast bun. Let me tell you, this was the most fantastic burger I've ever had in my life. I'm sure if you tried to replicate this at home, it would be another disaster. I bet. But I would happily trade my girlfriend for another one right now straight <laughs> to uh, I hope she doesn't listen. Number two, the bomb from Delia's Chicken Sausage Stand. This was two chicken sausage patties with egg and cheese on a grilled Krispy Kreme donut. I took this on as mostly a challenge from Reggie. became more and more dumbfounded by my food choices each day I updated. <laughs> and believe it or not, I also fucking love this thing. I was hesitant going in because I remember Jim trashing Krispy Kreme bun on a previous episode. Yeah, you try this at home as well. Uh, I had a disaster of it. I know 
All right, now take this as a lesson and never take food advice from someone who ate butter sandwiches most of their young adult life. I did like the burger uh, on the Krispy Kreme. It's just that we had them too many times, and then the last time it just the thing just fell apart. It was a disaster. Uh, news that isn't news at all, Eric. Dark Knight 3 is delayed, and I mean really, really delayed, he says. I made an unbold prediction that this wouldn't finish until 2018, back in May or so. And with issue 7 now slated with a December 26th release, it looks like I pulled an accidental accidental mumbo-jumbo here. Yeah, it got delayed like three months. Uh, JLA number 9 and 10, which they are still trying to solicit. You remember it was canceled? They don't really cancel it. They just keep re-soliciting it. And it was delayed again. I guess it takes a lot of time to write horrible, shitty stories with ideas nobody wants to bring forward in the rebirth. But you went ahead and did it anyway. Why does this ever need to come out? Yeah, they, they have solicits for that. Now he says with the books, Flash. God damn it. Just as I was getting used to the art style, they go all plain Jane, the shit out of this issue. And now I have new problems all over again. The art sent me on a flashback to the Riddler versus Flash run. And God, that was such hot garbage. The rats are afraid to go near it. Also, Barry, what the fuck are you doing? This isn't the CW. You don't have to reveal your identity to people five minutes after getting to know them. I agree. All-Star Batman. This is another goddammit because I was really praying Alfred wasn't being a dick. And that was something you guys were putting into my head and reaching way uh into but nope i'm wrong fuck why daddy why also i'm calling it now snyder's ending for this is either a lincoln march appearance a joker appearance or just a flat out uneventful ambiguous what the fuck i really I like not. the issue overall actually but i'm hesitant to like it too too much i guess because since death of the family snyder hasn't done much for me personally that's kind of the same with me yeah. just league number two since I didn't get to shit on this title last week, I will today. What the hell is this book supposed to be? The Justice League fights weather and bugs? Maybe they shouldn't have uh, Benjamin Button Darkseid after all this as what happens. It's <laughs> not around to mess things up. DCComicNews.com gave the issue on the previous issue both a 10 out of 10. I have come to the conclusion that this site is run by Brian Hitch and his mom because they are the only two demented enough to like what he's been putting on the page. If I was Tony Daniels, I would walk into the D.C. office and bash a chair over Brian Hitch's head until the common sense came back to him or he was hospitalized so we could, uh, so he could no longer ruin my good name on this title. Okay, that is it until I read all the books next week and get angry again. Good to be back, Brandon, at BMIR3660. Now, I, I, he bashes DCComicsNews.com. I would never do never. like that, Eric. Never. I have never <laughs> sent you their reviews laughing at them never <laughs> never did it in my life did i never ever the, the best thing no what normal person would do something like that nobody would do that no here's the greatest thing there is a guy on that site that i think is a joke eric right <laughs> yes joel was on our site writing things he he had too much going on he was going back to school going back to college and he um so he's like, hey, you know what? I love doing what we're doing, uh, but I can't. I, there's too much, and I, I just can't commit to it, whatever. But I still talk to him now and again. And he messages me. The guy that I think is crazily awful on that <laughs> site ends up being his lab partner in a fucking class in his, in his college. Small-ass world, huh? Crazy. So then I started saying to Joel, tell him this. And I, I really wanted Joel to get a, uh, his phone out and have him uh, record this guy bad-mouthing us. I, I know I'm no rightist, but boy, I'll put my <laughs> shit against this guy. And yeah, go. I don't want to send people to the site, but you could go to that site. Hopefully, you could pick this guy out in a fucking second because I think he's the guy who's been given that Justice League a 10. There it is, Eric. I'm so angry. I lost my voice. I know. I was waiting for it again. <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, yeah, I think he's giving those books a 10. I, I would love to say that he didn't read them, but I think he did, and I don't know what's going on. I think he got hit in the head with a chair. <sighs> Here's Brandon's Marvel Minute, Eric. He's going to talk about the new Vision book by Marvel uh, yes. that I know. He's a big fan. It's a Tom King book. Robert he's, Lewis ain't going to like this. What's that? Robert Lewis yeah, ain't Robert Lewis like thinks this. this is bullshit. You, I think you fast forward about eight minutes, Rob, and then we'll be getting to the books. <laughs> we'll see you then. Hey, how we doing, Weird Science? Uh, this is Brandon back at you with a, another Marvel Minute here. The uh, issue we're going to cover this week is going to be Vision, uh, issue number 10. All right, so we're going to get right into this here. Uh, our writer, as always, uh, Mr. Tom King. Our artist, Gabriel Hernandez-Walta. Uh, we got color artist, Jordi Belair. Uh, and letterer is VC's Clayton Cowles. Uh, just a quick recap, last issue. Um, towards the end there, uh, Vin, who was Vision's son, uh, was playing with the dog, and, and he kind of stumbled into uh, Victor Mancha, who was Vision's uh, created brother uh, via Ultron, um, was kind of spying on them. So, so when Vin kind of discovered this, uh, Victor basically ended up accidentally killing him. Uh, so, so we kind of pick up uh, right where that issue left off, uh, and we have Vision sitting alone in the house, uh, and he is playing with a lighter. Uh, and this lighter was given to him uh, by Captain America earlier. Um, uh, well, not earlier in this series, but earlier in Vision's history. Uh, and it's just kind of a token that he's hanging on to. So he's sitting alone in this room, uh, playing with this lighter, flicking it, closing it, flicking it, closing it. Uh, and you can see he doesn't really have a happy expression on his face, obviously, uh, after everything that's went down. Uh, so we go from Vision stewing alone in a uh, office room um, to walking into the bedroom with his wife, um, and they're both obviously beaten down here at this point. Uh, and Vision mentions to her that that he's uh, run through this situation in his head, you know, uh, a bunch of different times, um, and that he has found the outcome uh, is is not just, uh, and that it must be addressed. So. Um, you know, he, he is, is stating this to his wife and, you know, kind of mentioning how he saved the world 37 times and and she's kind of trying to talk him out of uh, taking action uh, against possibly Victor or the Avengers or whoever. Um, and, and that's how we leave that scene. Uh, we, we go to the next day and we see the visions kind of just sitting around the house, uh, nobody really going anywhere, uh, and they're talking at the table. Uh, we see the dog kind of get up and wander towards the front door. Uh, and as he tries to face through it, uh, we, we see the dog get shocked. Uh, once the dog is shocked, uh, Vision's cell phone rings, and we find out it is the Avengers calling uh, to see what the disturbance was at the house. So from from the clues that we're gathering here, it, it appears because of Vin's death last issue, um, the Vision family is now on lockdown in their house. Uh, the Avengers are keeping a very close eye on them. Um, Vision really finds this to be unfair because uh, aside from what his wife had done in the past, this isn't really anything that they had something to do with. Um, so, so we see Vision and the family again kind of just stewing about this uh, situation. Um, Virginia, who is Vision's wife, goes to the fridge, and, and they kind of find a reminder there 
um, from Vin, uh, and Vision ends up kind of just tossing it away. Um, we see Vision again uh, in a in a room by himself, uh, and he ends up pulling out one of his eyes. He sets it down on the desk and, and pushes this button on top of it, and, and it displays uh, some memories uh, of a conversation he had on the phone with his son, and he can see a hologram of the son acting the conversation out in front of him. Basically, the gist of the conversation between these two is, is Vision was busy, you know, taking care of an Avengers problem. Vin was trying to call him and, and uh, read either some poetry or some lines from a play, and Vision really didn't have much time for him at this point. Um, and we see Vision just feels kind of awful about this. Uh, so when he puts his eye back in and the room is all dark, we just see him sitting there alone again. So this has obviously had, had a profound effect, the death of Vin on Vision. Uh, we go to the final act here of the story, uh, and we see Vision dressed in full Vision garb, uh, his uniform, uh, and we see him open the front door. He ends up taking this lighter given to him uh, by Captain America, which we find out is made of vibranium, to kind of blow the electrical grid around the house that's keeping them trapped inside. Uh, so Vision ends up busting out of the house, uh, and it looks like he is possibly uh, en route to uh, make the situation and how last issue ended now just. So possibly going after Victor uh, to kill him, uh, possibly going after the, uh, the Avengers for imprisoning him and his family. Uh, we're, we're really not given much of a hint as we see him just fly off. Uh, and our final scene is of Tony... Uh, Lady Thor and Nova uh, in the Avengers mansion basically panicking because uh, Vision has escaped and uh, we see Tony and Nova um, kind of discussing the secret weapon they're going to bring out to take care of uh, Vision. My random guess, and this is just a wild theory, uh, since Hank Pym and Ultron have merged, and combined in the Uncanny Avengers book, I have a feeling that's who they're going to end up bringing around to try to either calm Vision down or fight Vision, and and that's maybe going to be our last two issues here because this is only a 12-issue uh, uh, miniseries, and Tom King has two left. So again, the, the book ends on a cliffhanger with the Avengers going to confront Vision uh, for escaping and the Avengers... Uh, kind of having a secret weapon up their sleeves, which we're really not sure what it is. Um, so you know how I do things, guys. I, I let you know to buy it, to borrow it, or to forget it altogether. And just like every other issue of The Vision, um, this is my favorite, one of my favorite books at Marvel, and, and I give it a strong, strong buy. Uh, I would suggest you start at the beginning of the series and go forward, uh, because issue 10 here just has a lot of things that have been building up um, as a result of, of this family vision created and, and just a lot of things, uh, you know, continuity-wise that have been building throughout the story starting to come together. So, uh, again, there's all 10 issues are out. The first trade just came out. So my suggestion is to, to get this if this is something you've been sleeping on uh, and start reading because uh, you'd enjoy it. As far as other Marvel books this week goes, uh, I was on vacation last week, so I'm still trying to catch up. 
Um, the only other buy I would have a suggestion for you guys to get would be uh, Spider-Man number 16, uh, which is going to lead into uh, the new clone saga uh, that is starting, uh, written by Dan Slott, and, and that issue really set up everything nicely um, for the future Spider-Man event coming down the line. Uh, that's really all I got for you this week, guys. Uh, we'll have Marvel Mondays going on. I got about five going up for that day, and I'm going to try to get a Valiant book uh, up for you this weekend if I can squeeze in the time. Um, so if you're looking for me, you got any suggestions of things to review, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, it's at bmur m u r three six six zero. And until next week, back to Jim and Eric. We're up to our long-distance dedication. And this one is about kids and pets and a situation that we can all understand, whether we have kids or pets or neither. It's from a man in Cincinnati, Ohio, and here's what he writes. Dear Casey, this may seem to be a strange dedication request, but I'm quite sincere, and it'll mean a lot if you play it. Recently, there was a death in our family. He was a little dog named Snuggles, but he was most certainly a part of... Let's go start again. From coming out of the record. Play the record, okay? Please. <clears throat> See, when you come out of those up-tempo goddamn numbers, man, it's impossible to make those transitions. And then you got to go into somebody dying. You know, they do this to me all the time. I don't know what the hell they do it for, but goddamn it, if we can't come out of a slow record, I don't understand it. Is Don on the phone? Okay, I want a goddamn concerted effort to come out of a record that isn't a fucking up-tempo record every time I do a goddamn death dedication. Now, make it, and I also want to know what happened to the pictures I was supposed to see this week. This is a god, last goddamn time. I want somebody who uses fucking brain to not come out of a goddamn record that is, uh, that, that's up-tempo, and I got to talk about a fucking dog dying. End of this day. I can still hear that boy hollering after that dog. I can still hear him calling, calling out his name. Cup stage. Cup stage. I still can hear him calling. Are we back? We're back. And we're hitting the meat and cheese of the podcast, the books. We were talking about the meat and cheese getting sponsored by, like, Hillshire Farms. If All we right. had sponsors, yeah. The meat and cheese of the book by Hillshire Farms. Well, you go to HillshireFarms.com and this week's meat and cheese. And, that, you know, we had a selection. We were That's laughing. Amazing. Oh, it'd be so good. Yeah, ring bologna. It's always ring bologna and a, a baby Swiss. It's I want a pepperoni always, stick now. My dad always, ah, that's disgusting. I, me and my kids got that pepperoni stick, and it just tasted like you were eating raw meat. It's you're too much. about everything. Too much. Well, that's the thing. Like, most of the times, though, you have, like, a Slim Jim, which is kind of that or whatever. You don't see a kid walking around with a big old pepperoni stick. because they're expensive. Gnawing at it. <laughs> yeah, it's just this, you know, you have pepperoni, you know, sliced up. Even at the deli, you get it sliced. There's no, like, just sitting there eating it all day. Oh, it was, it was kind of too much for me. Is that the meat and cheese? The meat is the pepperoni. Uh, cheese will be uh, something I don't like, so I'll just throw it out there. Pepper Jack. I'll stay away from it because I'm not a Pepper Jack fan, uh, but we'll go with that. But this is the meat and cheese, the books of the pepper, book pepper. part 
of the podcast, and we would like you to go to our site, weirdsciencedccomics.com, and check out all our reviews there. And I do want to mention, we do get the books in advance, so what we do put these reviews up. Almost all the Rebirth titles go up at uh, midnight on Wednesday. Midnight Wednesday morning, they hit. And so if you wanted to go, if you're somebody who's like, oh, I checked their, their reviews out, but they usually don't put them up by Friday, you get there early. Boom. By Friday, we're already thinking about next week and ditching things. But yeah, <laughs> that. Uh, but we're going to start with not the biggest book of the week, but the book of the week that we always put at this part when it comes out, and that's Detective Comics. And this is Detective Comics 938, 938, written by James Tynion IV. Art by Alvaro Martinez, Raul Fernandez, Brad Anderson, Al Bari Nuevo, Andriano Lucas, and Marlene or Marilyn Patrizio. 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 In this issue of Detective, we see why Jacob is set on making Colony a thing, but also how he has gotten away from its original intent. We also got what we've been patiently waiting for, a lot of kick-ass action. My favorite parts of the issue were seeing how great each member of the team already is and Kate telling and showing Batman that she is in charge. Uh, flashback to, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, that was me. My notes started. I thought it was still part of that. But yeah, that <laughs> is what I liked. I actually, I've been waiting patiently for action in this book. Unlike action comics where I've been waiting for story, the, the, it's really the tale of two books. You get too much action in action comics and not enough story. And in this, we were getting too much story to me and not enough action. It was a lot well, of guys even, sitting around. Even the action in this, though, it didn't feel like a lot to me for some reason. Like everything like, seemed off panel. Really? I, I mean, like we, we get a, a few like pages, like you know, you'll get a big spread page of like stuff going on. Yeah. Then, but everything like the main action, this really seemed to be off panel to me for yeah, what they I, were doing. I didn't think so because mainly the the main thing I think in this book is the fact that now you could say the same thing for action comics. There's a lot of characters, but yeah. the problem is to me they forced themselves into that. You didn't need all those characters. This book is a team book. Action comics is not. Action Comics forced their fucking hand into it being 8 trillion characters. This book, you have a lot of characters, and in this, I think that everybody gets a really good scene, and there is action. There, It starts off, though, a flashback, it's Jacob. It's going to show you why and how Colony started. The government wanted to start it up. They went to Jacob. They thought he could be the one to do it, and because his wife and, I guess, daughter had recently yeah. died – in a way that I believe would probably have been something that Batman should have stopped in his mind. It Maybe was a, a terrorist it was a, attack. No, it was a gang shooting. And he does seem to hate Batman. It seems like that. It's Batman. just that I think he, Batman has everything that he wants, but he's not doing it the correct way as Jacob yeah, sees but it. I, that's what I'm saying. I think that this has to lead to him saying, you know, this is the way we should. If you would have done this, my wife and daughter would have been alive. It really seems that he is doing this only because Batman wasn't there to, to save the, the people he loved before, and he doesn't want that to happen again. And the fact that he almost blames the opposite way that Batman is taking his daughter away like he did the, you know, he's not killing her, but now he's taking her away from him. Batman has ruined his whole entire life. That's It really does seem to me that that's what they're pointing at. Again, I don't know. Jacob or Beth's backstory. I have no idea. 
that's before the new 52 yeah. part that I read. So I don't know, and I don't know what they're sticking with here. And I think that what you have to go with with all these books is to wait to see what they show you, not just rely. Because there's even a guy on the site that says this doesn't, this Jacob doesn't match up with the backstory of uh, what was the arc. The uh, back, back, I don't remember what it is off the top it, of my head. I forget what it was. But again, I put that's not what this is if this doesn't match up with a, a story that jacob was in pre new 52 during the new 52 it doesn't matter they're not sticking with everything like that uh but yeah you get that and it, basically the whole thing is to show that jacob is going to do this program and kate just wants to be a soldier it makes him happy he smiles when she says i'll do whatever you know you need me to do as a soldier it's weird that it's almost like he's like yep that's a promise when she's 12 yeah that, that she definitely goes against because then we switch and then you see the big scene they're trying to get jacob well, she out did go and be a soldier yeah she did but she failed she no, got she, kicked out she, she got, got kicked, kicked out but she out. kept her integrity by yeah, you know here's the deal though she failed because all he cares about is what he wants and she's not joining him now. She's fighting him. So in yeah. his mind, it's a big failure. And he blames Batman. He doesn't blame her. He blames Batman. He's sad about her. He blames Batman totally for all of this. He did before. He still does. Uh, but, yeah, you, you get these individual characters. They, they have the big cutscene fighting. And then they split up where Batman tells uh, Red Robin, hey, you got to go get to the computers. We're going to have to do, you know, get some info. He goes off. In the meantime, Clayface is kicking ass. Uh, that's the thing. I, I like seeing what Clayface is doing here. Well, like it's not much. We got that big spread page, and then we got where he's like got the freaking spikes arms. Yeah, but yeah. that goddamn mouth and sides of mouth so bad. Yeah, I know it's weird. I I like what he does here, and I like it again when he's working with Batman. And for some reason, I really like when he calls Batman Sir. I, I, to me, that's like a step in the direction where he's no longer a villain, right. that he is a good guy. I wish that there was some way Batman could kind of show the same respect to him. Hey, really, the, he doesn't call him a monster that yeah, way. But I, you know what I'm saying? There's yeah. no like kind of deal. Well, Tim goes off. And also before that, uh, they send Cassandra off to go fight some guys, which is one of the best parts of the book. But the best part to me was when uh, later Kate, Batman calls out Kate. Like, I told you not to bring them, and she pretty much tells him how it is. Like, listen, yeah. they're ready. You show, I know you're not used to being the damsel in distress. This is how we're going to do it. You, you made me the leader for a reason. Deal with it. I really like that. Um, but I really, really like Tim with Ulysses, with the general, where he goes off, and the general is nuts. He is a fanboy. I'm telling you, this, this is part – I don't remember being like this before. I know that Colony was put together to stop the League of Shadows – but here it seems they're just targeting random Gothamites out of nowhere. Well, here's the thing, though. That's why Batman got involved. Those eyes were targeting the the team. Yeah. And so that's why he brought this team. They've been doing this the whole time. That's yeah, but targeting them I can understand because of the vigilantes of Gotham. But like like all these random people and there is no League of Shadows we find out yeah, but in this. Yeah, that's the thing, though. They still think there is. I know. It's just so weird like, to but jump into this whole saying. conclusion they, where – they, they activate their deal, and it's going to kill all these oh, yeah. people. Well, you see, when, when Jacob is given the, the deal, the job, he's given two files, Court of the Owls and League of Shadows. And that's what they hand him. So yeah. he's doing what he thinks is right. They think there's League of Shadows. Where we go to the point you can get into it and think that the government has people in Gotham that they want to disappear, and they are setting up. Jacob. So all of a sudden, they're profiling and using this as a way. 
Yeah, I, I think that's part of it. I and quite quite uh, uh, likely that these vigilantes being targeted, that's not part of it either. He is just because he knows what Kate's doing. That's when Batman realized it was him because there was more at him. There's no file about vigilantes. There's oh, no, no. I think that that's above and beyond what's going on as well. well and I that figure that's be- just because, uh, like, uh, the general is a fanboy as well. He's watching these people. No, no, I don't even think he's just why. I think that he's making sure that Kate is okay, and at some point he is going to take them down because he thinks that they're better and he, he hates Batman. I really do think it all leads back to him just hating Batman and blaming him for a lot of stuff. But then you do see when Tim sees the computer, he says, this isn't just like normal people. There's some weird shit going on here. And that's when you find out that the colony's gone rogue. They're not involved. And uh, that's when even Ulysses even says, hey, what the big bosses don't know won't hurt them. Because he says, this is like, you know, the government would never sign off on a military attack like this because there are so many people. So, yeah, yeah, there's people targeted on there that aren't supposed to be. This isn't just the League of Shadows sleeper cells. They're using this whole thing to just do what the fuck they want. And I really do think that most of this comes from the general, from Ulysses. I don't think this is all we see at the end that he's been doing shit behind Jacob's back anyway. And it's not good shit. The drones. uh, Yeah. And I really do like this, though, because they're going back and forth about who's a better computer guy and all. You know, Ulysses is kind of uh, stalling a little at one point. I like this part the best, I think. Yeah. And then he disappears when (laughs) through like a a secret, not a secret agent, like an evil villain way to to go away. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. And that Tim then ends up where the guys, uh, the colony guys show up and they're going to attack him. Oh, boy. Yeah, he's all <laughs> upset. And then their grenades go off uh, remotely. What book was it? Was it Batman and Robin Eternal that this happened before? And we were like, this is the most ridiculous thing. It was that when you could Jace, re- Jason's grenades went off in Batman and Robin Eternal, I yeah, think. Yeah, I thought it was the, Batman uh, and Robin Eternal. And we're like, this is so St. Dumas's place. Yeah, yeah. And we're like, why would anybody set this up to do it? It's a weird thing. To me, to have grenades be able to remotely go, you could have, like, if you're going to get that involved, you could have neck bombs, like the Suicide Squad. Because really, all this would be is that if these guys get captured, you're going to, you know, blow up shit. But it just seems like it's not very efficient. But, yeah, and you find out it's Stephanie. Stephanie has found a computer that, you know, the terminal just says remote grenade button. And and Tim's like, you know what? You could have blown up the whole place. She's like, yeah, I kind of got the gist of it. <laughs> and they go, and then uh, that's where I thought it was funny, where Stephanie makes fun of Red Robin's costume with the showgirl wings. And I did like that because that last costume I've always it hated. Was ridiculous. It was so funny that it just comes up now. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like something that Tynan wanted to throw in as a joke, and there was nowhere to put it. it just and be- because of this line here, it makes you think, like, you know, Tim Drake and Spoiler, they got together, they had a relationship. She pretty much, you know, got him to change his got costume by change. teasing it. Yeah, because she says again, like she was always making. Yeah. So, yeah, I I thought that was pretty good. And it's kind of, to me, that was a line that was thrown in a little later when people started asking, what the fuck's up with this costume? Yeah. Why is he going back to that? It doesn't fully explain. Like, I guess Stephanie didn't like the old one. If you're saying that, it's kind of funny. 
Uh, but she didn't have any ideas on what to make a new one with, so they just went old school. I don't know. She's like, everything is retro nowadays. They love it. Uh, but then you go back to... Oh, he never Clay- wore that costume now. Yeah, yeah. Then you go back to Clayface, and he's just going to town. He's smushing people. He's <laughs> That's when Batman's like, hey, you know, watch it there, buddy. And he's like, hey, okay, well, no offense, sir. Because actually, he's like, uh, Clayface is saying how much he loves it. He's like, man, I love doing this. This is cathartic. And he's like, no offense, sir. And I don't know what I was like. I really like that. I like that he's kind of that's like he's on Batman's side fully. It's, it's and, weird though when Batman says we need a bridge to get up there. It really bothered me because for some reason I would not be able if I was Clayface I would not be able to get it through my head that a bridge would get him where he needed to go. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? It's like for some yeah. reason a bridge would just get him like horizontally across something. He yeah, needs to go. Uh, Way up high. It, it's very, it, it's very Groot esque. Yeah, it's very Groot esque. Yeah. He goes up and, uh, but I liked it. And he's, boy, he gets No, no, high. it's fine. I just sat there and thought to myself, yeah, would I bridge, be too make it like to understand something. Batman? Yeah, it's more like a ladder. I don't even know what it is. He's it's like, like a ramp. Talking about Batman. But yeah, then you see, uh, uh, Kate, Tim, and Batman running, and that's where. Tim is telling them what's going on. Hey, they were brought into a myth, the League of Shadows, you know, a lie, whatever. Batman, well, Batman's telling them that's all a lie. And he's like, listen, that's, it's not a lie. It's, it's done. That's not real. They've been brought into this to do this because now he's got the information from Tim and all that. And they, they're running away. They go and that's where they want to make sure that Cassandra's okay. They think that she might have been going in against, you know, too high in odds or whatever. And there she is with everybody dead. Now, the whole thing with Cassandra, I liked. It was very action movie-esque where you see her going up in an elevator. You see all these guys standing there waiting for it. It opens up and they're like, oh, what do you think you're going to do? You're going to attack us? And then she just does. And then when they go to see if she's okay, everybody is destroyed. They, yeah, I it's think, just one of those things, though. Like, I enjoy it. I think it's way better than actually seeing it. But like I'm saying, yeah. there's not a lot of action on panel with this. Well, Which that isn't because that's the whole joke of it. Yeah, I, I know. I'm talking see, about like everything, though. Like, uh, yeah, but I, like, I, I'm going through it now. You see Tim and, uh, you know, when the bombs, they're jumping from an explosion. Then they're running from another one. Then you have Clayface beating. No, I, I'm saying, I was talking about the fights, fights in general. Like, you know, we had all these characters fighting and doing all these things, but... We didn't really see any of it. You know, they all went their separate ways. Tim was on a computer and Clayface, you know, okay, I smashed the shit out of people. Yeah. yeah. And then, all right, I, now I'm a like bridge. That. And in fact, uh, at one point, Tim and Ulysses are fighting. They're, he tries to shock them. Tim does a flip and then throws the, those crazy, uh, you know, the balls with the thing that wraps them up. I, I thought that was cool. I, I'm telling you that to me, this is the most action we've gotten in this whole book. No, I agree. I'm saying yeah. I, th- I like what we're getting here. I just don't really think it's all that action oriented. Really, I think it was fully action oriented, actually. And in fact, it was, it was very subdued in its way it's presented itself. Yeah, I didn't think so. Only the Cassandra part. Everything else, you see full out fights. I thought you see Clayface uh, uh, beating the shit out of everybody. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You yeah, see yeah. Tim fighting uh, Ulysses. You see explosions. They're running. They, you know what I mean? I I thought that they were Batman and Kate aren't really fighting. They're more, uh, you know, telling people where to go and whatnot. But then at the end, Kate gets her mask knocked off for some goddamn reason. People were all thrown off by that as well. 
Yeah, like uh, fucking Jacob threw a batarang at her. It was, yeah, it, I didn't even. It it's weird. weird. I don't even know if he did. That's the problem. I don't know. I guess he did, but who knows? Because you don't really. He's just talking to her, and is it that he just to get them to talk face to face? You know what I mean? It's just weird. And I'm trying to think. Was it was it fucking the general? Because didn't he have yeah, a batarang and said he can I he keep had a batarang? But here's the thing. I thought that as well. But no, that was more the flash in that freaking Justice League. They have a million batarangs. He's made yeah, I know. a trillion I, things. You know what I'm saying? Like they probably every the one of those guys. Like, <laughs> every one of those guys probably. I thought the same thing. Yeah, yeah. But then I'm like, you know what? These guys probably have six trillion batarang guns and things. You know the way he's been working it. Um, but yeah, Batman basically says we're going to shut you down. Disappears, and when they find out that. Basically, they have all the goods on him. Jacob pretty much thinks it's over. Then, God damn it, it's over. Uh, all I want to do is get my daughter back. And that's when Ulysses says, hey, don't mind. You know what? You told me not to go full out with these killer drones. Uh, I did anyway. And we could do it. And that's when uh, the colonel's like, you know what? We, we stopped them because they're going to kill more innocent people. And they decide that that's acceptable losses now. And they're going to put it into effect. So the, do it. The real villain, again, is Colony, not the League of Shadows, not this crazy hocus-pocus myth. It's, you know, Batman. And the weird thing is, is that Batman seems, it's, I, do you think Batman's turning them in? Turning Because I don't get that that's something Batman would do. I, I wouldn't think he would Yeah. I don't, he just kind of ninja vanishes, so I have well, no but idea he what he's really He says at one point, when there's a weird part, when he's talking to Tim... And they say, like, oh, you know what? They're going against the, you know, the military, against yeah, yeah. their original thing. And Batman says, good. It's a really weird deal. Like, now all bets like, are all off. All of a sudden, he, like, he has some, like, leverage to play with, I guess. Yeah, but it's weird because I don't see Batman as a guy who would just go straight out to the government and say, hey, you know what? These guys aren't doing what they're supposed to do. It, it's weird. Well, like, when you have something this big, maybe you got to. I don't know, because they're the ones who started this whole program to be the better Batman without telling them. So I don't know the government is so high on a vigilante in Gotham. They just like the high on the fact that, I just think they'd be high on the fact that a military organization is going to kill a shitload of civilians yeah, on know. American soil. But I don't know how much they'd listen to him. He seems to be somewhat of the enemy. Not I that think he has proof. Yeah, I, but I don't know that – it'd be weird because if that's what's going on – then the whole this whole first arc ends with Batman tattling to the army. Yeah, and it, that isn't a Batman thing to end. Like the arc's going to end with the army just coming down and shutting him up, and Batman going, "Okay, what's next?" It just yeah. seems odd. I don't know. I, I I would not expect that. But yeah, he says good, but he doesn't. It's weird. I'm telling you, I wish I could find the spot where he says it. It's a weird spot. Like it's it threw me off when uh, Tim tells him this. Where it seems like Batman, like it means that he can go all out. It, it, it was odd, but I did like this issue. Uh, no, I enjoyed I it as well too. Back than you did. I say I, I still enjoyed it, it though. Uh, but I gave it an eight point eight. I like the art a lot. I've always liked the art in this, and it it continues to me being the better of the books. It's one of my you know top five books of Rebirth. Yeah, because it's consistently good each each week. Now, I really like the general too. Yeah, I like him. Uh, I gave it a, I would give it an eight out of ten. Yeah, yeah. Well, I really next. dug the art. I, I, yeah. I actually think it wasn't a big deal for me. It's just I did not see it as being this big over the top action since we have been so, like we haven't had any this entire series. It seems like 
this didn't seem like it's I mean, like making up anything. To me, action doesn't always just mean punching in the face. I'm looking as I page I'm, when through. When I'm talking about action, I'm talking about the fighting in general. Well, I'm saying action in general. As I'm paging through, there's not really a panel where somebody is just standing there doing nothing. Everybody's running, diving from explosions. Every panel has at least like something going on. There are people running. Like I said, even Cassandra that you don't get much, she comes up in the elevator and smashes through the fucking glass and fucking starts going. You have Tim fighting Ulysses next. Then you have Stephanie and him running, jumping from an explosion. There's a lot of shit going on. It's not just them standing around like they have in a couple of these issues, wanting to go and, and Tim trying to convince Kate that she should do this and, and all that was always just, that's what we got most of in the series up till now. And I want it more. And like I said, the every panel and everything has something big and explosions and, and things like that. So I, I thought that this was pretty action packed. But, yeah, we're going to move on to a book that I don't know if you would consider action-packed as well. But it is All-Star Batman number one. We have All-Star Batman. Were you number- drinking something right there? You were just taking a sip of your Kool-Aid? Is that what you do when you're drinking the Kool-Aid? You drink that Scott Snyder Kool-Aid, that, buddy? Kool-Aid. What kind of Kool-Aid? Uh, tropical Punch. Tropical Punch. Not Cherry. Tropical Punch. Cherry? What is this? 1980 when there was no other cherry. choices? Cherry. Actually, at one point, Cherry took a big hit in the rankings because of that red dye, but I yeah. also think it's the same dye in Tropical Punch. Right? I'm sure it is. Uh, I had watermelon yeah. last night, and it just tastes like I was drinking a, a Jolly Rancher, sounds, and I don't te- like yeah, Jolly that Ranchers. that doesn't sound very good. It wasn't well, that very sounds good. Too, uh, With way too, too much sweet. sugar in it. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was um, terrible. I will tell you that we went shopping right before this, me and Rafe, and we bought some Kool-Aid. We bought the big dog, the real big right, one. Right. What flavor did we buy? Invisible. Tropical punch, Aaron. Ah. Tropical punch. That's almost like we are. I wanted the invisible. Just didn't get it. You want the invisible? Yeah, I don't think they make. I only think they make the where we get it. They only have the big dog uh, one in tropical punch. It's like eleven bucks. Eleven dollars. Damn. I have a lot of kids. We drink a lot of Kool Aid. Give me, give me the stats on this book. I usually don't drink Kool Aid. I That's not the stats. Where's cigarettes. my horn? I would. I am very miserable. <laughs> you like the? Inv- I think the invisible is nonsense. I it's really think it's it has not- the best flavor. It doesn't. I think that it's tropical punch. I ah. think there's tropical punch and it's invisible. And then you drink it and you become invisible, invisible to everybody in the world because you don't matter, Eric. You don't. All Star Batman number one. Anybody. Scott Snyder with art by John Romita Jr., Danny Mickey, <laughs> Steen White, Steve Wands. Declan Shalvey. I'm not going to say that name. What's no its name? Shalvey. Shalvey. Declan. Declan. We have a cat named Declan, and I said it's a douchebag name. Ooh. So I said I would never say that name in this house. I was protesting the name Declan. And Jordy Belair. Pass it on. <laughs> okay. Batman's on a road trip in this one, folks, and Two-Face is riding shotgun. To make sure that Batman doesn't make it to his mysterious destination, Two-Face puts out a challenge to everyone that if they stop Batman, they get handsomely rewarded, but if Batman makes it all the way, Two-Face will release all the information he has on everyone. Thus, pandemonium sues. Not to mention a backup story about Zaz that also has some convoluted color wheel that has to do with training that makes us all think that Batman trains someone we don't know about who became evil. Yes, Boosh. and I, I, let's. How about we do this right now? Right. That backup, we're not going to speak much of. 
All right. Right? You just said pretty much all that backup. Who was that artist in that? Declan. Declan Shalvey. I wish I could uh, find out how to say his name properly. Yeah, but Shalvey? really that whole backup was – it was such a like – Let's throw this bone out here about somebody that Batman trained. I got some trained, weird that's ideas villain. about colors and other people in Batman's yeah, life. It, it, to something. me, it was like Alfred had come up with a system. It seemed like a very hokey 70s type color wheel. Remember at one point, I know when I was growing up, they had a lot of those meal plans. And you'd have, you have to eat three green cards and one red and a, and a blue. That it was like crazy weird things. That's what I think this kind of is. Cause it's they like a Weight Watchers at, deal? Yeah, it was like something like that. I remember my dad got a, it, it surprisingly, yes, he it was ate Weight the Watchers. cards. <laughs> the card had a, a picture of a turkey on it. He ate it, put salt on it and ate that fucker. Um, yeah, he, in that backup, he's like, Oh, you know what? There was this color wheel thing that they came up with. Alfred came up with it. And, and Dick veers in. Of course, it really goes towards the color that they have for their costumes. I'm telling you, I, I'm really leading that Duke will be a yellow. <laughs> yes, I, I'm thinking Duke would be yellow, which means I don't, uh, is he afraid? I don't know is what any of this has... means. Hey, you know that Dick was a blue and Barbara leaned towards, per- towards purple. I have no is idea what you're talking that, about, Batman. Well, it did seem, like I said, it seemed like it, it veered towards what their costumes or their I emblem know. ended I up being as well. I think he might have said that Dick had blue balls. And then, because the, then he had also. Green. Yeah, Damien's like green with envy. astrology shit. Yes. Well, that's what I'm saying. It seemed very 70s, very hokey. But yeah, the whole thing seemed to be a start of maybe Batman training Duke a little and also throwing that whole thing out. And it, poor Jason. It's like, yep, I trained a villain. You mean Jason? God damn it. No, not Jason. He's a yeah. good guy. No, Leave him not be. Jason. He, he's he undercover. died in the service. Now, I will say also that with Batman. the, with where we went from Batman Rebirth number one, and up in, you know, four issues of the regular Batman book and then this, it definitely is that Scott Snyder wanted to do more Duke stuff because you get more of Duke well, doing yeah, He introduced the, the character yeah, and we and finally so, had Duke doing something, which so, I really enjoyed. And you can enjoyed. see now, he talked to Tom King and pretty much Tom King and him must have decided that hey, most Tom of King, Duke is going to be. Tom King, don't touch my fucking cat. Yeah, I think, that, no, I think that the problem is Greg Capullo on you. not even just that. You have Duke going... For all these in the regular book, it would probably it would mess up continuity with this. You're bound to if you have four issues of Duke uh, running about and stuff, you'd be like, well, what do you mean train? He's already doing this, he's already doing that in the regular Batman book. But we get Batman here, like you said, it's a Two Face story, and it's odd just coming out. I love Two Face. Yeah, you're you love Two Face. You were upset when Two Face pretty much looked like he committed suicide. And the worst part about it, I was more upset. I was more upset about it because we, uh, I think we had just started the site at that point when it became Batman and Two Face. Yeah, it was around. There. And uh, I had stopped reading the book at that point. I'm like, Damien said, I don't give a fuck what else yeah, is was, going and on. And that's the other thing I was going to point out. That was not a Scott Snyder thing. No. That was a Peter Tomasi thing. Exactly. Patrick Gleason. That was their thing where they had a Two Face story, Batman and Two Face. It's like I would believe it was about six issues. That would make sense because it was yeah, something like that. somewhere around there. And it ended with Two Face committing suicide off panel. <laughs> you know, he had the gun. He, he and it, it, remember, it, it was the whole thing that you really liked, though. When I would tell you about it, he ended up killing himself. There was this yep. thing with his wife and all that, and uh, it looked like he had killed himself. Gunshot, blood. And we haven't seen Two Face since. No, we haven't. And so, and and really, you love Two Face. I'm actually glad that we haven't leading up to this because at least we do get that whole thing, which I love. Now, this issue starts out with Augie Max Diner, Eric. 
Augie Augie Max Diner. Max Diner. And the people are eating. They're talking about it. It's it's a funny thing. It's actually uh, kind of a uh, Scott Snyder kind of funny thing where they're talking about it's a hot summer going on. You have flow. Uh, where you know you have the whole Alice crew. There's Flo. Yeah. She says, "Kiss my grits," and but yeah, they're all joking around. All, they're all flirting, you know, they're and it really bitch. bothers me that people like big old truckers and fucking old yeah. waitresses that flirt. It bothers me because now I got to yeah. imagine these guys going back to the guy's yeah, cab and think, truck. I didn't think fucking flirting at all. Gross. I think it's all that flirting. That guy, that guy comes in. No, he's like, "Hey, here's your things." So I think the bet worst is that Augie kind of uh makes fun of this guy, fucking uh. Joe or whatever. I forget what his name is. Makes fun. Yeah, Joe. Makes fun of him. He's, I think he's an alcoholic. He's like, hey, here's your morning snake steak smothered in whiskey just for you. Hey, don't tease him, Augie. This lady's old. She looks like a lunch lady. He's got his hand yeah. in his pocket. He's clutching Most his two-year talk- chip. He is talking about how Augie, oh, Augie thinks he's an artist. <laughs> he's an asshole. And then they just start talking about bugs. Yeah, I don't get any flirting. I think it's That's just all flirting. Because, no, because I'm looking at it right now. It's like three lines. She's <laughs> like, oh, let the guy eat. You know what? It's been a horrible summer. The bugs are biting. And then you see in the background what ends up being Firefly and Killer Moth with Batman. Pretty much knocked out well, Batman. The, it looks the like bugs that. are all biting her, man. And the guys, all, Joe's all like... Can't help them for having good taste, baby. Yeah, that's just that, that's, that's just, gross. No, that's just eat your goddamn steak, Joe. Thing he's leaving, <laughs> and uh, Batman comes crashing through the window, and then shits on, and it's Firefly. Now, I want to start out with this bit here because I love seeing Killer Moth and Firefly do anything because they're such like weak characters. You barely ever get to see, them, especially Killer Moth. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like how similar they look here. They might as well be t- twin brothers in my mind who decided, you know what? We like bugs. I like fire. Okay, let's become a fucking, you know, villain crew. I actually think it's exactly what's happened. I think they are teaming up, and they have a look that they want to be coordinated. I really do, uh, because they are together. Why would they ever – Why? Oh, no, they've worked together in the past. Yeah, but they are a team here because they have decided what ends up happening, the main story. I just really love the goofy look of the original Killer Moth. Something more along that. um, the only thing that threw me off is that when Killer Moth crashed through, I'm like, what the fuck's Ambush Bug doing here? Because that's who he reminded me of. Uh, but they go and they're fighting Batman. Uh, Batman is very wink, wink, uh, you know, weird one-liners here with these people. And also, I think he has a sentient cape, like a lot like the freaking magic carpet from the Aladdin oh, cartoon movie. It's alive because well, he just tosses it. It wraps around hands and then like constricts. It does all this weird shit. Yeah, I'm sure it's, it's talking to stuff. him. I, I don't know. It, it kind of went with that whole, uh, you know, when they had it and it gets stiff as a board in freaking the movies. The I, Dark Knight uh, movie, yeah. Yeah, I, it, it was okay for me. I just, the whole thing is like, hey, you know, these people, don't worry, Wink, we'll take care of this. But in the meantime, you, you mean find these out, people? Not the people that are in the diner. <laughs> and really, there's more people in the diner after the crash, it seems, than, than what's going on. But these people aren't very happy. They're they're pretty pissed off at, at Batman. And the big thing is when they all crash through Firefly, Killer Moth, and Batman, the one lady who looks to be a crossing guard. It's funny. When I first read it, I thought she was like a police officer. She's I'm not like, like bus driver, officer. crossing guard, something yeah, well, along she says cross. It says cross on her, on her vest. So That's she's right. a crossing, crossing guard. guard. And she said, oh, so it's true. What was on the news? Is he nearby? And you're like, what the hell's going on? And then they start berating him. Why did you bring him here? Why did you do this? It's your fault that this happened. And we find out then. Well, then they, uh, Batman gets yanked by what ends up being what? Black Spider. Black Spider. Do you think yeah, he's well, a part of the crew as well? Or do you think he's going solo? 
Uh, I think that he's going. We got solo. a lot of insect arachnid based yeah, kind I of think shit he's going, going on here. Solo. Um, the big thing though, the behind the scenes story is that Batman has Two Face. It's one of these things where uh, Harvey Dent had gotten a hold of of Bruce and Bat- Hey, Batman, you got to help me. Uh, you got to take me to this house. You know exactly through the, what I'm talking through his holographic cape. Yeah, well, I'm, no, I'm just saying weird. Thing, I'm, I'm just I'm, messing I'm with you. I'm not even more talking about that. I'm more leading into then at the the point where he goes on TV oh. and announces like there's this dual thing with Harvey that you're getting the idea that Harvey and Two Face it's more of a schizophrenic type deal. He he switches. Yeah, it's a split personality that switches but, like on and off. You don't know who's in control. You don't know what's going on because Harvey has asked uh, Batman to take him to a house, quote unquote, the house that you know about. There was a house gym in New Orleans. They yeah, called every, Rising well, Sun. Well, everything is just thrown out there. It, you know, it's up in the air. We don't know what that is. But I have no idea. Two Face has gone on TV and said, "Hey, anybody, if you can stop Batman and set me free, uh, I'll give you this um, crazy amount of money. It's the amount of money. What is it? The amount of money of all three of the top bosses, something like that. It's insane amount of money. And in the meantime, he also has dirt on everybody." So he says, and me and you were talking about this before, that it makes it seem like he would have dirt on me. That's the thing. Two. It was very weird the way it was presented here. Where yes, like I we, just we, think that it's not just that, though, because we, if he had dirt on everyone, there would be no money involved. He'd just say, hey, listen, if you don't stop him, everybody's secrets are going to – it'd be like WikiLeaks. I'm right, gonna, right. And he says, I'm going to leak everything online. Everybody will know where you've been, the the sites that you go to. Like you would – they'd be like, oh, my God, Eric. I Schaefer tell everybody on the podcast the sites I yeah, go to, though. You go on those crazy – I have no yeah. shame. I was going to say – oh, Chatterbait. Yeah, yeah. He would release that, but he'd also release what you do on Chatterbait. Ooh, that was a mistake, that. I tell yeah. you. But in the meantime, uh, the whole thing is that's where the money's involved. The people who he doesn't have secrets, they want, they're going to want the money. Yeah, I um, know. It was just very weird because it, it just seemed like, um, like the weird way it was presented here where, yes, you want to say it's the mob families because the mob families want to yeah, help, you know, take gonna, him down. You know, you know who it is. He's talking about penguins, Penguin and freaking about black, black mask. mask. These guys, the, the heavy hitters. These are the guys who, if he went on TV and said, listen, you got to stop the Batman, and if you stop him, I'll give you a million dollars. That's nothing to these yeah, guys. Yeah, he's going to take down and, them all. And not only that, Eric Roberts. And the, the thing is how they've spelled it out. Those people want Two-Face dead. Yeah. And, you know, they, they find out. So you're going to go to the point where I don't even know that at a point, a Penguin's guys come to save Batman. You know what I'm saying? They want Two Face dead, not Batman. So it, you gotta. He's playing yeah. both ways. And yeah. I actually no, a little from column A, a little from column B. Yeah, but I'm telling you, if Batman is the only one they think can take out Two Face, Two Face is dangerous mostly to these people in Gotham, these big well, families. Even that, you can't do anything because you know uh, Two Face has a contingency. If he would die, something's going to release anyway. Yeah, but I don't think he would. I think that that problem is that I think that because of the schizophrenic type deal, you're you're almost going to get the idea that the Harvey Dent would I it's so it's, I'm saying in my mind it also it's like uh, Two Face knows exactly what Harvey knows and Harvey knows what Two Face knows, but it's yeah, weird because like Two Face knows more about what Harvey's thinking than Harvey no, knows about Two Face. I think that if anything, Two Face knows everything. Yeah, Harvey doesn't. Harvey it's, knows it's weird. Harvey knows what Harvey knows. Right? Yeah. He knows Harvey knows where the heart takes him. Harvey Two-Face knows where to knows buy a good sandwich. Dude, but and when, at the end, yeah, at the end, you'll find out that it's all a ruse that he knows. That. Who knows? But I don't know. It's the, very weird reimagining of the character. Well, it is. But really, 
we could talk. Especially since he can unleash acid rain at any yeah, given well, time. And we don't know anything about that. I, no, I'm telling you, at, yeah, we say that he can unleash re- acid rain. We find out two issues from now that he has some crazy drone that goes and does it. It'll make sense. The guy. No, no it won't. <laughs> yeah, it will. Because acid he rain has drones. No, the whole thing about this is he has been gone with what do you think this would be? Probably three years, uh, two years. He's one. been gone and they are going with that. This isn't Scott Snyder saying this happened back then. He is fully what I read. He's fully going with that. Harvey has gone underground, and he is preparing for whatever's going on here. So what's going on is Actually, you know what this that a being guy a two, his, With this being a two-faced story, it's probably two years. Yeah, about two years this guy has been out of commit. You know, nobody knows anything about him. He's been undercover getting shit ready, including being able to show up on Batman's cape. <laughs> because that really, when we start talking about this, it's going to seem very disjointed even us talking because it is is it's scott snyder's getting fancy with the storytelling you have to have he, the, he this happens two when minutes it came before. out greatest yeah. story ever told actually i even think it's worse because you were saying about you know the pulp fiction at least pulp fiction you can sit there but this has 22 minutes ago then it yeah. jumps to two hours it you know at two least weeks. at a point to me pulp fiction had a rhythm to it and <laughs> one thing led to the other this is Come all on, honey buddy place. yeah this is all over the place and it is very disjointed, and it leaves you trying to guess exactly what happened. Because after we see all this stuff with uh, how Duke's in a goddamn in swing when diner, we start out, yeah, in this diner, then it switches pretty much to a little two faced talking to Batman, like, "Hey, you know, you threw it away, the whole coin thing, you know, just stupid." But then it goes to the point where two hours ago, Batman, Duke, and uh, what's his name, Commissioner Jim Gordon, are on the roof. And there's acid rain. Looks like Duke's arms in a sling. There's some Everybody shit. Everybody in Gotham is fucking burned. Yeah, it looks like uh, Duke wants to hold Jim Gordon's hand at one point. He's actually <laughs> just getting him away from the uh, the acid rain. Is Gordon not paying attention? No. The, the fucking, there's smoldering fucking whatever, concrete. And he's about to put his hand in it. What is he's, not, he's, not a, he's not very observant. Also, if you go down this thing. You see a very subtle thing where Gordon has a gun in the back of his pants. Did you see that? No, I did not. He has a gun tucked in the back of his pants. I think that's going to come to play at some point. It's very weird. It's right after, like, they're, they're just standing there. It's right at the wing, and they, they show Gordon's butt. And the thing was, I'm like, why are we seeing a, a, a panel with Gordon's ass? He's got a flat ass. He's like you. Sure he does is. not have an ass. He's got a gun in that ass, though. A gun. Right up but, in there. Yeah, and they're I'm talking looking at it right now. I'm like, I don't think there's anything special that can come from this. A lot of people put the gun in the back waistband. No, it's weird. Why would you have a panel that's just showing the back of his ass? There's no I, reason to have that panel. I really they're just talking. Yeah, I'm really telling you, though, even that panel, though, like the gun is barely being able to be yeah, seen. that's what I'm talking about. That's It's very subtle. You didn't even see it going. No. I tricked you into seeing it. I showed you the way. I just yeah, think at one point. I just think at one point Gordon's going to be there and he's going to pull that gun out. They, they set it up, but yeah, it's Gordon saying, you know, why are you okay. doing this? And he's like, why are you doing this, Batman? Whose plan is this? Whatever. And it goes and it shows you the beginning of this where uh, Harvey reaches out to Bruce. Now it is a weird thing to me as well because he does reach out to Bruce and then it seems like Batman shows well, up. Well, I'm saying before where we were, Bruce knew that uh, uh, Batman knows. Like Harvey knows that Batman is Bruce. 
Yeah, I don't even remember that. We had that in the, in the Two Face uh, story from before. Really, I don't really remember that. I really don't. You're, That's why I was struggling going into this because I didn't know since this is a reimagined Two Face whether we had any continuity or not going in. Yeah, I don't. So I didn't know if he was reaching out to Bruce and not Batman. The yes. Batman Two Face story. I do not remember him knowing that Bruce was Batman. I have no recollection of that at all. So I'll take your. You have looked this up and researched it. Sure. You just think so. I'm pretty because sure. I don't. I do not remember that one bit. And it, I thought we would have freaking went nuts about that, but that's fine. If you did your research, yeah, I know yeah, you yeah, no research. research. You just thought to yourself, yeah, that's okay. No, no. Honestly, I had no idea going into this because uh, with the reimagined character. Yeah, but it's not I, a reimagined character. He that's says Scott this. Is, tell me, it's, he's no, reimagined the character. I all the interviews I've read. Just, yeah, but. But how could it be reimagined if he also says that this will explain how he killed himself? I, don't, I, I haven't read that interview yet, apparently. Yeah, I heard it on the that. site. He said that at one point, that it's all going to be explained. At least well, hopefully, because everything I've gotten from before is that Scott Snyder does not care about continuity. He just well, wants he to does. tell the story. I don't think that we're going to get anything. It's just going to go on. You just figure he's back. I don't know. Maybe we're just yapping. But yeah, then you see him. That's where you get the whole plan. You get the whole idea of what he had been saying. Listen, um, if you can stop Batman from taking me to hit, but it's weird. So basically, the whole thing is if he gets to wherever they're going, they can finally get rid of the bad part of of Two Face. Two Face's bad part will be gone, it will be burned away, as I think what he kind of mentions. That's why Two Face is desperately trying to stop Batman from getting there. That's kind of the setup. I think that there's more involved than just that black and white deal there. I think that we'll find out that there's even more at play. But we'll right. but if if you if you stop Batman and free Harvey or this free Two Face, hey, you go to that house. You know that house, Bruce, where they I can go and they can yeah. burn this it's darkness out of me. Yeah, it's a weird thing that um I don't know. Is, is this Bruce, house a loony bin? I, I with do electroshock like therapy? I do like Bruce and Harvey. You know, they had a relationship, yeah. just that, and he knows. But I don't know why that would be a thing where this whole time Batman knew of something. You know, the house. You know, <laughs> of the house. Like, why at any point wouldn't he ever have taken Two-Face? Got why him did and I not said, think this about this ended. house before? Let's go. Let's go to this house. It's over. And, Maybe and, it but, might kill him. Who knows? And here's the thing, though. Really... If anything, Batman would take him there for Harvey. It wouldn't even be like, okay, Two-Face, this is it. You're done, you know, terrorizing the city. I think he'd be like, okay, you know what? Harvey is a good guy. I'm going to help him. I don't yeah. know what happens. You fucking Two-Face. And they'd go uh, to a point where you would have had no time for Two-Face to set up going on CNN <laughs> and announcing to everybody and all this stuff. Uh, or a multitasker. Maybe you're guessing that maybe it could be another thing. This is getting into it that I don't think it's as deep, but maybe like you said that Harvey has a contingency plan or Two Face has a contingency plan if he was killed and all this. Yeah, I maybe that I would is think he this, would. Maybe that's what this going Do I know on. He's killed him yet. You know what I mean? Maybe there's a thing where if he gets captured, he doesn't do something in a certain amount of time. That's he knows, but I don't know that something would go released to the press about this thing because he does want it to be stopped. It's weird. He doesn't even I guess he knows Batman's a good guy. He doesn't just say, hey, listen, Batman, I could help you a lot. I know all this stuff on these people. I'll give you all this money, whatever. Batman. got to give you a chance, it, man. It's all about chances. Um, 50/50. And, and really, the only reason that I think that it's weird about Two-Face and Harvey knowing maybe Two-Face knows 
the Batman and Bruce connection, but it's weird that Harvey calls Bruce. You know what I mean? He right. doesn't say, hey, Bruce, hey, Batman. Like, you never get the No, it's said the one and the same, going, though. Like, from yeah, what, but I, I, why from what would... I remember is that Harvey knows that Bruce is Batman, so you call Bruce yeah. who's your boyhood yeah, chum saying, and you say, I need your the... help, man. It's weird, though, that Scott Snyder I... wouldn't have him say Batman at one point. He says Bruce like six times. It's a, weird, and... a lot of stuff is weird in this where we just yeah. jump into the story. We but have you know no what I'm saying? If, if there was that we were positive, 100% positive that he knew it, he's like, Bruce, but I'm counting. He says it one, two, three, four, five times. Bruce, hey, Bruce, hey, we're going to do this. Bruce, it's really spelled out, but we'll see what goes down. Yeah. Uh, the bat, the Batwing that they're traveling into this house gets shot down. Alfred calls Batman and says, uh, "Oh my God, you know what? Shit's gonna happen. You're being targeted." Batman's like, "How could this be? I'm in stealth mode. Oh shit! Prepare for a fucking you know collision there." And it gets hit, and it goes down. And then we go back in time, but then we find out the big kicker of this part of the book is that Alfred shot them down. Yeah. It's Alfred that shot him down. It continues the trend of Alfred being an asshole in Earth. He is the biggest. He has been dick weird. Ever. I'm telling you, everybody was wrong during the DC YOU. Except for Alfred. Now we're in Rebirth territory and Alfred did not make the transition yeah, over. Was, and he, I'm telling remember how happy he was that Bruce had died. Yeah. That Bruce had fine. When Bruce came back, he pretty much has become a dick. Even then, is it that, I mean, we can go all the, these aren't fully connected, but is it that he's afraid they're going to fo- find out about Troy? Shoulder pads from <laughs> Shoulder pads. Yeah, Alfred has Troy Walker. His hands. He is upset that Batman's going to find out, and so he's trying to do all this stuff. But this is the worst, though. You get the idea. I got the idea that he just he knows something or is afraid that Harvey and all this, it's a trap. So he's stopping him. He knows that Batman won't listen to him if he tries to talk reason. Uh, I hope to God that he realizes that Batman will survive. If he blows up the Batwing, I don't know how he could, quote unquote, be 100% positive. Oh, that's the thing. Do we, we never survived. really see the Batwing blown up, do we? It's on it is, fire. Is it? We, I'm saying, we, here's I'm the trying thing. to remember where it the hell it was hit. at. It gets hit and they crash. You see what appears to be Batman on fire. He is there, and it's actually like one of those statues. It's a crazy deal because then Batman comes up, but he says, We're going down. And I'm looking at it. That's impossible. We're ghosted. Brace for impact, sir. Brace for. And then you, the, the problem is Scott Snyder gets tricky again and switches it up again. You go yeah, from up to I'm crash. I'm saying, though, it's, now, it's just so weird. I'm saying at the final pages of the story, we see, like, you know, uh, Alfred with, like, a joystick and he's targeting the Batman. Well, here's the deal. I will tell you this. But I never got point, the idea while the watching. The Batwing my- is on fire in that wheat field. <laughs> it is there. It is on fire. And he does go in and grabs this poor uh, country bumpkin's wheat. Remember what he grabs? What he goes into the Batwing to grab? He grabs that fucking mask, that hood, oh, that the freaking Two-Face. hood. Yeah, goes in to find Two Face. At a one weird point, addition. I guess, I guess he ejects mm-hmm. because he. The first thing he does, he goes to the Batwing, opens it up, and it's like, "Damn it, where?" And that's where he has that that hood that he had on Two Face. So he did at least eject eject and went back to get it it is on fire there's smoke fire it looks like it has crashed and that's when the town folk come and put a gun to the back of batman's head and they have a shotgun a fucking pistol a couple of pistols i don't baseball bats guns. Th- these people have like there's three guns it's a country man and, oh my god they're crazy the one lady flow <laughs> whatever it was she has a gun they're pointing it gladys and 
He's like, listen, you know what? It's not worth what's going if you don't go because they want the money. They said, hey, sorry, but we want that I kind of want the money. And he says, listen, it's not that easy. It's not worth it. What you come, what comes with that is not worth the money. You see the freaking coin flip. And there's Two Face, and I like I like. And the then, I, I love the way Two Face looks in this book. I think yeah, Batman I is a little rough and stiff. Batman is it's, well. Here's the thing: I will tell you the thing that I always have problems with John Romita's art. It's very pencil heavy, and we laugh yeah. about that. But he always everybody looks like they have weird whiskers. He's right. he does that shading in a very over the top. Like, I, I don't know, not basic way, but it kind of is. You know what I mean? I he doesn't let he. It's not like he goes to the colorist and say, "Hey, I need you know the shading around the thing." No, he's going to make it that way with these crazy lines all over, and then it goes from that. So I think that it's more of a non-colored shading. It's more of a pencil shading that he does. Anchor. Well, that the anchor does that with him, so <laughs> that makes it worse. But I. I kind of like it more in this book than I have in any of the work that he has done with DC. So oh, no, I, I agree. This is probably the best work I've seen him do. And, yeah, the Two-Face. The only thing that throws Two-Face very thin. I think that he was working out. He was doing the insanity workout while he was underground. But it was <laughs> funny because that's a loud workout there. You're running around. and hugging. I know. I can't do it. I live on the third floor. I'm not yeah. doing that to my neighbor. I can't do that. But I do really like the Two-Face look. No, I really enjoy it too. I just want to know where the fuck did he get that other coin from? Well, I, I'm telling you. I think that this is this GS coin. And actually though – Maybe he just found it. I don't know. Maybe it's like the uh, Green Lantern ring when Kyle made that so it comes There's, back. I'm telling you, it, it almost feels like we're going towards a supernatural explanation. Well, with this. if you go to supernatural, I was just going to say, if you told me, because even at that one point, it's like really glowing. Yeah. You told me that at any point, Two-Face makes that flicking movement with his thing and a coin appears. I'd actually go with it. I know it's hocus pocus. He is such content. like a great standard, like psychological character. I to add that like to it, I'd be so angry. Yeah, I, I actually wouldn't care. The coin that is big to you because you have your fucking coin that you keep like a fucking idiot. You still have that coin right now? No, I don't have it right now. Okay, but you have that coin. Yeah. I coin to me. I don't know. To me, it it really doesn't matter much. It's the symbolism of it, not just the actual coin to right. me anymore. But yeah, then Batman. It's funny because these people have guns on Batman. And they're really spelling out, like, we're, we want the money. He's like, oh, you don't want we're going to kill you, motherfucker. The minute that Two-Face, he sees to, he, he just, he completely forgets about these people. And he goes, and again, there's the point where the waitress is shaking. I really like the way that John Romita does that. It almost seems there to a point, though, like he turns around and sees. controlling her? Two, no, he sees Two-Face and he sees the coin and he realizes, I, I got to keep his attention. Shit's going to go bad. If I don't focus on him, he could do anything. And then, blam. Yeah, I don't know. I just think that it's one of those. I actually think, if anything, he's really made a big thing about that hood. And the minute that he sees Two Face yeah, without the hood, that that's so when weird. he kind of freaks out. Without that hood, that because he that is Two Face with on. the hood on as well. The hood is on, and the Two Face uh, eyeball is the only thing that is through the hood. The shitty like eyeball. Said, yeah, it looks like the elephant man. Exactly. And I think that in general, for the most part, while he's doing that, somehow having both. Like the the face covered minimizes something, like you said, but he wants to keep that eye because he is talking that whole – he doesn't want to talk to Harvey while they're in the Batwing. He's talking to Two-Face. He is telling Two-Face whatever. I don't you know. You think that's he how it works? It's like jumping a, to a lot of like – it's, 
I'm saying, is it like a parrot where you could put a parrot to sleep by putting a cover over it? So yes. if you have to take that mask and switch it over to the other eye, now you're I talking to Harvey? I don't know. I actually think back that is a face? thing where if you cover the face, you can talk to one or the other. If the, if the, oh, that'd be so weird. I kind of like I mean, it, though, too. If the one eye's there yeah, yeah, yeah. talking to Two-Face, it is kind of hokey, but I do like it. And I do think that he... And we don't even know if this talk. is real. We're fucking jumping to conclusions here. But that's the thing. This book, for a first issue, I think that Scott Snyder does a great job. It's of really interesting. Intrigued. I'll give him that. It really yeah. gets me intrigued. And in a lot of levels, the problem being... I have a lot of baggage going in with what he has done in the past. We go all the way back to to uh, Mr. Freeze. Poor Mr. Where Freeze. I don't think he's going to screw up Two-Face like this, yeah. but he loves to play around and make characters his own, like you said, a reimagining. I don't know, because this he is throwing deeper. that word around. I don't the know. Like, I, oh, I reimagined the Joker. Well, that's the problem. And then I reimagined this. We have talked about, yeah, we have talked about the whole rebirth thing and we have stressed to everyone especially when it just started it's not a reboot no. it's not really a reimagining it's it back to legacy promise, it's back baby. to that yeah and some of the times these books have just let characters show up again yeah. um so maybe that's just the reimagining is just he's there don't worry about it but it does it was a, it was a big thing and where i'm going i'm even counting on it being a continuation because i said hey he's had a lot of time to plan he's yeah. been all this stuff. So I hope that he does tie it in. And maybe I didn't read anything. I don't know. I just I remember hearing or reading something that he said everything will be explained. Well, somebody so on the I'm site hoping. put a comment and said, "Yo, bro, man, it's going to be." Exp-. He said he's going to like tie this yeah. into the end of yeah. Batman and Two Face. Yeah, at the end of Batman Two Face. So I hope that that's the case. I hope. So I I love me some now again to get that hokey. Yeah, he I killed. I, I missed. Killed, <laughs> so I, or. I only killed Harvey. It, it, something hocus pocus again. But yeah, then we're jumping back and forth again. You have a little uh, uh, black spider. Do you like black spider? I do like black spider. Black spider. Uh, we're I'm paging through it, and Rafe was sitting there while I was reading. He's like, "Why is there a mechanical?" Like he thought it was a Doc Ock Spider Man. <laughs> it's like, why is there a mechanical Spider-Man? And the best part about it, too, is that freaking Batman gets a chainsaw and goes fucking Ash Williams yeah. on him from Evil Dead yeah. with it. Yeah, It was so badass. And that's not even the funniest part. Is it Firefly or is it Killer Moth who shows up then? <laughs> I have to get back and to him. He, he's like, whoop, whoop, whoop. He just turns and runs. He's- He's like, he's running up. He's like, oh, man, make sure you save a piece for me. And then he sees what happens and then turns around and just hightails it back into the goddamn yeah, field. I laugh my Moth, ass right? off It of is that. Killer Moth. I want to say it is. I have not at that part. I think it is. And to me, the thing that was great, because he's like, I'm gonna. And the thing that I loved <laughs> about this is that this is like, it's way above what he ever thought Batman would do. You know what I mean? Because yeah. he looks, he says it. Batman just turns. It's Firefly. And, and okay, it is Firefly. He turns and and I don't even. That's the problem. I don't. I see it right here. I didn't even know, but now I see the tank and stuff. He uh, he just like grits his teeth at him. That's the weird Firefly part because when, when when Firefly runs, he really looks almost like the classic killer moth with the striped yeah. pants from the behind. Yeah, it's really he? weird. And he's like whoop 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 runs away. <laughs> and I like it that then the next thing. Is Batman walking like a badass? Like, oh, yeah. I kind of like this. And then he thinks, in my mind, Batman thinks like, okay, let's get this shit going. Uh, also, what I was saying also about the Batwing crashing. <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> the the oh. Batwing crashing there. Like, Batman doesn't go to get in to fly away. He goes oh, no. in to see what's, you know, grab him. So I think that, yeah, I think it's destroyed. Obviously, Alfred. Yeah, that's done with. 
Yeah. So what happens then is uh, that piece of shit uh, trucker shoots Joe. Batman. Yeah, Joe shoots Batman. He's done flirting, as you say. He shoots him. Batman goes down. They're kind of talking to Two-Face. Then the Two-Face right away is like, you know, good job. Now get that thing out of my face. And I really like this part. From here on, I really do enjoy it because Batman just reaches up, grabs Two-Face, and t- it's like a horror They disappear in the goddamn field. They disappear into the wheat. They don't know what's going on. It's almost like a combo of, like, Children of the Corn and Jaws. Like, shit. all of a sudden, shit's going, and then the water, you know, clears out. It's very calm. Okay, this like, is, is going to be the next sci-fi shark movie, Wheat Sharks. Yeah. yeah, really. And you know what else I'm looking at? When when Batman says, hey, listen, you know, you don't want what he's offering. It's not worth it. I promise you, I really do now, I think. He's saying, listen, you take that money. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I think he's warning him, not about Two-Face, about him. That Jeez. if you get involved with that, you're dealing with me now. You don't want that because he's like, I promise you. And <laughs> then what you see is him, yeah, freaking jaws him away. He fucking goes. And they end up in what I appear or what Candy I Graham. gather is Joe's truck, right? Yeah, it is Joe's truck. They're stealing mm-hmm. Joe's truck to keep Joe's going on the goddamn uh, road trip. A lot of porn and stuff on there. No, this is a uh, college hunks moving some junk. Too. You know yeah. what? I don't. I don't consider. Is he popping wheelies and and going through the tolls? He don't stop at the tolls. I do all that shit. Pop I wheelies. pop the wheelies. He's popping the wheelies. I'll run right through those fucking tolls. <laughs> yes. Um. I don't know. Is it me? I hope that I I'm don't the best. any truck drivers. But when I see that he, uh, Joe, is actually a mover. I, 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 he goes down a couple notches for me. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? He's, he's not, not a truck not like a driver anymore. Trucker. No. Yeah, no. He's a mover. He might be a college hunk calling junk. <laughs> also, like when those people showed up, the girl and the guy at the one point, I thought they were police officers. They're crossing guards. Joe is the same. He has now gone down <laughs> a level. He's a mover, Eric. He doesn't look like he's going to be able to move much. He is a big fat slob, right? Oh, God, he's going to lose a leg in the next five years from diabetes. Yeah, yeah, he's he's terrible. Though I will say, it looks like he keeps a, a nice, neat truck. The truck is very neat. Uh, you know, you would think that there'd be a lot of like fucking burger shit and just crap all over the place. But Batman I don't mind what it looks like that. Batman ties up uh, Two Face in the back, and one thing that threw me off in the art when he first does it, and uh, Two Face is kind of like, "Hey, man, the bad guys who want to—they're going to be worse. The good guys are going to become bad guys." Actually, it looks like the Joker a bit. Yeah. You're only seeing that one side. Yeah, and I'm looking at it. Yeah. It's a weird. If he had green hair there, Joker. There's yeah, anybody no has green hair or anything in comics. Oh, yeah. Joker. But I'm saying, you see his face. That is a joke. It's very odd, but it's nothing. And he's like, hey, you know what? We're going to get going. Everything seems to be fine. That's when uh, Alfred it's exposed or revealed that Alfred was the one who shot down the Batwing. He's sorry. He is a piece of crap, Eric. He's crying. He's crying because he wants to die. Nobody will kill him. It's that hand. That, that hand is taking take over. That the hand. I'm waiting for that to happen, man. Place, it's taking over. Just and like Jeff Fahey and body parts. You would hope that at one point they like Alfred's like, "Hey, excuse me, sir, but I have to go and get up. I got to go take a shit." And he goes off and he's in the bathroom. All of a sudden he's strangling himself and he's trying to stop it. Be so. And then he comes back down. He's all fine. Master Bruce, could you hand me the knife? Oh, yeah. He's like, hand me that. I'll give you a hand with that. And then at the end, uh, Duke's there, and he's like, here, shake on it, Duke. No! Anybody want some finger sandwiches? Finger sandwiches. Hey there, you want a hand job? 
Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know where you're going here. Duke is a young uh, man. This is Duke is a young fellow with a yellow outfit on. I know it's a little oh, tight. Before but, even, hey. this even leads into my mind where we jump into the backup story. But before we get to the backup story, we end this with Batman starting up Joe's truck, tossing that coin out. So well, I'm yeah. waiting to see if that coin shows up again in the next issue. Well, yeah, because and, he does toss the coin. And, and then, as he drives away. Oh, it's the best. I'm telling you, what happens at the very end here makes up for any nonsense that I thought. Oh, yeah. It's so good. You even said, it's Gentleman Ghost. It's Gentleman Ghost, Ghost. Yeah, with a goddamn submachine gun. And I'm telling you, it's like a it's like a Looney Tunes cartoon. As they pan away, he's there. And just seeing Gentleman Ghost with a machine gun makes me laugh it's so like much. It's like Sprite old Chim Chim getting in the back of Speed's maybe, fucking car. Maybe we're going to find out that Alfred is being possessed by Gentleman Ghost. You don't do that. <laughs> I know, but yeah, uh, I really do like that. That last, it's so great, and I like it right it's there. It's so hokey and great, but, but it just really, makes me want to read if, more. If, yeah, and you know Fucking what? Gentleman Ghost, Killer, uh, killer Moth, this Firefly, say, come Eric, on. He, Scott Snyder, He's though, everything not I a love big fan. Him. You're not a big fan, right? No. He has given you three, at least three of the villains you've been begging for have, totally. years. For I'm years, saying, I, I like Scott Snyder when he's a no nonsense storyteller. When he relies on gimmicks to get his stories across, it fucking comes across like nonsense to yeah, me. Yeah, sometimes it's a shame. Sometimes yeah. this is very disjointed. I like it more than you. I, I really do. I think the art is really good. Like I said it earlier, it's the best John Romita art, I think, since John Romita uh, came over to DC with these things. I, that, so, I'm saying, though, the John Romita art's okay. This the colors. It makes everything look kind yeah. of... Like it does flat look, and like, like muddy. Flat, I don't know. Just I think that dismal, uh, not, Jr. is a city guy. Yeah. Um, I think that he's busting on people in middle America. All you middle America people. You, you should, mean North Gotham? I don't. It, it, to <laughs> me, it's Kansas. He, he is the most one. Batman is the most wanted man in the state. Eric. The state. In what the state, state is that? I, I actually want them to go like a Simpsons S thing where they go and there's the four states that you can yeah, step yeah. on and they make no sense. It's like California, Connecticut, Florida, and West Virginia. Oh, look at look at here. <laughs> I'd like that, but yeah. Um, as we go on, obviously there's kill, uh, Gentleman Ghost, which points out that uh, don't forget there's still people that are going to be out and about trying to get Batman and stuff. Oh, yeah. Batman says to Alfred at that point, you know, you hey. Uh, we're still going for this. The plan A is still fucking on. And then Alfred's like, to me, Alfred's like, oh, now I got to blow up a truck. Yeah. He's, I think that. How Alfred am I going to stab yeah. my fucking master in the back Alfred now? Behind the scenes. My boy. He's stopping all of this. Uh, but yeah, that stops. And then you go into this, uh, backup that we had said before. I just mentioned it again. You get a lot of Duke in that. If you're, if you're somebody who's wanted to see more Duke. Which I have. Again, though, it is more of a, um, it's a lot of open ended, a lot of craziness. You have stuff. You have uh, Zaz and Walt. Oh, it's so weird. Uh, yeah, but only in only in names spoken out loud. We don't yeah. even get to see it. We just have a bunch of bodies around cuts. a fabric table yeah. in a fabric shop. Um, and it's so weird. You have these cuts that Zaz has done where the cuts are so close to each other that if you try to heal one, the other opens. So the best thing you can do is just stand still and not do anything. And then it ends with this this wheel. What what is the name of it? It's the that, cursed wheel. The cursed wheel and the cursed wheel. I like the idea of that being a cursed wheel where he's saying, listen, anybody, really anybody becomes a Robin. Yeah, is I, I would love the idea too over. if I knew what the fuck he's talking yeah. about. And I'm not saying your life's over, you're going to die. You are now in it. I think that it is another one of these open ended. At one point, it looked like a pokeball on the screen. I don't, I yeah, I, I'm telling you, this is like, 
he's talking about this computer program does this. Oh, I see. There's a bunch of colors on the screen. You're not. This is not doing anything. You're fucking yeah, lying to me, Batman. Hey, look at the colors, and it's one of those where it looks like like a. I don't even know how to explain it. Where all these colors blend in, and it's supposed to show you like the different. To me, it's like a cycle crazy quilt thing, and and it's a bunch of things going on. But then what throws me off is at the end, like, hey, just look at the colors. You know what's going on. Ask the question, and nothing really to me makes any sense in this. No. Right now, hopefully, I, he Scott Snyder's not a dummy. We're going to get answers with these things, but the problem that I always have is I think that the Two-Face story is six issues, you said, you right? Yeah, I believe so. So if it's six issues, this whole cursed wheel or something, we're going to get a drop here and a drop there until the sixth issue where it's revealed, and it'll be revealed to be nothing as big as, as the setup will be. That's my fear. Uh, I can't say that right now because obviously I don't know. Um but yeah, this this issue I like. It is too clever at times for its own good. Instead of just saying, "Here's the story. Here you go," it, it almost is like, "Okay, I have this story. Let's change it up a little and make it even more mysterious. Let's make people work for it." That's I, one of the biggest so things weird. that I have. I I'll tell you, I love Scott Snyder. Scott Snyder has two of the best stories of the new 52 the court of the owls we love oh yeah and death of the family we love now later on he tried you know things got a little convoluted he tried to do a little hocus pocus with the joker cut you know that stuff what i don't like i like him i like his stories it's his storytelling that forces you to have to work while you're reading it, it's more work than enjoyment most of the time for me, especially reviewing it. You're oh, yeah, it's terrible. I gave this to you. I was going to review it at first, but the way shit uh, – Then he got scared. I had, like a bitch. I had too many books this week, <laughs> so you're like, hey, do you want that? It wasn't even like I don't want to deal with it. I actually was looking forward to it. It's oh, been yeah. a while since I reviewed a Scott Snyder book. The main thing I just said, I'll repeat it, ad nauseum, especially reviewing it. It ends up being so much work. Only not only just because, hey, the guy's a smart guy and he'll throw this. Like I said, I'm looking at Gordon with a gun in the back of his ass, his back of his pants. It's not even that stuff. It's just he really makes you work for the payoff. When I would rather have like a Jeff Johns who does the work for me, yeah. for me to enjoy the payoff. Like when the, when those payoffs hit. You've been enjoying it the whole time, and it raises up a level. Scott Snyder will make you work, 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 work. To it's almost like to me, it's drink more Ovaltine. You're doing all this <laughs> fucking work. You got the fucking thing going. You're yeah, like, and it ends up out. being the thing. Yeah, it, it's always to me. It always ends up pissing me off because I'm like, God. Oh, the Dionysia. Okay, yeah. the Joker was lying this whole time. Yeah. Fuck yeah, you. and oh, you mean Batman is gonna, you know, die because he's gonna prove this, and there you go, and you have the, the fish that eat each other in the pond, and they're doing this and that and the other thing. It just, it, it drives me nuts sometimes. Uh, what did you got? I'll say just to end it. I really like John Romita Jr.'s art. I'll say it again. I think that this is the best art he's done. Yeah, at, I think it's the best. I still don't care for John Romita Jr.'s I really art like that much. It. I, I think really that Declan's backup looks fantastic. Though. Really? I, I, I love like, the backup art. I don't like the backup as much. I think that – and uh, where I really like John Romita Jr.'s Batman in the first part, I don't like Declan. I can't say it. Ah. Almost got – I don't – I like the one panel where Declan has that where he's like – pretty much shadowed out and you see the symbol that's one yeah, of the yeah, yeah. where you're like holy shit i really do like that symbol yeah, me too. i was telling part, you that the other day 
Yeah, the other parts of Batman, I think, are, are a little off. I don't like the Batman in it. There's a couple panels where he just looks... Yeah, real- I can see what you're saying. I, uh, I just like the more straightforward style. It's just that everything is so blocky. Go, go to the end. Go to the I, I, Yeah, I went to it. You see that's that? why I'm... Yeah, Look, yeah. That's the one that's weird to me. It's like, what is that? What's Grumpy Man doing over there? He's got a frown. Turn that frown upside down, Batman. Jesus Christ. But yeah, his Duke, though, is awesome. I really like his Duke. Oh, I want to say, too, that, that I'm... Like, I'm, I'm that. I'm throwing this out there just because they keep saying, like, oh, what is this name? Oh, I'm doing something different with him. He doesn't have a name yeah, yet. Yeah. I'm saying with the yellow with the freaking bat symbol on I'm saying yellow he's jacket. Gonna, he is going to be the signal, like the bat signal. The before signal. You send the signal out before Batman actually gets into fucking play. Oh. It's not the signal not, another character in some, like, weird cartoon. I don't know. It's like signal not, Man? Not like a major. Yeah, something like I, I remember something. Signal Man's a, a Batman villain. Yellow Jacket. He's or a stuck. Mega Man villain. You know why they call him Yellow Jacket, Eric? Why is that? Because he's got a yellow jacket. Think of that. The Shut yellow, up. The yellow mask. When you see yellow, that's the color that your underwear turns. That's his catchphrase. No, I really look forward to uh, the, what's going on with this Two-Face story because I want to understand everything. It's just, it is fucking hard. It's, it's work to fucking enjoy a comic. That's nonsense in my mind. Yeah, I just want to sit that, down again. and have fun with Batman and Two-Face. That's and what I, I to- want. Like this, especially here's where let's just get more into just to end it. I wish that right away. Number one, get rid of this being a rebirth. Get rid of this being in continuity. Let me see Scott Snyder where he can fuck around with all these characters the way he wants to, the way he loves to do it and not have it matter at all in any continuity. Make this his – this is the Scott Snyder continuity. It is outside – yeah, the Snyderverse. It's outside of continuity where he can have fun with it, and it can go on for a trillion issues if he wants. It could go on for 12. Who knows? But it's not in continuity. Even like – um. Yeah, like Superman Unchained, right. how that was like to – give me that because then you're going into each issue. This issue, you have Firefly, Killer Moth, Two-Face, Gentleman Ghost. Who knows who the fuck you're going to get next? You're going to get the craziest you – know, like Signal Man. You, you may get Kite Man again. Kite like, Man. All this, and it's not going to be even tied down to his versions of like Crazy Quilt. Well, he has yeah. done Crazy Quilt. Crazy Quilt's done, uh, Was it Dr. Death? Was that he can he could even reimagine his reimaginings. And I want to see Lord Deathman out there. Yeah, yeah, it'd be awesome. And we did that at one we point. We said I don't before, know. yeah, uh, they did it in I believe. Was it that Grant special Morrison for Detective? It. I thought it was actually. I thought it was actually Grant Morrison in, in uh, uh, Batman Incorporated. I don't know. Well, I, I don't remember, remember anymore because we even said that. Uh, I think it was Grant Morrison because I said that he made sure that he talked in that weird like <laughs> sing song. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, English. Oh, you fucking call Lord it. It's really man. good. But I would really love it that I'm like, okay, this is Scott Snyder. I still think he is going at it this way, that this is his sandbox. He's yeah. going to do what he wants. He does not care. Honestly, I um, think it's cool, too, if he, like, him staying in continuity, because for him saying, like, he doesn't care about continuity before, like, yeah. going into the new 52. I like seeing him restricted and playing by the rules. That's yeah, just me, actually, That's what I like. I would really like to see him do this book as a – we've always said before when the New 52 started, they had uh, the Dark Knight book, and it was not very good. But what that book seemed to be was like, hey, yeah. here's where you're going to get the funny – you know, Batman villains. You're going to get the Mad Hatter a lot. You're going to have a Clayface story. You can have this and that. Yeah, and I, I just want it to be fun. Uh, it could be fun, but again, Scott Snyder doesn't do just fun, Eric. 
But that's what I want, gonna, Jimmy boy. He, well, he just he wants you to work for it. And it, uh, again, I just mentioned I'm working two for of my the weekend, not for the comic books. Yeah, really. Yeah, <laughs> we're all working for the weekend. But uh, what did you give it? I gave it a seven out of ten, mostly because yeah. I was afraid of Scott Snyder fanboys who attack me if Ooh. I give it bad. But no, I would Ooh. give it between. Uh, you don't I want a prob- Batman forty four on your hands, my friend. I do not. I'm still scared no. of that. I had panic yes, attacks all week, and I'm like, yes. uh, but no, that's, I would probably. Yeah, give that's a, another reason I gave it to. A six point eight out of ten, honestly. Yeah, actually, I'm going way higher. I give it an eight. An eight out of ten. I really enjoyed it. It set up a lot of stuff that I'm interested in, and again. I didn't have to review it, so I just read it before now, and yes, I still had to kind of, you know, work my way through it. I had to do the thing. Now, this is another thing that most people don't deal with or have to deal with, but it helped me out at this point. You had told me about what happened in the issue. You had told me exactly what you didn't like about it. So going into the issue, I kind of focused on that sort of thing that like, oh, Eric doesn't like this. And I'm like, okay, let me try to figure this out and all this. But So I kind of had a leg up of me just grabbing this issue. Um, from the people that I talked to behind the scenes, Eric, and this Ooh. includes creators, possibly the President of the United States, and Jacques Chirac from France, and it's up and down. Some people really like it. Some people are like, this is the greatest. Uh, other people have told me legitimately that they hated it. Well, I'm telling you. done what, with what, this nonsense and they're done. What did your boy think of it? Was he 14? What's that? Oh, oh, Ray? Oh, no, Ethan. Ethan. Ethan read it. He, and to me, again, it's a number one. So there's nothing here that you really need to know. And if you do, then that's Scott Snyder's fault for not telling you. Like, again, it, my son Ethan's reading it. He doesn't know that Two-Face had supposedly killed himself if he did, didn't, whatever. He's going to clean oh, you don't, slate You Reddit. don't need that going in, yeah. Yeah, I'm saying that you don't need it, but if you did, that's not my son's fault. No, He's no. going in not knowing much. He knows who Batman is. Um, he read it, and I was like, I thought that he was really going to enjoy this. Now you're getting to where you realize what's going to happen here. I say to him, Ethan, what did you think? And he put it down. He's like, I did not like that at all. And then what did I do? I gave him... Red Hood number one, not yes. even Rebirth, Red Hood number one. He read it. He had a big smile on his face, <laughs> and he got done. He goes, man, that was awesome. Yeah. And he doesn't know Red Hood from no. fucking you know, Crazy Quilt. And he said, that's a better Batman story than the Batman here. But again, I think it's because he didn't have to work at it. He's a no. lazy kid. He's like his father. <laughs> I'm a lazy, lazy. man. <laughs> I need shit given to me on a platter yeah, to right. enjoy. But yeah. Uh, I would give it an eight, though. I'm really That's intrigued right. by it. I'm enjoying it. I'm I, intrigued, too. I just wanted more from this issue. Can I tell you right now that if this ends, even the six-issue uh, arc, right. if this ends and we do not get a satisfying ending to this, I'm done, Eric. Then I will become a hater. I'm still <laughs> not a hater. People can think I am. I'm not a hater. I, I'm not a hater I am a, I'm like on, I'm on the, the freaking the, the plank. I'm ready it's to defense. jump. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not even on the fence. I think it's a plank because if I end up not liking it, it's not like I just jump into another yard and woo 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 and run away like fucking Firefly. If I don't like it, I'm jumping into the goddamn sharks. I'm committing suicide. I am Two Face. I'll kill myself. What do you think of that? I think it's pretty harsh, I'll be harsh, so man. angry. I'll be so angry because it's always a promise. It's always a whisper and a promise with this guy. And usually, to me, forty percent of the time he comes through. 
uh, you know, 60% he leaves shit laying out there for nothing. Like yeah. I said, poor Mr. Freeze is out there. He's a psychopath that was never married, Eric. Fix Mr. He's a Freeze. Guy, yeah, he's a guy who is just obsessed with a woman in a coma. The one... One of the greatest backstories of any villain where you get a villain who's doing it all for love, Eric. He did that's it all for love. power of love, Jim. He did it all for love. And that's what you give him. You give him, you make him a psycho. And then just ditch him. Just leave him on the side of the road looking to suck cock for quarters, Eric. That's all you get. Action Comics number 961, written by Dan Jurgens, art by Steven Segovia, Art Thibbert, Arif Prianto, and Rob Lee. The same stuff we've had so far, but now Mr. Oz has gotten in the mix since it looks like Superman is going to be killed by Doomsday once again. And instead of simply watching like he's done all along, he orders out the troops he seems to have all of a sudden to subdue the monster. Where did he get these troops from, Jim? I don't know. I, might... I don't know what any of this is. This <laughs> book, I'm telling you, I would have been done. And if I wasn't done with this book up until now, this would have been the issue that I would... I really... I want to give this a fuck you five just because of the no answers of anything. And, and really, I don't mind a book that's intriguing. We just talked about Batman, uh, All-Star Batman number one. There's a lot of shit thrown out there yeah. that we're confused by. At least at this point, it's a number one. I can say, well, you know, we're going to find out. I remember that number one issue where they threw everything at us, and especially the whole um, Clark Kent. Where oh, yeah. Me and you, we didn't argue about it, but I'm like, God damn it. What the fuck's that? Hey, yeah. And you, you were very positive because you very. really liked it. And you're like, well, you know, I'm just going to wait. I want to see what's going on. I want, we're now, I've at been issue, waiting. Yeah. We're at four issues in, right? I, you this numbering gets me all fucked uh, up, but uh, no, this is five. Yeah. It's five issues. The thing is, I could not be mad at myself for being optimistic at no, that point because I'm a normal not mad story arc. What I'm saying is, no, I'm just saying, I can't be mad at myself. Anything. Yeah, because we have not learned a anything. story arc, we would have had shit go on Jesus in this Christ. time. What's but that? I'm telling you, we would have had more. We would have had normal shit go on at this time. And we would have understood things for a normal story but arc. Just, just imagine, please. Let's get in the imagination machine right now. We're going to get in, close the door. We're going to turn on the the fucking thing. Imagine if this wasn't twice a month. This is five <laughs> months of story. How the it's almost half a year of what would have been the other books. I think for normal is readers, is it because they're stretching it out because it is twice a month, or is this just the story we're getting? Because, I don't know. Jesus Christ! I think it, if it was a monthly book, it could have fooled a lot of readers who wouldn't I, have like really remembered like from month oh, to month. But no, since it yeah, is so quick, fool them! It'd be great because each month you get the same goddamn issue. Yeah, Th- this issue you get more of Lex at least. Uh, which is fine, but he's just bitching and moaning that he's in cleanup duty, yeah. which doesn't make sense to me because he was there. He's actually uh, p- fucking pissed off almost as if uh, like a minor thing happened and he's ticked off. No, he was there with them. He fucking was fighting. Do- you know what I mean? Okay, it's, but they go seems- on and he's just stuck trying to fit, yeah, like, fix but and it, clean it's up just everything. The way he's saying it when he's like, oh, my city wounded because of Doomsday. And look, there's Lex Luthor. And it just seemed that it wasn't just him being upset, but more of the fact that he's like, I don't know, mad at them. Rafe just came by. He looked at me and shook his head. <laughs> I sleep Rafe. <laughs> Here. I want to see what's wrong with him. Let's see. Maybe he doesn't like action comics. What's the matter? Mm-hmm. It's different. Clash. 
Did you, well, how did you step on glass? Is it okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm talking about action comics here, buddy. He stepped on glass. I heard. Heck is he doing walking around at this time? It's like 2 a.m. Where's glass at? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. We have a, a hell hole we live in. <laughs> yeah, Lex, I know that you, he, do you think he comes off as a guy who's like, I should be fighting more? It seems like he's mad about th- the city. And I'm telling you, I think he's mad about everything. And that, that plus he's Lex, you know, I'm, here's my debut as the new Superman. And we got yeah. this other Superman shows up and he's destroyed the city. I, I, he's I, doing I, all the stuff and like, okay, here I am. I'm supposed you know to be Superman. Weird, to I'm not me, saving Lex, the day. To me, Lex would be uh, going at this in a different way of, look at me, guys. I'm the only one who stays by, you know, no, I'm that's here what to I help the city. You know what I mean? That's and honestly, like I think plan. that's how a lot of people are going to see it. And that's why he goes up and builds the gestalt after I do this. like, yeah. Uh, but then Clark the shows up. The gestalt. Clark shows up. And again, you get more of this every thing. time Clark <laughs> tries to tell somebody. This is Telos again with his name. Yeah. And also, you want to go even more? August in Flash yeah. and with his name. He just, he's begging somebody to listen to the story that Lex is like, hey, you know what? I can tell that you really are not Superman because you broke your arm, but also you're not in the fight. Superman would never do that. That's a weird compliment. I told you already I'm not yeah. Superman. Yeah. yeah, no, I told you already I'm not. I heard you the first hundred times, Kent. <laughs> no, we didn't. We want to see what's going on. I, and, I have heard him say that a hundred times. Yeah, but we. I want to hear more. Yeah. I want to hear like, okay, you know what? I've heard that. Explain yourself. They have plenty Honestly, of time here. Lex should be all about that. Oh, look, I know the city's falling apart. Everything is terrible right now. I need to hear how the hell you're not That's Superman. That's what I'm saying. Let's, okay, let's get this building okay. And it's funny because there's always an artificial thing thrown in to get them away from the story. And this was a piece of... Uh, fucking concrete and rebar going down that's going to kill a woman and a, and a kid why is this woman and kid walking anywhere near this building this building lexus is getting an impromptu girder against it this thing is going to fall the mother and child just walking through the streets having a grand old time trying to get why the are they there? i don't know maybe they've been it's, hiding all this time now they think it's hiding. a good time yeah, to come so out. they came out to get under a building that's falling apart it, it's just there so that clark can't continue his story even though Lex doesn't want to hear it anyway, and also so that Superwoman can show yeah, up. Yeah, we, we can talk so, about Superwoman showing up this week in comics. And it's only her contrail that goes through yeah. it. Hey, look, Superwoman. A, a woman, Mommy, a Superwoman. Yeah, a superwoman, it's so forced. It's so <laughs> stupid. Uh, but yeah, then there's Clark. How, how did you, hey, I love to admit it, but whoever saved that, those people wasn't me. And then you go to Mr. Oz, who now at this point is very odd to me. This is where Mr. Oz is changing the game for me because there's Lex, there's Clark. He already knows that Lois is a Superman, Superwoman. He, she's there, the super powered Lois Lane. This guy knows the things too quick to me. I I don't know. And he's, he's got, got that cameras. magic monitor so he can he see does. whatever he's he wants. He's got cameras everywhere, but there. He knows it's Lois already. There she is. And, uh, yeah. And, oh, more players to the game. Really, I think that is a DC editor who's going, God damn it. How many people can we add to this fucking superverse? It's getting crazy. We better kill Wait one of Wait till Mr. Oz finds out about Lana. 
I, we better, yeah. Well, I think that Mr. Oz is the editor, and he says one of these superwomen must die. Hey, Mr. Oz, uh, Supergirl comes out next week. Yeah, really. He's going to be pissed then, too. I'm surprised she didn't show up. Actually, I would have liked that more than the Superwoman if it would have just been Supergirl. But, um, that's where you see, uh, I don't know, is it a big development? But they find the craft that brought Doomsday in. And yeah, Lex, Lex says it is not from this earth. As yeah, it's, he knows. It, it's pretty big that it's not from this universe. It's not from this earth. It's nothing he recognizes. So it's something it, it just what it is doing is pointing to what happens at the end. So all of a sudden it just doesn't shock you that we find out later that Doomsday is being controlled or at least was brought here by Mr. Oz and his gang of whoever's. I don't know who the fuck they are. I, who knows? Yeah, but uh, in the, I know everybody will talk uh, as Mondius or however you pronounce it from uh, Watchmen, but now I, I'm not sure. I, I actually wish that if that was going to be the case, give us a little something more. I was even looking, you know, that eye, like the eye of Iris that he has. Right. Uh, maybe if those guys would have had that on it, something, but they're not. They're they're playing it close to the vest. I don't <laughs> think that's what it is. I, I think there's something else nonsense going on. Um, but... Lex is there, but then we switch over to upstate. We're going upstate here. Upstate. Upstate where, where everything's Wonder fancy. Woman, Wonder Woman is here. Wonder Woman's fighting uh, Doomsday. Uh, she's getting it. Superman's there. John Lois. It's the whole thing. And he's like, you know, don't get near my family. And uh, again, and this, I'm telling you, this is the part that bothers me the most out of this book where I almost wanted to give up on it. Superman is fighting Doomsday as he has been. And all he wanted from the only thing he asked of his fucking family is, please go away and go away as far as you can, as fast as you can, because there's some serious shit going on. Well, that, and they, they, they respect him, right? And they respect no! his wishes. No. Nope. There's Lois again. Lois Lane. Worst parent ever. She <laughs> She's won't there. leave. Yeah, no, she's there. And, and John yeah, I, won't leave I, I either. And it's great, too, because then uh, John actually, when John uses the heat vision, he heat visions Doomsday, helps out his dad. In the meantime, too, uh, that's when it seems that when Superman finally seems like he's come up with a plan, that's when Mr. Oz, game's over. Yeah. It's time. Let's And he's isolated. He says the creature's isolated, but he has been isolated a little bit. But, yeah, they can move in without being seen. But it also seems to me like when he realizes that Superman may have a chance that he does it, it's very no, odd. Honestly, I, no. In my mind, it's when it looks like Superman doesn't have a chance. Really? Because he I, got rid me. of, like, because he told Lois and uh, John to leave. They wouldn't do it. He said, all right, Wonder Woman, do me a favor. I know you're my only backup here, but please take them to safety. And they go to the yeah, jail like Watchtower. And now Superman is actually, on his own. Yeah, when I'm looking at it, it actually seems at this point that it's like a, a even battle. He almost chokes him out, but then he gets slammed. But it's nothing. There's nothing visually here that would make me think like, oh, my God, Superman's going to die. I know what you're saying there. He Superman comes up with the greatest plan of getting a heavy hitter like Wonder Woman, who seems to be doing enough damage herself. Yeah. And she's going to take them up. To, they can't just drive away. And then Super- watch it again on the monitors. Yeah. But even then, it's like uh, Oz says, we got to get him out of there or whatever. And at that point, that's when Superman actually – John joins in. Superman actually starts doing some damage and then bashes him to get away from the sun he's mad he wants him to get away from john and sends him so far off that they can sit and talk for a while yeah 
Because that's basically what happens. He punches Doomsday away, and then Superman talks to Wonder Woman, asks, her, hey, can you keep them safe for me? Do what you got to do. Thank you. And then goes and talks to uh, Lois and John. Hey, I'll be okay, buddy. Oh, you know, and, and Lois is even kind of like, hey, you know what? I can't just walk away. You have to. All this stuff. It's it's nonsense. It's It's not in the middle of battle talk, but, boy, you were just – getting the shit kicked out of you by Doomsday. You just punch him away, and then you sit down and talk. I, I would think that if this plan, he would say to Loa, or Wonder Woman, just get it done. Hey, guys, I love you. I got to go. Uh, but, yeah, he has time to smooch. He talks to John, and then he says he loves them both and heads off uh, to go fight Doomsday some more. In the meantime, Wonder Woman is going to take Lois and John up to the Watchtower. and. Yep. Of course, when you get to the Watchtower, you've, John has already been through enough. Uh, you would not let him watch the fight, right? You wouldn't let him watch his dad fight, especially since you may have the idea that he might die again. So they don't let him watch, right? That's right. They don't let him no, watch. They let him watch. Yes, they do. It's always what? It's so weird. And it's even weird. John gets up into the watchtower and has like a, a moment where he seems to forget about everything and is all giddy about being in space. Now, and I it's just so weird. It's just not at this point when you just left your dad watching your dad get the shit kicked out of him. It, it just seemed weird. I don't know. They all seemed okay with staying because obviously Superman's going to win. There's there yeah, but no I don't danger. know. That's not. It didn't seem to me that like Lois didn't want to go because she said that the last time he died and she doesn't want to not be there if that happens again. And, <laughs> and she, all if this. that happens again, she's going to die. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's what she means. I think she wants to. If he's going to die, giving she, up then. And really, she is in a world that isn't hers yeah. if superman dies what what the fuck she gonna do and he's like yeah john you know, john well that's what she's she, uh, she's not even thinking of she's an awful parent but then superman's fighting doomsday and all of a sudden he gets contained there's these guys he doesn't know who the fuck they are what powers they have they contain them and they're pushing them towards this quote-unquote gate and uh that's where mr oz says uh or it doesn't say Superman's like, I don't know what's going on, but there's something bigger at play. <laughs> really. But yeah, he's getting taken out. So uh, we're going to get this is actually do you like that? It looks like if Doomsday, if this is in fact Doomsday goes through this gate and that's how the battle ends. Is that satisfying? To you? No, because it's not to me. And that exactly is what I meant in my mind. What would happen with Batman and the colony if he just calls the government, right. and they just show up to me. That is a lame ending. And this is we have gotten five issues of them fighting. If that's how it ends, where they just subdue them and they go in the gate, we don't get any answers about that at the moment. And then we'd be uh, I won't be furious, uh, but I'll be damn right angry. Yeah, I'll be angry because that's just to me, it's like you've been led on this whole time. This is the same. Like I said, I don't know that you've got exactly what I was saying in, in Detective, but that's exactly what I I feel the same way. Like you've been stringing us along, 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 and then you end like this. That is like, so I lame. imagine from where we leave left off here to yeah. how the book has been like since Rebirth happened, They these troops are subduing him with these fucking ray guns. The red and then, gonna go like they, they t exactly, or something. He starts breaking free. They turn on the gate, and then Superman has to fight his way to get Dark's uh, Doomsday in the gate, and then them shut it down. The end. And, and well, to me, I actually think if they're going to go that route, they're doing that. It looks like Doomsday is in some trouble here. It doesn't look like they're struggling, but they're trying to get it to the gate. If I would say anything, they they fail. 
Superman flies, boom, Superman goes into the gate, and that's where we're going to see what the fuck's going on behind the scenes, finally, because wherever so they're sending him, Superman will go, I don't know either, but like I'm for assuming... For some reason, in my mind, I'm not, I, I know it's not this, but every time I say the gate or even think about it, it's always the Phantom Zone, even though I know it's yeah. not the Phantom Zone. Yeah. The, but it I could be. It could it be. It does kind of look like the Phantom Zone, like the, the some of the devices they use with the mirrors and stuff. Yeah, the projector. I don't know. The projector. Uh, I don't think that maybe, I don't know, if it's a different universe Phantom Zone. I don't know. Who knows, But yeah, man? if anything, I would think that Sam would, would go fly into him from the back and take him through the gate with him, and then we'll find out what goes on. And the I think side. Mr. Oz will appear in the JLA Watchtower, and I'll just be yeah. behind Lois, Wonder Woman, and John. Yeah, he, pro- he probably has enough fucking... Why would he? He's got cameras. He's done enough so far. The guy's just looking at everyone with cameras <laughs> and fucking with that staff. Fucking staff in the hood. Uh, what'd you give it? I, I, did you like the art? I, I thought it was a step down from where we yeah, had I been, but I, but I still enjoyed it enough, but... It has not. It was not up to par from what we've had so far. But I gave it a six point two out of yeah, ten. Yeah, I actually thought the art was a little down. The thing that I saw it in the most was Doomsday. I yeah. thought until now Doomsday looked fucking awesome. He didn't look that awesome in this. I, a lot of stuff was like generic. really blended together. Like yeah, when Superman and Doomsday are fighting, and they're like really on top. You have no idea what's really going on. Yeah, even like when uh, Doomsday is getting contained. Yeah, and it just it looked really generic. It didn't look like it had. Uh, I'm trying to get my notes too. I don't remember what I gave it. Um, I gave it a five point five. Right. I was gonna give it a fucking fuck you five again, uh, but I thought you know what I I did like enough of it. I always like John. Uh, I hate Lois in this. I think she's the worst. And I really actually I liked the Wonder Woman bits. You didn't get a lot, but I no. liked that she kind of comes off as a bit more powerful than Superman, if you ask me. I thought that was good. And I, even though I complained about it, I liked the whole idea of, of Lex, like, getting, not when he was pissed, but him putting the city back together and kind of helping people out. But uh, I hope that leads to him, like you said, saying, look, I'm the one who loves the city. This is my city. Cause Love I, me. I really do like Lex. But uh, we're going to head off to a break and then come back with a bunch of books with Reggie. Reggie. And so if you if you love Reggie, you're going to get a heavy dose of Le- Reggie coming up when we talk about Superwoman, uh, new Superman number two. And what was the last one we talked about? How Jordan the Green Lantern Corps coming up. That's right. How's your whole family? How's your whole family? How's your whole family? your whole family how's your whole family uh, well, here's birthday boy reggie yeah. Big birthday oh yeah happy boy. birthday reggie happy, happy hey, birthday. i'm looking out the window it looks like armageddon has hit our town it is there's lightning goddamn light- thunder yeah. i i don't know that this podcast is going to last <laughs> i think i don't know if the earth is going to last this might be it guys it might be it's end of yeah. days Yes, Reggie's birthday. Uh, he spent his birthday re- uh, researching John Byrne, right? <laughs> yeah. Editing and podcasts fucking... and recording and now joining us at night. That's a normal glamorous, The glamorous life of, uh, of podcasting, let me of tell you. Of Reginald Drinkwater. That's Reginald right. Reginald Drinkwater. But yeah, you're here with us right now to talk three books. Yeah. And uh, we're starting with, and one is a new one. 
And that's what we're going to start with, right? I would think that's a good idea. Let's start okay. with, okay, it's uh, Flintstones number Flintstones. two. Flintstones. Oh, 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 wait. Oh, we sorry. have a male uh, requesting a little <laughs> Flintstones talk. That's not happening. Oh, yeah? A little Flintstones Even though I, I will say I read it because of the male, it's okay. That, I think I, that is. I think that's I the mean, best one. I mean, here we one. are actually having some Flintstones. I know, but I, you but, agree that's the best one yeah, that you absolutely. have read? Just yeah. it, it sticks to the formula that works, and there it is. That's it. You like if you yeah. like the cartoon, there's no reason not to like the comic. Couple but really, we'll, shots and you're done. The, the one we want to talk about is really Superwoman number one, written by Phil Jimenez, art by Phil Jimenez, Matt Santarelli, and Jeremy Cox. I am strong. I am invincible. I am Lois Lane, and I have Superman's powers. I have received them from New Fifty Two Superman's fatal solar fart, and I need this childhood pal Lana Lang to help me refine them. She knows all about having powers from growing up with Clark Kent, and hey, she's got superpowers too. It's Whoa. just like that bitch to upstage me in my own comic book. <laughs> Not only that, she's a goddamn news reporter. Yes. I, I don't know. I don't know what that. They were just like, but you know what? They didn't throw away her other continuity. They, you know, they fully copped to her. Oh yeah, been well, she, she so. makes sure she tells you she's an engineer at heart. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> a farmer. She did. Also, Got a farmer blood. Also that a was, reporter. You know, that was Big Greg Pox thing was to mention that engineer every single time in Action yeah. Comics. But I did like that. Yeah. Uh, you guys like this more than I did. So maybe yeah. you guys should talk amongst yourselves. I liked it okay. Well, uh, what you think right, of well, it, Eric? <laughs> yeah, I'm not as I stoked. think it was a good start. It was a little rough all around, like, from the get-go. But, like, I'm telling you, it really bothers me that we have this character, Lana Lang. We have been told that she's an engineer. She dresses like Lara Croft. She's an archaeologist, it looks like. But she's an engineer, scientist, and now she's a goddamn re- news reporter. Why? Yeah, that was, that was, I mean, that was the most convenient part of it, probably. Besides Lex Luthor's. Uh, armor just shutting down. I mean, this is like armor that has a mother box and. Well, I got some. I got some theories behind that, and I agree with him that there's another mother box possibly at play there. Oh yeah, you think it was he got negated by some uh, apocalyptic technology? As we saw, as we saw before the Amazo vi. Actually, no, I'm sorry. Before the Dark Side War, when Lena Luthor shot Lex Luthor, she had a mother box, and uh, after that, she went into a coma. And we saw that Lex Luthor tried to revive her with his Lex box. I think somehow it did revive her to a point. I think she is ultra woman and in control no. of the bizarre S's. There's the only end. one thing I have a big All problem right. with that is that she's in bed. She has people or Lex has people around the clock on her. If she even opened her eyes, they would have gotten a hold of Lex and he would know about it. Uh, even if he would. Larry Moe and Curly? If she would have, yeah. Yeah, them, those guys. And even if she would have killed them, he would have known that the, uh, he probably tried. Maybe, she's, you know, maybe she controls them. I don't. Yeah, yeah maybe I'm she mind warped them. You're really gonna have to do a lot around that because even if he she kills him, he's gonna know if she controls him. I it seems weird from where we left off in that, but I do think that's what it's gonna be. Well, also, uh, there's got to be some other connection because I went back and I was looking when um Lena Luthor shot Superman. I mean, Alex uh, Luthor, and then sent Superman and him to Apocalypse. There was this weird transition in the story where we saw a panel of Superwoman in her cell still pregnant saying, oh, like, he's coming, talking yeah, about yeah. the anti-monitor. So, Mike, is there a connection between Lena Luthor, her mother box, and the anti-monitor? Yeah, really, like, I'm telling you, you, I think you're diving well more well, into I'm anything with her, will ever do. But I'm saying with her, <laughs> with her creating or at least taking control of the Bizarre S, the Superwoman Bizarro, it seems to have a connection to the Surf 3. 
Yeah, I like I said, what they will do, if anything, they will say one line and then away we go. They, it's just like how Parallax was with Sinestro. They're not going to go into any sort of explanation that's going to involve the Amazo virus. They will have her. Oh, not the Amazo. Nobody needs the Amazo. No, no I'm saying they're not even going to go back further than that number they 50. Might, they might go to Ultra Woman, a.k.a. You know, no, because I they do mention, ma- her mention her here. They mention her in this. Yeah, they yeah. mention her. But, yeah, I don't think that they're going to go into any explanation that we're going to say okay that leads from a b or c they're just going to tell you what it is and go from there i really don't yeah. think because if they were going to you know force that in i think they would have already have done it they, it's going to be just here it is it's lena she was in a coma she has a mother box away we go i i really i mean let's not even who knows if she's even you know yeah, may not even be story. so yeah, you know with Put the cart before the horse, but yeah, well, it's and she's uh, definitely off. and she's definitely wearing Lex Luthor's old power armor. Well, in that this. was the thing. The power, somebody's in the power armor, and it does look. They make it seem like that back is a bald head, and she yeah. might be bald, but no, it, she is bald. Yeah, I looked at future odd. covers. She just right, looked, right. that head looks huge. You know, for evidence, a woman's evidence head, compiling. They are really throwing that out there to make you think first off that it's Lex, which makes no sense. Then they're throwing out the hint because then Lex himself is like a page later. Well, I'm saying the only reason too I had I thought it had something to do with his Lex box or whatever if you want to call it just his mother box is because whoever's behind this, the Ultra Woman, she is able to shut his apocalyptic armor yeah, down. Yeah, she shut his armor down. That's the big. That's the big part of it. That was the it's that like, was part where I was like, wait a second. I mean, this isn't like just yeah. an EMP blast, but. I guess yeah, I, you, know, I think you guys Lena. are compiling some yeah, pretty good I, I evidence I do think here. it's Lena, but even before we get to that, we see Lois and Lana hanging out. And, In Smallville, yeah. yeah. Lois wants Lana to teach her all the things she taught Clark, and I know that people on the oh, site... Oh, is she going to teach her how to love? Well, people are pissed at this. A lot of people are upset at this scene because basically it wipes out everything about Ma and Pa Kent. Basically, no, it doesn't. That Lana told him. This is what the people are saying. They said they're wrong. He told he told That's me bullshit. you taught him control. You yeah. taught him how to use his powers in a way no one else could have. And I never even got that. I never thought that she ever taught him control. That was almost what his mom seemed to teach. I'm saying, though, and, in my mind, as a child, you know, he had Lana. She was a confidant. He was going through a lot of stuff with his powers. And she talked him, like, through all of this stuff. I don't and she was the she close talked, confidant that he thought, needed. To me, I thought she was just there for him to talk to. I never thought that she would have been somebody. Because then she's yeah, I don't remember teaching, him training her. Yeah, training she's him, but, legitimately teaching Lois how to fly. Yeah. And yeah. I don't think that she would have ever done that with Clark. That that seemed ridiculous to me. I, in fact, I don't think anybody really would have been able to teach him. That. I mean, that's the thing. I don't. Th- I don't no. think his parents taught him either, though. I no, think I they, think that that's know, something he learned himself. I think. Yeah, the, I, I think I the agree. difference is Lana Lang. Lana Lang taught him to, you know, be a fighter and to persevere. Yeah, where I his thought parents that Lana taught may have taught him the passion stay and whatever grounded, the fuck stay, You know, remember where you're from. Oh, you know, right. you could be bigger. She even says it later. It just seemed weird. And I really don't like uh, Lois and Lana together. I I, I really don't. I don't for like as much that. as they dislike each other. It's very odd them being That's together. That's what I'm saying. That throws by now. I think I feel like it's a Betty Clark and Veronica dying, type thing, though. Yeah, I just think that by Clark dying, that should have been the the solidifying them as not even not best friends, not even frenemies. Like, yeah, not just friends. Like, yeah, you know, hey, they have a huge. <laughs> hey, thing we went through together. some shit together. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, you don't get that because then they're going. And really, the one thing that I have to say is Lois. She is a Pulitzer Prize winning author. She, somebody else was writing those headlines. 
Because she is the worst. <laughs> she might be worse than Eric with these no headlines. They are my, terrible. My headlines are amazing. It's so weird that it almost like they're pushing how bad she is, and then Lana is a reporter. Then it, it it just seemed odd to me. It really did. Plus, of all this point, like what's going on now? What is what is Lois doing, reporter wise? Because she doesn't seem to be involved anymore to me. No. Like, well, I'm saying we you know didn't have I mean? anything. We were dealing with the Daily Star this whole time. We didn't yeah, really have Daily anything Star. with the Daily Planet going on. No. And it yeah. seemed like at, at some point during this, somebody would be like, where the fuck is Lois? At the Daily Planet. Wondering, you know, why is this Lana taking over all these the headlines and stuff? Where's Lois? Well, it was even Lois's weird. headlines suck. They had to get yeah, someone else. I guess. Well, when, when we get to the point where Lex is unveiling his war machine boat, the Gestalt, the start. I, I found it odd that we did not have a Daily Planet representative there. Well, that's like, what I'm saying. This is where, where I would where have thought. Where was the Clark Kent? Yeah. At, or they could have at least had somebody at the Daily Planet like, Jesus Christ, what's this? Uh, the, the low-rate stars beating us to it. Where's Lois? Where's where is Kent? Ray Delane? Yeah, where are these guys? They're gone. Ray Delane is in a trunk. <laughs> <Dead>. Still. <laughs> and then they, they have to have the... Lex recognizes Lana. Hey, I, I love your research. That was okay. But, uh, yeah. yeah, Lana is a reporter. And then all of a sudden at this unveiling of the Castalt, which is also funny because that's a pretty big ship, right? Pretty big. Oh, my God. It yeah, seems you... like all of a sudden it appeared and nobody knew about it. Like this is an unveiling of the biggest ship since that goddamn <laughs> shield. He got helicopter. some Atlanteans to build it for him. Yeah. I, I think she made it for them, and then it slipped over to the DC universe because this thing is humongous, and everybody's shocked by it and asking questions that you think they would have asked while it was being built. You know, well, it's even, it's even weirder because like this all seems to be in response to Doomsday's attack, and that doesn't seem too far away from where we are now. But he has built this ship in the interim. Yeah, I actually. Oh, the resources of, of Alex Luthor, though. I guess. But again, you don't get a time frame, really. That's what no, no. about it. And this coming out now, while we're still dealing with the action comics, with with that spike going on, throws it even off. But I do like, you know, I, I love seeing Lex. And shit goes wrong. Like we said, his uh, suit goes down. It turns off. And then the ship gets tossed to the side. They have to save it. Lois is going to save it. Um, I don't know. Even just the... Back and forth between the flashbacks and the thing. It's okay, but it, to me, it threw off some of the pacing. It was it very, it's very beginning, off at times. Yeah, in the beginning, it was a little clunky. I remember yeah. I had trouble. I even found at the it. end I had an issue. Well, and I get yeah. the I get the whole idea with it. You know, you're supposed to see how we led to this and what happened and all this stuff. And you do get some background. You do find, you know, Lana's talking about how they got their powers, how when Superman died and he, uh, what does it say? I became, I came to you because we were both there when he hit, he went Nova. That's what we're going to call it now. You went yeah, Nova. sure, why not? I called it a yeah, solar yeah. fart. Yeah, yeah, it is a solar fart. Yeah, uh. Then we go, and I do like – I like the Lois and Lana, you know, while Lois is flying around helping, Lana's doing this. But at one point, she even says, like, her mic's on. But all this time, she's yelling shit to Lois. And uh, whispering. Even, even Lex whispering. Goes, uh, she's yeah, whispering, Lex, too. Yeah, whispering <laughs> with a mic on. And then Lex <laughs> is like, who are you talking to? That <laughs> was pretty funny. And then the, the best part, the nice little wink and humor was when Lois saves the plane. I know that was. Says, no, hey, no. I've got you. That, well, Who's got you? Yeah, that, that's <laughs> the, you know we've never really seen that on that that switch around where it's Lois who's doing yeah. it. It's fine. Um, <laughs> and then they do. They stop that the plane 
or the the helicarry, whatever you want to call it, the gestalt. The gestalt. Yeah. And uh, it's because Lana then does her superpowers. She's involved. I, I'm the one thing that threw me off the most <laughs> in the issue. What's that? Good way, good way to handle that reveal, Jim. Eh, Lana does her well, superpowers. We all knew she had powers. That was, I didn't that first. So, I mean, I was, by, yeah, I but was she got hit by the Nova. That. So she got what? hit by the Nova. That's not. It wasn't that doesn't true. mean everyone gets powers. Just she already had a little power. She could tell where the. Yeah, she already knew where the Fortress of Solitude was. So. But we didn't. We didn't know that she had red electric Superman powers. I mean, that's just the, that's just a fact. It was. I mean, it wasn't like a surprise where I had to like clutch my pearls and well, it was you know. Surprise, it was surprise with the electric Superman powers. I'll give you. It that. wasn't surprising to Lois. Lois obviously has known this before. Yeah. And uh, the only thing, though, I think the worst part of the issue was when Lana then explains that she has. Electric powers and that fire is kind of a. It went on for like three pages. I hate it. Yeah, yeah, like, I know that. You have that to explain that. to people that you know fire is energy. Yeah. No, we don't need that. I and like she used electricity to put out a fire. Yeah. Like I guess, and, and, and they have to make sure that we don't call bullshit on it. Or I, it, it was it was like two pages long of this just nonsense. I, I just feel like there's a much there was such there were much easier simpler ways she could have done that. Like she could have just blasted away. The yeah. parts of the bridge that are on fire, for example, or whatever, yeah. but I don't know. That Send up a water spout from the river or something. Something like that, but they didn't do that. But then they end up using Lois's uh, strength and kind of with her, they're going to do a little CrossFit. They put they kind right. of themselves between this bridge and the Gestalt and stuff. Oh, I see why Eric was confused because they're ass to ass here, but there's no dildo. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, that was it. See, that wasn't what the they were doing. Electric powers. It's electric. Yeah, that was different. They were doing something different. Yeah, it's electric they... powers. You have vibrators, not dildos. Yeah. Get it right, man. Exactly. <laughs> well, then they go, and then Lana, out of nowhere, has to bring the party down in Smallville and show Lois everybody who's died in her life, including her <laughs> Oh, my God. Suicide. That was the worst part of the goddamn book. That was and here's the thing. <laughs> you, you understand that this is the whole Lana. Lana even uh, pointed this out, I think, at one point to Clark during The Truth. Listen, everybody who's close to me dies. Oh, my God, they die. You don't have to go this dark. All he has, all they have to say is, listen, Lois Lois says, hey, Lana, we're partners now. I'm like, Lois, I don't know because everybody gets close to me, dies, you know, my brother, whatever. But she's pointing out, here's my brother who killed himself. Yeah, it's like oh, the really? gallery. And then she's like, where's Steel? Steel right now is committing suicide as well. But then, then <laughs> it's, it's, it's so weird. I'm telling you, they're eating dinner, though, talking about their partnership, but they don't even like each other. They're like, wasn't no, there an evil superwoman? Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, oh, here they are. Yep. And she pulls out the pictures of her dead family. And this, yep. I, it was the weirdest goddamn thing. Nobody yeah. was asking, Lana, who told you to bring out these pictures? Yeah. Again, it was such a weird transition in this scene. If she had just said, listen, you know what? I don't know if you want to be involved. Is everybody, yeah, everybody I talk to, everybody who gets close to me dies, whatever. Then she's like, you know what? I need some pills. Pops. pills. Yeah, and quick. freaking Lois is like, you piece of shit. No, no. Honestly, I think this has something to do with, like when, uh, when Lana's helping Lois learn how to fly, we see that Lois has a nosebleed. I believe the powers are killing them. And that this is uh, something to go along with Lana's aspect. She talks about it being anxiety. Yeah, no, I just think, I think it's anxiety. I, I think electric nerves. Because they, yeah, I think it's just her nerves. They're showing her in the doctor's office talking to a doctor. That doctor wouldn't, she wouldn't tell him, you know, hey, yeah, I, it's I have It's her talking about it, though. 
No, I, I think that that's all it is. I think well, she, it's, she it's seems show, just really like an anxious person. Yeah, yeah, I think it's just to show that she has some problems, just anxious sort of things. Because then she said, hey, I tried to work it out another way. She fucking ripped the barn apart because she was pissed off. And yeah, maybe it's that when she gets too anxious, her powers go wonky and, and start doing crazy shit. And that's why she's trying to control it. But I do think that she has pills for anxiety or else I think she would have told Lois right then. You know what? My powers because she even when she's talking to Lois, when Lois has that nosebleed, she kind of wants to know the truth. Like what's going on? You know, Clark had uh, headaches. Why, why are you having that? And the, they are killing her. that the powers are killing both of them. It's obvious that that's going to happen. It even in, you know, as a spoiler, it's in like two of the solicits coming up. Uh, <laughs> They're not killing Lois, though. She's not going to get that chance. What do you think? No. Yeah. But uh, that's a spoiler in itself. But, yeah, then we go. And then Lex, that the carrier's there, and the whole thing, hey, Lex can't go down because he doesn't have a suit. Do you think that Lex wants to go and save his people? you think Lex wants to go down and cover up his tracks? Both. Uh, you know, yeah. I, don't know his, I don't know his motives anymore. Yeah, well, it's he like, definitely I is tell. up to no good. But Yeah, yeah he's I up think, to something. I think he wants to save his people as well, only because maybe that's bad PR. Yeah, and, it would you know, be. Yeah, I think it all yeah. leads back to I, I think Lex is a better guy than we think, but he still is Lex and he's thinking ahead and he doesn't want shit to go down. But, yeah, they go down there and they find a experiment gone wrong. It seems something has broken out of this uh, crazy lab experiment, killed all the people. And it's funny. Lana just cannot. She better learn. How to take some dead people if she's going to be a superwoman. <laughs> yeah. And like, here's the thing right now. What you do is this, make them so they don't die. You get there no, at, ahead of time. At this moment, I believe that if we, if what I said with the anxiety and, and having a problem without those pills, that would have been a good time for her to go nuts. Because she sees these people. She looks like a wreck. She doesn't have her pills to pop down. I mean, wasn't she in Smallville really when everyone turned into zombies? Remember yeah, that? Yeah, her parents so. Horror oh, died. Yeah, I mean, you think <laughs> yeah. she would she would have be a little uh, resilient against this yeah. kind of thing, but yeah. I guess not. And there's Lois. Lois has been, uh, you know, she's been on the front lines. She sees shit. But yeah, then that's where you realize that uh, the whole place is lined with lead. That you know, Lex does not want anybody no. to see what's going on no. there. Lex and is then, not on the up and up. No, and then through the wall busts what would be Bizarro Superwoman. Bizarro. Yeah, Seems Bizarre-ass. like bizarre-ass. Yeah. Uh But yeah, and it's weird too. This is where some of the back and forth is weird because you have Lana there, Bizarre-ass breaks through, and then there's a little flashback, one panel, where uh, of course she's not in her super suit, but all of a sudden they're just No, no, this is the part other. that bothered me. I, yeah, I actually weird. threw me out. I didn't realize yeah. I was in the past for a few seconds. Yeah, and then she's talking about her parents again. She says, I can't lose someone else again, Lois. You know, don't go in with me if you can't keep that promise. Everybody around me died. It's just a weird transition. Yeah. And it is leading, though, to Lois having some problems. And it goes back and forth. You see them having fun. They're there. Hey, you know, I'm, you know, having the flying classes and all this as Lois is getting the shit kicked out of her. Uh, and Lois, you know, bizarre S gets like the, the full, uh, attack by Lois, but it just shrugs it off, it seems. And then that's when Lois starts going fucking Superman, new 52 Superman. Nova. And starts noving, and that's the weirdest part. The big thing is, she says, Clark, oh God, I understand now, it all makes sense. And then, boom, she's dead. Ooh, she's gone. That's a little, and, a little uh, something tantalizing. Yeah, 
yeah, what is going on? And just the fact this actually intrigues me a lot because of Clark coming back in the new, even though he claims he isn't that Superman, that wasn't me, whatever. But obviously something right before she dies, she's seeing the pearly gates or something, but she understands and it makes sense. And she actually seems like she dies, you know, not really struggling as much as you would think. Like everything. She sees Doctor Manhattan. I get it now. I don't know, (laughs) but even that, she wouldn't know what that makes. That wouldn't make sense. She'd be all like, "It's, it's a joke. It's all a joke." She wouldn't think she'd know whatever. She'd be like, "Who are you?" Yeah, (laughs) even if it was like something like that. No, she goes Nova. It looks like Bizarras kind of gathers up her. And at first, dude, I really thought that somehow Bizarras turned her to stone. Yeah, no, and then she's she's gone. <laughs> she's dead. I. It was funny because the first time I paged through it, I'm like, oh, I, I, maybe there's someone. I'm like, I don't see how she can come back. She's dead. She is dead. Oh, just she'll like come back. Oh, she will, but not like this. I no, mean, no, I think no. that now the only reason why Lana has powers is because she's Superwoman. Well, she, what's, no, what do you think's going on with Bizarre S right there when Lana goes Nova and she seems like she has electricity going? Lumps, yeah. Oh, no, I think uh, Bizarre S. I'm sorry. I yeah, think, yeah. I think Bizarre S is uh, getting her power. Just Absorbing like it they, up? Yeah. Just like they took the Nova from, uh, what's it called? From Clark. Superman, I yeah. think that, yeah. That's, and that's why I think they made sure to spell out that that's how they got their stuff from that to so that when this happens you kind of know because really people coming into this that didn't read that final days of superman i think they i think uh who the hell wrote this <laughs> phil jimenez yeah. i think mm-hmm. he does a really good job of setting up what happened to them with with clark and what happens then with with Lo- lois at the end but still if you haven't read the final days of superman i think you're still going to be a bit confused to what the fu- and more confused like holy shit what just happened i can't believe it but yeah, I, I don't know. Also, you should read uh, the dark side work. Cause why the hell does Superwoman look like that? Yeah, I don't think that people would care about that. <laughs> I, I, talked, I talked to somebody on the DC thing on Facebook about it. They didn't know. Yeah, I don't think that. What, how, why uh, Bizarre S looks like that? Yeah, yeah why is she a Bizarre S now? Yeah, I don't, I don't think that anybody would <laughs> And Lex was making her. So I don't know. That's what, what it seems like, yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what the hell was going on. And from the future solicits, it seems like there's a bunch of different bizarre Yeah, that it made. looks like Ultra Woman is making a whole bizarre army. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's funny, too, if you read the solicits. First off, it looks like there's Lois is on a bunch of the covers coming up, which uh-huh. is bizarre. But also, uh, yes. they never mention Lois in the solicit. It's always just a generic superwoman. Right. Yeah. Mentioning and it made me laugh, but yeah, I, well, I don't know. Lois is considered a superwoman. Nobody said that Lana was superwoman in this. She was just yeah, red. I just, no, I think that's why it's. And they do. They said two superwomen at one point. So I think that was the sly thing to make low to make Lana like, holy shit! I didn't know Lana was going to be a superwoman too. And then it ends looking like she is the quote unquote superwoman. I think they kept a rap on it. Yeah, so totally. Go. Uh, one thing I do want to mention. That kind of throws some things into a, not a tizzy, but it kind of leads to something that we have been talking about since Rebirth started and trying to get our bearings on things. They really spell out in this that everybody in the world knows that uh, pre-Flashpoint Superman is not the real Superman. That's Yeah, not, they've been really pushing that in a bunch of books lately. Superman. And uh, remember when we said about, uh, even when Aquaman, go talk to Superman, and everybody's yeah. like, I, I think a guy even called me out on the site and said, well, nobody knows that pre-Flashpoint Superman isn't the real Superman and all this. Well, this issue really 
points out that they think that he is some they call him the mysterious new superman yeah and yeah it kind of threw me off there yeah it seems like more people are into lex Luthor being superman yeah on the yeah, street I, than again, this new it, guy, you know, the it new bounces one. from book to book i am too treated but i love lex but yeah he seems to have some issues if, if he's going to try to convince me He's a real Superman and can really do some things. He better get that freaking it, armor under control. It's going to take more than shit. a gestalt. Yeah, that, that the <laughs> armor seems to go off and on for that guy too many times. He can't Maybe it has a short. Yeah, it might. You ever think of that? Might. I, I didn't think of that. But yeah, like I said, I, I enjoyed well, the issue enough. Uh, what did you give it, Reggie? I give it an 8 out of 10. Okay. Yeah, what did you think of the art? Uh, I thought it was pretty solid, to be honest with you, okay. throughout. I think it was a little uh, There was a lot going on. Like, even when Eric said with those flashback panels, there were some pages that had so many goddamn panels on it, yeah, and right, half were right. flashbacks, and half it just kind of confused me. I mean, that scene you were talking about, so the flashback panels had red borders. Yeah, they did. Yeah. So that oh, was they had like, red borders, did they? I'm did colorblind, they? Reggie. <laughs> actually, actually, you're wrong. On mine, they have yellow borders, so you're wrong. Oh, whatever, whatever the color. I I, I'm, on, I'm looking at, I'm looking at Superman already, so I'm not even looking you at know, it. But... Yellow means, uh, you know, before. Right. <laughs> no. Uh, no but, would you, what would you give it, Aaron? Say, even with the busy panel play of that, I really enjoyed it too. And like, it was a little bit rough going like uh, into this first issue. I think there's a lot of promise here. I think I would also give it an eight out of ten. Really, I give it because I really did like the art as well. I just Six wish it was a little bit lighter. I didn't like uh, Lois or Lana, uh, and I just, it's just to me, there were things thrown at us out of nowhere. And I just, I'm not that interested in it, really. I'm not so women in power scared Jim. Yep. Okay, we can move it, on. Really, this is one of those books that if I was a guy with just a, you know, <laughs> limited budget and I went into this, I would not go past this issue. I would just stop reading it right now just because it just doesn't interest me. I really don't care about Lana as a Superman. And I do like Lex, but we'll probably get more Lex in action comics. Hopefully, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, this just doesn't interest me that much. So we're going to move on. Move on to All right. another super book. Ooh. Super book. New Superman number one. Written, or number two, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I have number one. Number two. Written by Gene Wan Yang. Art by Victor Bogdanovich, Richard Friend, Hi-Fi, and Dave Sharp. And I wrote a thing because Jody wrote one. I didn't like what he wrote, so I wrote <laughs> the saga oh. of Tom Keenan, the new Superman, continues with Gene Yang, stressing that Keenan may not be a great guy on the surface, but underneath it all, he has the heart of a Superman. We get to see more of the Chinese Justice League and Keenan's interaction with them, and I want more. Then the Chinese Trinity fight their first villain together, and we may have learned that Keenan's powers may be linked to him actually being a good guy. All is well and good until Keenan wants to impress Lani or Laney Lan, and tells the world exactly who this new Superman is. Actually, I would guess that Laney Lan is a name she made up for a screen name to kind of be like Lois Lane, just like a stage name. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a stage name. It it doesn't make sense any other way. And as we see from this, I know that Gene Yang, before we even go into the the whole thing, Gene Luan Yang is a guy who changed Kong Keenan's name because Kenji was too much of a, a generic name and he didn't want to upset the, the Chinese. John the Chinese. Smith. To me, reading this issue, the one thing that threw me off is it does seem 
like if I was Chinese, I'd be really pissed off because he really seems to stress that anything that the Chinese do is to try to impress the West. Yeah, seriously. To, they, they, he keeps saying that. It's like, oh, the only way, you know, it's almost like that Amish thing. Like we do what they do times two better or whatever. But it really seemed to stress like they have a Justice League. So we're going to do a Justice League to show them that we're good. And, and we're going to do it better than them because we're yeah, fucking yeah, China, just, bitches. It's really weird. Like, why but that might be more know? true than we than we know. Maybe you know, it that, is. That may be actually be the sentiment over there. It just that seems weird to me in a comic where you have a free reign to kind of do it the way you you want to i would have been like oh they have the justice league we have this that's better but yeah they they throw out the justice league name we, uh, we have uh, the great 10 fuck them we have a new yeah. justice league and not, not even that yeah and not even that <laughs> but also to have a wonder woman a batman a super you know what i mean yeah i like, know it's a, di- I mean, it's a direct ripoff but yeah, I, you know, it, that's it's part of it young. yeah i mean it, I it also i also take it like you know everything. That's they the thing, yeah, like the Chinese iPhone, you know, the Chinese, yeah. the, the, the low-budget like fake the, uh, yeah, shit. Yeah, the fake shit and all that. Yeah, yeah the Ankyo, you know, I need myself a uh, yeah. Sorny television. I don't even know what you're talking Sorny, nice. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, but it starts off as we left the last issue, and this is one of those where I have to think back because it is a monthly. This is one of the few monthlies that we're, we're going into the second one. And uh, it starts off with Batman and Wonder Woman fighting uh, from Kong Batman Kina. and Wonder Woman of China, Jim. Yeah, of China. They're fighting <laughs> Kong Kina. Now, number one, I know that uh, Eric had said stuff about uh, fat shaming to me behind the scenes about <laughs> Kong Kina and fat shames Batman. I don't know. It, he is pretty fucking strong looking to me. I wouldn't. He, he looks shame. like a gigantic, like he looks like a freaking uh, a powerhouse to me. He, yeah, yeah, he looks. He's like a wrestler, anything, like, a, like, like an eighties wrestler build. Yeah. yeah, he has a big chin and stuff like that. But boy, he doesn't. He just looks more brutal to me than being a fat guy. I, I don't know because is it a problem with the art then? Because yeah, I think I, maybe Victor uh, Bogdanovich wants to give him more because boy, he from the side, his arms are fucking huge. They are bigger than my thighs. Yeah. Oh my! God. I mean, he is thick as hell, but I think that yeah. he's still got some muscle it's in him. It's weird. Here. It seems to be like the chin that that is the big uh, thing there to show. It just bothered me because the entire issue, Keenan just kept calling him fatty. I'm like, come yeah, on, calm down. I he's do. the fucking Batman in China. Yeah, and but, in the last issue, before you went through this whole Superman thing, you looked a bit chunky yourself, Keenan. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm telling you, I didn't mind it because that's him. That's he is doesn't know these people. He's just thrown in there fighting them. I think he's going with what he knows, and that's trash talking. Uh, but yeah, he doesn't. Wonder Woman, he kind of likes the look of her, so he doesn't say anything. But he keeps going, and then Batman hits him with this freaking explosion, and his powers go wonky. He doesn't have powers anymore. He has no idea why, and you know, you're led to believe at that point that what Batman did was uh to get his powers off but it wasn't and it is even weird at first because he says he doesn't have powers but then he seems to still have super strength and he hits wonder woman and then she gets him but then he's knocked out and he's out for a couple days a day what did you think of the wonder woman of china's lasso i like it it's really fun to me for some reason it's like an extension of her skin somehow that she can telepathically control i just like that you know it whips around and stuff like that it's more like a whip yeah it's less it's like a whip it really to me it it really does seem like a thing out of like a martial arts movie yeah exactly like that freaking uh i I can't even think the ribbon fucking shit that they use i don't even know how it's called anymore you see in all the wu-tang movies yeah yeah that's what it made me think so it's it's very appropriate and i really like that once like we see this thing 
throughout the rest of the issue, Keenan is afraid of it. Oh, yeah. He doesn't want that lasso. Uh, yeah, I'm going to let you get away with saying that because you got that lasso. <laughs> and uh, even with, the, like I, we said about uh, Batman maybe being a little bigger than he should be, like, strength-wise or whatever. But uh, there is the one part where he's cross-armed. He does look huge. Like, he looks like a power lifter. He doesn't look fat to me. I think that uh, maybe it's one of those that it's, like, supposed to be a funny thing that uh, Keenum realizes the guy works out a lot, and that's, like, something sensitive. Is it, like, an ironic nickname? Yeah, I don't know, but he even says it's <laughs> weird, maybe though. Maybe he takes his shirt off, and it's all man boobs. You don't know. Well, it's, like, it's like freaking George Reeve, like, put together? Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like freaking Adam West. <laughs> uh, yeah, but then uh, he wakes up. And he has to call home. He's like, oh, my God, my dad. His dad has turned into a real piece of shit, though, because Keenan calls, says, hey, dad, you know, I wasn't home last night. His dad doesn't care. His dad didn't no. realize because he's at this fucking meeting. No, this you know club. what? I got to go with his dad, though. It's like it's about time the kid took care of himself. I can't be yeah. wiping his ass till he's 16 years old. Yeah, I don't know that you still when your son is still uh, appears to be in, in school. Yeah, he was out all night and didn't call. And he's afraid that his dad is worried, and his dad's like, "Ah, eh, you know what? The writers' group ran long, which means he's been in that room with that writers' group." Yeah, that days. was a little weird. It's like yeah, two long days time. going. Yeah, but uh, was it weird to you that Doctor Omen allowed him to be in that room with a cell phone? Eh, I, here's the thing: I don't know. They the stuff was in the pants, and it seemed like they might have been respectful of his items, because even he says, "Like, hey, they didn't take my shit." They even pointed out. Like, he seems to be surprised that yeah. it's there as well. well so I can I don't understand know. his clothes to a degree, but to leave a cell phone in there like and I then said, take it away from the snatch, I don't you're know like, if hey. If it, that's a respectful thing, I, I, I have I, no idea. I don't even know that they knew he would wake up. Who knows? But, yeah, she has ever. this crazy deal where <laughs> she can talk with this voice. She She's crazy. But, yeah, she tells the dad, hey, I'm going to go study. I won't be home for a while. He just wants to go home. She's like, you're not fucking going home. Why Why would he think that they're just going to let him, you know, waltz out? Yeah. There? Um, because he's an asshole who thinks he yeah. can have anything he wants. Yeah, I don't even get that. I know that you don't like him. I find him all of a sudden he was a guy who was a bully, who was a bully mainly because his mom died. And uh -huh. he's mad. I think of that, you know, that fat kid. He was also mad just because that kid has a family. He was bullying that one guy. Uh, now he's at a place like this is like you getting snatched up. And now you're in a, a lab where you're getting beat up by people. I don't find him that uh, unlikable. Uh, he is thrown into something that no normal kid would be thrown into. And he's just he's trying to fight back a little. I don't know. But they give him an act. Act a little tough about it, too. You know, yeah, I mean, he's, he's trying, trying to, to be a bit of a this front. tough guy. And yeah. he just wants to go out. And she's like, no, you're going to be here. We're going to keep your Kong Keenan is going to be your, uh, you know, your secret identity in the <laughs> meantime. And also the big the big thing here was he's like, hey, what did he do to take my powers away? That fucking asshole Batman. And she's <laughs> like, no, we did studies. Your powers. That fat me. fuck took my powers yeah. and I want them back. Yeah. But she looks and she says, they're there. You have your powers. They're just we don't know why he's they're Batman. Dark. He doesn't have yeah. powers. Yeah, no. And he and Keenan does, but yet he does not have powers. He can't. I love how he keeps blaming Batman though the yeah. whole time, yeah. no matter what. And Batman's yeah. like, I don't know what you're talking about. 
That's funny when Batman and I love Batman in the whole issue. I it's, think he's the yeah. best character. I think it's funny though when, when they leave Keenan in his room though. I just think about what I would do. I knew I went to this place. I'm kind of being held against my will, but they did give me superpowers. And like, look, you're gonna stay here and you're gonna watch footage of the Justice League. I'd be like, that sounds amazingly cool. I want to sit here and just watch just the Justice League watch. fuck shit up. Yeah, and he's gonna do that. She she gives him these uh, glasses that are like a combo uh, restraint. And also they can show footage, uh, you know, stuff. So he's watching stuff mm-hmm. of the super, uh, the Justice League and see how Superman was and all that. And the meantime, and they're, they're reminiscent of the Eradicator too. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, they are. You know? I yeah. love the look. It sucks at the end when he breaks them because I think the look looks awesome. I really like it. And, uh, it even kind of puts into play a reverse, uh, secret identity. Clark would put right, the glasses right. on when he's Clark. Right. This guy, he would put them on when he's Superman, but well, you know, at the end he kind of destroys them. Uh, but yeah, then we see his father is there. Oh, you know, right before that, they do give you the, they want to make sure they show you that if he does anything that they don't like, they hit a button and electrocute him and, and hurt him. And yeah. Yeah, right there is also the thing that shows you that he definitely doesn't have his powers are definitely dormant because he's it really hurts it hurts and that he fucking sets his hair on fire. What's that? (laughs) And that he's an idiot because he keeps making them do it. Yeah, Yeah, but that that was the first time for a little bit of a comedic effect. No, it happened earlier. Did it? I thought that was the first time. I'm looking. No, that was the first time they just put him on. No, I'm saying, when he, he does it, and then he keeps they keep ma- he keeps getting no, that later. pissed yeah, off. Yeah, I'm yeah, saying yeah, this yeah. first time though, they have to show you that they do that. Oh, yeah. All he says is Superman don't do no homework, and she pushes the button. He's like, Jesus Christ, his hair. Oh, I was already out. way ahead of that. That's why yeah. I didn't. No, his hair smoking, <laughs> and but then you see his goddamn fucking dad. There's his dad. He's like, Yeah, I got we got better things to do. And on the desk is a file that says firecracker. Now, are they making their own super villain, superhero? Or no, they man, making... they're making firecrackers. No, Get it right. That's going to be the guy. We're going to see the firecracker because we have Sunbeam this issue. <laughs> firecrackers right in there. They are definitely going to make a villain that's going to go against this fucking uh, – what is the whole uh, – the... the Ministry of Self-Reliance? The Ministry of Self-Reliance, yeah. <laughs> and then I bet you it's his fucking dad because you look at these people. There's a young guy with a weird-looking face. Actually, it would be weird to have his dad be the guy who gets in this, a suit if they do make it, but that's what I think they're going to do. And Don't I you feel like the drawing gets a little weird on this page? It, it does. That the Something happens complete. to everyone's face. It just looks very yeah, strange. All, like, twisted. I don't, they all look yeah. like they're – it's like a, a multi-angle. Funhouse mirror. Part of the face is supposed to be from one side, but the other is so weird. A little bit of Picasso uh, for you. Yes. Well, I man, hate Picasso. Yes. Well, then you find then the, the Justice League of China gets their first big deal, it seems, where uh, Sunbeam, the villainous Sunbeam, they got to work on their villain names in China. Yeah. I saw in the preview, like Sunbeam. It's on Blue Condor. Sunbeam. Well, when you translate Sunbeam. it to Chinese, Sunbeam means, uh, you know, raucous yeah. motherfucker. It means, yeah, it means fuck you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they get uh, a thing where this lady, Wee Li, who uh, runs We Data? Her uh, apartment has been broken into by Sunbeam. <laughs> we she Data. Yeah, We Data. We Lee who runs We Data. Yep. That's it's it funny to me. Uh, that is not funny. That is, you're a racist. And Sunbeam uh, <laughs> goes to get this lady, and they're called into play. And because Keenan ends up uh, convincing them, hey, I know that neighborhood, I know the back door way, it's, it's very fast. Ah. 
get him involved, but he is going to go with them. And uh, the big thing here is on the way, Keenan's like, hey, why does that lady have the surveillance directly to us? Why is the thing? And they never answer it. Batman nope. just he doesn't care. But that is a big deal. We're going to I to me, we're going to find out this ministry of self-reliance is very evil. We already see, saw Dr. Omen. Is yeah. Woman. It's fucking 1984 in China right now. Yeah, and so we're going to find out what's going on. That Wheelie is probably uh, being probably, uh, you know, not convinced. What am I saying? Is probably being led to do things against her will from the Ministry of Self-Reliance. They're protecting their own. And in the end, I think that Sunbeam is going to be shown to have been going to save her. We'll see. But uh, I think she's so- being targeted by the Colony as one of the League of Shadows. They might. The League of Shadows. But yeah, they go... Batman and Wonder Woman say, listen, stay in here. We already see Batman also can control those glasses that shock people. Mm. And uh, But what about the BUV? What's the BUV? The uh, Bat Utility Vehicle. It's, it's awesome. It's okay. It is cool. <laughs> it looks Actually, just like... I don't thing- think... I think it's bullshit. It looks smaller than it should be. They have a lot of people in there. I, I think uh, that's, the, that's the best part about those cars. It's a compact, you have a lot yeah. of room on the inside. I yeah. I don't like it. I, I actually think it looks – It's. I really like it because it seems like one of those like shitty uh, vehicle like st- things you'd get for your action figures that you don't yeah. really want. It's not the cool I, one. It's an accessory vehicle. But they, uh, they make Keenan stand there. If he goes out, his glasses will uh, electrocute him. Uh, they go in to save uh, Wheelie. They come out with her daughter. Wonder Woman comes out with her daughter, puts it in the car, and says, hey, you know, you sit here and protect the girl. He looks, and that's where you get the big moment uh, for Keenan. This issue is he sees this girl, and it reminds him of when he found out his mom died. And it does look at that point where her mom is going to die. He doesn't want her to be, you know, the same way he was. So he's like, mm. fuck it. I'm going to go do things. And, and he gets out here. of the BUV, right, Jim? Yeah, the, the BUV? BUV. Yep. He gets <laughs> out. utility vehicle? He gets out, and he is shocked to hell, but he fights through it and then goes and knocks over a sunbeam and then realizes he has his powers back when she tries to just obliterate him. And again, this is where you get the idea that somehow his powers are tied into him actually doing something heroic or being a good guy. And if that's the case, the reason he lost his powers, I would say is why you hated it. He was bat sh- fat shaming Batman. The entire time. <laughs> because honestly, yeah. right now it could be a lot like what's going on with John Kent uh, with his powers, where they like kind of work at times and they don't at others. Yeah, but here's the deal: you want to say that out of coincidence, right as she hits him with that that solar beam or whatever the sun beam, that all of a sudden his powers come back. Yeah, it, when it is, matters, when it too, counts. Yeah, this is too ridiculously much of a coincidence for it just to be. It just comes, and it wouldn't fit the whole concept of the book. The whole concept is, is he's a dick, and then right when he becomes a hero again, and they even say, boy, that was heroic. You're not as much of a jerk off as you were, and then he gets his powers back. So it, now you're you're also getting the whole point of we don't know how he got his powers. No, we have no well, idea. Well, we know how he got he was, them. He was saturated with the fucking super understand. genome. Yeah, and you don't understand what that does, really. And that might be some hokey thing where you have to act heroic for it to work. It doesn't make sense with the guy we saw, which we called Con L before. Well, that was the negative it. solar genome where you had to act evil yeah. for it to work. Yeah, it was known yeah maybe that's what it was. It's uh, the reverse yeah, new uh, Superman. And in the meantime, what's, yeah. what's the opposite of China? Nobody. Um, Less. 
Okay, <laughs> okay. it was the U.S. Okay. Superman. Yeah, no, that doesn't make sense. Nope. Uh, but yeah, you get that whole thing. He, he fights them, and he's a good guy all of a sudden, and I like him. I actually, I like him the whole issue. I think that of anything... because you hate fat people. No, it's because it's a realistic <laughs> look at a teenager who gets powers. And it's you super tell, sad, tell yeah. your children to stop fat shaming people if that's no, what you think that's, realistic here's teenagers the thing are. Is, I guarantee you, if I took a, a a thing and recorded them. I bet you they do fat shame people when Aww. or whatever. Yeah. Are they talking about me? No, oh, but yeah, you. they. Uh, she, uh, what is it? Laney Lynn shows up and wants to interview. Somebody has Laney uh, Lan. Laney Lan. Somebody wow. has alerted the 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 media. They show up too quick. They even say who who told them all about that. And you see Keenan, he doesn't like to not get recognition. He wants recognition. Again, you're going from a kid who had nothing and then was on YouTube for supposedly being a hero that went viral. And now he acts like a normal, you know, teenager. He wants to impress this girl. You think yeah. he called from the bat phone and the BUV? No. You don't think he called the media? No. All right. Ew. I'm just curious. No, because I think he's one of the ones who even says... Like how, who who told them he has? No. Yeah, I mean, who that's, knows? They're, they're also making quite a ruckus over there. It's not impossible. Yeah, and actually, when uh, when Laney Land comes and says, "Excuse me, can I ask you a few questions?" He turns surprised that that they would be there. So I, I no, I don't think that he. Uh, I don't know. I don't think Eric, he Eric just wanted to say "buv" again. Yeah, I, I really know. did. No, yeah, I don't like the that utility then, yeah, vehicle. He rips off his uh, glasses that I liked. And says to everybody, Keenan Kong, I'm the new Superman. <laughs> and Super, you got like him, jerk. Yeah, totally no, no. reveals himself to everybody. Didn't yeah. you see how much problem that Clark had when his identity was revealed? Nope. He doesn't know. He doesn't care. Yeah. You think that they got anything like that in China? The shit no, they no. got was probably they actually. I would think that they got they in China. They saw all the bad things that happened to Superman in a light that was good. So they're like, oh, Superman died. It's a great victory. Oh, go China. Yeah. They saw uh, a cartoon of Superman as a dragon eating, you know, an ancient dragon yeah. eating Chinese yeah. people so by the fist. I don't think they cared about that. That's but what yeah, it was. That's how the I really like is. Batman in this. Like I said, we were talking. I think that if you had a book where Keenan was a great guy to start with, the book would be very boring. You wouldn't have any reason why anything happens. You would just have a, I don't want this to just be the quote unquote Chinese justice league with everybody being perfectly like the American version. Or, I or like the Chinese Dr. Fate, where it's a, yeah. it's a genuinely good guy struggling with his responsibility for yeah. fucking 12 yeah, issues. I don't, or I more. don't want that. I, yeah, yeah, I don't want that. I like that. He is a guy. He's a kid. A little bit of a he wise ass. Like a you know? He acts like yeah. a kid. And he acts like a kid who's just been given powers out of nowhere a day before. And this has only been a couple days now that it's happened. Yeah, it's been like one, it seems like. Yeah, well, and then he was out for one. So it's yeah. probably been three days. Three days ago, he was nobody who just bullied a kid because he was pissed that his mom died. All of a sudden, he's given powers. I also like the fact that you're getting the whole, you know, just because you have powers doesn't make you a good guy. But in in – Deep inside, he was a good guy. He's just angry and he's upset, and I, I like it. I like. He's a, he's a teenager, and as and we all still, know, teenagers are the worst. 
Yeah, Head and or, he's a dummy. So. I, it makes me laugh every time he fucks something up because he doesn't learn. Like you said, <laughs> these glasses are on him, and they keep freaking electrocuting him, and he just won't learn. He just is a smart ass. Who that's how he gets by and whatnot. I also think that you're going to get if it lasts long enough. I don't know. People seem to like it so far. If it lasts long enough, you're going to you know get the whole thing where he doesn't even think he he probably thinks he's a piece of shit. He probably thinks that his mom died because of him. I'm sure we're going to see some things like that and all this stuff is inside him where he doesn't really think that he's a superman so he's being like extra bravado to make everybody think that he's so cool he obviously didn't get a lot like the superman from uh, just league 3000 yeah and but he was just a dick he just wanted, he wanted. I think that Keenan doesn't get attention I think we're seeing that slightly now or starting to see that his dad's never around his dad was gone all this time. Obviously, he wants attention. When Lana Land, from his dad, Lainey like Land shows up, here. this is the attention that he's been craving since his mom died. And now he's able to get it. It's not just, you know, oh, I want to fuck this girl. I really do think it goes beyond that. And that's why we saw that his dad had no idea he wasn't gone, you know. For but but let's be clear. Time. He does want to fuck that girl. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah. She's a little I mean, he, he is a teenager. Remember, she said that she's a little old for him, though they keep no. calling her. Yeah, she said that she's... No, 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 I'm just saying, though. She's not a little old for him. He's a little young for her. Yeah, that's that's right. yeah. yeah, but I don't think that's happening. They really spelled Jim, out. Jim, I want attention from my daddy, too. Yeah, your dad's dead. It's not going to happen. We're older, though, but as a teenager, you get the powers. You probably want everybody to know. Yeah, you know what I mean. You, you, no, I read comic books when I was a kid. I would never. Yeah, but do that's, that. that doesn't count. See, he doesn't have that. He seems to just be bullying people. That's his hobby. They don't have uh, comics but, in China. They, no, no comics. You've got to do something. No, <laughs> oh, we got to save them. Yeah, I like this issue. I would have if I would have reviewed. I think Jody gave it an eight. I actually would give it a nine. I liked it that much. I thought it was really good. I liked all the characters. I really like Batman. I think that he, they do well. It's very humorous to me. And I like that this is one of the few books that has a teenage character in the DCU that actually acts like a teenager. Like you said, yeah. you have half the people on the Teen Titans. That, do you think they act like teens? They they don't. They act. Yeah, I mean, like I mean, that's that's swinging the other way. That's like the total fucking sociopathic assholes. Yeah. Yeah. Or or you have a teenager, you know, that sometimes is so you know awfully sweetly saccharine good that it doesn't yeah. read. And like I correctly. said, here's the this thing: this one does you read a little that, more realistic. And you say that he has superpowers, but he's not really done anything like I'm going to go and rip that building down, or I'm going to yeah. do this or that. He just wants people to kind of accept them and and likes to smart Alec people. He, I mean, he wants them to be. He wants them more to accept him. He wants them to be on his jock. You know? Yeah, but that, yeah. I, that I understand. I would have been. The Everybody sucks my dick. I got superpowers. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I definitely would have tried to get some. And though. also, <laughs> you know, here's the thing. Also, I still, I still would have gotten turned down. I'm sure yeah, every well, time. Well, you give but, a kid oh. the powers and tell him he's the Superman of this Justice League, and really. He should be the biggest, baddest of the Justice League. Yeah, Batman is what. But from what he's probably seen in these videos and all this, it's always Superman in the front killing people, punching them in the face. And that's what he thinks that he should be, you know, the leader and all that. So I, he's I really the like leader. It. He is. What would you give it, Reggie? Uh, you know, I'd actually take a little bit away for the art. This is one of those I, rare that one cards page where I was bad. that I one believe. page, and there there are a yeah. few other kind of rough. The art is no reason not to read this, but that would be I, I would take a little away, and I think I'd give it an eight point five. 
I just I would I really like the art myself. Uh, I think it's one of the strongest parts of the book because I just can't really get behind Keenan Kong right now. I would it's if I'm telling you that in I would normally I would normally behind him. No, I can't. Uh, like but I, said, I, was, like, I would continue buying this normally. I'd want to see the progression of the character because I like everything else about the book. I really like the Wonder Woman of China and how she seems to be like the leader of the group going into yeah, everything. That's weird. You know what? I, I thought that that was the least interesting part because they kind of avoid her. All they really do with her is that lasso. I yeah, get, I know. And I, I, know. I, I like Wonder Woman Batman. with power. That, yeah, I get uh, that Batman the one with, uh, with, uh, is the leader. They, they oh, yeah? center on him doing everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, because I, Jim, I want to see more of her. Jim she, can't imagine a woman no, in a leadership role. No, I'm saying role he's the, the one problem. who seems to have made all the tech for the team. He's, yeah, he's you know the what tech I mean? guy. He's the guy yeah. who is the guy they talk to. He's done like the one point. Oh, looks like you did your homework. Like he's the only one who really pays attention and, what does, and uh, what's going on. What does Wonder the Woman to me just China. stood around. I want to know more about Wonder Woman. She just kind of stood around the back. Stood background around. She stuff. whipped the hell out of people. What are yeah, you talking whipped, about, that's man? That's what I'm she saying. She just did Kong. one thing. She, she has one, one thing. Yeah, I want well, to know it's... how she got her powers. You she got a pink whip. Academy. You don't have to do anymore. You know, she mentions the Academy. I want to know more about that, but I want to see more about her. I don't think we get anything of her, but... But no, I like the other Justice League members. I think they're fun, and I want to like Keenan. It's just I don't right now. But I think I'd give it an 8 out of 10. Yeah, I, I really, if anything, we are supposed to not, like, I like them more than I think I'm supposed to. Because really, you get a little payoff here, but the main payoff is going to be when he becomes a superhero. And so to do that, you have to make him a dick. I would think that at one point he's even going to save his uh, his fucking bully friend, the guy who's, uh he always bullies and becomes Oh, yeah, that guy. the guy, the, the yeah, son of the airline uh yep. Yeah, that'll probably be one of the big turning points when he ends up saving his ass. He and already did that. No, I, he did that, but he didn't. Remember, he took be, money be a from him and pushed example. him away. I'm saying really save him or his Something dad. Hero. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he wasn't really saving him. He kind of pushed him away and ran and then extorted money from him. Through a canic, blue condor's head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, but, listen. Listen. And and really, if you want to go back to that, that was him. That was the quote unquote heart of the hero, where he reacted without thinking. Yeah, yeah. I think. Dr. And then later on, covered up with a little bit. Yeah, of and I think Doctor Allman knows cool all about that. I think Doctor Allman is is sees right through him with all that, and just knows that when he actually is a hero, he is a hero. But uh, we'll move on to the last bit in this section, which is wait, hold on, hold on. What is what does the uh, Batman of China say when he opens his garage door? What does he say? Hello, Bov. <laughs> I was waiting for something like B-U-V. <laughs> Hello, Bov. Oh, God. Hey, I I came made up, this. You I think he, he definitely ago. made that, right? He made the Bov. <laughs> I, I, think it's, I think it's just a normal car with some stuff added to it. Hello, yeah, I, Bov. I assume that comes from the lab, actually. I have no idea. <laughs> Oh, I just had a sound effect and it wasn't loud enough. I got to get these Eric sound effects louder. Boosh. Yeah. Boosh. What do you think of that, Eric? What do you think of Reggie's joke? This is terrible. Yeah. Oh, oh man. It's pretty terrible. But that's if I a... made the joke, what would you say? That sounds awesome. Yeah, that's right, Eric. And... <laughs> oh. <laughs> Eric, your dad is dead. Oh, my God. That is not funny. That's not funny, Eric. <laughs> Oh, my God, he, he can't stop laughing, Reggie. 
Yeah, you got uh, the guts. Oh, Aaron, just, just stop it, you son of a bitch. You're a bad person. Your your dad is dead. That sounds awesome. Oh my god, <laughs> he is such a creep. What what would you give that book? I gave it a seven out of ten. Oh, a seven out of ten. I thought you gave it an eight out of ten. A six point eight out of ten, honestly. Oh, see, now he's being honest. You see that? You see what he does here? You know what? You know what? Uh, that is that is the next book gonna have spoilers. Spoilers, man! Damn. Jeez, I know. They say they say ventriloquism is a dead art, but it definitely is not. It is going now. Hey, Eric, do you think that Hitler was a bad person? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you are awful thinking that Hitler is good. Of course I am. Don't be silly. That is crazy. I I know what Eric told me is what the world needs is more Hitler. Is that true? But that's what I want, Jimmy boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that stuff. sounds like what he would say is the world needs more Hitler, yes, you know. The, Music yes, needs well, more cowbell. World needs more Hitler. Do, do we need more Hitler, Eric? Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. okay. Why would you want a world with more Hitler? I love that so much. Jeez, he would love it. But but then we'd have to kill Hitler again, right? No. Oh, huh? <laughs> you you want him to to live and and cause chaos throughout the, the world? Yeah. Oh, jeez, Eric. That why would you be so nasty? <laughs> cold hearted, that Eric. He is cold hearted. I'll tell you one thing that's not cold hearted. Eric, is you can go home. This fucking room is not cold hearted. It's about a fucking oh. twelve hundred degrees right here. It is. Is it uh, hot over in your area? No. Oh, listen. <laughs> he is taunting us, right? Do he? Do you have a air conditioner going there? Yeah. What a jerk! Why would you do that? But that's what I want, Jimmy boy. <laughs> all right, all right. Now we're now we're rerunning. <laughs> we're repeating some of these uh, classic what book, what book are we doing now? Uh, Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, number two, oh, written shit. by Robert Vendetti, art by Rafa Sandoval, Jordi Tarragona, and Tamu Mori or Mori. While John Stewart's agoraphobia, agoraphobia makes him reluctant to bring the newly emerged Green Lantern Corps into the Boilers, populated man. universe. Yeah. Sinestro has no problem following his heart light all the way to some godforsaken planet where Hal Jordan is tussling with a couple of yellow lanterns. Yeah. Looks like Hal might be entangling with a whole mess of some fearsome critters, but help nope. is on the way in the form of fucking Guy Gardner. <laughs> Very good. See, when, when you're talking, I can center on just the soundboard. It's good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Eric, you there? Yeah. <laughs> See, he's not going to answer. I'll just say. I just went to the bathroom. We done? Yeah. Uh, no. 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 Uh, all right. It's fucking nonsense. I hate everything. Jeez, that is true, Eric. You do hate everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what are we doing now? Uh, Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, number Hal two. Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern. Is it Corpse? I tried to find that sound. No. Uh, would you like not. to call it Corpse, Reggie? I agree, yeah. I, yeah, I don't okay. think I do. You agree, no. Reggie. I have the Reggie and Eric board. I got to get more of the Reggie board. I'm just Afterwards, I'll just have you say random things. Right. Huh, this book is not my favorite, I will tell you right away. No, but this yeah. one picked up a little, I thought. It's okay. Uh, but I, yeah, I it's, really, it still has yet to, to it do. It picked up without going anywhere. Well, yeah. here's the problem. I think where you get the problem with this is that you have Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps and the Green Lantern Corps is working their way back into the universe, 
in a weird way to me. And then you have Hal Jordan looking for them. When they finally do cross paths, I think this book will be really good. Uh, mm-hmm. Right now, it just is kind of, uh, you know, being torn at, at three separate spots because you also get the Sinestro stuff, and it's still all set up. And I want this book to be more than just set up, but it really isn't. Uh, I mean, it, we, we just saw more stuff that we really should have seen in the first issue. You yeah. know what I mean? We're just sort yeah. of taking the slow road. Again, this is similar to my Aquaman complaints, but this whole book takes place in like a few hours. It's all it like does. And it, it, no time elapses. And it's to me, it's because you're telling three separate stories, uh, you know, so you, you can't devote anything to really moving forward because you have you start off with the Green Lantern Corps. Uh, they're back in the universe. They're in the mobile headquarters, the remnants of the, you know, this whole thing, the uncharted territories of our cosmos. To Mogo. Me, and yeah, on Mogo, but they are in the unchar- uncharted territories. Why? Why can't they just come back right in the middle of the universe and, and get right to it? Because John Stewart's a scared. I just, I, I don't even care He's about that. I'm just saying, as a writer, just have them just come back and, and get to it. You know what I mean? Get the how there. Yeah, they're scared, all right. The, the problem to me is that then you could come back and they could right away be like, oh, where, you know, you get, you you may get it still, but the whole thing, oh, where the fuck were you, Green Lanterns, when we needed you, you guys bailed. And you could have everybody still hate them, um, but still. Well, I'm saying it seems like everybody still hates them at the end of this well, that, And uh, that's yeah. what I would like. I'd like them just to go, but right now they're in the uncharted section. Their freaking rings can't calibrate. They're having all these problems. And to me, it's almost like, okay, we're starting this rebirth. Lost Army uh, freaking Edge of Oblivion's over. Now we got, it's still the same. They may be in our universe. They might as well still be in that other fucking universe because they can't calibrate anything. I do like I, that. I, that What's that? Chill, Jim, chill. They yeah, just no, sent out Guy Gardner, bro. It's yeah, cool. Yeah, but we're now, you know, a rebirth and an issue in, and we're no further than we were in five issues ago in Edge of Oblivion. It, it just I don't know. This idea, though, I, I never really thought this through, like, when we were going into this book about that they couldn't calibrate the rings back to this universe or whatever's going Because yeah. we don't know exactly what's going on. Why no, we don't. Salah can't, like, uh, get the rings to do what they're supposed to right now. Yeah. I want to see where that goes. Obviously, they, in my mind, they're not just setting this up so we have a stall. They have to oh, be yeah. setting up yeah. for a I'm reason. I'm telling you, 100% stall. You think because so? They, because they had to bring them back yeah. right away. Because they didn't want to throw garbage, them in the mix. Yeah. That fucking garbage that you went through, Eric, with those two books, Lost, Lost Army and Edge of Oblivion. If right now this was – this is only you know the second issue. With the rebirth, they've had three issues. If we hadn't seen the Green Lantern Corps yet, you would have been furious. Oh, agreed. You would have been like, Jesus fucking. Like, what are they going to do up until this point? Have them swirling around in this thing going between universes? Yeah, every, every issue showed that. You can't do that. This is just as bad. They're back in the universe, and they can't figure out where they are, and the rings don't work. Now, I do yep. like the whole thing where they call out like, hey, also, it, it also has to explain. They have to have a reason to explain when these lanterns died, why their rings aren't going to get new replacements, yeah. where Hal then would realize, everybody would realize they're back. Also, Sinestro would know they're back. He can sense where the Green Lanterns are. All the, they're finding, they find Hal, then they see him. At, they would know that the Green Lanterns are back, and it would throw the rest of the book out of sync here because we're leading into this Hal Jordan versus Sinestro first till the Green, La- the Green Lantern Corps comes back. I think it's just 100% stall, 
And it's not that it, it infuriates me. It just gets me mad that we've dealt with all those books. What was it? 12 issues, right? Yes. 12 issues. And then they finally get back to the universe. And now we're three issues into this. With well, they didn't a, get back to the last issue. Yeah, I'm just, but I'm saying just in general that we had to wait till the the last issue for them to get back, and now they're back, and it's this whole hokey. Oh, our rings were at the crazy. They've been how they spelled out the uncharted territories of our cosmos. Yeah. Now that does. See, go see in there's the your problem is that you read twelve books before this, but you know, yeah. coming into this, it just yeah. looks like he's just moving pieces into place, and hopefully, yeah. but like really, you say, hopefully the yeah, Green Corps, us, will, the, the, the the Green Lantern Corps will come back, howl up yeah. as he fights the Nestro Corps or something like that. It's also crazy to think how many people that they lost in that twelve issue yeah. series. I love that. Three hundred ninety nine lanterns of the seventy two hundred. I'm like, holy shit! Like, yeah, I think we might have lost more during the Uprising War than and also going into uh, Lost Army and Edge of Oblivion, but. These fuckers are obliterated. There is yeah, no they, ch- they cannot stand a chance in hell of winning anything with no. this kind of recruit level. And I did like I like that that they called that out because we saw just people going down. Uh, but yeah, they're gonna they need somebody to head out and see what's going on. And of course, it's Guy. Of and course, I love it. And of course, it is. And Guy loves it. I like that John goes to him, and it's like it's like one of those things. This conversation has probably happened seventy million times with them. Anytime there's some crazy shit, yeah, you know, we need somebody to go out there who's going to kick some ass and you know take I, names and yeah. I need to bring something. I need to bring something up with you guys because when John goes to the guy to ask him if he'll go out and do all this, yeah, we see that guy is spending his time boxing a construct of a a body, uh, not a body bag, yeah, a, no, a, a punching bag. It's yeah, it's a punch. It's a pu- yeah, it's a thing. Now, do you think that guy knew that John was coming towards him because he breaks the construct yeah. chain of the, uh, the freaking punching he bag? Breaks it. He breaks it's, it himself. As exactly, it looked like a badass. Oh yeah. As John walks up, like he come he's on, Captain guy. America. He's doing that. <laughs> That's what I yeah. thought of. Yeah, yeah, I like it though. It does. I like that it shows that he's still pissed off. He, he's a guy. <laughs> it's a very guy Gardner of him. It yeah. is, and he he's a guy. He can't stand still, and this is what's happened to them. And he, you know, so John goes to him to do that. But yeah, yeah, guy is trying to look tough. I think but. he's totally putting on a show. Yep. <laughs> but then you go from there to Hal, where Hal's fighting the other, the yellow lanterns that we saw him fighting before. I do not recall this lantern's face. I want to call him Manny Faces. Yes. He does look like <laughs> faces, but on top of each other. Yeah. I, I like he triple cool. scoop face. Yep. Triple scoop face. You know, yeah. that's, that's I, I like that how. Let me give a triple scoop of fear. I like how Hal points out that he's definitely the one to talk. He's got three fucking mouths. <laughs> it made me laugh. And I, I do like the Hal here. I think he's awesome. We don't get tons of him, but I like I like what's going on. And then, you know, it's very quick. He wants to know where the Green Lantern Corps is. He blames uh, the Yellow Lantern somehow. He thinks they know what's going on. The one thing that throws me off is going into this, if I did not read the New 52 and the end, like especially the Renegade stuff, I would have thought that Hal was out of commission as well, like not even in this universe. It seems like now it's really pushed. Like he's doing things now that you would have thought he would have done a long time ago where he's going out to find them. And, you know, now, again, he is back to basics. He's got his own ring that he made. But really, to me, just reading it and trying to think that I wasn't involved, it seems like he would have been gone as well. And he's back and wants to know what's going on because he knows they're gone. You know what I mean? He seems to want to know more information than what I would think he would. 
being I, in the universe this whole time. I'm telling you, though, he started and stopped trying to look for the Green Lantern Corps so many goddamn yeah. times in that Renegade story arc. So it's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, it's like, just follow through once in your life, Hal. Just yeah, do something. You know what I mean, though? It's weird. Like, here it seems like this is the first time he's yeah. going to look. That's, no, let's say it's it the was, first time he's, he's went to the Yellow Lanterns for oh, anything. Yeah, it's the first time he's really gone through with it a little more but yeah hey, just I'm, hey I'm trapper saying, do you know what happened to the green lanterns no all right nope. um okay. darlene the ship do you know yeah. what happened no all right let's go find some and body Brandon, modification thanagarians reggie were you reading the renegade stuff no yeah so, and so <laughs> what i'm saying is reggie no. probably doesn't <laughs> even cra- care it's crazy talk i don't give a shit about it. all the stuff you're saying is uh, absolute nonsense and it means nothing do, at well, all it was. but you do think that it seems like this is the first time that Hal has gone to look for them, correct? It is. It does seem that way. Uh, right? I guess, yeah. I mean, I mean, from what I, from what it sounds like to me is that he's been on the run. Basically, it's like he went on the run with the Cronus glove and yeah. thought the Green, Corp, Green Lantern Corps were uh, following him, and he turned around and they were gone. Pretty much. And now, he, and now he's like, "Where'd you go, guys?" That, that's the way it seems to me. Like he got to uh, Wally World and looked around. Hey, where is everybody? Yeah, where is everybody? Yeah, exactly. Where are you going? But yeah, it's just a little nitpick for me, uh, having read the others. I, I actually, it, all in all, it's probably better this way anyway, because you get the whole idea, like you just said, you get the idea that Hal thought they were around, they weren't. Now he wants to know what the fuck's going on. Uh, you go and see I Sinestro. I saw the start and stop. It was not pleasant. Yeah, no. Yeah, it kind of infuriated us then. So I guess that's fine. Yeah. Uh, you go and see Sinestro and you get a little of an explanation about what has been going on with Sinestro. Very uh, angry. You talk, Reggie. This is your book. God damn it. I'm sick of talking. <laughs> tell me what I happens. What I don't know. You've just been angry about books you read all year ago. I don't know, yes. I don't know what to tell you. You go. So, tell us about uh, so, so they go to Sinestro. He's over on War World, and uh, he's telling his daughter that, you know, I had to be a prick for a very, very good reason. That's because I had to <laughs> uh, fulfill my destiny to control the universe through fear, and I used my own flesh and blood to do it, and that's just the way... Sinestro rolls with it, and you got to deal with it. And she's like, "I don't like that, Dad." And he's like, "Ah, hey, well, tough, tough being you." And she yeah. uh, holds off. She punch, tries to punch him in the face. He's like, eh, "Nope, sorry, Dad's got <laughs> on point uh, hand, fist hand coming up, and I uh, can't do shit." I'm done. And uh, I'll, I'll I'll contribute to the conversation now. Okay, yeah, keep going. I'm just saying, keep going. Uh, and then and then, to, he, then he gets a message from his ring that. Uh, Hal Jordan is yeah. uh, futzing around on well, some barren the, the biggest problem I had with this whole Soren X Sinestro bit is it really seems that he like when he got injured before in his own story in his own book, yes. he was fighting the Pale Bishop, and it seems that this whole elderly thing led in from that because he was very weakened yeah. in, up until the end of it. That's why Sornick took over as Sinestro core leader. But here it seems like, oh, that was my plan all along. I needed yeah, no. to be this feeble old man. You yeah. needed to go and like make everybody think that you're Actually, in charge. I, I took it as fully what you just said. I think that he was hurt by the pale bishop. And she even says, you knew that you could be healed by parallax. I don't think that he became old and feeble on his own. He took advantage of it. He's a smart guy. I still don't understand the old feeble bit coming I'm from where we left that's, off. That's, I really think that they were just going that the pale it happened and did he milked it. Him. He milked yeah, it for sympathy. He yeah. saw how she reacted to that and then also realized I'm sure Sinestro's a smart fella and what he does know, like this guy's read the, he wrote his own version of the art of war, I think. 
uh, because when he got hurt, he thought, you know what? My grand plan is for the Yellow Lanterns to take over the universe to be looked at as good. They're not going to trust me. Now that I, it, it's a five stage plan. Now that I got hurt, I know how to heal myself. But in the meantime, I'm going to milk this, let her take over. She is a doctor. They're all going to love her in the universe. And then the minute that, you know, everything's set, I heal myself instantly. I'll take over again. I think it's Damn. a plan and I like it. The one thing that I don't like is that really to me, from reading the Sinestro book with you, Eric, I, oh. I think that it's a, I think it's very forced and quick to, I never got that full idea that the, yeah, they told us the universe is accepting them. I didn't get that yeah, as much as quick. what they're I, saying. Like, That's what I'm said, saying. That, that part seems very, very rushed. They did and, say in, the, I think, the last issue how it's been a bunch of months. Yes. Yeah, they like, did. Leading and, into it, but. And Sinestro, it, the, the, Sinestro has told us. The universe and, is a big place. Yeah, and Sornik has told us, like, they keep telling us that the universe has accepted them as its guardians and its heroes. We didn't get to see it enough, though. Well, the and growers, not this, showers. Yeah, even in this book. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, you, we haven't really seen it no, at all yet. We just take it at really face value get, that it happened. You, you really would have thought by now we would have seen a lot. Of, even if you saw like uh, crazy parades that, oh, I got to go to another fucking parade because we're the crazy heroes of the universe. And you really didn't get that. And because, I don't really see the Six Green Lantern Corps going to parades no, either before. But that's because <laughs> what I think that what they're going with is that I think that the Yellow Lantern Corps is supposed to be even more like than the Green Lanterns. That right. this is how this is going to be the struggle of the Green Lanterns. But it is rushed to me. And then when when Sinestro pretty much said, now that the universe accepts us, like you said, universe is a big place. We haven't seen them do enough. There, there seems to be almost a missing series in this where you'd see the Yellow Lanterns, you know, defeating people and, and helping this and helping that. We did get a little bit of and it. And now they're freaking going all rogue cop on everybody and just beating the shit out yeah. of everybody trying and to that's put the, the fear back. Yeah, well, now, without now they're on the that, fear yeah, without seeing that, all we see is Sinestro being his evil self again, and it, it just doesn't ring true. It, it doesn't cool seem like... would be cool if they like came it's... out with a uh, Tales of the Yellow Lantern Corps? That'd be awesome. And, like, filled in the gap to explain yeah. what happened. That'd but be there cool definitely stuff. seems to be, like, six... I don't think anybody cares anymore. Missing. No, people are just... I don't. care. And again, Reggie, with you coming in, <laughs> some of these things are just the, uh, you know, they tell you and you're going to be like, oh, go. Right. This is the time to throw something out where people will just go with it because they'll they'll just sit there and say, eh, like I the, guess I missed that. Like the rebirth yeah. issue. Yeah. Like they'll just say, oh, I'll go with it. Let's see. So they have told us that the, the Yellow Lantern Corps is the, you know... Guardians of the Universe, we'll go with it. But I really would have liked yeah. to see more of that to give it more weight to what's going on. Uh, and having Sinestro back and evil again just seems odd. But yeah, he's pissed when he hears that Hal Jordan. My favorite is, part of the book. But yeah, yeah, he is so angry. And then he sees him <laughs> and it's like, God damn it. it is uh, it's like this, like urgent message from Lantern uh, Slush translating. Yeah. Go ahead. Planet Joeen engaged in conflict with a Green Lantern. Identity, Hal Jordan. Blah! Yeah, he goes nuts. Ridiculous. What I really like, Show me. <laughs> I like it, too, because of what how the, the it all factors in in this book. It's like the opposite of what you would normally should get. You usually would get, you know, Hal finding out that Sinestro's yeah, doing yeah, something yeah. bad. This is Sinestro finding out just that Hal is a Green Lantern again, he is and so he is enraged. fucking and pissed. There's Green Lanterns back in the universe. So like, if he's yep. here, what else does this mean? And it's also Hal Jordan. He fucks up everything I want to do every time I want to do it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love it. <laughs> and he's like, he's reclaimed the mantle. Uh, he's the one. And then he even says, like, how could a core of one oppose me? And then that's when Sornik gets a little dig. Ah, and it's good. She she digs at Norman. You know, he's he's too angry. He does like kind of look over at him like, nice job. But yeah, then you go and he wants and again, though, from the minute this happens, Sinestro has a plan going because he tells them, don't engage. Go to these coordinates. They don't listen. They're fucking morons. Uh, now, I do think, me a, does anybody know what happened no, to Slush? I know what you're saying. No, it makes no sense to me. You thought he was dead, right? He got impaled. And then all of a and sudden, he's slush. Guess, he can't be freaking, you know, that always, there's nothing there to yeah. inhale. No, he burned made of slush. You think well, that's what, like, does this? he have acid inside of him? Yes. Yeah. So he just uses the acid on that to break it off to free himself? Yeah. It does to me look like but, he died, though. I'm saying that, but <laughs> was, who did that? I Where did that come know. from? Did he I do it to that, himself? Because he's I on his that, knees. I don't yeah, understand. No, no, no. He, he got knocked into that when yeah, Hal Jordan bashed him with a truck, with a big space truck, yeah. What oh, okay. I see, is, no, 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 I'm sorry. I see yeah. where it is now because I didn't. When he's communicating with Sinestro, I didn't see it was already through him. Yeah, it was through him. Oh, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I, I read the book. All of a sudden, why does he have something through him? And then he's yeah. okay. I don't no, understand. What, yeah, I get what, it what threw me off is when they have that panel when it breaks off and he's falling down. Kind of, I thought yeah. he was dead. <laughs> I thought that's it. He he fucked up something. But yeah, he's. Not. I, I was so confused until right now. I'm like, Jesus Christ! It did not make any sense to me whatsoever. Yeah, I get it now. I'm on the trolley, kids. Nice. How how actually gets a little bit of info when uh, that one red yellow lantern when he's telling for him to talk and he says, hey, the green lanterns ran away. Mogo even Sinestro filled the empty hole. Now fear controls all life. And then that's when Hal says green lanterns don't run. And the uh, that's when these yellow lanterns go against what Sinestro told them and actually engage in uh, Hal. And get him yeah. into crazy ass monster. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> and it's funny though because it really doesn't affect anything. Nope. It's just to show you that Hal's a badass. Yeah, that's all just, it is. Yeah, it is. It doesn't do anything because he breaks out of it. He says, "Let's try again." And they whoop whoop whoop. They take off. They're off. <laughs> and he chases them. Uh, but then you go back to the Green Lantern Corps and really get nothing. It's more of just guys saying, "Hey, yeah. I'm going to go um, again." John kind of I says, promise all right. Estro says, listen, you know, you go for 24 hours. If you don't come back, we'll assume you're dead. I don't know. Assuming he's dead, what else are they going to do? You know what I mean? I it's not like that means anything. What what are you, well, we're not coming mom, for you. We're going to disavow yeah, your it's identity. It's just weird to give them 24 hours and then we'll assume you're dead. They're, they're just I, stuck there. <laughs> the important thing to take away from this is that John Stewart is a scared. Yeah, he's <laughs> very scared. He's scared. Not but as then, scared uh, as those people on the freaking planet that hell goes to. Well, no, no. Uh, and scared. this whole thing with the Green Lantern Corps again, it's more delay. It's just guy taking off to go. And he's like, yep, I'm headed. I, I do like the line where Kilowog's like, why'd you send him? And he's like, he's the only one fucking thick-headed enough. Did not. you want me to send you? Get the yeah. fuck out yeah. of here, so, you he big pig monster it. man. Yep. And then Hal, Hal lands on the uh, planet. And this is, again, this is what happens when they land. and um, Earth lanterns are like, nothing. Run, run. <laughs> and you're guessing to me that it would have been like they're running from hell because people think that the green lanterns are bad, but they're not. It seems like they're running from the yellow lanterns who are supposed to be the be all end all of, of the universe. I guess fear does rule the universe. Now it's yeah. 
weird. It's just as weird because, yeah, he's like, oh, you're afraid of them. And he turns around. There's freaking a bunch. They have all these. It's people. like everybody. Yeah, it's like it's like a whole posse is there. Yeah, It's funny, though, because it is a posse, but it seems more uh, impressive until you look and there's a bunch of captured people. Like there, there. It's not like there's fifty. Yeah, they're 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 pulling people away too. Yeah. I guess. Uh, yeah. So it, to it show is how extra there are they a lot are. of them, but there's not yeah. as many as you would think. This isn't the Han opening up the thing, and there's ten trillion stormtroopers that Eric Lousy hates. Lucas. Eric hates <laughs> in that he hates when they they redid that and had all those stormtroopers in there. But yeah, they're right. still enough. We're looking at six. Uh, looks like six Sinestro Corps members. Yeah. Yeah. That's. I mean, six to one. That's that's not good odds. That's for a posse. Them. It is a posse. Anything more than five is a posse. Really, if they're going to exactly. do anything to me, they all they have to do is get these innocent people and put them between them. Hal can't do anything. Then you go rip head. And then we see that Hal is now, since he's been a renegade, he just kills everybody. Awesome. He just starts ripping heads. No, Hal, don't do it. He just Back to Parallax. But Legacy. Yeah, um, <laughs> it, this this <laughs> issue almost got a fuck you five for me, by the way. Uh, wow. I, I read it again. I liked it a little more. I do like Hal. I think that he's a badass. And really, Sinestro, to me, saves the issue. That whole thing with Sinestro, it does give us some explanation, even though you kind of have to fill in the blanks. Yeah, yeah. But it does kind of explain it. At least they attempted it. And I think he's the best part of this entire series so far. And But I, I just got mad that I, I think that the Green Lantern Corps is on a holding pattern until – this whole Sinestro and, and Hal thing kind of works its way. I'm guessing that they're going to have Hal captured and they're going to do something to him. And then the core will get through and at least. You know, and then something that is going on. I don't know. Are we going to find out that Sinestro has figured out some way to make the rings? Go- I, I don't know. Are we going to find out that Sinestro was involved in getting them out of the universe in the first If that happens, I'll be very upset. Yeah, I don't know, but the the whole wonky ring thing is so weird. That better be explained. Yeah, yeah. God, it better be explained. I mean, here's the thing. The rings did kind of work in that other universe. They didn't go – you know what I mean? Why then that you're back – if they weren't going to work then – then how are you know it doesn't make sense they were what calibrated for that universe that's why yeah, that, that's they, makes they were perfect. still doing things with that and they were still able to contact each other and stuff like this this no they like, couldn't contact each other in that yeah in the old universe no they that's why they lost a lot of people yeah. they're trying to uh, kind of like get them like uh mogo shine as bright as you can because we need the beacon out there no. um and then but then why the biggest problem i have so with then the if rings, you think that then you would have thought that they couldn't calibrate with that other universe then so no why, i don't think they could either but that, I'm saying, why would they be bad now that they're back? Yeah, so here? why can't they recalibrate here? I mean, I thought yeah. they had calibrated. Yeah, I that's, that's what I'm From what I read, wrong. the implication they was they were calibrated to the other universe. Yeah. yeah, if they weren't calibrated to the other universe. Right now, I think what the problem is, I think I can tell you the problem. You guys are carrying too much Green Lantern's baggage. Yeah. You need to drop some off at the carousel. The thing that needs to be explained about the rings is why did anybody who was wearing a Green Lantern ring get pulled into the universe before this one? Well, that's what I'm saying. Because you'd think, you know, when is the cutoff for that? Because when uh, Sinestro took Sornik's ring off and had it in a little bubble and it disappeared, when when did that stop happening to Green Lantern rings? Like, Hal made a new one. Why, as soon as he didn't put it on, did he not disappear? I, well, I think no. that it was, I think they disappeared all at one time. Somebody was definitely involved with just sending them. They, you know, it would be like pressing a button. I don't right, think right. That it was something that was just continuously waiting for more lantern rings. I think that when it happened, boom, they blinked out. 
It just happened how at the gauntlet, so he didn't have. It was like a purge once a day. Someone had to yeah, throw a switch. Yeah, it was a purge. Right. It's weird. I just... thought, and now I'm really angry because I actually thought they somewhat calibrated a little that other universe, and that would make sense. If they didn't, this makes no sense. That's they, what I assume too. Yeah, I mean that's what I've been sitting. Yeah, they would be that. automatically calibrated still to the. It would be. It would be like the ring is desperately trying to ca- recalibrate to our universe. When it gets well, back, it should calibrate. Well, yeah, thing, we don't know what's going on with it. That's what I want to find out about because in my mind, there's something behind that, and that's interesting to me. To like coming ahead, yeah. it's weird though because I wish that we could go back because I I don't even remember. Like it would be something if all of a sudden they went wonky and then they disappeared. It just seemed like they disappeared. Oh yeah, I'm saying we didn't and, have that. All of a sudden, it was like the Lost Army. Go- then this happened. That's what I'm saying. Then they come. They back. hadn't come it's up with so, this part again, yet at that, that time. That this was all. Is a, this is just a delay. That's all it is. It's a delay because you can't have the whole Green Lantern Corps back with how Sinestro is playing it where he has to find out how Jordan first, and it's it's a delay. But that is the oh, – I didn't – what did you give it, Reggie? I gave it an 8 out of 10. What would you give it, Eric? I'd give it a 7 out of 10. I'm telling yeah. you, we are, we are just kind of holding here, but I like the art, and I'm telling you, the how Jordan stuff was fun, like just seeing him in this yeah. role again, and Sinestro realizing that how Jordan was there, I laughed my ass yeah, off. Yeah, that was but... the best part. I Those those like were the I best said. parts. The core was the the, la- the lamest part oh, yeah. of the whole book. Because all you want is the core, and all they're telling you, you're not going to get the core. Yeah, yeah. No, we can't it's... come out. We're and too in fact, scared. Actually, <laughs> can I say that I love it? Because now people who jump on this book, like Reggie, who wants to see the core, aren't going to get them, just like we had to go through and Lost Army and Edge of Oblivion. So there, Reggie, this is your wow. Lost Army. That's so now, so your spite score is 8 out of 10. No, I actually right? give it a 6.5. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm telling you, the core part, I give a fuck you 5. Uh, you could be I more spiteful. I love the Sinestro <laughs> part. I really do like the Sinestro part. And the Hal part was fun. And that's what we kind of wanted with him anyway. So, yeah, you get yeah, that core. I wanted Hal to be I'm fun good. again because he was yeah. not fun as a renegade. Yeah. It's almost a shit. Like this book, you take the core part out and just make this Hal Jordan. Yeah. And it'd be great. It's this core part is just it's really bringing it down right now. I hope that this does not last more than two more issues. I hope that what Guy's doing gets resolved at the end of next issue, and then we can have the core back. I don't think that's going to be the case. It seems like they're going to be a long haul of uh, just hanging around. And speaking of long hauls, we're up for the cosmic treadmill, Reggie, and you, you sent it to me. Um, it it must have it weighed down the internet how big this file was <laughs> when it showed up, and it crashed my my freaking no didn't do that. But yeah. you you sent me. The original cut and the edited cut of the yeah. Cosmic Treadmill, it's which a is 13 the tales, minute difference. <laughs> the Tales of the Teen Titans <laughs> Annual Number Three. Yes, you left 13 minutes on the cutting room floor. It took me, uh, I, but it took me fucking like four hours or five hours to cut 13 you minutes. Think that should have just cut it in half, man. Do you think uh, a better no. editing job on that Cosmic Treadmill episode than David Ayer supposedly did on the Suicide Squad movie. What do you think? Yes, you, I did. You did I, a better edit of John. I did. Yeah, yep. me and you were going to talk uh, this week about the Suicide Squad movie because we both saw Spoilers, it. man. Eric hasn't seen it yet. That's not really spoilers saying we were going to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> because that's all I was going to say. Spoilers, man. We going to talk about it. We did not talk about it. I didn't know you guys were going to talk about it. Spoilers. I told you that. <laughs> I told you we were going to talk about it. So you're, you're a liar. Shut your goddamn mouth, uh, huh? I did, though. I would. I did talk to the guys on the 365 Flex. So. Oh, yeah? You got on there? 
Yep. I was Hello, out. boys. I started out with Hello, Love. And, cool. Uh, Rafe was in there, and we yelled about uh, concessions at the British movie theaters. So we, nice. Good times. Yeah, here's a here's a non-spoiler review, Reggie. Did you like the Suicide Squad movie? Nope. Nope, you did not. I don't know. Those Jim and I were talking about it this week. Spoilers. It sounded amazing. Yeah. Every time I tell him, I just tell him, like, the good stuff. And, and then we started making up a better movie, oh and I God. thought we that was amazing up as well. The craziest version of the Suicide Squad movie that would have been a 10 out of 10 in anybody's book. Boosh. Just think there. of this, Reggie. At one point, the Joker comes and kidnaps Harley, right? Grabs mm. Harley out of the Suicide Squad. The Suicide Beats Squad the then have to convince uh, Rick Flag that, listen, you could blow off our heads, but we're going to get Harley. We're going to get her no matter what you say. He smashes the thing then, says, okay, let's go. They go together. They find the Joker. It, it doesn't love Harley, but is torturing her, and that gives them the idea, hey, she's not just crazy. She's fucking a tortured person who this guy is awful to her, and then they get her back, and then they go and fight that ending battle, and everybody loves each other. Boom. That movie. would actually give some kind of reason for the team to work as a team. That, that would good? be something. Yep. But I, I think also... a better idea would be that they go to get the Joker and they show up and he's just like the situation from the Jersey Shore. He's like, hey, what the fuck? A Jim Dan hey. Laundry over here. What are you doing? Hey, hey fuck you. What is it? Wake up laundry and, and Hey, uh, guys, spoilers. I didn't watch that show. Jim Tan Laundry. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Jim Tan Laundry. Let me let me let me give you a little spoiler. Hey, they're all Italian. Yeah. Spoilers. They're all spoiler. They're all pieces. That's why I didn't watch it. They were all Italians. Yeah. yeah they were all dirt bags. Fucking yeah. Asian. The one. Uh. The best I've ever seen was one of the roasts where the situation was in the roast. Did you see that one? When he I was might part have. of one of those Comedy Central roasts. Oh, I remember. It. I didn't see it. I remember. It oh happening. my god, he was the worst. Like all <laughs> his jokes ended up being like people saying stuff to him. And he goes, "Yeah, you know what I did last night? I, I was, was walking here." That's all he'd say. And yeah, goes, he's a piece of shit. I mean, hey, he's like, about untalented here. asshole. Yeah, but uh, speaking of that, we have the cosmic treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a couple of untalented uh, assholes coming at you. Tell, tell Chris to get off the ledge. I think this is one of the first times that we've been leading into the cosmic treadmill with Yale, right? So I can't uh, we did bad- it once before. Yeah, did you can we? badmouth them all you want. Yeah. No, I don't. I like what you guys do. I heard. I hear you- they do good stuff, right? <laughs> I hear. Say, wait, Eric, say that by yourself right now. I hear they do good stuff. All right, I'm gonna have that for the next episode. Nice. <laughs> I'm gonna get that going. I got to remember, write down some notes here. But yeah, we're gonna go up to Tales of the Teen Titans Annual Number Three. That's right. Over an hour long, it is. Judas contract oh, yeah. finale. Oh, an hour long, Eric. What do yeah, you think an hour that, and five Eric? minutes. What do you think, Eric? I hear they do good stuff over there. <laughs> That's what I wanted. I like <laughs> Reggie stuff. I like Reggie stuff. I don't know about that, Chris. Reggie, yeah. though, you are you. Are, when Chris is on, I'll praise him. But of right course, now, That's I that's like how you got to do it. But then when we come back, we'll be back with a, a lot of books. We're actually. Dividing this uh, podcast in like weird segments. There's going to be, I think, four or five books to end, right? Something yeah. Like that. It's crazy, crazy stuff. But yeah, thanks, Reggie. Happy birthday. Happy All birthday, right. Reggie. And your present to the world is now. His voice. Uh, yes. Goodbye, everybody. I was just trying to get a clean cut there, and you guys. Ah. Uh, Here we go.
Welcome back to Cosmic Treadmill, where we like to go back to the past and look at some DC comics from their yesteryear of publishing. My name is Reggie. My name is Chris. And you can hear us every week on the WeirdScienceDCComics.com podcast, uh, usually probably tacked on somewhere towards the end. So if you've stuck around to listen this long, we salute you. Mm-hmm. This week we've got, uh, what, what title we got, Chris? Today we have a very special issue. It's a Tales of the Teen Titans Annual number 3 from 1984. This wraps up the uh, four-part Judas Contract storyline, and it's titled Finale. It was uh, released April 26, 1984. Cover price was a buck twenty-five, and this was uh, a Marv Wolfman, George Perez joint. Now, times are tough if you're a Teen Titan. If you're not Dick Grayson, anyway, you're tied up in a power-neutralizing machine, and you're at the mercy of Hive, courtesy of Deathstroke the Terminator and his plucky would-be sidekick. Now it's up to Robin and a new friend to come to their aid as we hit that senses-shattering conclusion of the Judas Contract. Oh, and your senses will be shattered. Before we get to the uh, to the lead up here, let's hit on some of the the big players here that uh, that uh, would otherwise be introduced later. <laughs> First one is uh, Terra. She's uh, really Tara Markov. She's the half-sister of Geoforce from uh, Batman and the Outsiders. And her first appearance, we're going to be discussing in a little bit, was a New Teen Titans number 26 in uh, December 1982. And uh, we're also going to discuss Deathstroke the Terminator, also known as Slade Wilson. Not Wade Wilson. <laughs> no, Wilson. that's right. <laughs> and he came first. <laughs> his, uh, his first appearance was New Teen Titans number 2. Uh, it was also in, uh, I think it was 1980. Um and he uh, he was honor bound to kill the Teen Titans due to a Hive H I V E contract that uh, Slade's son, what was his f- Grant uh, right, Grant Wilson, the, right. uh, the Ravager, and he failed to complete it. He was uh, he was killed in in action and uh, wasn't able to uh, live up to the contract. So Slade took it over, and uh, Hive is the hierarchy for international vengeance and extermination. That sounds like a good. Uh, oh yeah, good that's uh, not an unwieldy name at all. That's you know. <laughs> It's like and, uh, <laughs> quite a reach to fit that acronym in there, fellas. You know, come it's on. Like, it's like I really want to draw like a bee-themed thing. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> we this out. I have all these uh, bee clothes. Like, what can I do with these? And uh, back then, uh, he he was often just, he was often portrayed as a as an honorable guy. More, he had a code, basically. Yeah. You know, he was he was a he was a, you know a rotten son of a bitch to an extent, but he, he had a code. This is a job. This isn't uh, personal. So we're just going to burn through some lead-up comics. You know, one of the hallmarks of this run, or really this issue that we're discussing uh, in the Judas contract, is that there was such a long lead-up, a real slow burn. And so it it really did catch a lot of people by surprise at the time. So we just want to take you through a little bit of that uh, somewhat quickly, but uh, we'll try to do it some service. Noon Chi Titans, number 26, titled Runaways, December 82. That was Terra's first appearance. In that one, she just attempts to destroy the Statue of Liberty. Gar Logan is immediately like on her tip, you know. It's, it's, it's <laughs> like they set that out right away. I was she's wearing this uniform with kind of a head. It's brown with a head dress on it or a helmet, yeah, I guess you want to call like, it. It's got like points and a ponytail. It's very yeah. Strange. It's sort of it's sort of Galactus esque. It sort of looks yes. like a one of like a Kirby character from the Fourth World or something. It's really strange. <laughs> uh, she'll lose that eventually, but when you first see her, she's wearing that. 
And uh, I always felt, I was just talking about this before we recorded, but hmm. when you do see her face, I always felt she rem- she was reminiscent of like a younger and more like Bucktooth Jodie Foster from Taxi Driver. Uh, I could definitely see that. It's sort of a defiant, naive, you know, a defiant youth, a defiant naivete, you know what I mean? An angry, angry fresh innocence face. Is, yeah. I think what you called it. That's yeah. what it was, an angry innocence. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's just my personal opinion, but I've Perez has never said he's used her as a model for anything. No. So in that one, she acts confused. She claims to be acting against her will. Uh, New Teen Titans number 28, February 83. That was Terra in the night. <laughs> <laughs> Terra reveals that her parents are being held hostage, and Changeling brings her back to the Titans Tower because, as we said, he's really on her tip. Yes. Uh, right, you know, all the way to the issue that we're going to talk about today. So get used to that. And then some. And uh, then it is ultimately revealed that terrorist folks are dead. Mm-hmm. What's the story here? Yeah, the uh, terrorists. They uh, were holding her hostage, and then when uh, the Titans came to uh, come a call, and they said, oh, "Well, leave us alone. They're already dead." Yeah. They were dead the whole time. And uh, that brings us to uh, New Teen Titans number thirty. This is titled Nightmare. It's in April 1983. This is where Terra gets her uh, more identifiable costume. And uh, she claims that she sewed it herself. Yeah. And, <laughs> and uh, while she was in terrorist custody. Sure. <laughs> and she lobbies for a spot in the Nothing else to do, right? In the clink, no. you know? Yeah, you're locked in a like... closet. You, you find a needle and thread. Why not? <laughs> uh, just tie, you know, uh, sew a couple of coats together. Um, and she lobbies for a spot on the Titans, and this is going to become a theme leading up. She, she's, uh, you know, she's kind of just angling right now, but it's going to get a lot more uh, persistent. Yeah. And uh, she, she's brought along on a New Year's Eve battle against the Brotherhood of Evil, and this is not the fun Brotherhood of Evil. No. <laughs> and uh, and she uh, holds her own basically. Uh, this issue, this issue also features Donna Troy's engagement to Terry Long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just can't face up to it. I, yeah, I, did, I didn't want to include it, but it's too important a, a thing that I that I had to at least yeah. give it a blurb. So, and the next bound upon it and grown a lot. Um, the next, uh, the next uh, big hit on the way there is uh, New Teen Titans number thirty-four. So you can see this is a slow burn. I mean, we're skipping four issues. Oh yeah. Because just it's just another it's just another day. Yeah. The, the, um, fir- the first one we talked about was December eighty-two. Now we're in yep. August eighty-three. Yep. And we're gonna wrap up like a, y- a year and change after this. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one's called Endings and Beginnings from August to eighty-three, and this is when it all hits the fan. Terror is revealed to us, the readers. That she is working with Deathstroke, Deathstroke the Terminator, and uh, I, I wish I read this when it came out. <laughs> yeah. I wish this wasn't spoiled. For, I mean, it's just it's comic book lore now. This is a uh, you know, in order to get the Titans' trust, Terra is cha- or, or Slade challenges the Titans to a fight. Terra knocks Beast Boy or Changeling out and takes Deathstroke on herself. Yeah. And uh, she winds up taking care of him handily and saving several lives of her potential teammates in the process, which gets her that trust. Suddenly she's looked at as as not just a, another hand, but as a potential member. Another false flag operation, if you ask me. <laughs> and, and it's funny because she's, like we said earlier, she's very, very persistent. And one of the great things that Wolfman put in here is She's like, well, how do I become a member? And the team looks at each other and they go, we've never had a new member. Yeah. We don't know. Yeah, yeah. There's no <laughs> so, like, there's so no application. Is, 
yeah, there's no, there's no, yeah, there's no interview process. This is new to us too. So let's just see how it goes. It's interesting here. So like as we said, it's going to wrap up much later on. But right now, the reader already knows that Tara is a uh, double agent. A double agent. And without spoiling too much later, folks, the Titans don't find out till much later. It's an interesting choice to do that here. You know, in a way. The other choice is obviously to still keep it secret from us, the reader, and then we all sort of find out with the Titans. We get that kind of surprise. But I feel like that by giving us this information now, it gives us the time to like you know have that movie theater experience with the Titans. Yep. Like, don't trust that bitch. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, wait, she's working with Slade. You know. And yep. meanwhile, it's like you know, of course, Dick Grayson's like, hey, what's wrong, Terra? And we're just like, don't talk, be nice to her. She's gonna get you killed. So it's it was. Uh, you know, I, I don't know whether I don't know whether we could say either choice is better, but this definitely created I think much more of a closeness to the characters. It was uh, I would you know wouldn't be shocked to learn that it was a calculated move oh, by by Marv Wolfman. Because every interpersonal relationship between the Titans and Terra now is it, it, it teeters on heartbreaking mm-hmm. because it's just like you know you see them open their hearts to her, you see them open their homes to her, and it's just like. Ooh, this is and, gonna hurt. And as we point out, it happens over a long time too. You yes. know, it's like uh, you know, you have a while to really feel for the, this situation and how complex and crappy it's be- it's become all of a sudden. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, up to that point, frankly, Tara doesn't do a whole lot to ingratiate herself to the readers. No, <laughs> she's, she's a smart aleck. She's sort of an a, sort of an asshole, but uh, you know, you don't think she's evil up until this uh this point and you always think that they're gonna win that that something something's gonna click and either they'll win her over or she'll win them over oh so it's I, like... absolutely i you know I, I this is something we'll, we'll probably get into more later but that's something hmm. that's something i remember the first time i read it even though i, I kind of knew what was going to happen at the end i always waited for that moment where she was yep. like oh you guys really do care about me and like it really never happened. She's a bitch. <laughs> She's a bitch to the very end. But you know that's that's another life's lessons to learn, folks. Some people you cannot change with your good deeds. Uh, so, New Teen Titans number thirty-nine. This was five issues later. The f- exactly five issues later. This is February eighty-four. The last one was August eighty-three. Uh, that Terra was this was featured in. Uh, this is Crossroads, plotted demise of the Titans. While having to appear, what appears to be a postcoital smoke, with uh, Deathstroke. Yeah. And uh, so this is this is them. They're about to enact this uh, Judas contract into action, and uh, it's revealed that she's been wearing these contact lens cameras the entire time that are beaming everything that she sees back to the Terminator via video mm-hmm. monitor, and uh, they learn some people's secret IDs, including. One of the most coveted ones that she's been yep. trying to get the whole time, Dick Grayson. We were talking about the uh, the the you know the heartbreaking nature of this during the scene where where uh, where Dick takes the Robin you know mask off. Yeah. You know you have Wally West is there who gives Terra his spot. Yep. You know so she has the spot of a founding Titan from you know thirty years earlier. Exactly for you know, the late fifties. Yeah. And uh, and after Robin is done taking his uh, taking his gear off. He actually he gives her a kiss on the cheek, welcoming her to the team. Yeah. So it's like, oof, this is gonna hurt. <laughs> yeah, it's like a little tenderness from Robin. That's not easy to cut. Even Corey, even Corey can't get a hug, and he's that's his <laughs> girlfriend can't. for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, we're working now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? That's his girlfriend, and she's wearing a permanent bikini for crying out loud. 
Well, speaking of bikinis, uh, we're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna go three issues later. The Tales of the Teen Titans number forty-two, which is the first part of the Judas Contract proper. It's uh, called The Eyes of Tara Markov, and it was a. Uh, it was a. Uh, it's dated May nineteen eighty-four. And uh, it opens up with Starfire in a space bikini. Like the first splash page, folks. I mean, you, you open that I, cover, that's the first thing you see. I swear, I opened it up and I'm like, oh, crap, a space story? <laughs> I hate the space story. Oh, you thought it was going to be a liberation from her home <laughs> yes. planet, huh? Yeah, yeah she's, uh, she's getting away from the slavers again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's married four more times. Yeah. <laughs> But no, she's in Donna's uh, studio, and Donna's taking some photos of her. And uh, tasteful photographs. Very, very tasteful. Very tasteful. Yes. And uh, and Dick Grayson is very pleased with the outfit. But uh, <laughs> it, it, the thing of this here is, uh, you know, Tara is there. She's in Donna Troy's studio. She knows what Donna Troy does yeah. outside of Wonder Girl. And uh, and they uh, they go back to Donna's apartment, and she starts getting you know she starts getting nosy. She starts asking questions. She finds out that uh, you know Donna's part Amazon, or at least she's got powers endowed to her from the Amazons and a good deal of money. Endowed yeah, to her from she's, she's able to glean quite a bit actually. Yeah, that she's you yeah. know, Wonder Woman's her sister, or whatever, and uh, all this other stuff. So, and of of special note here, Donna asks her to be in her wedding. That's right. So Tara is going to be one of. Donna's bridesmaids, so <laughs> it's gonna hurt. Um, see here, uh, we do. This is when we start seeing the panels of her surveillance vi- surveillance vision, that that camera. Yeah. And uh, you know, we do we do see it earlier, but this is where we're seeing it, like actually in, you know, in sequential art form. It's just you know, you'll see an actual you know, you'll see an actual panel, and then you'll see the photo of it. It's actually just a good effect. Showing, I, I like oh, it. Awesome. You know what I mean? It's like it's it's like. Showing you what's that this is going real time to Deathstroke, I guess. And, you know? I, and I love it because you'll have like a picture of like like Cyborg and Gar talking, and then you'll have the photo of it, and it's from a different angle. It's from Terra's angle. Yep. It's just so cool. But it's, it is. It was. It's really well done. Really a great exercise in art for George Perez. But sure. as I mentioned here, every time we see that, there's a click. Yeah. So that implies she's sending photographs, which is kind of like I wonder what's clicking. That's kind of what a high-tech piece of machinery <laughs> we're talking about. But that also wouldn't that make if, she, if we can hear it, wouldn't that make a little bit of a noise? But anyway, that's uh, we'll let that go. People just think that's probably just a you know yeah. tick that's in the just background. A device. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Terra goes on a on a on a civilian Titans tour, so she's trusted now. Mm. So she's going to all their civilian homes. She's going to Dick's apartment. She's going to Cyborg's apartment. She She's been to Donna and Corey's penthouse. I mean, yeah. she's going to their homes, which is terrifying. It is. I don't <laughs> no know. She's getting. She's getting the information she always wanted. And then, uh, as she as they go back to her, as she goes back to Titan's Tower, she shares a kiss with Gar for the first time. They kiss on the docks, yeah. waiting for the barge to come over. And it's this is probably the the, the worst. <laughs> oh, it's definitely the worst of her. Uh, you know, would just soon to be betrayals. It's just. I mean, think like, I, and I, I mean, I hate to rewind to the point I was already making, but if they hadn't revealed that Terra was working with Slade at this point, which was just it would have been a, a totally different scene, a totally yeah. different scene. Like you know, now you're just kind of like, oh, she's softening, or you know what I mean. Yep. But like when you when knowing what we know and knowing that she's still you know transmitting information back to Slade, this is a horrifying horrifying scene. You're just like, oh god. And George Perez is just he. I mean, it's no big news that he's talented. He's amazingly talented. Yeah. 
his facial work is friggin' amazing. It is. And and I was I actually reviewed this this one issue on on the site on my site today. Mm-hmm. And uh, the juxtaposition between two of the panels on the bottom, you have Tara waving goodbye, and it's the first time she actually looks happy. Like it's it's actually a happy face, not a smarmy face, not a I'm getting one over on your face. It was it's actually a joyous, carefree smile. Yeah. And then the next panel, she snaps a picture. It's, it's like oh. It's like so yeah, she she is not letting up, folks. You know this is yes. the, don't fool yourself into thinking that she's changing. You know she, she's still and working I mean, for we, the enemy. <laughs> we've we've both read this this story number of times, and every time it's like maybe this time she'll 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 be okay. <laughs> I almost feel that way. You know, as as I, as I said, like even this, I read it right before I read these four issues right before you know we did this uh, podcast, and I was th- I was really thinking to myself like. I just want to see that moment. You yeah. know what I mean? I just want to see that real moment where I can say, like, oh, wait, they got through here. Yeah. E- even though I know what happens later, at least yep. I could say they had, there was some, but it, it I'm going to tell they you now, it never time. happens. You know, nope. she never, like, cracks. She's always putting up an act for them and being very. Yeah. Because no, I've, I've done, uh, I've done in depth reviews of every issue leading up to this, and you almost get lost in it. And then it's like, it, well, I, I mentioned in one of the one of the pieces I did that Terra is no longer a novelty. She's just there. Yeah. You know, it's not like, ooh, this is a Terra issue. It's like, oh, it's t- the team. Terra just happens to be on it right now. Yeah. And it's you just get lost in it. And it's 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 an amazing. It, it, if you haven't read this, read it. <laughs> Even though we're Absolutely. about to spoil the entire thing, read the damn book. Yeah, Terra. You know, after the kiss, Terra goes back to the uh, Titans Tower where she runs into Raven. Who smells a rat? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and tells her outright too. She's a Raven does not mince words here. She's like, I don't trust you, bitch. You know. <laughs> and, and, and it's funny because it's the first time you see Terra off her game because she goes, "What do you think? I'm a traitor? Do you think I'm a spy?" And it's yeah. like, we never said either of those words. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's what like, are uh... you trying to say? <laughs> and uh, she and she says, you know, you know, Slade can have the rest of the Titans, but she wants the witch for herself. I love that. I want that witch for myself. You know, like, oh, with her with her teeth hanging out over her, over her bottom lip. Oh, it's great. Uh, speaking of great, the next day is training training day for the Titans. Yep. And. Uh, Terra just loses her loses her mind on Gar. Gar and Terra are paired up because their powers are similar. I don't know, <laughs> but they're paired up. Uh, who knows and, why? Yeah. And Gar, Gar takes her out. I, I think I miss. I think I must misunderestimated. Is that the word? Oh uh, yeah, I think I I dis disestablished uh, underestimated. <laughs> yes, uh, that's the the bushism there. Um, but I I you know Gar. I always I never really thought of him as being too powerful, and he he takes Terra out with barely a you know a bead of sweat. And even goes on to humiliate her. You know. Then he makes like, fun of her. Makes fun of her. I always he turns thought... into a beaver and starts smacking her with his tail. If if you think if you think about it though. You know, and and I, and I believe later on, or maybe there was a, there was a point in this where it's shown that he can't do too many transformations in sequence, or like it wears him out. Tired, yeah. But otherwise, we're talking about a guy that's unlimitedly powerful. You can go from an yeah. elephant to a bee yeah. in the blink of an eye. You're pretty much with. But there's not much you can't accomplish in this world. Yeah. You know. <laughs> no, it's 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 but, pretty uh, great. Yeah, he 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 like kicks dirt in her face. He's like really <laughs> playing her, her. <laughs> making fun of her. It's hilarious. And she loses her mind. Yeah. And uh, just starts beating the crap out of him and almost kills him. And uh, it, and it's funny because her, uh, 
she's got we, we see the camera vision and it turns like almost infrared yeah it's like heat vision almost it really makes you wonder about this technology like what is it but uh yeah it was interesting but you know after the titans intervene and they pull her off or they you know they get guard of safety she blames it on her on her post-traumatic stress from being kidnapped and they kind of they kind of buy it except for raven that's right raven's like nope <laughs> Nice I, try. I said the evil. Yes, but I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna voice it yet. But I, <laughs> uh, the the issue ends uh, with uh, Terra and Slade. They're 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 boarding a helicopter with uh, Wintergreen, and they're about to enact this you know the contract. It's gonna be done, and uh, then we see that Deathstroke and Terra are being watched, and they're being watched by a uh, a woman and in uh, uh, what looks like a bowl of butted pop. <laughs> <laughs> Another curly-haired gentleman to vex, yes, I'm, to vex Chris. I'm an anti-curlite. He's damn it. like, I don't trust the curly-haired fellas in uh, the eighties. The next issue, uh, Tales of the Teen Titans number forty-three, which is part two of the Judas Contract. It's titled Betrayal. It's June nineteen eighty-four, and uh, it starts with a Deathstroke attacking Dick Grayson at his house. <laughs> I mean, like that's, right away in the first scene, it's so he crashes crazy. through and yeah. And uh, he, he he starts attacking the Titans in their own homes. I mean, that's insane. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> the note that you had here, <laughs> Slade talks like he's from the Lower East Side. He does. He really does. Like, hey, you and me, we got to get some. It's like, why? Yeah, because I added a note here saying, maybe, maybe not. Because that's <laughs> He always says maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, maybe, maybe I will. It's like. I understand he was in the army for like, you know, 20, 30 years or whatever it was. And uh, he's been an international assassin. He's, 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 he's as we'll find like out. A game hunter. Yeah, I'm a big game hunter. But he talks like a Brooklyn bum or something. You know, it's very weird. <laughs> he's on the Yancey Street gang. Yeah. <laughs> now, Dick is able to escape barely. Um, yeah. And, and this feature is a really good because he, he, as he's running through the park, Deathstroke, he aims his gun and he pulls the trigger. He, he fires one shot. And I, I, I wrote about this uh, earlier where it seems like his heart skipped a beat when he shot that bullet because he's not about killing anybody but the contract. Yeah. So it's like if, if, if an innocent got hit, I don't know how, the, how he would have – I don't think he would have counted that as just collateral he damage. He says that there, doesn't he? He says yeah. that I, it's too, there are too many innocents. Too I, many you know, innocents. I can't get a clear shot at him. And, and so he squeezes uh, that one bullet off and it's like oof. I mean it's, it's such a weird – rope because no one would ever call you know slade wilson is not a hero by any means he's not doing anything heroic but he has a certain deep code of honor that won't let him go certain places of course it doesn't stop him from killing teenagers for example though you know that's uh, or kidnapping teenagers (laughs) or sleeping with them or sleeping with them but uh you know there's certain lines he won't cross so (laughs) then uh you know dick is you know he's he's a detective he's been trained by the world's greatest detective so he uh he figures if deathstroke attacked me in my house uh (laughs) uh-oh and he starts going to the other homes yep and Awesome use of his detective work. Just looking at the the, the crime scene, he's able to deduce a, a very a litany of how it could have went down. Yeah, you know, and and it's I, I love when they do that. And and Perez renders it as sort of a oh, uh, and it happens yeah. on one page a piece as a flashback. Yep. Uh, do you know if if it was him rounding the panels as a 
flashback. Is that a Paris thing or is that a Marvel thing? Who did that first? I wonder. I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure. It becomes. I mean, it becomes Teen Titans shorthand. Yeah, yeah, very early on. It's uh, whenever they're thinking back, the panel corners get rounded, but uh, used here for several people. First Donna Troy, and then I forget who who goes to next. Uh, goes to Corey and then Cyborg, and later on he's able to piece together. Uh, and then at the tower too. Yeah. They at the tower he pieces together sort of what happened to Raven, although he, that kind of gets revealed to him, and then yes. uh, they they figure out Gar Logan later. But you know he, he so he figures he looks at some evidence, and then Perez draws what happened. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that you see what actually happened. Oh, it's awesome stuff. Um, at the tower, after he's you know trying to figure out what happened to Raven, uh, the two folks that we the bowl of popcorn and, and the uh, woman they present themselves. They <laughs> they show up. We have a a woman named Adeline and a young man named Joseph Wilson. Mm. Um, Adeline uh, she reveals Where that have I she heard is that name before. I know, I know. We've heard it a couple times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she reveals that she is Sl- she's Slade Wilson's ex-wife, and uh, clues Dick into Tara's betrayal. And this is awesome because he immediately goes on the defensive. Yeah. And uh, and it's more it's more that you know it's this is the difference between him and Batman. I think when you tell Batman that's that he's wrong about something, he takes it personally as though you're you're questioning my deduction skills. Yeah. Where Robin, where Dick, he just wants to believe the best in her, and he's like, no, that couldn't be right. She's one of us. She's our friend. Mm-hmm. And it's just, uh, it's just such a great scene. Yeah, he is. He's uh, taking it from another angle. He, he's, he's not saying, no, if Tara was a double agent, I would have known. He's saying, no, she's a good person, you know, and it's, uh, it is, it's a great characterization. Good job. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, they, uh, you know, we're, we're actually in the Titans room, and they have full-size photos of themselves on the wall. <laughs> Including terror. I don't even think they got the bill for that one. I know, really. That must be like the. That's how it's official that you're a member. Is once you get your poster up on the wall, they're like, "Well, you can't take it down now." Nope, you're you're one of us now. <laughs> they just they just rolled it right on top of Wally's, and uh, we end up with Destro promising Hive that the uh, the contract because the high the contract. I don't know if we mentioned it earlier, but uh, but Grant Wilson's contract was through the Hive, hmm. um, and Destro calls him and says, "Hey, contract's closed." Uh, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up. Yep. But first, we're gonna go to Tales of the Teen Titans number forty-four, the Judas Contract Part Three. There shall come a Titan, mm-hmm. and that was July nineteen eighty-four. Uh, yeah, possibly, or <laughs> a new Titan and a you know a revamped Titan. Um, so Dick has a lot of trouble believing Adeline uh, initially, and her son Joseph sort of creeps him out. He's just staring at him the whole time, just sort of being. <laughs> And also, we didn't mention it. We do figure, see this in an earlier issue, but Joseph is mute. Yes. He, he can't speak, uh, and we learn that for sure here. Or maybe this is where we learn it now that I come to think of it. But uh, Adeline tells Dick Joseph's mute, but it's it's Slade's fault. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joseph sort of gives him a wink and a smile, and everything's kind of cool. But the mutton chops, mm-hmm. that's all Joseph, man. He is looking yep. very 1979, you know, <laughs> Studio 54 in this one. Absolutely. So... Uh, now we learn the romantic story of Slade and Adeline Wilson, originally last name Kane. It was the early 1960s, before Vietnam and the killing of the Kennedy brothers, so sometime before November 1963 uh, is really when it had yeah. to have been. Captain Adeline Kane brings together the best of the best to Camp Washington for some advanced training. 
And really, they're trying to weed out these people to find the best of the best of the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, Major Slade Wilson, a Korean War veteran who lied about his age to get into the Army. 16 years old, was it? age of 16, which is sort of weird. It's like, all right, you shaved two years off his, you know, his current <laughs> age, but it doesn't make him any less an old fart. You know, give me a break. I mean, you know, what that means, so he's 16 in 1950, that mm-hmm. makes him, you know, uh, 56 in 1980. So by this time, theoretically, he's he's like almost 60. Anyway. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's fine. So uh, guess what? He wins the contest of champions uh, of this new group set up by Captain Kane. He's the best out of all of them. He makes the right choices. Other guys get caught up in snares and take the whole thing for granted. Um, but at the end, in the water, he still gets taken out by Captain Kane, beaten by a girl of all horrible things. Mm-hmm. Um, she offers to give Slade some special gorilla training, which is let me tell you, fellas, you know what that means. You know what I mean? Gorilla training. I don't have to Man tell in you. the hole. Hey, you don't have to tell you anymore. Uh, he graduates to colonel with honors thanks to her gorilla training, uh, and he's also banging her, so that's nice. Um, you know, it all works out nicely. Some people think there's nepotism going on. I think that. Probably Slade is, you know, kicks a lot of ass, frankly, as, as mm-hmm. we, we know about him. Uh, here we enter Major Wintergreen of the Royal British Army, who just is always hanging around the U.S. Army, like all the, you know what I mean? Even in, in later on, we learned that he was, uh, you know, taking POW at the Vietnam, and they kept him with the Americans, right? Yep. But yeah. at, at this point, what, why is he here anyway? Who cares? <laughs> He's, he's, he's an ally, that's fine. So uh, Slade and Adeline are married, and she has Grant while he fights the Vietnam War. Uh, then Slade volunteers for some chemical experiments, uh, thinking he's going to turn into Captain America. They're, they're like, so they inject some. Uh, Marv, even, Marv Wolfman even says what it is. I forget what he says. I, I don't remember if it was like the tech. I, was it Agent Orange? Was it some of something like no, that? No, it, it was Adreno Cordo. It, it, it seemed like it was something he must have read about Maybe. in like a uh, science journal, or medical magazine. I, I just I don't have it right in front of me. I'm on the uh, last issue, but uh, anyway, he actually uh, they experiment on his adrenal gland, and this makes him into the guy that we pretty much know as Super Slade. You know, with the super enhanced reflexes and super calculating mind. His whole and thing was that he could use like 100% of his brain or something, right? That, I think that was probably, yeah, yeah that's, that, that sounds familiar. Uh, but they, the results are unpredictable. Some, sometimes he lapses into a coma uh, from time and again, which, you know, probably was to get out of work, frankly. I usually sometimes that's do that. That's not a bad idea. During this time that he's in and out of co- going into comas, <laughs> uh, Adeline gives birth to Joseph. Hmm. Uh the guy that we know, the mute fellow, we just saw with buttered popcorn. Yes, <laughs> and uh, you know we, uh, we 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 mentioned earlier that Wintergreen was uh, he was captured by the Viet Cong, and uh, against orders, Slade saves him, and gets discharged from the military because of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> now Slade, he's uh, he's got nothing to do, and he's still a man's man. You know, he's still. Uh, He's still a, a one-man army. <laughs> he, he, cra- he craves the kill and the hunt. Like uh, I think Adeline said that he he was verging on suicidal. So he uh, to to get that out of him, he uh, he started uh, going on African safaris and became a big game hunter. And finds that he quite likes hunting. He likes the sport of it. Um, and you know, he, we, I think we see him on the cover of magazines or something. And I, was it magazines or just, was it just framed uh, photos or something? 
Uh, I don't know. Something like that. that. No, it was some fame. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's true. He's, he's, he's on the cover of Hunting Illustrated. Yes, yes. I, I mean, you know, and he becomes super wealthy. I mean, I, I guess theoretically selling a rare tiger pelt probably does fetch you quite yeah, a bit like of money. Yeah, like a rhinoceros just, horn or something, yeah. I just I just love the idea that like he's a big game hunter now he's like you know at the top of society you know? <laughs> yes, it's... it's like oh everybody come see let's see the great game hunter Slade Wilson like this isn't 1915 anymore it's not that he ain't Dr. Livingston I presume right? <laughs> yeah really <laughs> say Teddy Roosevelt out there but uh, anyway. now, uh terrorists break into his home and they kidnap Joseph now this is a uh, this is while he's out and uh and Adeline finds out that uh, that her husband is Deathstroke, the Terminator. That's right. They, uh, you know, they both go to retrieve Joseph, and you know, Slade, he's he's got this code. And uh, at this point, I don't think he's matured all the way yet. So he's kind of looking, he's weighing whether his son's safety is more important than his standing. Yeah. And he kind of he kind of lets his standing win, and uh, Joseph gets his throat slashed, not not enough to kill him. But enough to rob him of his beautiful singing voice, because uh, that's right. That's that's how he got mute. Yes, because during you know during the uh, the youth of the boys, Grant and Joseph, you had Grant who was following very much in Slade's footsteps, and you had Joseph who was the you know the artsy one. He liked painting. He liked playing the piano, and uh, you know he's gonna he'll continue doing that uh, later on. He'll be he'll have an art studio. Uh, but his, but his singing career is concluded. Yes, for now. <laughs> and uh, you know Adeline's had enough and uh, plans on killing Slade and unfortunately or fortunately his uh, rapid fire reflexes only uh, make it so she shoots his eye out yeah. So she also also she was using a Daisy air rifle, <laughs> as I remember. Right? Wasn't that what the problem was? Got it on Christmas but morning. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Wasn't that how? It worked? Yeah, she was dressed like a bunny for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this is how Slade became the Deathstroke that we know, the one-eyed, yeah. you know, killer. Um, the issue comes to a conclusion with Dick deciding that you know he can't just be, you know, Dick was you know Nightwing was Grayson before, <laughs> and it was then, and uh, yeah, and here he becomes he goes up to his room and he tries to figure out just what he's going to be and he looks to his mentors Batman and Superman, and remembers the story of uh, the heroes of Candor and he becomes Nightwing, yeah. complete with uh, you know the big collar and everything the the you know, the the one we think about with the uh, the 80s Nightwing costume. This is the original disco yes. disco Nightwing uh, they call it the big yeah big collar flashy it, uh, weird stuff. And on instead it. of him getting a full play, full page splash for this, <laughs> he shares it with Joseph, who is now revealed to be Jericho in his whatever the his weird gypsy bandit outfit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we also get the other uh, logos. We get the Nightwing logo that was that was used, uh, I think, in his Action Comics Weekly run. And uh, yeah. also Jericho's gets one too. And I think that one you see like on the cover of like Teen Titans Spotlight on. You know, Jericho he stares a lot, <laughs> but there's a there's a yeah. reason for that. Um, Dick is still not convinced. So uh, so they do a demonstration here where Jericho makes what they call contact. He looks him in the eye and he's able to take over his body. And then doesn't he punch himself out? 
That's right. He has him punch himself. His mother like forces like, him. Show him. We have no time. Make, make him, him punch, punch himself. himself. Stop hitting it's yourself. Like you would, Stop hitting yourself. You would think just the fact that your body's been taken over would be, would enough. be enough proof. You'd be like, wait a second. I'm not controlling my hand. You know, but no. Yeah. Make him punch himself in the you face. You need the exclamation point, and that's what it was. That yeah. was just to show that we could have done this at any time, and we waited until you had all the information to do it. So you can trust us, and that's it. Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna team up now, and let's uh, let's go rescue the Teen Titans. Yep. So here we are, finally, to the issue that we are actually talking about. <laughs> that this show is supposedly centered around uh, Tales of the Teen Titans Annual Number Three, Judas Contract Part Four Finale. July 1984, this came out, which is the same month as the last one. It was kind of nice that they were able to wrap it up in this, you know, probably you could, uh, you know, catch the ending in a nice big chunk if you were buying it off the stands at the time. So the Titans are captured by Hive, strapped to the Enervator. This is a uh, (laughs) machine coated with different prongs, and each prong traps the Titan in in the way necessary to that Titan. You know what I mean? Like... Uh, Corey's powers are being made inert, and uh, you know Raven is being kept unconscious. Um, they say about Raven that there's a power in her the Enervator finds impossible to absorb. They mean, of course, Trigon. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, this is we we have seen Hive before, but I just want to say I love Hive because they look like a bunch of druids. Yes. You know, they 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 look like a cult. They look like they're about to have a blood sacrifice. <laughs> But they're not. They're like international terrorists. They really believe in technology. You know, most of their most of their world plots deal with technological things, not with like bringing about you know ancient prophecies or whatever. Although they kind of you know, depending on on who handles them over the years, they sort of change their motives yeah. over time. But at this point, they look like druids, but they're acting like uh, you know the jackal international terrorists or something. <laughs> So Deathstroke, show, Deathstroke shows up, walking down some uh, beautiful sweeping stairs, and explains his motives to the Titans, and that Terra was a double agent. And a hallmark of the Titans throughout the whole thing, and throughout this whole issue, is they just will not believe nope. that Terra was evil. It's 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 endearing and at once frustrating, especially for especially since we have known so long yeah. that Terra is a double agent, and and like we've been carrying this, and they still won't admit it. And you want to be like idiots, you know? Like, Except for Cyborg. You know, Cyborg just goes, uh oh, everything just fell into place. Yeah, <laughs> he's the as, only as, one. Cyborg, because he's street and, smart. And, and, and later on, Raven obviously oh, she consent, she consents, she's known all along. But yeah, Cyborg knows. Like, wait a second, this is uh, something something funny is going on. Um, but anyway, we'll, we'll keep coming back to that as the issue yeah. goes on. They just will not believe that she's she's evil. And that Terra even shows up and admits <laughs> it to everyone's face. Like, she's smoking a cigarette, for God's sake. Like, if you needed any more proof that someone was evil, she's smoking a cigarette. And Gar just, like, won't believe it. No, you must be mind-controlled. Like, what, what more do you need out of life? You know what I mean? Like, literally, she's on the witness stand giving herself up. <laughs> Uh, outside of the uh, hive complex, which looks like a big golden dome nestled in a snowy valley, seems sort of weirdly conspicuous, but that's okay, I guess. Sure. Uh, Nightwing and Jericho are trying to sneak in. Uh, Jericho, uh, they both, there are a couple of guards outside, they knock them out. Jericho shows what he can do by establishing his contact and taking over a guy's body like lickety split. You know, one of the, one of the worries was how long will it take to. Uh, do his power, and he's able to do make it real fast. He punches the other guy. He punches himself, uh, knocking him. Or, or, or no, Dick comes over yeah. and punches the other guy. That's right. 
But I, even even during this time, uh, Dick still won't believe that Terra's gone rogue. He still is <laughs> like, I have. We have to see. We have to see what's going on. Like, win her over. <laughs> yeah, this must be must be some sort of a mistake here. Uh, this sort of I I put this scene before the next for narrative reasons, but this actually happens after the next scene. But essentially, uh, Dick grabs a some hive robes, and Jericho takes over the unconscious form of one of the guys. And uh, now Jericho can speak through the unconscious guy's larynx, I guess, and voice box. But when he does, he sounds like that guy. It basically sounds like Ben Grimm. Again, another guy from the Lower East Side. Uh, they must do some recruiting down on uh, Delancey Street or something. Uh, but it's nice to see a guy like that make good, yeah. you know what I mean? A kid, a guy from New Just York, from you know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Now, now he's with an international evil terrorist organization. That's, you know, that's. I never thought he'd go so far. Jericho explains at this time. This doesn't really come up in this issue, but it comes up in the future Teen Titans that you'll always know that whether he's inhabiting a body if he makes the uh, sign language J. Yeah. That means that he's actually Jericho. But anyway, so this. Uh, then we go to the next amazing scene. Yeah, because uh, you know they're trying to find out. Slade wants his money. <laughs> He wants the contract. He wants it closed. He wants the cash. And they say, well, you're not getting it because we don't have Robin. We don't have uh, you know, Dick Grayson. And so he calls Slade. I mean, he calls, I'm sorry, he calls Wintergreen, his buddy. And, uh, and, and he's, still on the, he's still on the hunt for Dick. And uh, Wintergreen is uh, kind of reserved when they call each other. And he says, everything's good, but uh, we haven't found him yet. And uh, when they hang up, you find out that Adeline has Wintergreen at gunpoint. Whoa. Yes, and uh, I, this is such a—it's so great. This whole thing is great. <laughs> yeah. He, he even says he's like, he's like, we've known each other a long time. You can put the gun down, and she does. She's yeah, like, there's a lot of respect yeah, here. She's you like, know what I mean? Okay. Uh, yeah, she's like, I, I just wanted I, to make sure you weren't going to rat me out to Slade, but now and, we're good. And as he's going to say, even Wintergreen says he can tell that Slade's gone too far now. You know, he stood by him. Mm-hmm. Far longer than most people would have, uh, but at this point, you know, he's corrupting or he's using a 60-year-old girl, and he's, you know, kidnapping the Titans. Yep. It's, uh, I think, I think Wintergreen knows that the jig is up. Although, as we learn yes. much later, it really isn't. Yes. But that's like, and Wintergreen even says that Slade himself says that this is going to be the end of him. This this contract is going to push him over the edge. Yeah. Um, we we're going to learn a little bit about Wintergreen now. Uh, like we said, Slade saved his life in a VO in a POW camp, but that was not the first time they met. Uh, they the first time they met, it was actually Slade getting rescued, and uh, by by Wintergreen. And uh, see, Slade. Uh, he, he rescued Slade after he followed some bad orders because uh, I guess Wintergreen was uh, he was targeted by the upper offices, and uh, he was sent on a suicide mission. And well, that yeah, that was at first Slade was sent out by a a green uh, sergeant named Samson. I think Samson it was, was yep, that his name. Yep. And uh, you know, you know, Wintergreen went against orders and rescued him from the battlefield. Yep. Slade was was like bombed out, and then that same. Sergeant again put Wintergreen on a suicide yeah. mission in like out of revenge, out of spite. So you know, it's kind of shitty things happening in the army, but it probably is not too far from. The <laughs> Who knows? And then uh, <laughs> while at the POW camp, Slade shows up, but he he's dressed as a, you know, he's dressed as a different kind of Deathstroke. You can still sell the Deathstroke. <laughs> I like to note here, he looks like a Mayan circus clown. And, I mean, he looks ridiculous. Yeah. It's like, what what is this? You know, <laughs> it's like a. I understand a little bit of shock and awe, but it's like a little, little. Where did he, where did he get that? 
like super bright tunic <laughs> from, you know? It's like you're in the middle of Vietnamese jungle. <laughs> every you're time like I a, picture you're it. just like a wrestler or something. Every time I picture it, there's like feathers on it. <laughs> I don't know if they're yeah, yeah, I mean, or not, but... <laughs> it's, like, it's like something the Ultimate Warrior would have worn in the 90s, you know? Like, what is this? <laughs> and, uh, and, and ever since, Layden with the Green have been best friends. Now, uh, Jericho and Nightwing, they uh, they step into the Hive uh, meeting, and they see the Titans restrained on that, uh, what was that machine there? <laughs> the the Neverator, the, the ener- Enervator, the, the Enervator. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, this is an important component for a thing they're trying to under- undertake called Operation Waterworks. <laughs> Which I think I landed on at Mon Monopoly one time. <laughs> oh yeah, you I hope you had a hotel <laughs> yes, on it. Had, quite a bit. I had two hotels and a house, and uh, <laughs> it might be a water park though. I mean, they are up yeah. in the snow. I mean, that might be interesting. Um, <laughs> get, get some tourism going. <laughs> and uh, Jericho's host body, the body that he's inhabited, starts to wake up at this point. All right, so the jig is up now, and Nightwing and Jericho unleash on the crowd. Uh, Jericho's just sort of zapping into people left and right. Takes out a guy with a gun. Takes out a guy over there you know people are like whoa someone's controlling my body what's going on <laughs> dick's just punching you know, you know that's what he's that's what he's good about sure. uh eventually after a bunch or after pretty protracted but pretty well drawn uh scenes of fighting they blast through a wall to meet slade face to face plus i guess just to keep going on to rescue the princess you know what i mean they kind of have to move along in this thing i yes. love the panel here too there's a there's a great sound effect it's Skurblamo! It's like uh, you know, it really brings you back. That sometimes the <laughs> the sound effects could be the you know fifth character of the story or something like that. Um, they bump into Terra on the way. She's smoking a cigarette, of course, like a, yes. the bad girl that she is, and she just knocks them both out with a uh, rock tornado. Sort of after talking a lot of trash. Uh, yep. Then Deathstroke is. I guess he seems like he's in a bedroom somewhere. Does he live? Does he have like a room at Hive? It's really kind of strange. He's got a standing suite. Yeah. I guess so. You know, when he's in town, he can, uh, you know, stay over. Uh, he's still looking at his uh, his mask wistfully, thinking about how he kind of wants to quit the racket, might move to Southeast Asia. Those are good times, you know. It was nice. Then uh, there's, there's a secretary over the PA says, uh, you know, Deathstroke, Deathstroke, would you please come to the main room, Deathstroke? And uh, he has to take off. He... he uh, the guy from Hive shows off that they've captured Nightwing, that, you know, he, uh, Terra knocked him out, and they've got him strapped to a couple of things being wheeled over. He calls it now the Wheel of Power. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it changed names. It's sort of like the Wheel of Fortune, but it's like... So the, you can copyright it. I guess so, yeah. It's, 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 a, it's Frankly, it's a lot better name than the Enervator. If you ask me, I think you should stay with the Wheel of Power. But Yeah, it's like, hey, what, what, what do you do when you enervate something? <laughs> it doesn't, that word doesn't really make any sense. It is, is it like you can an, get arrested for is that. Is there an elevating aspect to it? We, <laughs> we, we'll, we'll never really find out. Uh, they wheel out Nick when Nightwing, he's sort of strapped to a thing, obviously ready just to plug and play, right on the right on the innovator, you know, it's been very well designed. Uh, everyone's shocked, Corey is like, you know, she calls out to Zal, uh, and says, uh, says his real name, actually, doesn't she? She yeah. says Dick, yeah, yeah. She, it's like, oh, good job, asshole. But I guess she doesn't know that he's Nightwing, in a way, like, he's. this is the first time everyone's seeing his yeah. costume, so maybe she didn't know what to call him. A little uh, bit of gog. And, and and Hive tells Deathstroke and Terra, okay, you can leave now, you know. Beat uh, it. Th- thanks for all your help. Get, you can leave. And Deathstroke's like, I want I want the money you were going to give my son, you know, for the for the contract. And they tell him, and I remember this too, from that, that the payment was for the powers they gave him that eventually were his undoing. Yep. Uh, and, and what's cool, Slade is cool with that. He's like, ah, well, he doesn't really need yep. the money, you know what I mean? He was just sort of like... 
trying just to fulfill the contract on both ends. Uh, and they, again, the guys from Hive are like, okay, have a nice day. Thank you. Come again. You know, we, <laughs> we, our business is concluded now. Please, yeah. please be going now. And, uh, yeah. And all would be well and good, except, uh, they wheel out the other Titan, maybe. That's Joseph. right. The Titan to be. Yeah. And Deathstroke is stunned. And, uh. Tara makes the connection right away. She's like, hey, that's the kid in the picture you always swoon over. That's right. Deathstroke looks at him with his one eye, and uh, it's contact time. Yep. <laughs> Jericho pops into Deathstroke's body and uh, starts knocks Tara aside and frees the Titans with a blast from his little boomstick. And uh, it's on. Titans together, Avengers Assemble, all that stuff. Yep. Um, now, Tara, she thinks that Slade has betrayed her. You know, I don't know. It's... <laughs> That's, after all this, it's like, hey, wait a minute. Uh, you know, it's like you're mad that he betrayed you, and you've been playing, you know, the Both sides. this whole time, you asshole. <laughs> like, what an asshole. And this is the interesting part. She shows that she she acts like she's hurt emotionally. Yeah. She actually says, "I loved him." It's like, yeah, what are you, what are you was, talking about? He was good. He was good to me. He loved me. It's like, huh? It's, it really is a strange choice here. You know, I really wonder it what is. the full uh, breadth of it, it, it implies. But, yeah, it's, she's, sure, she's, she's sure. genuinely hurt here. Yeah, and she starts, she starts fighting Deathstroke. And and he's he's telling her, because I guess Jericho didn't take over his vocal cords. He's saying, well, no, you hey, got you to be vocal. unconscious. Oh, is that remember? so? Yeah. So, okay, because so I don't remember him taking over very many people's vocal cords. He didn't use it a lot. No, it's a, yeah. it didn't really come up too much. But, yeah, I guess if they were unconscious, he could take over he could them. Do it. But he would have their voice. Okay, but when he's awake, when he's awake, he he could just do the body. Yeah. Because when he did that the first time, I'm like, he could do that. It's like I've read this a million times. I didn't remember that he could do that. <laughs> uh, no, uh, he's the, the, you know, Deathstroke is pleading with her. Hey, I'm I'm not doing this on my own, and. Uh, you have Starfire who's there. Doesn't understand a thing. <laughs> the whole time she's like, "Why is Terra bad? What's going? What? Why? Who are we fighting? Yeah, well, is Hive? Is Hive? What are they doing? Why does Dick have a new costume? She's so confused. It's hilarious. <laughs> who's that curly haired? What? <laughs> yeah, who's the new guy? What's happening around here? <laughs> and uh, you know, in the battle here, uh, Slade gets knocked into a chasm that uh, he's only being held up by that boomstick he carries around. It's yep. it's kind of bridging the gap and he's holding on to it and uh, Jericho he, he evacuates the body and he lets Slade he, he helps Slade out and uh, now you know Terra the, the, she, the evidence is there that Slade was not acting of his own will and she's like screw it I'm going to kill you anyway yeah I don't care <laughs> if you, that can even happen you know it's like yes. what the hell's wrong with you lady <laughs> and uh, Changeling you know our 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 puppy love uh, young man here. Yeah. He, uh, he takes this as thinking, oh, she's finally come around. She's one of us now. Crazy. It's like, dude, like, what? What, what is wrong with you? <laughs> some, you know, some, what is that? What is that thing they say when people are given the evidence of something they, uh, something contrary to what they believe? It only emboldens their. So, sometimes their it seems that way. Yeah. It's like it's like yeah, it reinforces his his disbelief that she yes. can be evil despite <laughs> massively overwhelming. You know what I mean? Evidence to the contrary, but uh, I guess that's just. The kind of uh, you know good-natured fella he is. He is. He wants to see the best, especially in the in the cute little blonde here. Um, we have a couple of quotes here. Terry 
because you stupid moron. I've never been with you. I've hated you. <laughs> and he's a hateable guy, so I understand. Oh, um, poor Logan. Oh, no. He's he's a good guy. He's a good guy. <laughs> and she she continues. Uh, Want to know why I hate you? You try and make everyone love you, where they should, but they should fear us, Logan. They should fear and hate us. And it, <laughs> they didn't want to be the X Men. Wow. Uh, Logan comes back with Terra. Don't say that. We've been friends for almost a year. We've been teammates. And Terra, <laughs> creep, we've been nothing. It's <laughs> an act. It's like I got to tattoo this on you. It's every part of it, especially the kiss. Especially that kiss, Logan. That was the biggest act of all. It made me want to gag kissing you, Logan. Do you like knowing that, Logan? It's like, wow, that almost takes me back to being in junior high again, you know? Yeah. And just like the the pain, the heart-wrenching pain of being told off like that. It's it's like visceral. It's, <laughs> oh, it's... And then she, she, you know, she loses she loses it. She completely freaks out. She she doesn't know which way is up. She just starts... The, the whole building is full of rock. Yeah. And uh, she winds up under it. That's and it, she... Yeah. She dies. She passes away. Uh, they find her body, and yeah, you know, we fade out with Logan holding her body, or right. at least sitting next to it. Yeah. Um, we have ourselves a little bit of an epilogue, where Terra is. She's buried with a with a lot of heroes in attendance. It's uh, the outside is the Titans. Batman is there. Yep. Um, her brother Geoforce is there, and uh, they uh, the Titans they don't want to tell her brother. That she died a villain. That's right. Yeah. So they kind of play up this act. They go, oh, she died in battle with the Terminator. She was acting heroically, and, and it was just a, you know, one of those things. Yeah, he, he says a few words uh, about not very, having very known shallow. her very well. Yeah. Sort of shallow, but yeah, he says that he, he loved her as, as because she was his sister. Yeah, they had the same father, right? So yeah. Yes. That's right. Different mothers. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they, they, they actually have a headstone for her that calls her a Teen Titan, and I guess she was technically. Yeah, but, she, but she had her while she up. was a Teen Titan, she was a double agent. I mean, you know what I mean? Like that's like that's like you know having like a secret spy as like your employee of the month in the CIA. Be like, well, you know, he worked for the KGB, but he did a great job while he was here. There you go. He, he was the, the trains always ran on time. It's good. Yeah. Uh, and you know, we we find everything gets wrapped up with uh, Jericho shedding a tear from afar. Yeah. And. Uh, his mother says he'll do fine with them. And so, he will. And he will. He does. He joins up with the Titans after this and becomes a pretty important character, as I remember. Right around now is sort of when I started paying a little bit of attention to it. Uh, and I remember him looming. And I remember thinking he looked real funny with his buttery popcorn hair. <laughs> and mutton chops is out of place with weird chops. mutton chops. It was just like, <laughs> well, this doesn't seem like the kind of guy that would have those, but okay. Thinking about Terry here, we have some quotes from the creators. We got uh, George Perez. He goes... From the very start, this girl was going to be a traitor, and we were going to kill this character off. So they knew from the start that she's she's a goner. Yeah. She's going to be bad. They played a long con here, folks. But they, they should. They, they had didn't. their ideas already. I, I kind of wish I was old enough to fall for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I wanted her to be cute, but not beautiful. She looked like a young girl. I gave her sub- a substantial overbite. Her eyes were wide. Her body was slim. She wasn't particularly busty. I wanted her to look almost elven. So that when you see her for the first time wearing full makeup and dressed in a provocative outfit, where you where you know she's just been in bed with Deathstroke, that's that does jab at you a bit. Whoa, good God, this little girl's a slut. Whoa, all right. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> that's all Perez. Yeah. <laughs> he also says, uh, I deliberately used all the things to make her as likable and cute as possible. 
so people would never believe we were going to kill a 16-year-old. And she was a 16-year-old sociopath. She was one of our cleverest gimmicks. We deliberately created her in order to lead everyone astray. Yeah. Marv Wolfman goes on to say, George and I knew exactly where it was going. She was set up specifically to make the readers think that we were doing a Kitty Pride story. Uh, that's from the X-Men. Uh, and suddenly switch it on them when it was revealed she was a traitor. Uh, he goes on to say, The only mistake I think I made with him ha- is having Deathstroke have a physical relationship with the 16-year-old Tara Markov. That was wrong. George and I wanted a Titan to betray the others. We also wanted to play against every reader conception of who characters are. George and I knew her whole story before we began and knew she would die. We set the story up with her trying to destroy the Statue of Liberty to show she was a bad girl, but we knew if George drew her as a cute kid, everyone would simply assume she would be turned from the dark side because that's the way it was always done, which is why that wouldn't be the way we did it. Tara was insane and stayed that way right until the moment she died. I, like, like I've said a few times here, I've read this a ton of times, and every time I read it, I think she's going to come around. Yeah, I mean, that's the formula. You know what I mean? That's that's what would typically yep. happen. You know, we start as a villain, but you, you get won over by the goodness. Uh, in a lettuce column a couple issues later, he says, uh, this is Marv Wolfman still, he says, to the literally hundreds of you who begged us to bring her back, we can't. This death is not reversible. To those of you who understood her death, or at least accepted it, thank you for your comments. A little over two years ago, George and I worked out the full terror storyline, including the finale. We'd been working towards that story all the time, trying to make certain that we didn't, in the meantime, fall so in love with our character that we decided to reverse her ultimate fate. It was hard, almost impossible, not to care for Terra, even though we knew how evil she was. Sometimes, just sometimes, mind you, certain characters take on a life and existence of their own despite anything you do. Terra was one of those characters. But of course, she was also a comic book character, which means that there was no possible way they would ever let her die, ever. <laughs> no matter what. And we did revisit Terra a few times, and we're going to talk about some of those right now. Terra number two was a young Stratton girl with the original Terra's DNA. She came back in time with the rest of the Team Titans, uh, yes. T E A M. That's one of Chris's favorite runs. Oh, I love it. As you can tell from his uh, snucking and snorting over there. Uh, that was uh, New Titans 79, uh, 1991. Uh, that, that Terra proved herself as a hero, sort of, I guess, uh, you know, helped yeah, she the was name. Afraid that, yeah. yeah, she was afraid that she was going to go down the same path. That she was going to have the same genetic craziness, but she ended yeah. up being a hero. Uh, she was killed in 2007's World War Three. Hell is for Heroes when the Black Adam punched her in the gut. Through oh, the gut. We love right through the gut. Just busted it. <laughs> busted right through. You know, from the front to the back. We love those 21st century comics, folks. <laughs> Nothing we like to see more than a girl punched through her stomach. Yeah, Terra, you can see the fist on the other end. Terra number three was another Stratton girl. Strata is an underworld, by the way, in DC. It's sort of a. Uh, I don't know what to call it, a, a, a different underworld society of different creatures and humanoids. Where the Mole Man would live, I guess. Sort of. Where Marvel's <laughs> Mole Man would live, we have a whole like, different culture down there in D.C. Uh, she was called Atli, and she was destined to be its protector. Her first appearance was Supergirl number 12, 2007, and she showed up in the recent Stargirl series by Palmiotti and Connor. Uh, sort of tacked on there, we'll see why. You know, Palmiotti and Connery brought her back again because they did write for her uh, earlier. And Terror number four was in Ravagers number one, July 2012, New 52. 
She was again Tara Markov, but we are never going to talk about that again because who never, gives a ever. shit? <laughs> Not me. Nope. Uh, we got some retcons here. Uh, the Terra miniseries that you mentioned that uh, was uh, Palmiani, Palmiati, uh, Gray, and Kana uh, deal. It was in 2008. Yeah. Now, they... Uh, they tried to claim that the original Terra was driven insane by exposure to something called Quixium, which is the same substance that granted her the, her you know her Earth powers basically. Um, another one, just uh, the same year. In, I mean, uh, I mean wait, hold on, that's I mean that's a big retcon because in the oh, originally she's a mutant, so she's born right with these powers. Is I the don't idea. recall that they that they actually said. Actually, you know, I think they, they do said, use the word mutant. I, I noticed that. That's uh, Jericho. Jericho's a mutant. Oh, okay. That's what I meant. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, Jericho's a mutant, but uh, I don't remember. And I know I just read the issue where they explained it. How, how did <laughs> but, Geo, how does Geoforce get his powers? He was put in a machine. Huh. In uh, in Markovia. That was All in right. Batman the Outside is number one. All right. Um, the same year, we have another retcon in uh, DC Universe Last Will and Testament by Brad Meltzer. And I guess Brad Meltzer. They can't say no to him, so he can do whatever he wants. Uh, we can't look at the Dibneys the same because of him. Um, now, Deathstroke, this, oh, I hate this. God, I hate this. Deathstroke claims that he gave Tara a serum that caused her insanity. It's the yeah. same serum that was given to uh, Cassandra Kane, who was Batgirl for a while. I think she's orphan now. Yeah, Is that... they, they changed her. She's orphan. Yeah, and also Rose Wilson, who was the second Ravager. Another, it was Deathstroke's daughter, basically. I hate that. It changes the entire everything. nature of the It changes everything, you know? So, I mean, essentially it means that Deathstroke not only doped her up to make her insane, but also then kept her around, you know, yeah. tr- traded physical, you know, f- favors for her loyalty. For her goods it, and services, yeah. It, it, it turns them into much more of a pure villain instead of uh, what Marvel... More complex. Yeah, much more complex and much more business-minded. You know, he was about getting yeah. the job done. You know, he even seemed somewhat conflicted about using Terra. He did. In, in the not... Teen Titans run, but, you know, he was still going to do whatever he had to to get the job done. He was a means done. to an end. Yeah, he, yeah. Wasn't, uh, he wasn't shy. He didn't stop. <laughs> but, yeah, but both of the, both these take they take the complete wind out of the Judas contract. They do, I yeah. mean, yeah, I heard someone else say that, you know, sometimes someone is just no good. And that's Terra. She's a bad person. Mm-hmm. And now we find out, oh, no, mind control. She was really, she was cool. It was a mind control. As she says that herself, you know, when Gar Logan's like, you know, saying, you know. you Yeah, you're being controlled. Being controlled. She's like, no, nope. I don't need a reason. I'm just <laughs> nope. bad. I'm mad. You know what I mean? I, yep. I hate the world. That's it. I'm not a good person. Yeah. Uh, now, the, the Quixium explanation is dumped pretty quick for uh, Brad Meltzer's version because he's Brad Meltzer. <laughs> and, uh yeah, and this not only ruins the uh, the I don't I don't want to say ruins, but ruins the Judas contract. It also really hurts that uh, that issue that I like so much in in number fifty five, because Deathstroke says you know she she was crazy. Yeah, she she was so she was so crazy that she scared him. I mean, there's a scene where the two of them spar to make sure that neither of them are going soft. Terra beats the Terminator without even moving. Yeah, I know. She's able to like yeah. swallow him up in Earth, she, basically. Yeah, you know? she's there. She's there smoking a cigarette. And and, he, and he, he says many times, you know, that she's unpredictable. He does, you know, doesn't really trust her that much. She's the confounding variable in the entire thing. Yeah, so they really screwed that up. And you know, the, I haven't read the brand new Deathstroke, uh, Jim Me either. Yeah, Jim Werner on the main podcast has read it, and I believe he's actually talking about it uh, this episode. I, be- How I believe. How about that? 
Um, he said it was weird, which is not necessarily bad, as we know, in mm. comics. So I, uh, I reserve everything. But Deathstroke's a character, you know, there's been good instances and bad instances of him since this time. But to me, uh, this Deathstroke was put to bed during this run, you know, yeah. and uh, never really... I don't need to really think it's the same guy, but maybe you feel differently. Uh, maybe you are a huge modern Deathstroke supporter and you want to tell me where to stick it. Or you want to <laughs> tell us, uh, you know, what we got wrong. Or you want to give us a suggestion for yes. a future issue to read on the Cosmic Treadmill. You should email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, I'm at Reggie Reggie. I'm at Ace Comics. And you definitely, this is the week you have to go to Chris's on infiniteearth.blogspot.com because he did review all of these comics we've talked about this, not all of them, all, all of the ones in the Judas contract. I, I uh, did all the lead up to it. I moved oh, you into did. Titan's Tower this week. Wow, you, 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 went, to, you went to work. So if you really <laughs> want to uh, do the extra credit assignment on this, you got to go to his blog, read it. I, is Monday going to be the uh, part four? Is that when you're dropping it? Is. It is. Yep. So part four will be the conclusion. You can read along as you listen to this, and you'll be done with the comic way before you're done with this segment. So you just keep listening, keep reading. <laughs> Go back to the beginning, keep reading until you're done. Yes. <laughs> uh, and uh, I think that'll do it for this week. You got anything else for him, Chris? Um, just they uh, they announced in uh, San Diego that they're going to be doing an animated version of this. Uh, That's right. I don't have a whole lot of faith in it, but who knows? <laughs> It'll be interesting. I believe I believe Bruce Tim is producing it, which usually is somewhat good sign, but it's not always. You know, he's we gotta we gotta we gotta send him some messages telling him that Deathstroke did not make her crazy. Yeah, please don't <laughs> do not do that. Oh God, I'd hate I'd hate to see that become part of yeah. like animated canon. The, the lexicon, yeah. That's not how they did it in the rather cartoon, right? That's not no. She was just. I, I don't remember. How I don't. I don't believe it was. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, well, you know, if there's anything interesting to say about that when the movie, when the animated movie comes out, we will say it. But otherwise, sure. we're going to leave you with that and tell you to stay on the treadmill cosmically. Right, and that's the cosmic treadmill. Oh, happy so, birthday, Reggie! Not many people have uh, been on the treadmill that long, Eric. <laughs> they go twenty minutes, they're off. That, that treadmill—that's a, a hell of a you gotta, ride. You got to build up a good sweat on that treadmill. Yes, uh, cosmic treadmill. What book is that usually in? Flash. You're right, and that's what's next. That is transition. <laughs> I could not think of it for a second. I'm like, oh Wait, my god! Right, <laughs> this is the Flash number four. Written by Joshua Williamson, art by Neil Gouge, Ivan Placenta, and Steve Wands. It's the Gouge on art, and I wish that I could say that with a smile on my heart, but I did not actually enjoy his art. That I could say it with a smile, even with the freaking... I don't yeah, know. The Gouge? You, you don't call somebody the Gouge, and then you put him down. The Gouge sounds like a guy in a leather jacket who is going to stab me. Actually, he's going to pull out a knife, and it's going to be one of those fucking uh, those combs. He's going to comb his hair with it, and then he's going to punch Yeah, switchblade comb. And then he's going to punch me in the face. He's not going to hit a, a fucking jukebox and play a song. He's going to hit my face, and the only thing coming out of that is shit out of my ass. I don't know. A guy, guy called the fucking... Gouge could also be somebody who sucks himself off and actually finishes. 
No. Yeah. Oh man, he goozed all over his Goosh. face. Yeah, he's a finisher. They yeah, the goose. Nobody wants to. Oh, goose! Why'd you do it, goose? You're always doing you it. You always do it. That's why you're the goose. There was a guy who I grew up with whose <laughs> nickname was Googs, but that was because his name was Googly and Dolo. His uh. Well, this guy could because he's called the Goosh or whatever his yeah. name is. I don't even remember anymore. I think anymore. the Goosh would be the same where five years after he graduated, he'd still hang out at the places where the the high school kids are. Of course. And nobody would talk to him. Nobody would Maybe talk to him. Maybe rev his car Goosh. real high. You know, you know like, where he hung out? Where? No, he, he didn't even go and he would walk. And he would go. He wasn't even using like the, the couple things that he could use to impress people. Oh, this he is actually the Goog? At, yeah. He would, he would hang out at Pizza Ronda. At the pizza place, and he would always order a slice and a Coke. That's what he would always go, and you'd hear him. He'd go, hey, I'll have a slice and a Coke. And the big joke was they ended up making a special, the Googs special. <laughs> and it was such a joke, he thought it was such an honor. He thought it was uh, an honor. Everybody was laughing at that motherfucker. That's like Dirty Fergie or the Domino's at the other end of that strip mall. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. There's the guy who delivers pizza uh at the dominoes and his nickname in school was dirty fergie he actually uh graduated with me and one time we ordered pizza from dominoes for delivery and dirty fergie ended up bringing it up to the thing and tanya would not let me answer the door and we didn't get the pizza because it was dirty fergie and i said it was only because of a nickname had yeah. nothing else to do now you know, of course the you, best you part get that is, nickname for a reason the best part is when did you graduate i graduated in 87 I graduated in 2001, and when we talked about it, I told you the nickname, and you knew. Yeah. I'll tell you, this yeah. is it was this is kept going. Time. Yeah, to his everyone. nickname was Dirty Fergie from when I was in eighth grade. I met the guy in 2001. Actually, I probably knew him off from being going to Domino's, but there was Dirty Fergie over there. Everybody yep. knew that. Yeah, he showed up. Tanya went to the, go to the door, saw it was him, and said, oh, no, I'm not getting pizza from him. Now, I'll give him credit. He has maintained his dirty look, Eric. He's like pig pen. Uh, the fucking what the? She wouldn't get it. And and now, for years, what? we did not order from Domino's, which is it's ridiculous that we're even getting Domino's in, in a town that has ten actual pizza Agreed. places. My, we get my family loves Domino's for some reason. Don't even get me started on Domino's fucking Philly cheesesteak pizza. I'll now tell me, go. Jim. Yeah. If that burn victim who was delivering pizzas came to the door, would she eat it? Honestly, no. Okay. No. And uh, Logan would be even worse. Logan. You're damn right. And how fucked up is that that they'd hire a burn victim to be a delivery driver yeah. and come to Eric Shea's house? Thank God he Here's sent Jess upstairs with to get that, it. Though. It's so funny because, like, Dirty Fergie, he is the delivery guy. He is never touching the pizza. If no. any delivery guy <laughs> has touched any of the pizzas I order, I wouldn't want it. Let, it doesn't matter if the uh, guy shows actually, up. Actually, a lot of them cut the nose. pizza. What's that? A lot of them will cut, like, pull it out. I don't know about Domino's anymore because I've actually seen uh, when I have to go pick up my family's pizza, yeah. and there's usually just one guy in the store anymore, and I've seen that guy cutting the pizzas all the time. The delivery guys pretty much just stand outside, and then okay. they come when it's filled. Yeah, I I don't know how things went. That's how it used to be. Yeah, Yeah, no, it doesn't even seem like they even get in. No, no, Pizza Hut was different. I used to hang out when I worked at the theater there. Domino's was right next door. So I used to hang out at Domino's a lot and just watch them, what what they did. Because a lot of my friends worked there, too. Yeah. Yeah, I just, maybe that was because you're 
That may uh, no, because you're saying you'd hang out all the time. Because at that one point, that pizza place had that like all you can eat pizza night. Maybe it was just like fucking Jesus. Yeah, that was a theater. Yeah, we have to make seven trillion pizzas. Somebody else has to start cutting them. Uh, there's this one guy there that I see. I just every time I go into that that Domino's, it irritates me that my family likes that better than a pizzeria pizza. It, really, <laughs> it, it drives me nuts. And they're always like, oh, we have a, San- a, a fucking coupon. Or whatever. Well, you said, Jess was the same way. It would drive me nuts, but then I turned her on to Frank's, and she yeah. got it so often now. And was my favorite pie was a pepperoni, I mean, a pineapple like and chicken. Anymore. I don't like it. When she says, you want to get pizza? I'm like, you know, let's get a deep dish pizza hut. Yeah. That yeah. sounds great to me compared but to at least the here's amount of the thing. I will give you credit that at least you're getting a deep dish pizza where there isn't really a – alternative of that sort of pizza in our town so at least you're getting that it's not like you're like yeah i'm getting a pepperoni pizza i'm telling you domino's i'd rather just get a frozen pizza at aldi yeah in two bucks tombstone go to town all all that is is then is just it's just there to fill me up i'm not enjoying it they the other day i went home for lunch where they had ordered pizza and like oh we got uh a goddamn hawaiian pizza i'm like i i like the hawaiian now and again. it's fucking nonsense they put a bunch of crazy shit on it fucking logan was pissed because he yeah made up the claim that uh there's such thing as uh mushroom juice <laughs> that there he doesn't is. like a, he does not like a pizza with mushrooms because it gets the mus- mushroom juice on it. No, no, I agree. Mushrooms are fucking gross. It's weird, though. You're, uh, usually adults tend to start liking mushrooms. That's yep. an adult flavor. Logan, though, today we went and got hidros. Hidros. Oh, gyros. Okay. Yeah, I had no idea what gyros. the fuck you're talking about. And um, we got them at the Q-Mart where we go. Yeah. And we're there, and the last time we went, they they appeared to have lowered the uh, the amount that you get. The the actual gyro is is smaller. So the last time we went, Logan really could only eat a half. Um, so when we were going, it was me, him, and Rafe, and we figured they they said they were going to split one. So when we got it, it was like, boy, this is a lot smaller. So they split it. At the end, Logan was still a little hungry. Yeah. I was eating the, the gyro and knew that within five minutes, I'm going to get awful diarrhea. So I don't mind sharing and not the diarrhea, the gyro. I don't know so why I, you eat food at all. I just like it. And I say to I say to <laughs> Everything uh, Logan, gives you awful diarrhea. So here's the best. I say to Logan, well, you can have a bite of mine. And he's looking at it and he goes, no, I'm not that hungry. And he just had told me he's hungry. I'm like, you son of a bitch. I said, you don't want to eat it because I've bitten, uh, you know, I've bitten into it. I'm your father. God damn it. Dad. <laughs> so I say to him, well, you can have the other side then that I haven't bitten into it. Well, I'm like, you don't want that because my hand was on it. You <laughs> son of a bitch. Yeah. And, Daddy, and he's like, you're kind of gross. Yeah, he's like, if you split that in half, I'm like, no, you're, you're done. You're not getting one. So then we were leaving, and then they, him and Rafe wanted fucking JoJo's, right. the freaking potatoes at the one. No, I'm mad. We're going home. We went and got freaking gas and sodas. Take that. Take that, kids. But I want gas some JoJo's now. I don't – the JoJo's are not my thing. They're just fucking, you know, delicious. I get with fucking spices. I did look up, though. As we're eating the gyro, they're like, what's the sauce? And I can never I can never pronounce the sauce. That's what the gyros – and I'm looking, I'm like, oh, I know it has cucumber in it. I don't know exactly what else. And I look, second ingredient, almost everybody who makes it, garlic. I'm like, yeah, now I see why I get diarrhea. <laughs> I'm sure that the lamb has garlic as well. 
And that is a straight ticket to me going to the bathroom all afternoon. That's how I prepared for the podcast. Just pooping Good up. times. Gyros. Had the laptop on your freaking lap there, like a laptop should be, I guess. Yeah. sounds. Yeah. No, I actually, yeah. Really, no. The sounds I'd gotten, I was just reading the comics on the can, trying <laughs> to catch up. That's all. You see what happens when we get the googe. The googe. the googe messes up the art in the book and sends us on a tangent that ends up in a diarrhea story, as always. I don't, I'm don't. i too tired to even hit the fucking nonsense horn because people want nonsense. They're going to get my nonsense, Eric. They're going to do it on my terms, not on my watch, buddy. Get off my plane. No ticket. Pretty cool cover couple... to the Flash, though. What's that? Pretty cool cover to the Flash. Yeah, I think the cover was done by uh, Giamana Kunikani, who usually does the art, I believe. Giamana Kunikani. Yeah, yeah, you know him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he hangs out down at the uh, fucking bowling alley. Five and dime. Yeah, the bowling alley. He's always at the bowling alley. I always go in there, and he's always trying to push me in the split and fries with him. I'm like, listen, buddy, when I go to the bowling alley, I'm going to eat my own goddamn fries. And he gets mad and leaves. And uh, then who, I get. Who's that? That is Giamana Kunikani. All right, you said it right. Okay, I thought you were Hey, Giamana what what the (laughs) hell are you doing? And he's like, hey, you pussy, you get the pink ball anyway. I'm like, yeah, you're right. The 12-pound pink ball, Eric. (laughs) Yes, that is the story. The end. I am so fucking tired. There are a couple things I learned from this issue. Besides the googe being a guy in a leather jacket and with a, a switchblade comb. I love seeing the Flash as a teacher. Right? Right. Like that? It was I don't okay. Trust, I don't trust either Mina or August Hart as far as I could throw them. I don't trust anybody after reading no. this issue. And you can get samples of the Speed Force. To me, I really, as gods. I'm reading this the second time, I'm imagining they are standing outside the fucking Panda Express <laughs> handing out fuck. You try sample Speed Force? Like no, well, I no, don't lady. mind if I do. I, I don't want the. No, no, you try a special speed force. No, no, I don't want your. You're gonna give me diarrhea with that speed force. Somehow I know there's garlic in that goddamn speed fucking, force. There always is. You're gonna give me diarrhea with the speed force. <sighs> that you last really one is speed just force now. Come on, you want you like speed force. The, the worst was when the Panda Express in the mall went down. They ended up having a. Um, I don't know what it was called. It was almost like the uh, the Louisiana kitchen. It was uh, something like that. Popeyes? Right? Remember that? No, <laughs> no, no, no. But this was like a – it was supposed to be like Cajun cooking. Right. But it seemed to be owned by the same Asian couple. So then, you want sample bourbon chicken? I'm like, no. I didn't want We use Cajun spices. What the fuck are you doing? You're not from Louisiana. I, I get on tea. There's manship when I need him. I get on tea, Jim. I get on tea. I guarantee you like the bubble chicken. Okay. I've, I've freaking annoyed and uh, gotten everybody upset with us. Now with Excellent. Well, that's the end of the podcast. And then I went the and then there was the, the Italian. Why don't they have like – you have that at the Panda Express all the time and even at these like the bourbon chicken thing, whatever. You never have that at McDonald's. Like they're like, hey, try, try a Big Mac. <laughs> I'll have a sample of that Big Mac. <laughs> Give me that motherfucker. Ooh, I don't know if I got enough of that. I've never tasted these Big Macs. Guy, but what, what would a sample be? You know, a, what's a good? Big Mac? Like a, a slider? It's like a no, freaking I'm double. Pack. The whole Big Mac. A whole hey, Big and Mac. I'm like, you know it's what? Not a sample. And they're like, what you think? You know what? You really can't tell without them fries. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you want the fries? Yes, I want the fries here. Give oh, me that fly. You want you want Happy Meal? 
Yeah, uh, yeah, I'll take a Happy Meal. Oh, it has prize in it. You like girl or boy prize? Uh, boy I'll prize, both. obviously. I'll take both. Okay, okay, you get Pokemon. All right, yeah, I'll like see you. No, 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 you buy. No, no, I'm done. I'm stuck. Thank you. Speed Force? You want Speed Force? If you could, if you know what I'm going to say in this next one, you have a very good memory. That last one is as confusing to me as me in this explanation of what happens if two speedsters use their powers next to each other. Oh, my God. Did that confuse you? I want to know how everybody is not killing each other in the Speed Force I, school. I said, well, when I get to the end, everybody's running around with a big fucking smile on their face while they kill each other. It's- I'll say, August and Barry have been running next to each yeah. other, freaking when, they, when they're running with that kid in the last issue it's back to the Speed Force school. I don't understand any of this Why? fucking book. She is lying. She has got. I'm saying though, if she's lying, then how come they can feel the connection they have when they all of a sudden when they run next to each other? They're all lying. They're all the thing lying. Is, though, remember though, they, Barry is not affected. They he say starts that talking Barry, like he is. Yeah, a bit. but that's the thing is they almost spell it out that it's only these speedsters that were hit by the lightning. And the weird thing is, is I, I have a lot of issues with this issue because I don't know why legitimately August is connected with them as well, because this happened in a different yeah. way. Now, again, you can say, well, it was Dr. Carver. Don't give me that bullshit. He was not affected the same way. No. Uh, he was affected in a way that pretty much mirrored what happened to Barry with the chemicals and all these things that they had and stolen. Also, Wally so was I don't get that. Storm, I'm still not even done it. my intro and I'm complaining. That's how much uh, you can tell I didn't like it. In the end, Barry acts like a total idiot. And I think we had a down issue of The Flash. And yeah, at the end, he does something that leads to me. It always, in my mind, leads to the death of the character or that's the villain. That that always happens that way. Uh, though Joshua Williamson, I think, is playing around with a lot of things here. Uh, this issue was a down issue, but it, it's got some good things. I said when it starts off, I love seeing The Flash happy. He's never happy. for the For one of the... You know, nicest guys. He seems to be happy in every book he's in besides his own. Yeah, yeah, his own. He's never happy. This this run, he's become happy. But boy, every other time, it's always somebody. And that's probably the thing that gets it. He never really has a villain who just straight up wants to just kill him. They all want to humiliate him, even with the Riddler. The Riddler shows up in that last arc only to show that he could be better than the Flash and prove that the Flash is a fucking idiot. Is what it's seen. There's never everybody wants to discredit him. Everybody wants to show that he stole the speed. The fucking guy got hit by goddamn lightning and fell into a fucking bunch of chemicals. He didn't ask for this, and yet everybody's pissed at him. They Why do you let this go on? I know. Well, he says, hey, you know what? I really enjoy being a teacher, but you know what? I'm not just teaching. I'm investigating. And I did like where they show, and that I believe that's Avery, who looks a lot older now, where she is phasing through a yeah. Flash has a big smile on his face. He don't have that smile. He wants to see if there's anybody who starts acting like Godspeed. Like right now, Avery is on a short list. She has phased through a wall. She knows that already, so she's on that list. It's like if you go and type certain things on the internet, you're on the list, you face through a wall. I'm on so many lists. Now, here's where I will say, and if we want to talk in general about this, um, when did Mina supposedly get her powers? Mina got her powers at the Speed Force Storm, I thought. Yes. How the fuck is she so good at it? 
She is, she is rivaling Barry with things and doing things like, oh, look at you. You know, she is doing things. Who taught her? She doesn't <laughs> seem to be going to these classes. She seems to be walking around while the flash She's is a quick study, a quick study. This seems to be a week later, if anything. I- I'm telling you, it's three days. The, Honestly, I'm telling you, the speed force storm in my mind was a day after August got his powers. OK, yeah, but I don't so, even. Yeah. Do you think it's been a week? I don't even know. Because I have no frame of reference at Iron Gate, that was like the next day because they were put in that in the Iron Gate jail right. to, to protect them, you know, till we quote unquote figure things out. They were in Guantanamo Bay in my mind. They were done. Um Barry had already said, Boy, you get powers and already start being a bad guy, you're not gonna reform. You're done. <laughs> Lock them up and throw away the key. Uh I do like where at the beginning Flash is there, he's talking about the teacher and loving it. I think that what they're all doing is playing on that power pad, the Nintendo power pad. Yeah. They're running around. They're playing fucking games. But, yeah, you get it all. He's testing people. And that's when Mina and him start talking. I just – he really is pushing – Williamson, that is, pushing this Mina to be a love interest and whatever. And it just – I know it seems very – down like, our like goddamn throat. Yeah, but it really does to me seem like, boy, this is just set up for her to get put in a fridge air. But yeah, then she comes up and she starts giving her theories, all her theories. Like, hey, she says all the speedsters, including you and me, are connected to the speed force, but it isn't completely bonded with ourselves like it has with you. It is as if the speed force has been divided up at the test show that it wants to recombine. Now, she's saying all this. Barry is looking at the test. I don't believe her. I really don't. Because if she's telling the truth, they are letting a lot of dangerous things, even when you see them training, they are all next to each other. Oh, yeah. And also, that's they, what I'm saying. I, I spent the whole issue wondering how are these yeah, kids not just constantly I also, killing I one know, another? Like they they tend to, to push that it's like pairs. But what happens if three guys run? Yeah, you know what happens if ten? Well, guys I'm run? telling you though, we had the three guys in the cell last issue plus August, and Godspeed took them all yeah, out except for and August. They took them out, but to me, they're saying like, oh, he took them out because he had the most power. Why didn't one of these guys? die or two of these guys die when the three were running around when does this affect them i just have we it ever doesn't make any sense to no, me I don't it doesn't know. at all this is what i'm saying and this is why usually i don't read verbatim what it says but it's so wonky that i want somebody to explain it to me <laughs> yeah, then barry goes from that and says hey it's temporary eh, i don't have enough data but when the speedsters are using their speed near each other the speed force starts to lock and recombine and one of the speedsters oh whoever wins the race and then she says, and that is how Godspeed stole the Speed Force at Iron Heights. He was already faster than them. Now, I want to ask you again, where do you think Godspeed, if that's the case, and if it's not Carver, where do you think he got the Speed Force? I don't know. That's what I mean. Is it that we're supposed to believe that it's somebody else out there that got it when the storm happened? Did it happen before? Did it happen later? Is it somebody that got it later and went back? In time? I don't know. It's so weird where you have this thing that she, she is really either jumping to conclusions or she is telling Barry what he wants to hear and she's setting him up because the way I would say that if she's Godspeed, say right now you tell me, hey, I, I had a dream and she's Godspeed. To me, she is setting it up so Barry doesn't get the whole army against her. Uh, because he's not, he's going to be afraid finally that you can't have two speedsters or multiple speedsters doing something at the same time because 
then she knows she would lose. That, in fact, Godspeed is not stealing Speed Force. He's straight up killing them. Yeah. And, but the problem with that is, is that later her, August, and Flash join up together and start yeah. doing things. Why didn't they die? Why is it, and it's weird, and we'll get to it, but I just want to say now, why is it that the three of them run around and only one guy loses his powers? It's supposed to be one guy wins the race, right? I would think so. And also, I'm telling you, Dr. Carver doesn't even die like the other one. No. They just kind of siphon the... Here's the thing what's weird. Barry does call it out then and says, hey, with the three of us, maybe we'll only get a little out of him and won't kill him. It's worth a try. That's not how we're told it works. I'm not even that, though. Like, I just don't understand why this would lead to death if we're just taking the speed force out of people. I just think that uh, if you want to ask me... The way they're going, it's that you, the speed force is part of you. And in fact, when Dr. Carver has the suit a little bit, uh, he's like, oh, it's flooding my cells. I think it's that the speed force has become part of them. She says, Mina, Mina says that it isn't bonded with them, but it is in their body. And pretty much ripping it out, I would guess, is a trauma to everything in your body. And just it, you just fucking die because, you know, you have this and it's just ripped out. It is kind of bonding with their cells. She kind of does say that's what it does. I don't know. It, it's the Speed Force you. is such a weird thing to talk about. Well, and it is, and especially when you get to the point where Iris shows up and says that the uh, black hole in Dr. Carver had taken samples of Speed Force. Yep. The Speed Force, to me, is not something that is that you can get samples of. You know what I mean? What, what are they, bottling it up? I, I know they did. Why don't they just sell it then? They did a bit of that in the Flash TV show. I know that. I hate it. I, this, you know what it is to me? You are starting to get midichlorians involved in the. <laughs> you are starting to make the. the you're making a physical thing. Yeah, you're making it into a thing that makes it less like. Yes, you want to make it more scientific. I don't like that. I like that, and I love where at the beginning of this arc they spelled out, "Hey, Batman made it so that Argus Star Labs they're not allowed to fuck with the Speed Force." I thought that was like good. I don't want them to. I thought it would lead to some sort of experiment that Barry would do, but it really was because that was a setup to get Carver and Black Hole uh, kicked out of Star Labs. Um, but yeah, Iris comes in and tells him that. And they even say, this is what the other thing is. I don't know. You're going to find out later that Mina is fucking Dr. Carver's fucking protege. Is she a daughter that they never knew because he even calls out, hey, and it's all, it's August, I think, that says, hey, didn't you work at Star Labs? What's, what the fuck's going on? Were you there? Oh no, I showed up right after that. Yeah, they were oh, fired. No. They were arrested before I was there, fired yeah. before I got and there. And there is another thing that was a weird little, uh, bit where, uh, Barry at one point is talking about villains and then that's right when Mina shows up and it, it's a weird, it has nothing to do with it, but he says, the scary reality is that Godspeed could be someone in our group, someone that I'm training. And then Mina shows up. Hey, Flash, can you step inside my office? And I really do. To me, that was like a little like. That was a foreshadowing to you? It was a weird hint. Like that didn't, it doesn't go A to B. But it did seem very odd that he's <laughs> thinking of that and she shows up and I think he's kind of pointing into that. Plus, like I said, 
she seems to know the Speed Force more than anybody. Oh, hell, and that weird-ass power where she can freaking sense the Speed Force, but only when she wants to. When when they fight Dr. Carver, she's going hand-in-hand with with Barry with, like, the the freaking tornado hands and stuff like that. And even at a point where she even grabs Barry and even seems to, like, charge him up when when he gets hit. And it just seems weird to me how much she she does that. But yeah, in the meantime, I think that what this issue's biggest problem is is number one, Barry's a flip flopper. Oh my but god, is he also? Up? So is Joshua Williamson. He tells us one thing and then shows us the exact opposite. Like we said, the beginning starts out with all these Speed Force guys using their Speed Force directly with each other. Then we find out that you shouldn't do that, or somebody's going to win, the other's going to die. And it keeps going. Okay, so that's a, a thing. Well, then why do when they go to fight later, do they bring two kids that are running with each other? It's so weird, and yet... Because they want one of them to die. Yeah. No, I, I really think that that's hocus pocus on Mina. That is as something that she is making up, uh, where she's doing something. She's manipulating something to make, and I don't know. I can't even, does she say it or does August or Flash like, oh, I can feel it? Cause it'd be funny if it's just her. I can feel it. I think we're c- combining, but they, um, Iris shows up and says, hey, look, black hole here. They borrowed the speed force. All that is, is a setup so that Mina can, can sense where they are. And re- did it throw you off? How quickly they... Oh, yeah, immediately. I sense a large, like, a freaking yeah. bit of speed force over the sen- She would have sensed the... Speak up, goddammit. Yeah, she would have sensed it before and thought, boy, this is more speed force, you know, concentrated in this one area than there should be. Yeah. Why don't we go there? She actually sensed Avery, and they went to go help her, but this fucking warehouse has just been out of the... This is why I think that she's involved. I think that she know, or at least knows a little more. Maybe Dr. Carver and Black Hole are not legitimately involved with her, but I think that she is Godspeed. I think that they're... And it's funny, too, because the whole thing, they get there, too. And Flash... Uh, confronts Dr. Carver, and it's so funny. I laugh because, again, he's a burn victim, Eric. And yeah. he says, listen, and basically he is the typical Flash villain that thinks that the Flash stole the speed force. He deserves it more. He got hit by Stolen lightning. Stolen speed. And and you know what? He got what usual people get from getting hit by lightning, and he got the shit burned <laughs> out of him. That's his superpower. He <laughs> fucking looks terrible. I'm telling so, you, I, when he's talking about that, he's like, oh, yeah, I was doing this, trying to test the lightning. I got struck. I'm like, I was thinking of all those people who, like, you know, you get jump in some toxic waste and all you get is cancer. Mm-hmm. I think there was somebody who, uh, there was a comedian whose whole routine was getting, uh, hey, you know, I got uh, struck by lightning. I thought I was going to, my only superpower is I shit my pants. <laughs> it was funny. I forget who it was. But, yeah, he is now, this is where I actually enjoyed the issue only because, to me, the whole Dr. Carver thing has been a red herring, but it's been a red herring to the point where it is the generic Flash villain. I think Joshua Williamson is making fun. Before we find out what really Godspeed is all about and what it is, he's poking fun at pretty much everything that happened to Flash in the New 52. Um, Dr. Carver is every villain. He's Zoom. He's fucking Reverse Flash. He's all these guys who he... Wants to discredit Flash. He, he thinks Flash stole the, the Speed Force, but he's also wants it for himself. He's going to do this. And when he goes to use this fucking machine he spent all his life work on, it goes disastrously wrong. 
and he just pre- pretty much turns into a Hulk tornado. Uh, but I do a Hulk mention, tornado. Yeah, I do want to mention before that though what we were laughing at together. Flash says there is a whole panel after Iris says they borrowed the, the Speed Force. Mina says, "Hey, that's great. I can track them. I can <laughs> find them." And then Flash legitimately says, "No." I don't want – I can't let anyone else get hurt. And then says, fine, but as soon as we find Black Hole, run away. You go two, <laughs> three panels later and Flash in a monologue says, because of our connection with the Speed Force, which he's talking about, him and Mina, I can tell Mina is angry. She's not going to run away in a fight, and I'm okay with that. How do you go from one panel to three panels later saying that? He told her to run away. Now he's happy that she won't run away because he can sense that. Then in the meantime, Maybe also, that's what Superman was doing in action comics. Like, I, I'm going to tell know. them I want them to go, but I so really don't want them to go. And August Lois knows that. Too. And August actually, to me, is the most hilarious thing in this book. And it's been almost every issue where he shows up and it's almost like, hey, Flash, what's going on? You better get to the lab. Someone's going to fire you. <laughs> yeah, Flash, you know what? You're doing real good with the teacher. You want to find out what's happening with Iris? These crazy asides. It makes me laugh. It's funny, so the little funny. whisper dialogue, like blues. Oh, I love it. I love it because it's like such a back and forth. And I, to me, they all can hear him. He's, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? He's Here it is. He's like, speaking of work, if Everybody's you don't show up. Him. Here's my bad. Speaking of work, if you don't show up. That's Barry Allen at the climb lab. The black hole case thing is going to fire you. It's so good. But yeah, uh, he also, he shows up. There's a weird thing too where he's like, he doesn't want the people involved, the, the trainees to know that August is being healed by the speed force. This is the really? weirdest part of the it's goddamn so odd. Book. I'm like, really? Because didn't you think at first, did you forget that Mina knows who he is? Honestly, and I didn't I even get that, that in this. I, well, he says. He says she knows who you are, but uh, the trainees oh, don't. Did they say that? Yeah, okay. he says it. So, meant- and I'm like, really? I don't remember. I, he says, uh, I'm there, yeah, there's a point where he says it, and I'm like, what's going on here? I don't even remember that, and it's so odd. Because there's, in hey, my mind, like, why would anybody care there? Like, you know that. Yeah, here's what it says. He he's like, hey, I see you're healing from that biking accident, <laughs> Detective Hart. And then he's like, yes, I am. And he goes, we have to be careful, August. Mina knows about your powers, but the rest of the speedsters don't. If they saw that the speed force was healing you, why would they care? And how would they see that? And also, yeah, and why would they care? Because what we see later is all of these trainees, they don't have masks and they don't have secret identities. So why what? They're going to see that August Hart is like them and that's going to change things. It's so weird. It was weird. It, it seemed to me like a, a guffaw. It's like we I, had, they had to come up with an elaborate backstory for nothing. Yeah, yeah. It, it almost like at one point this was written because Mina wasn't supposed to know, and then they realized she did. Oh, oops. <laughs> it's weird. It, it really is weird. Uh, but yeah, th- this whole flip-flopping, because he also says to, to August, no, you're staying here. You're not getting involved. Hey, he doesn't listen because Barry's a flip-flopper. They show up. He knows he l- wants Mina to run away, but he's proud that she will not run away. Well, and that's the, count that's on the that. best, too, because he's so afraid that somebody's going to get hurt. August shows up. Hey, I got some. I got two kids with me. Yeah. All and right, the, cool. All he says is like, oh, cool. You know what? They don't know much. So what you do is gather the people around and make sure that they're safe while we fight. And then I would love it if he also said – and you know what? You guys should go different directions. Because if you run together, you're going to die. 
we, we hear that, right? Uh, somebody told me this, right? That the Speed Force will, you know, go and it's funny because they're running and it's Scott and Avery. And I'm like, okay, who's faster? Because that other one's going to die. And I think it's you, Scott, because I know Avery more. And I think <laughs> she's got cool hair. She's hey. had more panel play. Yeah, she's had more panel play. You're done, Scott. You're dead. Yeah, they go running off and they're like, oh, look at those little scamps running around. And then, oh, and then you tell you me. You know what? Honestly, if that is the case, I wouldn't be surprised if next if we see that happen. Yeah, that Avery one. like was afraid that like she couldn't control her powers. Ends up killing Scott. Yeah. Kill Scott, and then wants revenge on the Flash because the Flash knows this. <laughs> then, then you have it like, okay, well they went off, but we better watch out. So let's all three of us run together. Uh, it, this is nonsense. It really is. My score is going down each panel. Oh, but they fight Doctor Carver, and it really isn't much of a fight. It's okay. It's the whole no, thing. It's, it's you know, let's giant... go against them. Then they kind of come up with the idea: Hey, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna steal his powers, but the three of us will do it so that it doesn't really do what Godspeed does. It, it won't kill him, hopefully. And then the best how, thing is: How is that something different though? Instead I don't of one know. person doing it, now it's and, and three. It should kill them want, faster. Yeah. And here's what I want: We're not gonna run against him. We're gonna outrace him. I would have stopped if oh, I was to me and go. What does that mean? What does that mean? We're still running. I guess they're not running the reverse to stop. the. F- they're running the same flow. Sure. But if they go faster. But to me, the Flash is going to be fastest, right? Yeah. Everybody else is dead. Nina and fucking August, August and Dr. Carver should all be dead. It Give me all your speed. If you tell me that, in fact... The Flash is outside of this because he got the Speed Force on his own and it's not doing that. Then Mina's alive and August and Dr. Carver are dead because August is hurt. He is still not 100%. Right. Mina would kill him. No, they just end up going with him. But August and... isn't a part of this because it happened before the storm. I know. But that, this so is Mina thing. just kills Dr. Well, Carver. if you want to tell me that that's how it ends up, that they made up this hokey thing, and this is Mina just getting the power from Dr. Carver, that she will get this. Because really, what we're seeing, he gets his power taken away. Who has it? Who got the extra speed force? And Scott. maybe Maybe you just <laughs> – well, yeah, Avery. Maybe you're onto it. Maybe that was the case. Maybe, like I said, she is lying and she just took his power. Um, and then she, you know, what she does here is that she realizes that she has this extra power and this goes on this way. But when she's in the future, she has a sex change, goes back back in time as Godspeed ass. to get the rest of it. Ah, she just made a suit that looks like she doesn't have boobs. Taped them down. But yeah, and unfortunately, because August has to keep reminding us that he's going to get his brothers killers I guess you don't need a a sex change to have your titties removed it's weird though to me really here's the deal your dad died Eric right oh my god yes if he was murdered would you just be like just would you be that up I I know that basically if you're going to do anything you would find whoever killed him if he was set free and either kill him or you you would just get over it right I would bring him to justice. Would you go through all this trouble just to find this evidence? I I think I I don't think I would. I think that I'd be like, first off, I'd just go find the guy and kill him. There's the justice. I'll fucking kill him. If I'm that obsessed with it, it's just weird. And then everywhere he goes, though, all the evidence is always destroyed because Carver's lab is destroyed. And uh, it's weird. Flash is like, Carver destroyed his own lab. This seems too easy. I don't think that Carver really did it. I know that he did it. Do you think he was in any sort of frame of mind that he was like, oh, well, well, watch out for that beaker. 
No. Oh my God! Watch he's out! He's a Hulk, Hulk fucking tornado monster. Yeah, it's weird what he's getting at. Is he getting at that somebody else is involved? <coughs> oh, I had to cough. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like what's too easy? I just saw a raging tornado Hulk. I guess taking him nuts. down was too easy. Yeah, maybe he's just like. Carver destroyed his own lab. This seems too easy. Now, again, I think that this was all. Why is he whispering kind of, that? <laughs> I think, I don't know. I think this was all kind of a joke of Joshua Williams, like I said, to set up Dr. Carver as this typical Flash villain and then have him defeat it pretty easily. Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, it's weird too because I don't even know that at this point, Flash isn't even convinced that that was Godspeed. There's no real talk. At one point, well, he doesn't he even know is, what Godspeed looks like. I know. Well, he is questioning Carver, and Carver is giving the most ambiguous answers there can be. Like, he's like, if you're Godspeed, did you kill those guys in, Bla- in Iron Gate? And he's like, hey, if they weren't worthy, and then he interrupts them. Hey, are you Godspeed? Are you? Well, you know, I, he never – it's like almost like Clark Kent. And then they just start fighting you. The weirdest part I found in this book is that he obtained his sample from what he says from the gods. Yeah. I want to know what the fuck that means. I just, I think that he is, you know, uh, again, he's one of these typical villains. I I actually, I wish I could, I totally blanked out, so I wasn't going to mention it, but the guy who was in the actual, the Savage Lands of the Speed Force. Yeah. Remember that? Like he was going to work to get the, the, he's very similar to him where he's going to learn to do that and oh yeah that crazy. I'm you, but when he said the he guy who uh zoom ended up taking with him yeah, remember, remember that guy, the guy who was useless yeah yeah that's who this that's who carver reminds me of a guy who is obsessed with the speed force i think that that line with the gods is just to show you that he has gone beyond just straight reason he is going insane and he is obsessed with getting the speed force so he thinks that it's a godly thing you know what I mean? I, I just think that is a throwaway line of, you know, where'd you get it? Oh, the gods, they gave it to me. And he thinks. I, that I was starting to think that because uh, the freaking Flash from Earth 2 was given his speed from the gods from Mercury. Yeah, I think you're getting into a little. No, no, I was just, so I jumped Mercury, into giant conclusions. Right, Mercury shows up and just kills them all and says, you guys are not worthy. Then you have all this and they're like, you know, they're all happy. Yes. Everybody's happy. There's fucking, uh, fucking Scott and Avery. They're like, hey, we got everybody to safety. Who'd you get to safety? I didn't see you getting anybody to safety. Everybody else in that lab. You're a liar. You're a liar. They went and they freaking, I don't I don't know how old they are, so I don't want to say anything inappropriate. They went and had relations, Eric. How dare and, you? And you go off, and there you see Wally West. And I hated the art for Wally. That's I don't terrible. know what the hell they did. All of a sudden, he went from being what appeared to be maybe 16 years old to seven. <laughs> and he looks, he has the speed force, but then he's like, God damn it, I hate to admit it. I might have to go to, you know, get some training. That I like this. I like that he's going to end up at Star Labs. And to me, it's going to be one of those where he shows up and, and Barry's like, as Flash. Hey, you know, you should be somewhere else, buddy. You can't be in. He has no idea. And then all of a sudden, Wally will do that. And that'll be some more. I, I want some progression of Flash and Wally. And obviously, we need Wally to do something that ends with him in the Teen Titans book, right? He's I just think a, it's funny as hell. It, it hanging around. I just think it's funny as hell that Wally West from the pre-New 52 comes back and talks about how you can use the Speed Force to create your costume. And, uh, like, you know, everybody's doing it. And Barry's like, huh, shit. Like, you still using that ring, Barry? 
Yeah. Which he isn't, but I'm like every like Wally right here is creating it, and like yeah, freaking Mina was doing it without like, any Christ. sort of training. He's but doing not it, August. I I guess that he's just you know he's old school. But uh, the one thing about this is where I thought he did get struck by lightning, Wally, but Wally had the speed force before. So this is where I was hoping that all this nonsense is above and beyond Barry and Wally. Because then you have these two real speedsters when shit goes wrong. Because, yeah, I think that it has to end with these people losing their speed force, right? You would you, think, yeah. have, so Wally and Barry, because they are original. And other Wally. They're OGs. Yeah, and the other Wally. Uh, they should be able to keep that. But, yeah, I'm going to see. I, I want to see Wally show up and Barry eventually telling Wally, you know, everything, the whole truth, everything that's involved. Uh, because he's going to show up, and in the meantime, you see all the speedsters running in the halls, smiling it up. And it's funny, if you have the thing open, mm-hmm. the kids are running. The lady looks like she's doing that power walking. The way she looks, it, it's weird. And then you have the bald guy in the back. But they, one of these guys should be living. The rest should be dead, Eric. No, because Aug's about to run out. He's going to like get in front of all of them, take all their power. Yeah, well, that's the other thing. You're, you're already telling us the whole thing about this. This is a pretty dangerous thing about you know the running, and you're still making these jokes. I'll catch up to you. I'd like to see you try, partner. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What are we doing to kill here? Some people? Yeah, you, we don't want to die here. Then, then Mina comes up, and this is where I think that it's solidified that she's the villain because she makes the move. Kisses Barry. I think that's the kiss of death. That she's a black widow, just like her costume. But yeah, she kisses him, and then boy, Barry does the worst thing. We see it with Keenan Kong. Fucking dummy. Yeah, he takes his thing off. It's it's really odd. It reminds me every time this happens. It reminds me of the Incredibles when Frozone's talking. It's like right. every time you get near a woman, they always want to tell you the secret identity. And <laughs> here it's Barry. Barry there with his package. You see his package? Nice package. But yeah, he's like, hey, look at me. I'm Barry Allen. And I'm the fa-. it's funny too because that's his standard line. Yeah. Why is he saying that to her? It seems that's very his boastful. Line. I know, but it's very yeah. And really, he is not is he a premature ejaculator? Is that what he's telling her? Because he's like, Hey, my name's Barry Allen. I'm the fastest man no, alive. No, it's She's because like, hey, we just met. I'm gonna have sex with you now. I'm the fastest man alive. That's yeah. right. Yeah, that's what she's like. I don't really want sex. He's like, I just told you, it's only going to take like three seconds. Please, just let's go. You won't even know I'm there. She's like, well, all right, let's go. But yeah, to me, that's that's funny because on our podcast, I've been over and over. That guy's going to die. She's going to die. I think that she's dead. She's either going to die or she's the villain. There's no way that you're letting her kiss Barry and then him reveal the identity. And she's either not the villain who dies or just the girl who Godspeed does show up. Be funny. Godspeed just shows up. He's some guy from down the. He's the googe. Yeah. He just shows up because really it's setting up. You said we were talking about this and you made me laugh because you said that we're going to find out that it's actually August's brother. Yeah. Who, as he's dying, he says to, to uh, August. Godspeed, brother. And then, and then freaking August ran off, never saw whoever came and grabbed him, and he got the speed force. Got hit by lightning then. Yep, right died. there. Survived. Disappeared. They're like, we never found the body. There's got, I'm telling you, for the amount of times that August has said the name Billy Parks, who killed his brother, you it's think gotta it's gotta be Billy Parks. 
You think that that's why the evidence they couldn't find these guns? Look, I'm telling you, I know the name I Billy Parks. Enough. What's, what's the only reason is because name? have we actually seen Billy Parks? No, but what's August's yeah. brother name? Brother August? Exactly. I have no idea what it is, but I know Billy Parks. You know who else I know? I know August and I know Mina. Yeah. It's, maybe it's both of them. Maybe they, I don't know. I don't know. They run together and then they combined into one freaking transgendered freaking hermaphrodite. That Fair enough makes for me. Sense. I'd just say hermaphrodite. <sighs> What'd you give it, Eric? What would you give it? I know what. I'd probably give it a 6.5 out of 10. Actually give it a 7.8. I did like it when I read it. The more I think of it now, I wish I would have given it a 7. I, I, there's a lot of holes. There's a lot of shit going wrong in this book. Um, I'm hoping that it rebounds next. And, and really... The only thing I could say about Joshua Williamson is uh, those first two issues, the rebirth number one and then the number one, I was really down on him. And a lot of the stuff he set up in those issues did come into play. He's already shown to me that he doesn't leave shit just hanging there that eventually does get to it. Just like throwaway lines, that whole thing with Star Labs, like I said earlier, I'm not allowed you know, hey, they made a, a moratorium on the freaking Speed Force, and I just thought this was a crazy thing they threw out there, and it did come into play big time with uh, uh, explaining Dr. Carver and all that, but we'll see. But the next book I liked, Aaron. The next book I liked. And it's funny, again, the love of this book continues, and it's Red Hood and the Outlaws number one, written by Scott Liddell, art by Dexter Soy, Veronica Gandini, and Taylor Esposito. Scott Liddell continues giving us a great Red Hood book by sticking with the basics. This issue continues showing us how Jason has grown through the use of flashbacks, and I loved it. We also see how evil Black Mask is right before Jason joins his ranks. I'm sure that everyone is with me and wanting to see Bizarro and Artemis show up in this book, and the cliffhanger ending gives us one of them. One of them. Really? We're, we're, we're in non-spoiler territory? <laughs> yes, one of them. That's how I wanted to keep it out there. I actually even was going to write, like, spoilers ahead or something. <laughs> uh, I actually, I really like this issue again. It's it's weird because a lot of this is very back to the basics. We have been told about this whole thing with Bizarro and Artemis. And, yeah, we wait. It's Artemis at the end there. Spoilers. <laughs> spoilers. Artemis is at the end. But still... Most books like this, I would have already have been getting a little pissed off, like, Jesus Christ, I thought that it was going to be this, and I don't mind it, because no, I really like everything. These are really solid stories, even yeah. with that, that whole thing. Like, honestly, I'm afraid of what it's going to become once we that's, get this art. Oh, that's what together. I was getting at. Uh, you're right with me. Because of how much I'm enjoying just seeing Jason, it, it, I'm really worried that the Artemis and Bizarro stuff is going to be nonsense. Yeah, it's going to turn it into a less book. There. But I do have to say that Scott Liddell is already showing me that he has a plan that is beyond what I would have thought because I just thought he was just going to be walking down. I, I didn't really even <laughs> have in my head how he was going to meet no. Bizarro or Artemis. Now it seems that it is part of Black Mask's big plan of getting these quote-unquote weapons that he considers them. Those I like muscles. that. Uh, yeah, I like that. I like that it has involved a actual story in the story, not just, you know, oh, I went here and she was in a cage and I freed her because that, you know, it, like, that'd be very cool. Going, going in the freaking uh, Red Hood Rebirth, I would have thought like, yep, this is my team now. Is it crazy how we got together? Yeah. But we don't have time yeah. for that. Let's that, move on to exactly. our adventure. I thought that Rebirth was going to be Jason like, hey, I'm down on my luck. Who am I going to have to team up with now? Me hate you, Jason. Okay, come on, buddy. 
And then good uh, grief. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. And yeah. then they're like, hey, they're fighting somebody. And then out of the blue, Artemis shows up. She doesn't understand man's world. And Jason has to tell her. That's all. I'm like, I'm way we bad. Yeah. I, I like how this is. And I really do like how he is being, and I'm not careful, but he is really spelling out who Jason Todd is and what has led him to these, you know, what's going on now. I think more than he ever did in the Red Hood book before. Like, this is like, I think maybe there, he's just like, boy, I actually get to tell the full story now. I'm going to be careful with what I do. Uh, there's a lot of, there was a lot of nonsense in the new, we like, the, the pro- there was a lot, I think there was a lot of problems with editorial and plus, uh, That's what I'm saying. Like crossover like, stuff yeah, because it seems like here he is just allowed to tell his story. But even that with the other stuff we had, they would start out really well and like, Oh man, I can't wait to see where this goes. And by the end, it was like, what the fuck happened? Yeah, I, I don't. don't I hope that's the, not what happens yeah, here because after, it is really strong. Yes, after this rebirth in number one. Now again, we we have already said we're worried about when they have the actual team. Yeah. That's where it may get a little wonky. And also, I don't know about you. I don't care about Artemis. I really don't. I always and again, I like Bizarro. I don't care that much about him. I want more of this Red Hood and more of Jason Todd and seeing how he has – like this issue, if you want to ask me, this issue is one of the best issues of showing Jason how he is, quote unquote, the bad Robin, but also showing that he learned his lessons and is using them in his own way. And I, I loved it because you start out – it's a flashback in the uh, – the what's it called gotham uh, ma gun school for wayward boys and this is in continuity this is something that happened where bruce sent him to the school and ma gun was using it to get the street urchins to go and uh steal shit you know what i mean she's using these little kids in the yeah. uh, the boarding school to be bad guys it's weird to me Though when I read that this was part of continuity and all, how did Batman not know about this? And why would it, it, it is even like it was that he sent Jason there undercover to find out? No, he sent him there at uh, any like there you go. You ha- you have you want to talk about that painting and how Bruce is a bitch to fucking Jason? You think that anybody else went to the school for wayward? Dude, books? I was thinking the whole thing. Like, I'm like, I know Damien's at Gotham Academy. Bruce yeah. went to Gotham Academy. You, where do you think Dick went? I'm saying Gotham Academy. Gotham Academy. Here, Tim, Tim already was already genius boys. and all that. Tim has his own family, but he's not going to send him here anyway. You know no. what I mean? If if any of them are getting help, they're getting the best. Yeah. Bruce sent him to a piece of shit school where the woman was turning people into villains. And it got me so angry. Me too. Like, God damn it, Jason. You you just – you never had a chance. Is this down by Crime Alley too? Yeah. It's yeah. in Crime Alley. <laughs> yeah. It's the, the actual address is Crime Alley. Why would he send them there? Boy, he did not want ja- – he was really testing them. kidding. <laughs> Yeah, it shows up. And he set Ma- him up Gun. to fail from the get-go. Is it amazing that somebody with the last name of Gunn is going to shoot Batman? You're, you're done. Anybody who grows up. Plus, you see, she has pictures of guns all over the fucking walls. Ma Gunn. But she shoots Batman. And I really, I, I actually, this first scene, I love it. I think it is so great because there is Batman. And she's like, hey, 
yeah, Kevlar, hey, that's fascinating toys and all this and whatever. And he's like, yeah, you know, it's synthetic polymer. They're talking. And it's funny because she came off to me as a pretty impressive villain as an old cigar-smoking woman with a gun. because it won- She really seemed like a Batman 66 villain to me. Yeah, I really liked her, though. And I really liked that she's basically like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to shoot you in your face. Like, and no, but you always say that. Why? Yeah, I do. We'll do that. It's the Robocop thing in my mind. Yep. She's going to do it. And that's where Jason is like, I know Batman could handle himself, but I needed to do it. And it's awesome. He jumps through the window. He grabs, he smashes into her, jumps through the window. And that's where the flashback goes to now, where he is smashing through that same window, saving her. As and Red I thought Hood. that was just yeah. such a great thing to show that, was a great that Red Hood yeah. is saving, that it's like, this is how far he's gone. Now he is saving this woman that was just awful anyway. He has become a good guy, even though in this book he's going undercover as a bad one. But he goes, he was there kind of checking out things because he, you know, he did his homework and Black Mask was buying up all these buildings and he wants to know what the fuck Black Mask is going, uh, getting involved with. And did you think it was gross when he's giving that old lady mouth to mouth? No, I, I thought it was very sexy. I, I saw he was using some tongue. I like, watched some weird porn. Yeah, you do. You do. But yeah, then uh, they're sitting there and Ma basically tells yeah, her. Yeah, Grandma. Yeah. Ma's like, hey, I got out of jail. And luckily, Gotham is the biggest piece of shit fucking city where a woman <laughs> could go to jail for running a fucking foster home and school and get arrested for doing this and the fucking two days i think it was a month she said right a month it was held up for a month though yeah yeah, right away i think she left jail and went right to the fucking office and tried to apply for another fucking school it was held up held up god damn it should be held up (laughs) where are the rules in this town and the same building it's uh, it is so ridiculous it got held up Gotham is an awful place. Don't don't live in Gotham. I've said it all along. It's so weird. But yeah, she, then she tells the story. She went to see Black Mask. Black Mask asked her, and uh, if she looks a little sexier, they're all dressed up. I, Black Mask. Honestly, Mask, when we first got to it, I thought it was a freaking flashback again. Yeah, she's looking like good. I mean, like way further back. Yeah. Because, yeah. Oh, I know. You know what? What's up, Grandma? No, uh, yeah, yeah. wrinkled, but boy, she, she she says Black Mask cleaned up well. I don't know what the fuck she's talking about. He looks like the gimp. God yeah, damn. how's he drinking that also, wine? It's so funny. I want to see him unzip the fucking <laughs> now, zip. Ah, oh, good stuff. Zip back. I'm saying after every uh, sip, does he have to zip it back up? Yeah, I think he zips it back. <laughs> zips it back. Yeah, he's there. It's so funny because yeah, you don't see him with wine. He's just and she he just likes holding it. Yeah, she wants to do the school thing. She's she's a one-trick pony, but he's like, no, 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 uh, you're not going to do that. I am involved. I am in control of Gotham now. I want to change the city. And she's like, no, nah, I don't think I'm involved with you. And he's like, hey, that was not a offer. I'm telling you, and shit's going to go wrong for you. And she's pretty tough. She's like, nah, you know I like- what? I like it, too. She declines, but we find out that Black Mask is doing some big shit in Gotham right now. He's like, there are simply too many factions running around Gotham City. Crime families and street gangs, freelance assassins, and homicidal maniac clowns. He's going to clean this all up and make it all his. He's going to make it his. And again, we get it later with Jason when he does go to see him that Black Mask is the – I like the villains that actually do think – like Alex Luthor is a lot of times – where they think they're doing the best thing. Like, yeah. yes, I'm, do- I'm a bad guy, but I love my city, 
and I want to make sure that it's good. And the best way to do this is to get all these factions together under one one roof, and so we won't have all this infight. Mine. Well, Ma's like, no, I, I don't need that. Ma just wants to get kids and make them steal shit. That's all she's into. <laughs> That's what she wants. But yeah, um, the big kicker here is that when she's telling Jason, says, "Listen, Jason." Black Mask didn't know this, but my my license was delayed. He thought there was going to be kids here when he blew up this this thing. It wasn't just a warning to me. It would it was supposed to be a massacre. Yeah. He was going to kill all these kids. Now again, I also want to know what fucking family is not looking into this like a month and she is giving the whole thing like she thinks that place would have been packed. Like wall to wall kids. Who was sending their kids? First there are off, a lot of wayward school. boys yeah. in the freaking Here's the thing. The way those schools are usually set up in my mind is a kid gets caught stealing. They get sent by the police. That's part of the, the whole thing is they get sent to the school. So where – who is getting paid off big time? Is it Gordon? I want to know. Who is paying these people off to get this in the system? Uh, but, yeah, she she basically says it would have been filled with kids. He wanted to kill them all. It really, to me – is a good way to really stress that this black mask means business. It's not just because, quite frankly, it looks like a goof. It's a fucking gimmick. It's a, it's a Greg Capullo freaking redesign of yeah, the character. It's not new. I, don't I know care people were on Twitter calling it out, and we pointed out to him, listen, it's not a new look. This is not Dexter Soy's choice. He has gone with it. They must have just said, just go with it. That It is... If you want a, a fucking bizarre-looking guy who is fucked up, he certainly is that. He yes. weirds me out. He does weird me out. Um, but, yeah, he's looking. He's he's hanging out in the school, and then that's it. He wants to kill Black Mask, but he's like, nope, I made a promise to Bruce. I'm going to do it by the book, and that's where we go, and he's hanging out in his back cave eating what appears to be an awesome-looking burger, Eric. I was getting hungry. <laughs> I am mad later because he goes to bed and leaves a burger just sitting there, and it really upset me. I was angry because he's fucking doing it wrong, and he's spilling ketchup all over his yeah, shirt. Yeah, he's got it all over him. But I, I, you know what I like? I think that that is really like the – he's the bad boy. Bruce, you know, Bruce would never put his feet up on the keyboard and study with a burger spilling all over himself. And he's thinking, he thinks back at what Bruce said about how, you know, you can't just jump into something. You got to learn everything about them. And I love this because, again, it shows that he is taking Bruce's lessons and he's doing it his own way. But he is doing his due diligence that he was taught. You see him learning everything there is about Black Mask, including I like that there was a Catwoman call out even though he's in the Gimp Mask there, which he wasn't. There's a Black Batman V Black Mask that I thought's a funny headline. But he, he's learning everything there is. And then at the end, he's like, and also, I want to look at me standing badass on a fucking rooftop. Because that's the one. The one screen just has him standing on the rooftop. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, at the end, he's like, "Yep," and I am badass. But yeah, then he goes to bed. I want to know what the hell the Jason Todd workout program is because he's really in shape for having a shit ton of takeout all the time. Yeah, he has all this takeout. He's he is in good shape. But look, that's why this is is because he leaves a perfectly good burger. Sitting right there at the desk. Yeah, I would never away. do that. Why would you walk away like that? At least put it in the <laughs> fridge, Jason. You eat it tomorrow. Don't just leave it. Jeez. I don't know how much this crime fucking uh, crime solving is, is paying you, but I wouldn't leave a burger just laying there. And then that's just me. But yeah. And then he goes and he's like, ah, uh, you know what? I'm going to use the direct approach. I'm going to go right to Black Mass. And I really do like it. He busts in, 
kicks a guy. I like when he's talking to Black Mask. He has a gun to his fucking chin. He's got another gun to the other guy's back of the head, and he smashed the one guy into the fucking window. It's awesome panel. I was like, really afraid, though, that uh, that freaking initial that, that one when he busted driver. the car. No, no, that he killed these people. Oh, because, yeah, yeah. like I'm saying, Jason, I thought you turned over a new leaf. Batman said, you kill anybody, he's coming after you. Well, you well, know, no, kick everybody's still through, alive. When you kick a guy through a windshield, the windshield is your enemy, Eric, not the foot. I know. But, yeah, they're alive. Not for long. Well, those guys are alive. But, yeah, that's when uh, Black Mask takes Jason above the city to look over and basically says to him what we said before. Nothing makes me come harder than thinking of my city. Yeah, and he loves that city. Like, he didn't black like mask. the ladies. He didn't like that. You know, I don't know what's going on in those pants. The black mask. He's a crazy looking dude. Uh, he might be like a Ken doll. You go down. There's nothing there, Eric. He, Smooth. Yeah, he just likes the city, and he thinks these other guys are bullshit. And I did like it, and uh, I also like that. Actually, I will say the one thing threw me off here was that weird Batman little flashback in between. With Robin and him, right? He says, "Hey, if you crawl, you you almost killed those guys. If you cross the line, there's no turning back." I, I don't know why you needed that there at that moment. I think it's just to remind everybody that yeah. he can't be crossing the I line. I know, but it's weird because he's already said that a couple yeah. pages before. Where he said, "Oh, I told Bruce I wouldn't do that." When he said, "I want to kill Black Mask," I promised Bruce I wouldn't do it. So maybe it's one of those before you see the Joker, you're reminded that Jason does have a temper that might go against it. I don't know, but I, I did like it. I really like when they show Bane and say that uh, that's when Black Mask says that Bane treats the fucking city like a never-ending boxing match. I thought <laughs> that was pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, you go, and he's like, but then I told you about this a little bit before. Did you get the idea that Black Mask is really jumping forward a, a lot where he's like, you know what? I'm looking for a second in command, almost like sudden, shake on it, buddy. With with me not having a lot of sex going on, I'm not going to have an heir. I kind of want an heir. You're going to be my second in command. I'm like Jesus Christ, he just showed up. He just showed up, and he, you know, he's got a bat symbol still on his chest. <laughs> he, you know, he's got a connection here. You, you got to be more careful. Like you would think that you would see black masks guys come to him. Like some guy just walks up to him, like like whisper in his ear. Give him a, a thing, and then you almost get the idea. You think that this guy has found out that Jason has met with Bruce, you know, all these things, and somehow Bruce, as Batman, obviously, has set up something where it, you know, you get that final deal. Oh, I see you killed all these people, and it's like Jason has no idea. Like, what the fuck are they talking about? It's something that Bruce had set up to make Jason look even worse. You know what I mean? All yeah. he's done is apparently killed the mayor and fought with Batman. And this well, no, he's loud. killed a lot of people in the past. Well, I know, but this is what they're going with. He yeah. said that, that Black Mass said, or he even said, he's impressed because I recently, like the things in the past, I don't even think that Scott Liddell is even pointing out with that stuff, or they would have brought this up in a flashback even more of, you know, I killed before, and I, we're not even getting that. It seems like the whole thing is based on him recently supposedly killing the mayor and fighting with Batman. That's why he says they came up with that card. You know, we're just going from what we've seen. And uh, he, but again, even so, he is jumping to conclusions here to say that Jason will be his second in command. He really, it's really pushing forward. It is so weird too, because it's like, oh yeah, I need a second in command. Hey, check this out. These guys, they failed to kill my gun. 
can you kill him? No, I don't kill people. Eh, I'll do it. And like, I'm happy that you have your own opinion. I'm like, why would you be happy about that? Yeah, and, He's supposed to be only, following your lead. Yeah. Yeah, and not only that, but that's because I I think he wants Jason second in command because he's killed everyone. Now you do agree? Do they have bombs in their heads? Yeah. What is going on there? Oh, they definitely have bombs in their heads. Yeah, they have to. In the masks, at least. Yeah, in the masks, probably. That's probably what it is. Because he presses that button and plip, 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 they just all their heads are gone. I was like, holy shit! And and again, I you're getting this whole thing where. Oh my God, you know, Jason's upset because he let these guys, that's, that's about as close to killing people that he can get. Yeah. Letting people die. And he, he already starts making up excuses, you know, hey, they were scumbags. Yep. But yeah, he, he's very upset with this. Uh, but then the next bit he goes on is he is sent to go get a train that nobody's on board. He's supposed to get, and there's the quote unquote game changer on it. He derails the train and goes down. And with these guys, he runs, they jump, they break it open, and there is Artemis with the biggest fucking axe. Where did she get this fucking axe? I don't know, but I love it. I love it. So I, I don't even know how she gets out the fucking door with that. <laughs> <clears throat> and um, I, I'm telling you, that is so over the top. Everything about her character design, so all that, well. and I love it. I so love do I. It every bit of it and uh, right away like when she comes out i'd like to she just comes out my name's artemis and if you don't stop pointing those things at me it'll be like i'll be the last woman you ever see and i really like that you're gonna get a woman that's gonna take no guff and not that jason is a guy who gives a lot of guff but i think it's gonna be good interplay with them and boy that's not the ticket the ticket is when Bizarro shows up, and Bizarro is going to be all nonsense, and she is no. Right, <laughs> see, she does not want nonsense, and I think the whole thing is going to be them in the background, and then when they become like friends, it'll be so good. Hopefully, so like, uh, she's going to uh, have the air horn there for when Bizarro just says anything. Oh, uh, she will, because I'm telling you, when she starts talking crazy Bizarro talk, if if they go that route, <laughs> which I hope they do, you hate it, but I, I hate hope it they so do it, much. she is going to be so pissed off. It's not even confused. She is going to be so angry, and I could just see her in the background as Jason's doing shit, just trying to teach Bizarro to talk normal. Yeah, he knows it's well, I don't know, maybe she like, doesn't judge retarded people. Yeah, yeah, well, he'll take her. No, next thing you know, he'll take Bizarro to the wayward school for boys in Crime Alley with Ma Gun. <laughs> Ma Gun, now, it, now that the building is blown up, she's going to rebuild and start again. Just put Bizarro in a, a new t shirt and a ball cap. Me, M. Jimmy. Yes. Me, me, M. Show up. Where am the old kids? <laughs> oh, jeez. Me, M. Not Narc. Oh, jeez. Here we He's go. He's a narc. They get the. I just. I. I expect him to be in the class with Ma Gun anytime soon. But uh, I'll tell you, one of the best. Pa- the, the whole Artemis thing looked awesome. You know, it's a weird panel that I love. It's when Jason has the uh, freaking binoculars. I yeah. love that panel, and I love the non-mouth mask. I love it. I. I well, that's why this is the mask that I love. That it's, yeah, this I love way it. it's supposed to be. Yep, I love it. I think that the art in this book is awesome. Uh, I like the flashback art originally. I actually prefer the now art so much more now that I think that Dexter Soy in one fucking issue has improved even from last issue, I think. And I loved it. I love the way he does Jason. Black Mask isn't his design, but I think he does it well and all that. But, yeah, I really like this issue, though. I only gave it an 8 out of 10 because we are kind of going slow. I probably should have went a little higher. 
now that I've talked about it, like an eight five. I'm saying this. I, the art is damn near perfect in my mind, and for the even the slow burn, I find myself enjoying it. Just getting to like Artemis now, and who knows when we'll get Bizarro. Yeah, yeah. And I would give this an eight point five. Yeah, I think that I, if I would go back and review it again, I'd probably give it an eight five. I liked it that much. It's just, it's not even. I can't even say it's fun, but it's fun. No, it's like, very I, fun. I, I think. enjoy reading it, and I love Jason. And I'm not the biggest Jason fan. You're a bigger Jason fan than me. Yeah. But in this, he is such – like even with those – you see those flashbacks, and we were joking about the school for wayward boys and things like that. The way that Scott Liddell's writing it, he's such an underdog in his own book yeah. that you just can't help but, but want him. And because he is in this fucking bomb shelter under a police station, he can't go to Bruce anymore. He can't, he can't have anybody else involved. And it's just, and yeah, some people are already crying foul that this is, you know, hey, Grayson's off, you know, you know, Dick's doing his thing. Everybody's going with these crazy undercover things. I like this better. I like this because it is Red Hood doing what he shouldn't be, a bad guy who kills people, but that's what he has to pretend to be. Like Dick is going with the Court of the Owls. It's not, you know, he's just going about, and, hey, I'm not going to do it this way or that way. This is Red Hood, like, Jumping into the fire, almost like an alcoholic who now has to be a bartender. And shit's going to get darker, I think, because he's already getting mad. Twice he's wanted to kill Black Black Mask right there, and he can't. Uh, and I really like that. I really like the way this plays out, and I hope that he gets on the painting afterwards there. Because he's going to he's going to take down really if he succeeds in taking down Black Mask, it's the biggest villain right now in Gotham, the way he's spelled out. So where is Bruce? Why, why can't he put him on that painting? Put him on that painting. There's no more room. <laughs> there is no more room. And now, what is the next book? Oh, the next book is Wonder Woman number four, Eric, written by Greg Rucka, art by Nicholas Scott Romalo, Fajardo Jr., and Jody Wynn. The year one story continues this week, and that means that I am the one who reviewed this, and I also that I am the one who loved it as well. Greg Rucka shows us so much about the Amazonian society, and I stress the show. Nothing felt forced, and while he doesn't make any wholesale changes to the story we all know, he does enough to make it feel fresh. It all ends with Diane and Steve heading the man's world in the invisible jet, and that is A-OK with me. Yeah, I like this issue. I don't know if you did. We didn't talk about it at all. Uh, but I like it. I am going into this year one story that I review uh, with an open mind. This doesn't get involved with much of this lies thing. This is a year one story, and I really enjoy seeing this as a way – that he really pushes the Amazonian society, like I said in that intro, and how they work things. And I, I really thought that the way he is writing this part of the story is uh, really good because he really isn't saying – like a lot of these times when you get these year one stories or origin stories, you have a lot of the like – this is how we do things because we've always done it as the Amazons and things like that. And you get a little of that, but it's more of seeing. And uh, it starts off where they are having a council to figure out what the hell Steve Trevor, why and what is going on. And they have the people and it's uh, I guess it's Aretto. I don't know how to pronounce it. She, Honestly, all these names, these Amazonian names yeah. are difficult. No, it's think. funny because even with that Legends of Wonder Woman, some of these are, are very standard people yeah. who, like Philippus. I, I forget how to say her name. But uh, Aretto steps up at one point. They're going to talk about the evidence. And she steps up and says, hey, this guy and these men have shown up for war. They have weapons that we've never seen. And they're cowards. 
They, they're just, they're here to fight us. And I love while they're showing this and while they're talking about it, you see the actual Amazonians, the Amazon women are studying the weapons. They're taking notes. I really like that. I, yeah, I honestly, yeah, the whole thing where they're looking like, you know, dice, like they're taking the guns apart. They're yeah. looking at the patches on the uniforms. Yeah. And they're looking yeah. at everything to try to come up with a uh, reasonable yeah. conclusion. And I really like this because usually when you get this origin where Steve kind of cries, usually he's usually by himself. He crashes. He survives. And it's more of just right away. Hey, we got to get him back to, you know, we got to find a champion. We got to get him out of here. Oh, we can't have a man here. And that's not th- how they're doing this. This to me is a Wonder Woman. This part, such a fantasy story. But he's going at it in a very reasonable way of what I think would happen when these guys there are meeting to figure out what's going on. And, yeah, they like you said, they're going with the patches. They're going. And the big thing is when uh, she gets the gun and shoots it. And they're like, really, to me, this is like they're at in the Senate floor or the Congress. And this is like the big kicker. This is like you're at or you're at a trial and you bring out the guy who's been maimed and, you know, it's, a, oh, my God, you know, oh, that's that's the kicker. But it isn't because that's when uh, Castelia, Castelia, who has been the woman who's she's like the mystic uh, on Themyscira. She has been the one all along has been saying, hey, all these things have been assigned. She comes up and says, no, 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 we have to use logic here. Uh, the only way you can get on the island is by the gods favoring you. That means that they are giving them here as a sign. We have to help them. And even uh, Hippolyte even says, oh, you know what? I see this insignia in this. The 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 eagle on it is has his head bowed. And it, it's a little hokey there, but I don't know. I think that that's – Honestly, I kind of, thought that was really cool. The well, I think it's cool. Looking- yeah, and where I think it makes sense is because that symbol itself is very Greek – Ancient yeah. great oriented. So it would be something that she would recognize. And I did like that. And they're trying to figure out, you know, is this the, the case? Then you move off to Steve and Wonder Woman. Really, this, this story, if you were reading the lies story and you were liking the lies a little more than when it first started. I like the if, last issue. That's yeah, it. You like the last issue. But if you've been reading the lies story and thought to yourself, Oh my God, I don't understand what the fuck is going on. You can still read this. This is oh, yeah. very straightforward. There's one thing that's thrown out there that's a little mysterious. But other than that, this is straight up. And like I said in the thing, they they he doesn't – Greg Ruckett doesn't change things as much as expand on them and make them make sense in a real-world type of way to me. Um, I don't know. Is this more like a like a Wonder Woman that a Christopher Nolan would make that things kind of make sense more and more based? I don't know. But I, honestly, it seems like they put way like more thought into how things would actually work on Themyscira. Yes, that's why. Uh, as yes. compared to when we normally do it, because yeah, usually, it. like yeah, even usually, here, Wonder Woman and Steve, they can't understand. Nobody can understand nope, Steve. Steve nope. can't understand anybody else. Yeah, and you know what I love about that? They don't get hokey with it. With the you know, this is in. Uh, you know, Steve's speaking, but you can't understand it, whatever. You just, they know right away. You, you get the idea. And the way they do it, you see, so you can see what each are saying. And the reaction is great because there's Stevie doesn't understand, but she's like, me, Diana. And then he's like, okay, Diana, uh, Steve, Steve, you know what I mean? It's yeah. really good. And, um, but you also get that they have a bond. They, they already are developing a bond. You see, and I said to you, the thing that I love, was that when Diana says Steve does not understand what she's saying, but she says, I will keep you safe. You have my word. 
and then says her name. And I really do think that that means a lot to her that she has said that even though he doesn't understand it. And mm-hmm. then they, when she says Stephen, then he starts crying and she knows that he must be crying for the guys, his friends. Yeah. That, and, and it's so good. And it leads to one of my favorite parts, which is later where she's talking to Hippolyta and says, I think that she's, he's crying for, I don't know what they'd be called. You know, what sisters would be in males. And Hippolyta's like, they're called brothers. And it makes total sense to me. There's yeah. no word. There's no men on, on, and that's such a, cool way of just reminding you and it really does sound hokey like we talk about people who like come from the past to the future how do you get these tiny people in these boxes and stuff like that they don't understand it works better here though it's not hokey to me when i read this me like i said i told you that it reminds me in the opposite way like you hear all these stories like in vietnam they have seven words for rain you're going to have these words for things that you're familiar with yeah themiscara does not have men there is no reason for them. And if they, the things that they may remember from before, they don't want to. So yes, there are people there that know, Hippolyta knows what brothers are. She has dealt with that. Diana hasn't. She, ha- she was the only one who was there. And I think that it's something they're like, nope, we don't talk about that. So she doesn't even know anything about it. I just thought it was a really good way of showing that. You know, she understands what Steve's saying, but again, this is, this is the mascara. There are no men, and she doesn't know anything about the outside world. It really shows me that she is so naive with what she's going to get, because I also like the fact where they're going to have it, they decide. Somebody's got to take the Steve Trevor back, see what's going on. Um, but whoever goes, and they say, listen, whoever goes is doomed. You're going to doom somebody. They're not going to be immortal anymore. They can never come back to the mascara. Um, you know, would you do, are you ready to do that? And Hippolyta's like, well, I could ask people. And that's when, uh, uh, Philippus says, listen, if you ask people, we're all going to volunteer. Yeah. We're all going to do this. And she's like, okay, we're going to have to have the, uh, the contest. And, you know, even the whole thing with the, well, we have to have the contest. And then Philippus, well, you know, that's not for a month. I really like that there, it, things aren't just like, okay, they happen because they happen. Like in this putting story, a timetable on that freaking contest made it feel like it was it's been something. It made it feel like it had that's more. That's what depth. I mean. Yeah, in most of these stories, you have Steve Trevor. They announce there's a contest. You have, and then you have the thing where Hippolyta says to Diana, "You know, you're not allowed." Diana goes undercover. Yeah. Ends up being the, it's always that. And in this, it's not. And to me, the whole thing with that, you're not going to be involved. She goes undercover. It almost puts the honor of the Amazons kind of down a little because of, of Hippolyta even letting that. And what I really, really think that this even ups that is when she's talking to Philippus, she says, uh, you know, we're going to have the contest, you know, and freaking Philippus says, listen, she may not win. And they know she's going to win. Oh, yeah. They know she is. She's the best of them. And yes, Hippolyta tries to get her out of it, says, you know, you could say that you're still sick. And no, she says, I couldn't do that. I, I couldn't live with myself if I do that. I am going to be in that. And right there, her mother knows she's done. She is going to win. There's no other way that she's not going to win. She just will. And I liked it. I, I really liked it. I And it's one of those stories where I know when it's really good because I have an emotional connection with them as a mother and daughter even. That yeah. it really did upset me. And I'll tell you, I am even thinking about it now. 
I got choked up when Steve sees that the bodies are going in the, the plane at the end. Uh, just a little emotional thing where he sees that the Amazons are loading his dead friends into the plane and says – Thank you. You know what? Thank you so much. And that's something that, again, you usually have Steve by himself, but it's something you didn't even, I didn't even think of until. Yeah, it it's happened. a little added bonus that and works really, really well. And again, it really upset me because there you go with his, I think it's Nick, right? His butt yeah. Nick. Where And then you're like, he's going to have to go back and, and deal with this. Nick has a little baby, all this stuff. And there you have to go. And though. Who knows? Because they are on Themyscira. And, well, I guess time goes the same way. It's just that before they're yeah. mortal in the time. I was going to say something. But, yeah, he's got to go home. And, and Nick has a bride, uh, you know, or at least a wife. And uh, also a kid. And it really did throw me in. But they go to this contest. And it, it's the, you know, the standard, you know, let the contest begin. Before that, it's funny because as they're showing them build, rebuild the plane, they're getting all the things. That's again, the biggest I really, problem I had with the book. Well, I, I don't mind it. But what I think is funny is they have the Amazonian version of the speech from Fourth uh, Independence Day. Yeah. It's like it's really going and they're showing it. Uh, do you have a problem that they make it into the invisible jet? No, I have a problem that they can fix it at all. Well, they don't know what a gun is, but they can fill, fix a goddamn jet yeah, and then make it so funny, it can be though, invisible. Because when they say, show it, at least while they're showing it, and they say at one point, we think we can maybe put together this thing again. They're showing all these people getting stuff together, and you do see them kind of studying and working out things. At one point, they're doing notes there. They have everybody involved. They're getting stuff ready for the contest, but also getting stuff ready with the plane. I don't know. Uh, it is a little crazy. Steve doesn't but, even understand how they did it. Yeah, Steve's just a pilot. Yeah, who knows what these people are involved with? They they get scales and plates that turn it invisible. Yeah, I have no idea what that is. Yeah, and the whole thing if or uh, why they would do that. The the other thing is the the person who is going to be the victor, the champion of the Amazons, is going to go and it's going to get the quote unquote perfect, which is the lasso. I actually like the idea that they don't even call it what the men's world will call it the lasso of truth. Yeah, they have their own deal. And really, if you want to spell it out, that when she goes to man's world, I love saying that. They even say it like they say it in quotes. Uh, I like that everything that the men see with her, with Wonder Woman, is so elementary. Like they see her and call, oh, you're a Wonder Woman. And then she's <laughs> got, that's the lasso. And I guess you made me tell the, the lasso of truth. And I like that that's not what they would call any of this. Like they don't call her, obviously. She's not Wonder Woman yet. She is Diana, and I really like that. And so they have this contest that gets down to three people, and this is when they pull out the gun and say, okay, you know what? We are not. We can't just do the contest the way we usually do. You're going to a world that's going to have this. Defend this, bitch. Man's weapon. Defend this, bitch. And, yeah, Steve's like, no, no, you're going to kill him. And they go, and I really thought that, to me. So, you know, they pull out a gun. Yeah, they pull out a gun, and I think Hippolyta actually chooses like the first two or so Diana can see and adjust. I really <laughs> that's what like I that. thought too. That. I'm like, okay, they're You're doing giving this. her an unfair advantage. Yep. And Steve is upset, but it, it, you see that they are healing the the girls before they die. That they, they have that healer that actually brought Steve back from the dead or almost the dead, 
Uh, and yeah, they're not going to die. They're there and they're being taken care of. They even say, listen, we, you know that we're doing this. And, uh, yeah, oh, they, there's going to be some surgery needed now because you got shot in the stomach. Yeah, there is that, but yeah, they're, they're going on that. You see them. They're like taking You're never going to be right again. Uh, it, it's, it's, it burns cold and hot. Eh, I don't be know still. what that means. We know what to do. That's all she says. And she takes them away. Uh, but yeah, then we know what to do. They, they stab I, him once again, behind thought, that tent. Yes. This, yeah, they just slice her head off. Like, just stop yelling. We know what I to really, do. I really like this, though. I love the progression of the panels that you see her standing there, Diana's standing there, and then you see her mom kind of lift. And, and again, if you look, the others, she's pretty steady with that full on. The gun's tilted a little. She does not want to do it. She's yeah. very afraid. That It's such a good way to me to show. And if you look, Philippus is like looking at the gun as well, almost. I don't know. It does seem like she doesn't want to do it. You also get the progression of her mom and her, and you realize they do look a lot alike. And she's going to there. And it's a classic stance with her with the bracers yeah. and the crossed arms. And then you just go. You don't see it. You just go to her being introduced as a champion. With Steve. I thought it was awesome. I really did. You, I, again, I, I like it. I was a little upset when I first read it because I'm like, oh, I wanted to see it. But I, I, it's good. The thing, though, that, like you know I said, what happens. I, yeah, and I really like that it's more about her being the champion than just this stupid thing. She was going to be the champion anyway, so I really like that. And, yes, everybody uh, else got shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they can't do it. But, yeah, then – uh you see them loading up the bodies. That's what I said. And he says, Steve says to the Philippus, you're sending us home. All of us thank you. And it's so funny. She doesn't understand what he's saying. And she looks Still, so your tongue survived. Yeah. yeah, she hates him. She was, you know, one of the ones who I still think she thinks that he's there for no good. Uh, and she doesn't like him. He's a man. So I like that. It's not like they are there celebrating, you know, Wonder Woman going off uh, or Diana going off. They don't like Steve. They want him to get the fuck out. I, I really thought that that was just thrown in there to show you. They don't like Steve. They're sending the guys back. They might even be sending the the dead back. They don't want those dirty male bodies there. The <laughs> fuck do they want? But yeah, then uh, her mom announces her. And I thought, I know that you, I don't want to say you're racist, but you were saying that you, you don't like that she's that Italian. Oh, I don't like that she's that Italian. She is really Italian looking there, and I think it's awesome. I'm talking <laughs> about Wonder Woman herself. She yeah. comes strutting down. Man, she looks good. And yeah, I think she looks just, really good in this. Yeah, it's not even like It's more of her mom in my mind. I, yeah, but I really, really like her. It's like, oh, the champion. Her mom gives her the truth. Or the, uh, the, the perfect. What is it? The perfect. I, I forgot. But yeah, you're there. She kind of says it. And then they say, like, queen, princess, mother, my daughter. And you get the idea that Hippolyta, when she does that, that is so against any sort of ritual that you're supposed to do. She can't help it. She loves her daughter and she knows it's done. She's not going to see her again as far as she knows. But then Diana says, I'll be back. You know, I'll, I'll make you proud. And, you know, I will return. How, how will you be Don't back? make such promises. I know. She just, I, I'm telling you, she just thinks that there is no way. Nobody's ever gone. So she, you hear this, who knows? She might be thinking then, like, yeah, nobody's seen me. I'll be I don't know. They, I just know they said that whoever leaves, they can never come yeah, back. I just, but again, I think that it's never happened. So I, they I think no the gods idea. wouldn't allow it. I actually think that if they wanted to play the whole thing, this was the way that the gods kept them on this island and not affect the rest of the world. But, uh, yeah, they go off, and it's it's a cool way that they are off and going. And it's almost like uh, they, the last one of the things that they say is, you know what? 
you know, it's an Amazon in the, the world. The world doesn't know what's going to hit them. Yeah. And I really do like that because it's true. And they go off and I really do like that the uh, invisible jet is not even Wonder Woman's. It's actually Steve's for, you know, it's the government. Well, it never they're, made sense for a goddamn gonna, Wonder Woman have a jet. I know. I think the government's seizing that bitch and, and getting the technology. But, yeah, you see the Amazons going. Apollo still crying. Uh, if you see uh, Callista or whatever her name is, the uh, the lady who is like the seer, kind of seems a little happy. And also we didn't ma- mention earlier when they were discussing what to do with Steve or whatever. They do mention that uh, Diana, that illness was at the gate. And it was the sign, and the, it was a little crazy. Dude, it, I didn't understand any of what they were talking this, about. That. But again, this is something that I think is what leads, ties it into the truth and all that. But yeah, they really think that this is a sign that shit has gone wrong in the in the regular world. Just Steve being there, that yeah. they have been told by the gods that they have to help. And it even seems like this is tying into Ares uh, being around. Now they could, you can say that the, he's saying. They're saying Aries because the war is going yeah. on or there's a war. But I think it's a little more than that kind of the whole thing with uh, with what's it called, with Azarello's run and stuff like that. I, I do think that it's going to be more than just, quote unquote, a war. I do think that way the way this is, it will be legitimately Aries making up, you know, causing wars and stuff like that, that they're going to try to fight and whatnot. But I really like it. I thought the art was it was awesome. The art is always good in this yeah. book. I'm telling Nicholas you, what, Scott what, is, Nicholas is, Scott, Liam Sharp, they're both excellent yeah, artists. Yeah. I love Nicholas Scott, and I loved everything she did in this book. I'm telling you, I don't know that there's a panel that I didn't like. Yeah. I mean, everything and, and the emotion that she gets through it. And the I'll tell you, I give Greg Rucka full credit as well because there is a lot of points in this book that he must just say to Nicholas Scott – I want you to show this, this, and this, and he doesn't crowd it with his fucking explanations. He doesn't do that. Like we said, when they're looking at the, the, they're like, the, this is a men, the weapon of men, and da, 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 and they're showing them studying it. It's fine. You don't have to tell me anymore. I see that they've looked into it. And I also, just to go back to that and a Greg Rucka thing, I also love that they use a, and it is an old type thing where you, Call people, anybody who uses a gun is a coward because they're killing somebody who they can't even see their eyes when they kill them. And it's, it's an old thing where, you know, it's not an honorable weapon and it's not that. And I really did like that as well. But boy, the art was incredible. I like the story. I like how straightforward he's going, but still showing us a little different things and doing it in a way that I think makes complete sense. Yeah, I like it as well. With that, with like, you know, the gun being the final test in the contest. Yeah. And uh, I, I just really dug I would give this an 8 out of 10. I give it a 9.5. Nice. I love it. I'm telling you, I think that the art was perfect. So yeah. if we were going down the line, right there is a 5. And I, I love the story. The, the, the throw in with the gate thing kind of confused. There was a little couple things, but boy. I, I liked every. I loved it. I read it. I had a smile on my still, I had a smile, too. I still don't understand how Amazons are fixing a goddamn jet. Yeah, yeah. I just went with it because it ended up being the invisible jet, and that's one of my favorite things. <laughs> I'll go with it. They have to get off somehow. At yeah. some point in all these stories, they did something to get them off. And really, in these other stories, it almost seemed like they had the invisible jet a lot of times. I think that even happened in the Earth One, the uh, the Earth Wonder Woman Earth One, where they yeah. had, and that makes even less sense to me <laughs> that they have a jet and they're just there. But I, I don't know. But yeah, uh, the next book. I was not as fond of. 
but it is a rebirth. It's Deathstroke Rebirth Number One, written by Christopher Priest, art by Carlo Pagulan, Jason Paz, Jeremy Cox, and Willie Schubert. Christopher Willie. Start, well, yeah, Willie, Willie. Christopher Priest starts his rebirth run by showing us that Deathstroke is a piece of shit. I know that he's an antihero, only cares about himself, but I wouldn't. Uh, like him less if Priest showed him kicking puppies in his spare time. We also get to see the Clock King and get a taste of some real-world politics coming down the road, which is something I hate my Do comics. We? Yeah. Well, I'll show you then. After all this, however, Priest does give us an idea of what the book is about, and isn't that what Rebirth issues are supposed to do, Eric? This was not a fun comic to me. It was not. No. I'm like, all right, we're going to start this book out. We're going to watch Slade try to beat his son, Grant. <laughs> It just, I don't know. I I know that. How it, How I, is Jericho the one that fucking Slade loves? I don't know. Nobody loves I Jericho. Just, it's weird because people just bashed on James Bonney's run. And the thing that I came about with that is at least he was trying to make Deathstroke a likable character. I know he's not supposed to be, I guess. I don't know. Is this? And the weird thing is, is all I can hope is that there's a payoff down the road where Deathstroke learns his lesson or whatever. And then I get told on fucking our site that Christopher Priest has said that this is basically the piece of shit Deathstroke we're gonna get. Yep. And I don't know. It's just it wasn't fun to me. And you start off like you said, there Slade is out on a camping trip, a younger Slade. He has two young kids. Uh, what is it like? I, I don't. No, it's uh, Jericho. It's yeah, Grant, Joseph. It's Grant and uh, Jericho. Yeah, but he doesn't call Joey, he calls Yeah, it. it's Joseph. It's, it's like I'm saying, but it's Jericho. How does it get to be Jericho? When I don't gets... even understand that. It, it, really, if your name is Jericho, Joey is not a version of Jericho. No, Jericho is what he went by, though. I'm saying, is it just that he, it's so, it's ridiculous. Jericho, it, when he got his power to freaking take over people's minds. Yeah, see, again, though, because I am the typical person who's going in this without knowing that, so I have no idea. Yeah, so I'm not even going with Jericho. I don't care. He's just a kid that it seems that he favors and he hates Grant. And again, yeah. I don't know that going That's into That's right. I, I was Grant laughing when I did because dying. I'm like, Nobody likes Jericho. Jim hates Jericho. Why yeah. does he like well, freaking Jericho deal, better than though. Grant? To me, that's not even Jericho yet. So and the way that this is spelled out, nobody's even supposed to think of that unless you were a long term a Deathstroke fan that there's like three people I think that would really even care. And all the scene is, is is Slade being a dick. Yeah. In fact, at one point, Grant says, you only come about, you know, every now and again to beat us and fuck our mom. And he goes, yup, in that order. <laughs> fuck you. He's such a dick. I, I don't like him at all. And I really that, wish that he would have looked like his younger version from the last run of Deathstroke yeah. well, in this bit. The thing that gets me is this is the start of a, a series, and I hate him. And I don't know that I'm ever going to like him. And I really, at if this was me just buying the book, I'm done. I would have stopped at this issue because this issue was a bunch of fucking nonsense. And I ended up getting scared and giving it a score. I shouldn't have. Actually, <laughs> I, at the end, I read it again, and I liked enough of it. But it's like all-star all, Batman for me. All in all, um, I don't even know where this leads to. And it's all a bunch of nonsense because then you move from that flashback to where uh, Slade is in bed with a lady and he wakes up, puts a little more bandages on 
and then travel. So I got that he was taking him off because he yeah, got shot know. up the night before. And yeah, now I don't know. I, I got the idea that he was banding himself up a little bit more because, yeah, those wounds, well, I guess he heals. Yeah. But, yeah, he goes. Maybe he's taken. Again, who knows? He goes. He puts on his fucking Deathstroke outfit. and yes, heads he, go, he goes, he's like, shot nine times last night, up and running before breakfast. Yeah. The, yeah. The, but he the goes. Dead and, yet live. And what My is, man. What is this guy <laughs> that he's dealing with? Matthew? It, he's a piece of shit. He's a fucking warlord that just kills people. He yeah. is a, a genocidal jerk. I don't understand what's going on. But he, he does says, say, my man. Yeah, well, oh, he okay. says, sign the check, right? Deathstroke yeah. tells him. The guy says, sign the check, $9 million. Yeah, then your Marines come in to kill me. And then Deathstroke returns with a, you guys are black. No Marines are coming in. It, black little, people, there's Nobody some social cares. commentary. Yeah. And then this guy starts with the fucking political nonsense. If Congress votes, NATO will set a no-fly, and boom, you Americans start telling me how to run my own country. (laughs) I'm like, oh, really? Uh, What are we doing? In the meantime, he is looking at his phone, and there we go. And then the the guy's like, the Pentagon's 6,000 miles away. You and me, we in the office, baby. And then they're like throwing names. Bill Lair said only three beings. You know, it's all this. Well, in the meantime, is it that they have scanned a check and are forging it? I don't understand because this guy seems to have said he's not signing that check. He's I, not giving a, him, I think it's just a digital thing like, you know, go through with the transfer in my mind. Yeah, That's how I saw it. it. He's not doing it. He's standing there. He's not moving. Why is the money being transferred from this guy when he says, I'm not doing it? He just says, I'm not doing this. The minute that I give you money, uh, I don't even understand how that is. I give you nine million dollars. The next thing you know, they're shutting down my country and you're going to be your country is going to be running it. How is that? How is that Destro getting this money going to do that? Well, they they keep saying and then he says it again. Sign the check, Matthew. Let's get on with our lives. And then, yes, you may seem he says, go, Hussan. Is that him or is that Destro? That's the kid on the freaking computer. I know. But here's the thing is what I guess the guy off panel is now transferring the money. Uh-huh. Because they get the money. I, you don't see it. It seems very odd. To me, it's almost like he's forging it to make it happen. But here's where the real politics craziness happens, where the kid's like, okay, I got the sc- – and here's the deal. It's not even that. He's got a scan of the check. There is This isn't digital transfer. He's got a scan of the check. It's clearing through. I say, you know, and then he's joking. Ah, we'll get it in 36 million quarters. We'll end the scourge of parking tickets forever. Yes, we can. I'm like, this is not fun. I, I no. And, but then that's where he says, for a Republican win, we fund a Democratic challenger, splitting the Democratic vote and guaranteeing Hasgrove keeps his seat. Is it done? Going live now. And then he says that Mel Blanc thing that I said yeah, you would know see about being allergic to, to carrots. And, and then I immediately hated this kid. Yeah. And then he says, congratulations, President for Life Matthew Bland is now president owner of a bouncing baby super pop. Super I, I didn't understand any of this. Yeah. Well, this is what they're doing. They're manipulating governments with this money so that he can stay in control of the country so that Destro can use him to go and get Clock King. It's like this crazy ass huge scheme instead of Deathstroke just going in and killing Clock King like he wants to. So he's there. And then uh, they're they're going on and they even say like, hey, that guy says, oh, hey, these people I'm killing are Muslims. I'm the good guy. And this is where I thought all of this stuff with this kid 
he was just because when he says about the parking tickets, yeah. like he's joking. I thought he was continuing joking. Like he's like, hey, and then we can do this. But that's when Deathstroke turns and says the name that he said that Hasgrove is going to be in charge. Then he says this Hasgrove will keep the war author- uh, authorization bottled up in a committee. Now it's your turn. And I'm like, this is po- this politics is wonky, and I don't care. Uh, I just don't understand and yeah, politics. You, you for the life just of me. what's that? I don't understand politics for the life of well, me. Well, that's the thing. You read it and, and just you tuned out. Yeah, because it didn't make sense. Blah blah but blah. blah. Okay, now it is, it's back to kill it is all of this. And to me, that is Christopher Priest showing you that he he knows how things go, and this is going to be a yeah, book that's grounded in real life and reality. And I hate it. I hate it. I don't. And then there's chapters see. within this rebirth. It's, yeah, it's so I, weird. I, I'm telling you, I don't. Pups. I don't need to see Hassan, you know, changing the way because really, all he's doing is typing and transferring funds. To me, that doesn't get things done right away. Shit still has to happen. Like he says, oh, we're going to get two Democratic guys running so that that splits the vote and this House Grove wins. How is this See, like I, it's I thought gone. all of that was hypothetical and they were just talking during no, it about – No, because that. he has it and then he says to him, Hosgrove will keep – that's where it threw me off because then Destruct mentions the guy that they were doing this and says he'll keep the authorization, the war authorization bottled up in a committee. So what they are doing is legit. He is doing this, and he says, then you have Americans for Peace Pack, reducing the danger. This is all set into play, and this is all so that this guy can stay in charge so that he can go and kill Clock King because somehow this guy has taken Clock King under his guard. Why? Why would Clock King be in this third world? I have no idea. Six out of ten, I'm out. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's not fun, right? No, I'm telling you, I freaking I didn't understand any of that political nonsense. And then we got to clocking. Like I was happy as hell to hear about clocking being this so book. Was I'm like, I. We got there. I'm like, you're just hanging out here waiting to die, and I have no yeah. idea why yeah, you're even here. That, but even before that, you get more of where uh, Deathstroke, the piece of shit slave, had let uh, Grant just run off in the woods, and yeah. you get later when this Wintergreen shows up, and, and that was says, even weird. Yeah, and says. Uh, Basically, he wants to teach Grant to have some fucking balls. He wants to show him some balls, and uh, he gets attacked by a fucking bear. Deathstroke or Slade, I keep saying Deathstroke, who cares? He shoots the bear, kills him. That's when out of nowhere, fucking turtlenecked Wintergreen shows up out of fucking nowhere. He just teleports down and goes, hey, we got a plane. We're, yeah, we it's time go. to go. Yeah, we got to go. Oh, okay. The appointment with the colonel. Oh, yeah. We'll get there. Wait a minute, though. I'm going to go kill the cubs because you know what? Uh, it's a shame for them to live without their mother. I don't want to, you know, I want to put them out of their misery. The kids are yelling. They hate him. Is it possible that how Jericho changes his name, that that fucking kid is actually Grant? That's on the computer. Is it possible he changed his name as well? He kind of looks a little yeah. like him older. He does <laughs> look a little like him. I, something with, you know. So he goes and sees Clock King. And uh, I just... I, <laughs> I hate it. And then he shows, he actually shows later where he's like, I had sons. I killed them when I put on this uniform, just as you have killed yours. Back you know, you're, you're only dead in their hearts and minds. Yeah, I, I just think that really that's what he meant. He put on the mask and he yeah. pretend they're dead. And uh, yeah, he's a piece of shit. I just don't, I can't get behind him. But he goes, and yeah, even then, you go, he goes to see Clocking. Clocking is there. I love his little lair. 
He has. I think it's cool as hell. Why is it there? Why There's no reason. He, and why, you know, because of all this. I like to think why this is he is going to go clocking? I know he just, says. This is just a big hut in my mind that we're clocking. We've been, all right, I have all this stuff. Please set it up. I have instructions. Yeah. I, 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 it's so stupid. And, hey, the people who, you know, want it, you did, they, you know, you ruined their families, whatever. He looks awful. He's going to die. And then Deathstroke goes to shoot him and he says, oh, you don't get it. I'm on a second, second delay. What? I exist only within a time stream, and I'm a projection. I, 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 he lost me again. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god! I do love the fact that Deathstroke has a grenade and pulls up his mask to to grab to do the pin with his mouth. You know what's weird? It, it bothered me, but I'm, I sat there and looked at it. And I like that it made th- th- sense. I'm saying it makes sense. There's no reason for it to bother me other than he lifted his mask up. Yeah. For some you know reason, that Bo- alone. If you're going to be bothered by something, get bothered by why Deathstroke would ever have grenades like that. Have a <laughs> grenade like you, you've altered that you just – or pull the pin, you that's motherfucker. The th- that's hey, the thing. Hey. I'm okay with freaking Deathstroke doing – I'm, I'm not okay with Deathstroke doing that, but I'm okay with what Clock King's wearing. This yeah. goddamn jammies. <laughs> He's got with his wristwatch jammies. belt. With, with a fucking cape. <laughs> Uh, but yeah you know what's the best though it's so weird to throw him in a book like this that you're stressing it like so grounded maybe that's the the joke of it like here we go we're gonna have some nonsense but he is in pajamas (laughs) and then he's just a cape then he's like hey you know what just just let me i'm gonna die soon anyway you don't have to you know tell anybody he's like i'll know and he's like oh whatever and then he's like, hey, but I know where somebody you love is and, you know, I, I can help you get them. And he's like, I don't know that that's true. You're lying. And then he says, Kenilworth. Ken- Kenilworth. What is that? Is I that don't something know. that's a callback? Again, this is something where I hope that I am finally getting a view of a book that I don't, I know all the new 52 test stroke mostly. But I don't know him as a character because I'm not a real huge fan of the character. So I, I'm not anything farther back. They are throwing shit out there that I'm like, Kenilworth? And, and yeah, I didn't even want to look it up. I'm like, no. what the fuck? But in the meantime, the best part of the book comes then because then Deathstroke must just leave. And he goes, and these guys that drove him to Clock King, Clock King has spelled it out to Deathstroke that when they they said, listen – Listen, Mr. Deathstroke. I don't know how they talk. And they say, this is a death sentence. You know, the the guy has put Clock King under his protection. This could not get out that he has betrayed this. So they are going to kill us. We know we are going to die. The problem also is, is that our sons will come for revenge so they will go kill them as well and i don't it's a never-ending deal it's so if they have that- grandsons it's done but they have spelled it out and this has happened in many books and in movies and stuff like that where yeah these guys will get killed and they will go kill the family because the he the, the guy the red lion what, what is his name matthew matthew that all he has really in this country is his honor like he is counting on everybody thinking he is a warlord he's above this he's his honor he'll actually take people in this is probably how he gets a lot of money for himself where people come like a clocking they can't go anywhere else they give him money for asylum and he's going to go the minute that this would get out he's done they people will riot they'll go after him whatever and not trust him and it goes against the whole deal 
Uh, so I did like this. I you were going to say something that you didn't like it as much, right? No, no. I just found it very odd that like, why are they going off? They know they're going to die, yeah, and that the kids to. are going to die. It's just so weird. Like, but here's at this the thing. point, um, like you know, okay, you're going to go and do this. Fuck. All right, yeah. let's get and my then, family yeah. together. And and here's get the, the thing. Out. Here's you go. But I don't. Th- these guys don't have a. Ch- this is not a. Uh, you know, this isn't a police force. This guy is a warlord. Who is, you know, this is beyond just something in the U.S. or whatever. This is a country where this guy is like Idi Amin. He is controlling the fucking country. He's like the dancer of death in American Dad when that guy took yeah. over that guy dancing. Uh, it's just such an he odd says, Go. to me. This is a guy who, and I wish they probably should have shown a little more with this, Matthew, of just how little bit uh, fucking nonsense he takes if he says you get me a latte and you accidentally bring him a cappuccino you're dead and so is your family like this guy is killing tons of people he does show where they're just bulldozing bodies and he says to them they're muslim to him that's pieces of shit to him he you know i'm the good guy but yeah he is a warlord i think that christopher priest is really counting on the whole deal where you know that he's a warlord that means you do what he wants or you die and even when you do what he wants you die yeah. Because, yeah, these guys are told to do it. Basically, to me, I think that uh, if you would guess, they are guys who are pieces of shit that this guy doesn't care about. And he's like, OK. And to me, he's already killed their sons before this even. But, yeah, Deathstroke, I love it because Deathstroke's like, hey, give me all your money. What do you have? You got a couple of bucks? OK. Grabs it and's like, now I'm under contract with you. I'm going to protect you from uh, Jisaki which is the red lion is his nickname they give him and you know either kill gear up and i like how they do this where they he's like either kill me or gear up and you, you don't know you realize what's going on but yeah at one point you think maybe they did kill him but he's going and then in the meantime you see a mysterious guy who i didn't even I, I didn't even think of who this guy did you think like oh my god who's that watching that because you see a guy sitting there. I see a there. guy watching. I did wonder who the fuck this guy was. I actually thought it was Deathstroke, like did in you? a different flashback. Yeah, he's kind of got the hair pulled back. But yeah, he's watching VHS tapes of Slade in better times, it seems. Yeah. Except there's a gun there. I, you see that the gun? The snowman has a gun. So snowman. what? He's got a gun. But yeah, he seems to be really enjoying himself with his kids at this point. And yeah, I don't know. Is this before or after all that? But yeah, the guy gets mad throws the fucking and it's funny then you're i'm all you're i think you're really you're really supposed to believe this guy and everything that deathstroke's going to do is grant that you're led to believe you know it's somebody you love then you see this person watching this video and gets see grant and calling right when slade comes up calling him a jackass i think you're supposed to be led even though with that hair it does look like he's a little too old to be what that is but uh yeah uh, these guys get up, they claim they killed Deathstroke, and then they use the magic word, Kenilworth. I said it's like rosebuds. I don't know. This word, you just go in any country and say Kenilworth, and you're allowed everywhere. That's when Deathstroke, he's, they're pretending they killed him. He jumps out. He starts killing people. It's the big action of the, the issue. And, uh, yeah, he just slaughters people. And then he goes in. Shirtless. It, yeah, goes in shirtless, and it is wintergreen. And I don't know. It, it almost seems... Is it possible that he thinks it's somebody else? Because he yells Wintergreen with it's not like, hey, Wintergreen. It's like he's like, Wintergreen. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but yeah, then there's Wintergreen who likes to call people jackass. And he's like, it's about bloody time, jackass. And why does he's he. He's the have goddamn to keep- guy from freaking uh, 
Yeah, it's from, from Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore, jackass. <laughs> uh, why in the hell do these people who you know don't even tell me why he's there? I I really whatever. Why does he have a TV with VHS tapes of the younger no days laid going on? What is he there because they are training him to Kate? A fucking Deathstroke to kill him because they really do seem very pleased about Deathstroke dying that maybe this part of the deal that they have been sent I don't know Dude, I am not even going to pretend to understand what this whole story arc is trying to do because I didn't understand all of this issue yeah I didn't either and it's a rebirth this is where you're supposed to get the tone and a little bit of where it's going I got a tone yeah. I didn't like it I told you right away that I hated that. And you even, like, before reading it, as I was describing it to you, I'm like, he is such a piece of shit. You're like, yeah, that's Deathstroke. I'm like, no, it's beyond that. <laughs> He's a piece of shit. I'm like, there's piece of shit, and then there's piece of shit. And I said, I don't know what the fuck's going on in this book. I just spent all this fucking time wasting explaining it. I like when the guy's taking a piss when Deathstroke kills him. That's, it's it's nonsense. I Again, I'll be reviewing this. Don't count on me reviewing it very long. I think this is one that I'm going to beg somebody to take. I'll talk to Dan Vermillion or fucking Brandon. They can take this book. Anybody. Anybody likes it because uh, I hope that you get issue one now after this rebirth and all of a sudden I'm like, holy shit, this has changed up. I don't think it will. And Christopher Priest is this fucking, oh, it's a return to comics. Oh, my God. And he's going to do this and it's grounded and it's real world politics. And you know what? You could shove it up your ass. Christopher Priest, go. Uh, here we go. Let's get him to hate us now because I don't like him. He wasted my fucking time. And I gave it a 7 out of 10 error because I was afraid that people were going to jump on me. We're pussies. Actually, <laughs> I gave it a 6 out of 10. And then I went back and read it. And I, I went into it thinking more of, you know, just Deathstroke and all the thing. And I do like the art. I think the art is very good. The, oh, problem, I the, art being, the problem being is I don't think that uh, the colors and the art were given enough time to kind of breathe because they are in a shitty like desert. Then the, the two big things, desert and fucking snow. Yes. Really, you don't get a lot of options, but I think really, I really do like the art. And I, I don't know. The story kind of does intrigue me in a bit that I want to know what all is going on. But boy, I, I didn't have fun. And I really like to have fun with my comics and this just was not fun but it, it i guess some people like it a lot of people seem to like it and they're focusing on that this is what deathstroke should be and if you like it god bless you but yeah <laughs> out of 10 what did you say you'd give it a six six yeah and you're not that much lower i, was, I did not have fun rating it and i'm telling yeah. you i even checked out you tell me oh this is about politics it is oh <laughs> And the best is I didn't even I didn't even skip over reading it. I read all of it. Arguing with me about that that sounded okay. Yeah. I'm like oh, and then this happens, and he's a piece of shit. And there's Grant. Well, Grant kind of dies. I'm like, hey, don't go. And you know, don't give me that shit. He treats him like yeah. He doesn't like Grant. I'm like it's beyond <laughs> that. Grant's a little kid. Grant's a little kid with you know what Grant's biggest problem in life. He was born, Eric. That's what that's what Slade seems to be telling me that he hates kids and he shows doesn't up. Hate Joseph. Well, I don't even know that. I think that he doesn't mind because Joseph doesn't bitch. No, that's all it seems. Joseph slept in the fucking tent. And really, you, you're going to blame at the beginning where they camp out 
And Grant decides he doesn't like camping out and goes and turns on the heat in the truck. Why? Deathstroke, he should have heard the truck start, right? He should have went at least to make sure and say, hey, buddy, you can't really do this. There can be shit happening. You know, you, you might die if, if it snows and it goes past the goddamn fucking exhaust. You're dead. He doesn't care. He heard that. He, he just wanted something else to beat his kid. He's a fucking child beater. I hate him. <laughs> I don't like him. We go from fucking James Bonney, the fucking Deathstroke's doing all he can to just get his kids to love him. Yeah. Here he's doing everything. And now we find him. out why he has to work so hard to try to get yeah. his kids oh, to love him. Uh, there's nothing James Bonney could have done. <laughs> These kids are way beyond this. And it's funny, too, because in that, it was Rose that said, Jericho seemed to be in a daze the whole time. He kind of, you know, went wherever the, the breeze went. He didn't That's what Jericho to, does. Yeah, he didn't seem to hate him. He just, he loved Rose. He was went with Rose. Huh, we're almost done, Eric. We have one last book, and it's funny. All these books, we had your action comics and Bat, All-Star Batman, and then all these others are minor Reggies out yeah. all the way. I had so many more books, but yeah, we end with, we're going to end on a high note, right? Are we? Yeah. yeah. Maybe for you. No, no. Yeah. For me. Actually, you know what? I'm, I think I'm a bit higher on this than you are, but Earth yeah. 2 Society By the way, 15. I'm going to go back. I don't care what we put on the site and what I did on the site. All you podcast listeners who listen to the podcast and don't go to the site, Consider that Deathstroke a fuck you five now. Fuck that. I'm just sitting there thinking like, fuck you. Fuck that book. Fuck that book. Go on. You good? I I need something. I, I need it. Who else in the level car say yeah? Damn it, yeah. You know what? This is how Come on, we Eric. Do Let's get going. Yeah. Book, book, book. We're going to go. This is how we do it. Fuck you five, Deathstroke. What did he say? What was that word? What word? What? That word that he said, I forgot it already. Who? Deathstroke. Oh, Deathstroke. Uh, I don't know. Kill, kill something? Fucking word. I don't know. I, I just want to kill myself. Let's go. Let's kill ourselves. I'm look- Kenilworth. Kenilworth. That's I'm gonna it. Say, I'm going to be there. I'm going to get pulled over by the police. I'm going to go Kenilworth, and they're just going to put me in fucking cuffs. I work for Deathstroke. It, it must work. It gets you into any fucking club. You go there, and it's like a, a club where you have to know the secret word. Kenilworth. Kenilworth. Oh, you're in. Oh, shit. You go. That gets you this, that, and the other thing. It seems to work for everyone. You say I like the, the other thing. Yeah, well, the other thing was Clock King. You get his pajamas. And a cape. <laughs> I like those pajamas. Those look very cool. I would have given me a pair of pajamas like that and a wristwatch belt and a so cape. Good. I'd be Clock King. Whew. Daddy. Earth 2 Society, number 15, written by Dan Abnett with art by, god damn it, I have art by, art by, art by Tony Harris, Wade Von Graal Badger, uh, Angel Hernandez, David Calderon, and Travis Lanham. Yeah. Now that the Pandora vessel seems to be in jeopardy, this entire issue becomes all about arguing to the point of fighting, but not actually fighting, until Alan Scott is possessed by the ultra-humanite and wills his ring back to him and proceeds to kick the shit out of all of our wonders. Yeah. Now, the strangest yeah. thing, I, yeah. I think this might have started last issue when I just kind of looked over it. For some reason, we decided to start calling the Pandora vessel the Pandora casket now. The casket. Yeah. What is that about? I don't know. Maybe is the vessel not good show. enough? Maybe they were showing like the uh, ultra humanite and as humanites, they, they kind of don't know what it's. I don't know. No, no. Hey. Everybody is calling it the Pandora casket. Hey. Now. It's what all the kids are saying nowadays. They're all saying the casket. 
hate. I don't know. Well, what I'll, what I'll say is from the beginning, there is not anybody on this earth who's reading this book that can say that that first nine pages or so looks any good. It's the first eight pages. I, 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 I swear to Christ, I look at Johnny Grayson there, right, when he takes the mask off. Yeah. And I swear to Christ, that whatever style this is, it seems like a retarded Steve Dillon who did Preacher oh. and Welcome Back, Frank. Oh, my God. It's way – and then oh my, then it gets very anime-esque with – even with the, uh, like, expressions and shit when, uh, when Fury is all upset. There's, like, die- – oh, my God. It's so bad. And, yeah. It retarded does, Steve retarded. Dillon. Well, I'll tell you. Also, you have the next page where uh, Fury has him uh, up in the air by the neck. Look at the hand. It doesn't even appear to be – it looks like it's going through him at points. It's not really grabbing onto anything. I, it's such a weird – her hand does not appear to be grabbing a neck. No, it's grabbing it appears, his spine. It appears that it's way through his neck. And it, I, 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 just, know, I just got it? to it, and that is the weirdest looking Isn't gun. It it's so like she's weird? phasing through his body. Yeah, it's like she's phased through. Like it's put in later. I don't know. It's just so weird. And then he's kicking her boobs. <laughs> and then and then I'm like, who is that ugly motherfucker at the boobs. bottom? It's like, oh, that's, that? and I'm that's like, handsome oh, Dick Grayson. Oh, it's Dick Grayson, one of the handsomest men in the DCU. <laughs> he all of a sudden looks like he could play Igor, or I don't know. Look at him. I think Look he might Peter be a Lori looking motherfucker. Oh, he does. Hello. Yes, man. What are you doing, Fury? <laughs> oh, it's so bad. And then, yeah, he's young. Fury, he's my son. You're looking, I'm like, I wouldn't admit to that. Ever. No, and no, then, that elephant man-looking motherfucker, yeah. I don't know him. Kick his well, ass, Fury. to the point where uh, she's like, he's what? And now she has him barely by the neck. I don't know what's going on, but that's where all of a sudden the cape is around. Now she thinks she's Dracula, the way the cape is. Like, <laughs> I want to suck your blood. But then she's like, oh, and that's where you see like the – the panic in her by the anime lines and then we get a dipsy do where she's flipping him he's flipping her and now out the window he goes very odd and And, i'm left wondering what the fuck just happened and she's like the little devil is fleeing (laughs) really oh that little devil Oh, oh you little scamp and that's where you have the flash flash gordon gun and uh, that's Dick saying, forget him, secure the casket, and then shoots his son with a little backtracker. What I love is when, whenever I have a tracker as Batman, I always want it to look like a bat, Eric, because that, that is so inconspicuous. The thing when is, though, look, when you see that it's okay to me because you're used to Batman having these things. Why isn't the gun at least bat colored? I know or shaped? It, it looks like a it looks like a Flash Gordon Ray gun. It, it sure does. Yeah, and this this weird ass gun it's, shoots out little fucking bat trackers. Yeah, little. Why not have him just be a minuscule dot? Yeah. It's a bat tracker to the point where when he goes and he's flying, I can see the bat on his shoulder. Anybody who gets near him is going to be like, <laughs> set bat on your shoulder. Why would you do this? This is not a good plan. And it is a weird, like, why not have that? That gun should have bat wings. It looks at one point like a Nerf shooter. Cause you I don't see even understand things. how it shoots because it's got a point at the end of it. I don't know. It's a laser gun somehow <laughs> that shoots these things. And then, then you get to the point where you almost have where you see when he's flying down and he has – go to the next where you have John where he's bleeding. That is the most transparent blood or dick. I don't know why bleeding. John's bleeding so goddamn bad and in this And then Dick is bleeding. 
and you look at the blood going down out of his nose. It's yep. transparent. It's like it's so bad. Like it was added. Like all this art is awful. It's awful. Now I'm telling you, when we get past this, so when jo- when Johnny Boy leaves, we get everybody skirm- like coming together. Hunter's still like, "Oh, you okay, Dick? Oh shit, your your suit is really fucked up." There's a moment here where I get this great idea of a backstory because we have not seen Huntress and Dick and, do a lot in the series yeah, at all yeah. together. But we know that uh, Thomas Wayne is named Dick as his successor and Helen is kind of funding him through the Wayne Corporation. So they you do have this. Lovers? No, I don't even think that. It's just that <laughs> when Dick says, like, you know, that go I after son. him, you know, it's like, it's my son, please. She doesn't hesitate. She just jumps no. out the window, immediately Does goes she after think it's her son. No, I, I guess she couldn't do that. But yeah, I do like that, though. It's just that they're very close. We don't we have not seen this. We have this backstory that kind of alludes to it, but we have never really seen it. And yeah. him just saying, please just yeah. go after him because they got a lot of shit going on right now. And she just stops everything and jumps out the window and goes right yeah. after him. I like yeah. that a lot, even though it funny. looks like shit. When, uh, when Red Arrow and Hunter show up, even it's such a cartoony look yeah. of them showing up for some reason, though. I love the way Red Hood looks. Or not Red Hood, freaking uh, Red, Arrow. Red Arrow. I love, especially when he's on that balcony there yeah. and the, the hood is covering and he has like a, a shadow there. I really like it. <laughs> Though I don't like that guy's heart at all. But yeah, then it switches to the other. And even you go on and even when he's there, Huntress, hey, when she jumps out and yeah. you see the, the Van Dyke, it, I really like that. I don't <laughs> know why I do like that. Then there's John and he's just, he looks drunk. He's got troubles. He's talking uh, the ultra humanites telling him basically, listen, uh, you know what? You can fail, but disobedience is not allowed. I'm going to turn off your power deal. You're going to pass out. Boom. And you get another. You get like a crazy anime looking deal like that. He's being uh, hit with whatever ultra humanites. Mind powers. Yeah. And then there he goes. He zips down in a very uh, cartoony panel. Oh, yeah. There's where I got mad right away where I'm like, okay. We're going to have to continue this in Earth 2 Society Annual. I'm like, you son of a bitches. Because, yeah, you're going to figure out Huntress searching for John is going to be what the Earth 2 Society yep. Annual number one is about, which is going to be in a couple weeks in that annual uh, week. So we will be talking about that. Then you go back to Neotropolis, and you know who's back, baby? Sexy Lois. Just like there she is. is she Sexy Lois is showing her goods. I think that she knows kind of. that. Look at that one panel. The I, I first panel she shows away. up. Holy cripes, she's showing her goods. She shows them out throughout. But yeah, uh, any sort it's of excitement I had is taken away immediately because Steel is in bad shape. Steel is bleeding <laughs> everywhere and is, has a giant gaping hole in him, and it disturbs me. And Flash is looking into the observation room. just banging, banging on the window. Help him! Oh, and i like that they're they're actually not sending him away they're responding to him but i do like this fact that he was cut up they don't have any way to kind of because it's too hard you can't you cannot fix steel skin yep and that it was cut up is fucked up enough but yeah they don't have anything that's gonna put it together he's he's dying i just pretty much the power man of the dc universe he's banging on the fucking window why don't they all of a sudden, you see them close the curtain. Uh, yes, but then you get back to uh, there's sexy Lois again. I see her, Eric. She is. What sexy. is wrong with Flash's lightning bolt when he's saying "help him"? Do you see that? Yeah, I don't know. The whole thing's wonky. Everything's a little off. I. It's funny because at first 
I just thought he was in the room with him, just shaking his fist. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, I see there's glass. But at first I'm like, huh, what's going on? I just think he was like almost giving a flash jump and telling him to help him. I, I, it's all this stuff. This issue is nonsense to me. There, there's, I'm telling you, I really like that part with Huntress. I, I read a yeah, lot. I, I like that. that. I, but- I didn't even think of that, but when you pointed it out, I liked it. I also like this uh, profile where you see Sexy Lois talk to freaking Scott. There you go. Alan Scott's there. She's talking to him. They're really pushing her, her robot boobs. I like it. For think- that, though, I, I really had a strange idea, though, because, like, Val Zod comes in with – he's holding on to Power Girl, and, like, Power Girl had her her powers taken yeah, the last yeah, issue. Whatever happened to the Binary Sons? I don't. They, they you know, got half the there's, day. There's a the lot of things that we call nonsense. That's one that I'm glad is gone. That, well, I, that was, that was like nonsense. a huge thing I was so yeah, mad gonna, about. And we and thought that it was going to be focused. Like, obviously, at that point, they had a lot of plans for her uh, that disappeared because you really don't get a lot of her. So why even bother? Or Valzad. Yeah. And Valzad kind of. It's kind of like. At one you point know what? Anyway. Dad Abnett came in and realized. Uh, you know, I'm. Uh, I can't do anything with p- characters whose powers go away. I'm yeah, not well, going to use them. Really, I think you're right on. I think that he came in, had a talk with editorial, and they just decided, "What can we do? How are we going to make this better?" He was brought on because the book was a disaster. There yeah. was, it was going nowhere slow, and yeah, we we ended up with this. And yeah, that we you right away, me and you with that dual sons were like, "God damn it, this is just all." You, I think your whole argument one was red, one you have sun. awesome heroes, and you're going to make them so they can't use their powers half the time, and yeah. that's nonsense. Of course, it was going to lead to stuff where they're supposed to save people. And can't and whatever, but we never got a full board. We never got anything. Now she's getting her powers back slowly. They were yeah, yeah, she's fine now. It just made me think about it though, because yeah. I have not thought of that binary star system is so goddamn long. I'm like, whatever happened to that? I'm going to talk to Jim. Yep. Well, they just. I think you're right though. I think Dan Abnett went and he had a checklist of things that they, you know, they said you have to keep this. You have to keep this. But you you can do whatever, and he gave them a better thing and basically said, why do you have superheroes and not be able to use them? Fuck that. Yeah. Uh, That's what I think. And again, then you kind of get that in this issue as well because then Alan Scott shows up. He looks like he was in Vietnam there. He was in the shit, Eric. (laughs) Look at him with that fucking head thing. Oh, my God. I don't think he was even fighting anybody. I think he just wanted to feel important. I think that he actually liked your look at the headband and then yeah, right. Who doesn't? He actually, actually, because he doesn't have the ring, he's not as strong. He tried to rip those sleeves off almost like in Can't Buy Me Love <laughs> when Amanda Peterson decided yeah. to make him Patrick Dempsey look cool and rips the sleeves off. He just couldn't do it because you do see they look torn exactly the same way on each side. He's just a pussy. Without that ring, he can't do it. That's actually – we're led to believe later that Ultra Humanite possesses him to get back the ring. Nope. He's just mad that he couldn't rip his sleeves a la Can't Buy Me Love. That's what <laughs> – and you know what? That would be There's just – There's two Can't Buy Me Love. Uh, Val, yes. Val Zod uh, then basically calls out Fury and says, you know what? This casket – this is almost the it, – it's almost the same – kind of deal as the like hey batman you're the one who does this we get rid of you it gets rid of the things if Valzad has figured out this casket is causing all sorts of problems yeah if we destroy it the problems go away it, it, it's not he's not thinking long term here but honestly no it is a good thought though because it is, we don't that's know what i'm certain. saying we don't know for certain that this could do what everybody yeah. wants it to and do and bring back the original. And fighting over it. The whole yeah. fucking world is going to And it could destroy everything yeah. if an ultra-humanite gets to it. Yeah. Let's kill it. Let's destroy yeah. it. 
let's destroy it. And she's like, no, that's the mascara. It but, makes But she, luckily, Flash comes out and depresses everybody. Yep. It's so great. They're fighting. Uh, Lois is there, like, trying to break him up. And then there's when Flash comes out. So stop it. And he's crying. He's uh, going to die. Girl, and he, he steals. He's going to die. They say they can't save him. What is going to save him? Something will save I just want to know, when did Jay and Steel become fucking bros? I don't know. That, that's I was gonna He's say. Like, only one and I thought maybe I was missing something. Boy, he is crying. Is it more? Could you get it that it's more of a thing? Like he's a wonder, and look, he's gonna die. We're all fucked. Nobody uh, else. It doesn't okay, come off. I think way. Kendra's crying because she's a, a, like a. I, uh, she's crying because Jay's crying. She can't help herself. Nobody else seems to give a shit. Yeah. Lois like puts her hand ahead. Everybody actually, it's like everybody averts their eyes. Except, what's his name? Sandman or whatever. He's like looking him directly and he doesn't look like he cares. There. No, I'm sorry. He's got a mask on. He can hide yeah. his tears. He's just looking right at him. Um, Pussy. I don't, yeah. Uh, do you think that Val Zod could go or, or Power Girl could go and use their heat vision to kind of seal him up, cauterize that no. bit? No, I don't. No, no. That's heat vision. That's pretty tough. I... What are you going to use to fucking cover the wound? Do you think that, what does the. The casket actually do. It, Tell me, it, it holds the, the spirits of the. I'm sorry. Okay. What it did do before, before everything got crazy, it held the spirits of the dead Amazons in uh, in a terms of where they could resurrect themselves later okay. on. Is there any way that they're going to use that where he goes into the casket? They put him in the possible, casket, yeah, and that's how he is saved or brought back because that they're really pushing, They're really pushing to destroy it right before this. That not that it leads into that, but to me it seems like that's what they'll get. But that's when uh, uh, Alan Scott comes up with the craziest fucking idea. This is such a jump where he's like, "Well, you know what? Ultra Humanites involved in this. He's a genius, so I think I could talk to him." Yeah, really. The, the, the weirdest part I had with this is that I know all these characters; they have backgrounds even on the old Earth. They yeah. all talk about Ultra Humanite. Oh yeah, of course it's Ultra Humanite. I'm like. We don't really have this connection as readers with him yet because this is the first we've seen of him on this world. Yeah. Yeah. Give us a little bit more. They all just seem to be like, oh, it mu- you're right. It must be ultra human. He, like, he must have controlled they, minds and he, yeah. he stowed away and we didn't know. And he, you know. They knew everything that's going on as soon as they said Ultra Humanite. Just yep. give us a little bit more background with what you have with him because yeah. he, I know the character. I don't know him in this context, though. Well, and then, well, he starts talking with Alan Scott and basically starts off almost what Alan Scott wants to hear, what he thought would happen, what's going on. But then it, it turns and then he's like, oh, the ring, you got rid of the ring. But you know what? I know you want that power back. And, you know, remember, I can control people over things. And now I control you. No, that's the best because he just created a device that's going to allow him to control people over digital devices. Yeah, there you go. You motherfucker. Way, way to call him up, Alan Scott. Right, Wrong time. Wrong time, wrong place. Because, yeah, he gets the ring, and then he's going to kick ass. He's yeah. pissed. He's going to he kick ass. He possesses Green Arrow, I mean Green Lantern. Green Arrow gets the ring back. And for some reason in my mind, even though we had like a year left of support, like uh, power, with that ring leaving, I think everything's going to go dark now. And they're, they're gonna they're, oh they're gonna do that and that's what's gonna push the whole casket deal and uh is Dodds dead? Oh, I have no idea. Well, actually, I will say he's dead. His his head is separated from his body. Uh, now that I look at it, because I was like when I first read, I'm like, oh man, did he? Sub-? No, his head is actually separated 
from his body. We will not see Dodds anymore. No, that's the mask. Uh, well, okay. But how – I'm telling you, you don't see a head. I think the head's in the mask. He's got to be dead. No, I'm thinking that's just the sad man You think mask. it just blows the mask off? Yeah. Where is his head then? I did look at it. He it's does right say, uh. Yeah. I'm telling you, it does not look like he has a head anymore. I think that's really, exactly, like where the, the freaking dialogue that is. That is awful. That is awful art. It's but no, so I did confusing. see that. I forgot all about it. I didn't yeah. put in any notes. It actually looks like he is dead. I didn't, it was, I didn't write any notes for this. No, that's just that's just the mask. And then, yeah, that's when uh, they're like, Alan, you can't. I, I'm telling you, I wasn't on that page. I'm like, what the fuck is he yeah. talking about? He's like, there's no Alan here. He's going to just wreck shit up. Yeah. He's Green Lantern, and he's kicking everybody's ass. We're finally seeing Green Lantern doing something, and he's evil. Yep, and he said, I'm going to get to the casket. It's in the central vault. I'll get it myself. And then you see Power Girl yell, stop him. And then, yeah, you have, have that's least... the last night of the world, which we know that the book continues into October. Yep. But again, maybe, God bless us, if next month we get something that shows us, okay, Shit happens, and then that that October issue is kind of like a here's what has been going on, and then we go to rebirth. But we a don't know. We still have yeah, not even that, but like a oh my god, did we do it? And then you see a one little daisy rise from the ground. We did it. Oh, but what at what cost? Are we? Ah. Do we still have a binary star system? Oh, it's the binary star system, Power Girl. You don't have powers now, but I still have the power to love. Ah. But what what cost? <laughs> oh my God. That's what I want. At what cost? They're yelling. Like not not any cost really. Uh, Ultra Humanite's dead. Everybody's uh, back, and uh, Johnny Boy is with his dad. Daddy, and he's like, Daddy, I'm back. But at what cost? Where is fucking what? Wasn't it Lois? Was it Lois or who was it who he was uh, married to? John uh, Barbara on or uh, Barbara. Remember, and you thought who did you think Barbara was going to end up Spectre. being? Spectre. Okay, yeah, you thought she's that classic by now. freaking justice. Wouldn't I mean, Spectre's classic justice society. Wouldn't I thought it, it made total sense. If they're like they're about to blow up the world, Barbara shows up. The Spectre snaps her fingers. Done. It's all. I would. The thing is, though, but like Spectre would have to be brought. Uh, Barbara would have to be brought back to life, and then have the embodiment of the Spectre. Then I really yeah. wish that would have been something. Yeah, yeah, you, that would have been such a cool turn where Barbara uh, Barbara Grayson is Spectre. Wow. But it never happened there. Never happened. Never happened. No, a lot of things didn't end, happen on this book. Every fucking month bullshit. it didn't happen. Every month something didn't happen. Like I, me enjoying it. Actually, we have been really high on this book. Yeah, lately. Um, this issue I was not high on at all. It started with that awful art at the oh beginning. God, uh, but it continued again with just nothing. I, I know that... It's weird to say because I'm paging through, and like I said, when we started this goddamn podcast, or the books at least, with Detective, that I said, oh, there was a lot of action because everybody was moving around and doing things. There is things going on, but by now, I, I'm just not invested. Any, I just want to get to a point where they're, they fix the world, go somewhere, do whatever, and let's get on with it. Let's start, let's start fresh from a point where we can make this good well, because – Dan Abnett is, has been doing a fine job kind of grabbing of, just, all the shit that he had and trying to get us to a point of that. This issue just seemed to be a stall. And, yeah, you get this big moment with Alan at the end with the Green Lantern stuff. But I don't know. It's not what I think that I wanted. You know what I mean? I like, I know it's not point. my story, but 
I just want to get to a point where things can just stay what they're supposed to be. I'm telling you, yeah. we had the binary star system. We haven't talked about that. We had yeah. Tommy John Grayson turn into Tommy Grayson. We've had freaking the Pandora vessel turn into Pandora casket. Just pick something and stick with it. Yeah. It even went even before that when we got into this book and all this with the Tommy John shit from before from Worlds. Like this Where's whole, Yolanda Montez? Yeah. 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 With her essay brother. Remember that whole <laughs> thing? Mano. I, oh, mi hermano. Hey, I don't know. There was just so many things going on that. Yeah, Netflix now, well, here's the thing. Sense. You're saying that, but even to the point where we get to a point where I see the light at the end of the tunnel, and now Alan Scott's bad. Yeah, and, uh, I, I'm, I'm sure it won't last now, very long. Yes, but again, it it mainly seems to me to be a way to force them into action because of the ring. They have yeah, to get that ring because definitely. right now everybody's like fine and dandy with what's going on. Yeah, they keep mentioning the casket, but there is always the – like even when Valzad, he wants to destroy the casket because they do have a life. Maybe they can make this work. The the lantern ring, the green lantern ring Honestly, is, is fueling everything. Taking that out of the mix, now you have to react. You have to get shit done now. Where, where'd Khalid and, go? I don't know. Yeah, really. Yeah, he was just hanging out the one with yeah. Batman on the Huntress, yeah, yeah. I they guess. They were all at this place together when yeah. they started, on um, the freaking uh, humanites started attacking. It's just, he bailed. He, he was, bailed. He was I was say, get, get freaking Yeah, remember Khalid he was there. having those visions? He yeah. was just there to tell his vision. I was saying, get Khalid back in there, do your fucking mm-hmm. Pandora vessel shit, make this shit happen, because I don't want to be on this world anymore. They're no, shitty no, goddamn either. cities or the Green Lantern power fucking world. Yep. Well, it's weird because... The last three issues, I wasn't minding being on this world. We saw things going on. This issue it just really slapped me in the face of I want to get this done and get moving along. And yeah. I hope it uh, – it's weird. This is your book. You reviewed it. You've always reviewed it. it when it was Earth 2 by itself, World's End, all this stuff. These are the characters you love. You love the, the legacy characters. And I do. All that. Golden Age, and, baby. I have been talking with you about it, and I'm still not invested in it. I would love to be. I would love if this book turns into a rebirth or two, and we get the legacy characters, because that's what uh, this book is prime for that. These are legacy characters, and that's what rebirth is about i want to read it and i want to fall in love with it i want to like you said the earth 2 beginning new 52 is excellent james robinson even uh for a bit when uh, tom taylor took it over uh i did not read that and by now so you know it's it's done nicholas scott on art and i'm done i'm done now i could go and all it's going to do is piss me off about this or what it turned out to be i want that i want to have that book start and rebirth and be as good as what you had before and say like bye like we would have the podcast where we couldn't wait to this could be our justice league book that we want instead of that goddamn brian hitch like (laughs) i I hate this Brian Hitch, but boy, we're getting the JSA here, the uh, you know, the Justice Society, uh, and I'd love that. I'd love that, but right now, I don't know. This was a step back. We're scat catting, taking one step forward, two steps back. Whew. The hopefully, track. hopefully, it'll all. This is all just a, a thing to get them to, to open up the castle. They need something. Five out of ten. Yeah, I gave it a six. Six. I yeah. really. I want to go back and give that a five. Fuck you. I, no. I, I hated the art. I, I don't know. I, I'm I telling do, you, I didn't I love the, the part where Flash book. is yelling. The first Help half him. of the book was really rough. It's probably the worst art I've ever seen yeah. Yeah. Uh, in this series and a lot of other series, oh, yeah, really. The, series. the, the only... second half art, I didn't mind. It was okay. And maybe it was like the juxtaposition with the awful. This was art that was as bad as that one issue of Batman uh, Eternal. 
not Batman and Robin Eternal, but Batman Eternal, when that one guy jumped on for that one issue and everybody went bonkers. I wish I could remember that guy. Uh, that Remember, it was like uh, you had some weird villains as well, and it just looked crazy. Is that the Burnham one? No, no, no. It was a guy who looked like he was trying to be like Burnham. And also, if I remember right, it was almost like shit was happening in Japan, possibly. And, and it was really odd issue overall, but the art was crazy. It was a guy that seemed to only do that issue of all I can remember. And I don't think he's been back on DC at all and hadn't really done anything up until then. And then out of nowhere, he showed up, and it was fucking weird. And they had some weird villains in that issue. I'll have to look it up. I don't know. I typed up uh, Batman Eternal, weird art, and one of the things that came up was Weird Science DC Comics, Batman Eternal number 47. Check it. That's right. late. That seems late in the in the game. Sure does. Batman Eternal. Off I don't know. It says art. Juan Ferreira's great art, so I don't know why. I guess it just showed up because uh, Weird Science is fucking awesome. Okay. There is something that is awesome. Somebody yelling, it's awesome. How- I, rem- I remember um, it being an early issue, though. Uh, what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, I think I found it. Andy Ian Clark? Bertram. Uh, Ian Bertram. That is it. Is. It's Batman and Robin Eternal number 11. Because and- we had that one in the Detective Comics uh, special. Yeah. Oh, and it was so, the same one, yeah. Uh, and yeah, now that I look at it, it was like weird people involved. And oh my God, I didn't like it. Yeah, we're bad. But it's funny. We'll find out it wasn't him. I'm bad mouthing him. Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, I did not like that. But yeah, it reminded me of that. Um, but yeah, I did I say I'd give it a six? A, yeah. Six, yeah. Now, what is your book of the week? Red Hood and the Outlaws. Oh my, wait. Before you go on, uh, I will remind you of this. Remember there was that se- – the scorpion, the centipede-looking villain was in that, and she was fighting Batgirl. No. Nope. And it was the – I'm telling you, look up Batman Eternal, Ian Bertram, and look at images. And boy, you are going to laugh when you see these images. You're going to chuckle. You doing it? Doing it. Keep going. Get going. How do you spell it? Bertram. Uh, it is B-E-R-T-R-A-M. I hope okay, everybody I else is doing this at the yeah, same yeah. time and not just thinking that we're nonsense. Oh, my God. It, it, <laughs> I'm looking. Yeah. Oh, shit. I remember that now. Remember it? Remember yeah. how crazy it was? Look at Red Hood in that page if, if it serves oh, the so same. Terrible. Red Hood is sitting there with the ch- like the biggest smile on his mask. And it's terrible. Oh. It is so bad. I kind of like the way Batgirl looks there, though, for some reason. I like reason. that Batgirl. It kind of oh seems sexy. God. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Look underneath where she's showing the phone to the guy, and she's awful there. It was just so weird art. And, yeah, actually, I think that the guy who was on Earth, too, was a little better. <laughs> I'll give that Ian Bertram one thing. That it's was real style. stylized. Damn but, right. Uh, it is, it is off, but my uh, book of the week. It seems like it's one of those old shows that, like, Beyond After Midnight on MTV, like, one of the old cartoon yeah, shows, like Eon like Flux, the, Max, the Head, yeah. like that, yeah. I, I actually think it looks like it would have been a pretty good match for a, uh, a Juro Kawatu. Is that is that what it was? Yeah. I, I, you know, that uh, version of Batman that they had, if, she, if this person would have went back and redid the art, it would have worked out. But my pick is Wonder Woman. I love that Wonder Woman. And next week's books, I got to pull up the. Yeah. El Gaucho. I've still got El, more pictures of this. Yeah, I like. Oh my god, it, it was El Gaucho in that as well. Yeah. Oh my god, it was so bad. 
here we go this week coming up and what I want to point out is if you haven't gone to our site or if you have, I just want to let you know that mostly uh, all the Rebirth books usually go up on Wednesday night or Wednesday morning at 12 a.m. We get the advanced copies and we try to get all those. So if you wake up Wednesday morning, uh, there's a good chance that all these books will already be reviewed. If you don't mind spoilers or whatever and want to just see the score, we're there. Uh, but this is the books that we will have. It looks like we will have. Aquaman number five. Boo. Batgirl and the Birds of Prey number one. Yay. Yeah, I'm looking forward I to I look forward to that a lot. Batman number five. Damn and right, I'll I look tell forward to you that. again, Eric. Don't you tell me nothing. Spoilers. One of the greatest things that I, if you know me, and I have put this in a review before, this is one of my favorite things that ever happens in a Batman book. And I will tell you that this issue has. Two things that are incredible. Two things that are so good that you usually don't see. How about that? The next one's Doctor Fate number fifteen. Yeah, Green bro. Arrow, or yeah, Green Arrow number five. Right. So that goes. Green Lanterns number five. Now, it's a contest to see who can guess which dead Red Lanterns show up there. Harley Quinn number two. They, he, Sam Humphreys better have an explanation. Yeah, he won't. Julia Socks and Scalix died, and they died nobly, and I loved it. I cried, yeah, Jim. I know. Yeah, Justice League number three. Boo. Yeah, Legends of Tomorrow number six. Boo. I, you know what? I'm that not showing up next series, week. And we are not talking about that on the podcast. Good. Thank uh, God. There is a good chance that we will be talking about Reggie's books ourselves because he's going to be going away. Oh, that's right. Funny, he's going away and will be within 20 minutes of us. <laughs> and yeah. He's Nightwing. going away closer to us. Yeah. Nightwing number three. I'm looking right. forward to that. So I hope I. That, that keeps the upward swing. Uh, Suicide Squad number one. I want to see what happens at the uh, cliffhanger of that last issue. Yeah, I want to see that as well. They better have superpowers. Supergirl Rebirth number one. I look forward to that too. So much forward to that. I will tell you, here's a spoiler, Eric. God damn it. It looks awesome. That's all I'll say. I haven't read it yet. I just touched through it. Boy, it looks so good. I saw the first look and it looked awesome. It looks so good. Superman number five. That's it. That's it. Superman Superman number number five. I don't even know how to. Superman was my favorite book when Rebirth started. I thought it was amazing, and I don't care about it anymore. Yeah, I'm only at issue five. Here is the solicit. The Eradicator is unstoppable, and it is it has forced Superman to leave Earth behind to keep his son from harm. It's a weird solicit for what we saw. It's kind of a mixed-up way of saying it, right? I don't even know anymore. Here's the Batman solicit for you. And i got to read it this week. Here's the great thing about this. Here's what I want everybody to know, and this is not a spoiler. In the final chapter of this epic, this is the end of this arc. Yep. Uh, is Batman truly the hero Gotham City deserves, or does it deserve better? In this ultimate showdown where the line between allies and enemies blurs, the question will finally be answered, and the fate of Gotham will be decided. And I love that, that they say Gotham there. Yeah. Like, do, do they mean the city or the guy? <laughs> yes. I, no idea. I like how they play with that. I, I'm really looking forward to talking about that one. Uh, and really, you don't like any of your books, really, or some of the other ones that we I have? I really don't. Oh, I, I look forward to Nightwing. I never thought that would be one of my top ones. Here are my books. Batman, Green Arrow, uh, Justice League I hate, but again, because I know that I hate it, I'm yeah. sure, whatever. And then I have uh, Supergirl. Uh, those are good books. Like, those are really is, good books. This is one of my favorite weeks. Well, honestly, mine are good view. books, too, that I have just not been enjoying. Yeah, you haven't been enjoying much. But, yeah, uh, again, uh, 
Well, and that's not true because I had like Doctor Fate and Legends of Tomorrow in there as yeah. well. Yeah. Weird Comics History will be up by the time you hear this, so go check that out. Reggie and Chris talking about uh, Burnham, right? Or who are they talking about? They're talking about. Uh, he told us about that. Chris Burnham. Yeah. Is it Chris Burnham? Is that the guy's name? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Man, I heard they, they do good stuff. They do good stuff. We also on the site on Chris Mondays. Burnham. I know that Robert Lewis is against it, but on Mondays we have Marvel Monday where we talk uh, or review all the Marvel books that we care to or try to. Last Monday was a bit of a bust. Sure was. Not a lot of people showed up to the party. Uh, it's already stronger this week. I just looked at my thing. I've already gotten two more uh, reviews in the mail. So, boy, that's good, isn't it? I guess. Yeah, it is. I already – I think now – we have just going into it right now without anything else being done. Already have more in the can than we did last week. So That's awesome. That'll be good though. I have to do a lot of editing tomorrow, this podcast and those reviews. But yeah, uh, I have on my notes again the new comic reviews. The DC stuff does go up at midnight on Wednesday morning. So if you're up late, and that is Eastern time, Eric. So you're you're on the West Coast and you want a little sneak peek. <laughs> my my reviews are basically spoiler free, so you can come and glance at mine and get a little gist of what's going on. Eric and I will spoil the shit out of Eric spoils everything, everything. But yeah, it's late, Eric, or is it early? We it's get both. to the point. We get to the point. Where does it cross over during the night? Is that three o'clock to you? I think it's four, honestly. Really? So if you're out. And you say at 3.30, man, it's getting late. Yeah. Yeah, not me. I, I think it's actually right at 3. The stroke of 3, where you're like, boy, it's Stop early. Stroking three. That's because at 3, I want to get the fuck home. It really, I think I don't know I, what you're I, doing now, personally. Why? At 3? Because yeah. I, I was told growing up and actually by police officers at points that nothing good happens after 3 o'clock. It really I heard does. that after 12. What's that? I heard that after 12. Yeah, no, 12. I'm saying that pretty much all the bars close two or three, right? Yeah. And I think that's what they're saying. Because, yeah, 12. Nobody goes home at 12 when you're out. You don't go home at 12. I see you fucking walking down the road, bobbing and weaving at 2 a.m. You are not awake at 2 a.m. I am on Saturdays in the Sunday. I'm yeah, yeah. Well, it's always late. I'm not complaining there because I don't want to sound like those other podcasts, but it is goddamn late. I'm going to bed. Just think now. I just want to tell you, I told Brandon, it's 4.50 right now. It's 10 of 5 in the morning. I actually started trying to prepare for everything, including, you know, getting the news, the mail, my sounds yeah. and stuff like that at 1 o'clock. Yep. 1 o'clock and now it's 5. All for the love of our fans and comics. I don't even like calling them fans. I like calling them friends. Oh, yeah? They're friends, Aaron. They are fandomed ends. You don't have any fan ends. Yeah, because I don't have friends. That's why. I'm like Flash in that Justice League. All I want is friends. All I want is friends, Eric. That's all. But, yeah, we're going to stop now because it is late. That and plus it you put five books at the end and I got to piss so bad. And the millionaire just sent me a note. Hope I'm not interrupting the podcast, but I just sent Empress number five review. Nice. And I don't mind getting the I, – I actually like the idea of people messaging us. Robert Lewis messaged us earlier and I told him we're, we're well into the podcast. He thinks that it was going to be good. I think tonight uh, I would give this podcast a fuck you five, Eric. Started off weak. Yeah. And again, because of the way we, we uh, do things, we start at the beginning 
an hour and a half after, two hours after we actually started the whole thing, I think we were a little down right away. And at one point you left to go pee and I had no idea. So I was asking you for, you know, responses and I was not getting them. I thought you were just going. There was a lot of long mails tonight and I was drinking a lot of Kool-Aid because I'm not smoking anymore. Yeah, but that's it. Uh, Congratulations, Eric. You made it through yet another one. What is this? Episode 84, right? 84, baby. 84. This is the Randy Moss episode. I declare it at number 84 and we're going to end it. We're going to end it once I get the sound up. But uh, what do you say at the end there? Everybody have a great week. Keep it weird. Week, creep it weird. Proud. Creep. Creep it creep weird. Weird. Hey, that's pretty good. I like creep that. Creep it weird. Creep it weird, baby. Don't get arrested. Creep it weird. We'll see Don't you in get seven. Arrested. Nothing happens good after 12 except this podcast, right? After three, I thought. No, you said 12. I'm going yeah, with you. you. I'm trying to be now. nice to you. Oh, well, yeah. you're wrong, but I'm trying to be nice. You were down in the beginning. I think that everybody's going to mail in and say, what the fuck was up with Eric at the beginning? Boy, he was down. He wasn't even talking. He got mad at Jim's sound effects. And then at the end, he didn't even actually end the podcast with CU7. Jim did when he said CU7. I already said it. Oh, Eric.